Welcome back, everybody. I've missed you. I'm America's <laughs> sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And you're listening to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, and this is episode number 116. 116. Is that drinking age? 116. Sure is. is. That drinking age and some alien culture that ages differently? Is that what? Man, you know I don't talk to aliens. <laughs> yeah, I don't either, Eric. That's why you always said you wanted the wall built. You said, That's I right. don't want any of those aliens. And hello, Absolutely welcome, not. one and all, to the official unofficial podcast at WeirdScienceDCComics.com. For the week of March 25th, 2017, I'd like to say, Eric, the award-winning WeirdScienceDCComics.com because, I guess it was Feedspot, right? I- I'm not yeah, really prepared for this news, but we got an email this week from Feedspot that legitimately said, hey, guys, you are in are top 75 websites comic websites and i thought oh that's cool of course i went to look and immediately got mad because you know <laughs> once i found out we were 37th in the world i got angry i don't go for that uh but really you some of the sites that higher were, than dc comics yeah some Marvel of the comics. sites that were ahead of us were actually dc comics bleeding cool stuff like that uh we're just dark horse comics all that yeah we're shit. just a couple guys you know it's me you the get fresh crew that uh <laughs> have a little site and we review some comics, Eric. That's all we do. But yeah, I actually, after I went back and looked at it, I got a little more excited because this wasn't just stats. It did say that people had voted on this. Somebody, people at Feedspot, whatever that means. But they had voted on it. I didn't and, realize that. Yeah, it said. And I thought, you know what? Finally, some goddamn acceptance. We never get that. And again, I'm, we're talking about this on the podcast. This doesn't have anything to do with the podcast. Nope. It has to do with the site. And I'd like to tell you, we, we really haven't talked about this. You came in, and I, again, we were kind of, you know, we were happy about it, right? We had a smile yeah. on our face, and then that, that just faded. Like, oh, baby boy, the, you see yeah, this? And then I said, yeah, I got the email. Uh, but... It came at a good time because I'm telling you the the podcast you're listening to now kind of has overtaken uh, all of our efforts. And the website is kind of there and we still do, but that's what we started out with. So I think it's going to give us a little kickstart, Eric, a a little kickstart to get us inspired again. Because really, I know a lot of people, a lot of people end up, it's like a rebirth. A lot of people go to the website on Wednesday night, or Wednesday morning, actually, I meant, uh, at 12 a.m. when the, the DC Comics hit. And then, you know, they're there on Wednesday day to check it out. But some kind of bail. They don't go back until the next Wednesday because they're like, eh, you know what, I'm just here for the DC Comics. And really, we do avalanche those goddamn reviews. Uh, but we're working on things to kind of get some more stuff up during the week. It may not involve us, Eric, because, again, the, the podcast has just dominated all of our free time and what little free time we have after that we do put into the website there's, there's no something free other time than anymore. the podcast yeah yeah really that I all day I, today i thought i worked and podcast no and yeah to all day today saturday i spent i got up at 7 30 because i wanted to start and finish my uh part of the new 52 podcast that we're doing the new 52 review i'm having a special episode that's going to be out by the time you hear this that is on flashpoint because we're going to start off with the justice league which should come out next week Uh, i just can't sit by and do nothing eric so i ended up starting to record my flashpoint episode that kind of gets people knowing what led to the new 52 it's taking me a long goddamn time (laughs) i i think i took 
six and a half hours, and I'm at book number three, issue number three now, of Flashpoint. So I have Did you I have tell three yourself more. beforehand, wow, I should be able to bang this out real yeah. easy? Yep. Yeah, I thought to myself. Every goddamn time. No, well, I did think it, but I thought, okay, there's five issues of Flashpoint. I go into this, didn't have any plans whatsoever. Reggie gave me an outline. He actually wrote up an outline for me that I, I used, and I kind of, you know, had some things that I added and things that I was going to talk about. So as I'm going, I decide that I'm going to add sound effects and things from the animated movie, and it, it became a fiasco very quickly. Snowball and, quick. Oh, yeah. And I realize when I'm recording by myself, I, I cannot do it just straight up. I start talking. I mess up. I start cursing at myself. It took forever. I just can't just sit there and talk like me and you do when we do this podcast now. Uh, basically, because when you're I fuck up now, you actually can go and join in. But, yeah, when you're doing it yourself, it sucks. It really does. I should have recorded, like, separate voices and things. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Hey, and if I'm a dummy, why do I have – yeah, why do I have your hand up my ass? Hey, hey! But yeah, uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Network. Eric, we are we're also proud. a member of the Pottern Family, family of podcasts. It's more of a Twitter thing. It helps everybody uh, tweet out your podcast. They're pretty cool guys, but we've been involved in the Pottern Madness contest. It's kind of a March Madness of the Pottern Family podcast and we are in the finals eric we actually have yeah, won every round we're in the finals it does start sunday night when this podcast goes it will be getting close i think they're going to start it at actually monday at 12 a.m i ain't staying up that late to no, tweet out that not. link so when i get up in the morning monday morning we will have the link you can go and vote for us uh, if you like us uh, i wish i could tell you who if we you are don't against? Like it, for us anyway, come on. <laughs> Who are we against, Eric? Do, do you remember? Because Mom, I'm, I'm sorry, say, podcast. Mom, I'm sorry, podcast. The Mom, I'm sorry, podcast is who we are demanding that we crush, Eric. Crush and them. I don't. I'm telling you right now that the people that would say, crush your "Oh, enemies. you know what? See them driven y yes. before you. You're, you're in the finals. The congratulations. No congratulations. If we don't win this, I will be fucking furious. Furious." And to the point where if we don't crush them, I'll be furious. So that's just a warning to yeah. all of you. Everybody who sent in an email and a voicemail tonight, they, they better be voting. Early and often, as they Damn say, right. Eric. It, it, they say that in Belfast, I hear. Vote early, vote often. Uh, but you want to know where else they, people can find us? The good people out of course there. I do. The good people of the world. Everybody. All you astronauts on this spaceship we call Earth. Hello, Earth. Are you out there? Are you there, God? It's me, Jimmy. You can find us on e email, weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at weirdsciencedc. We're on Facebook, where you can like us at weirdsciencedccomics. We're on Podbean, weirdsciencedccomics at podbean.com. Website is weirdsciencedccomics.com. I said that earlier, award-winning. Uh, Eric, I are, are you it, still Jimmy. there I don't with think me? God is listening. God, are you out there, God? It's me. It's Jimmy. Fuck nope. you. Nope. Yeah. Go to hell because that's where you'll be. <laughs> uh, I have something I'm going to tell you off the air that happened tonight that, that I, I laughed so hard and I got God a kicked lot in of the trouble. ball. What happened? No, no. Did you, uh, just to set it up so nobody, actually set it up so everybody gets angry because I will not say this on the air. Yeah. Did you hear all of the fire engines and police cars going off about a half hour ago? 
I did not. Did, did you not hear them? Okay, I'll tell you I later. I was watching what. the Cocoon 2, the return, no, Cocoon Jim. 2. Uh, the return. Uh, I'll tell you what that was all about and why right. I got in trouble when we take oh, a break. Good. But right now, we're going to go to what we like to call, Eric, the rant and raves, but, which has become the, the goddamn gong show. I thought that Chuck Barris had, had died. He actually passed away this week. We talked about it on the... Did he pass the torch on to us? Because he I don't passed want that the torch. torch. This has become the gong show. Now, because of that, from now on, not tonight... From now on, there will be a gong from from here on out. There may still be tonight. I may have one just myself uh, because some of these are getting goddamn ridiculous, Eric. Ridiculous, as they say, in certain parts of the country. No, nobody says that. But this is... The rant and raves. Oh, I didn't even say how you can get a hold of the rant and raves. Probably because I'm trying to keep it from people. And also, just people who listen to our other podcasts, the Pop Culture Podcast, have been asking, hey, when are you going to start having mail and the rant and raves on that? And and Hmm. tonight, just it it sealed the deal. Never. Never, Eric. We will never, ever get that because that podcast, we like to get in and out, hour and a half, two hours, boom. You hear me and Eric yapping, Boom, and a, you know, and then we're out. You start up this rant and rave line, which here's me. Hey, Eric, we should have this rant and rave line. It's going to be great. What's going to happen is these people are going to call and they're going to read Justice League, uh-huh. and they're going to go. They're going to call. Beep, 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 beep. Here, I, I, wait a minute. That's I gotta, way I more got, numbers than that. I got, I got, I got to get this. It's like beep, 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 yeah, there, Weird Science DC Comics. I just read that Justice League, and woo I don't know what you're talking about. That's some good-ass writing right there. See, there you go. Rant and rant. Then the next one. Beep, 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 ba, dee, dee, dee. Yeah, yeah, there, uh, I just read that blue beetle. It sounds like the same guy, doesn't it? He just hey does books. Hey there, what you doing now? Uh, I'm calling from down under, and I've just read The Flash, and I think it really makes the Australians look uh, not so good, so I don't like it. There you go. Rant race. Did I, I sound like I was on the phone? That goddamn phone bill now. <laughs> Did I sound like I was on the phone when I was still when I was trying to uh, change the You sound the like deal. something, but I'll take okay. it. Okay, how about that? And then the next one. Beep, 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 beep. Hello, Jim. Oh, it's it God? God. Stop bothering me. There you go. There, he's called into the rant room. God, yeah. God had a rant. God, I'm going to say, God, it's me. It's me, Jimmy. God's not listening, Eric. He never no, does. He's but not. you can call him the rant rave line. You what have you done for God lately, Jim? Uh, nothing. 641. What has he done for me ever? 641715. He made, he made my mother give birth to me. The fucking biggest mistake of my life. 641715-3900. Enter extension 452328. Followed by the pound sign, Eric. It's just that easy, folks. Yes, and here we go. Here we go. I got to find them, though. I'm, I'm off. Here we go. Hello, all. This is Brian Hitch calling again. Second time caller, long time listener. I just got done listening to the part of last week's podcast where I heard that chode Jamie Weiner share his distaste for my last issue. He wouldn't know good taste even if it jumped out and bit him through his glory hole. My last issue was very thought-provoking. I actually developed the idea while listening to this new English band, The Beatles. Have you fucks heard of this in America yet? never heard of them. Are they Their here name yet? is genius. Can't wait for that British you invasion. They spell Beatles like a beat on the drum. I may have to steal that little spelling idea for my next issue. Or better yet, 
maybe I will incorporate a new blue beetle in my next arc. So, Mr. Weeder, you uh, had flaws in my issue, did you? That's what everybody you mentioned used to your call lack me of understanding as you attack the timeless in all. each time period. I'll slice their throats. You said it made no fucking sense because Molly told them to only that. defend that <laughs> period of time. Jesus, Jamie, no need to get your damn bits in a twist. You're racist. Well, <laughs> I took a page out of your American football, Jamie. Sometimes Timey. a good defense is a great offense. I wanted to Defense score a touchdown zone. dunk prior to striking out with a turkey, as they say in I wasn't Austria. paying attention. I think he's calling you, Jamie. What were the heroes supposed he to do? Wait but for I'm the your machine my bad. to raise holy yeah, hell, the hell on them? It's not like they thought the time was coming. I was looking at a picture of a robot and lost track. Molly told them they were the <laughs> villains and heroes. You're looking up Brian Hicks' like uh, Twitter. Wankers. No, I was just looking at Next, the 2X. Next, mentioned that one of them must be lying, Tempest or Molly. No one is lying, Jamie. Tempest is saving the multiverse by moving this one. Molly is simply trying to stop that from happening. That's it. It's pretty cut and dry. Maybe I need to slow cut my story dry. Is that like down for you. Yes. I mean, this story is basically a mix between Independence Hello, Day, Mr. Dry. Stargate, and Terminator, all of which was centered around your slow American culture. I thought the average fat fuck could figure this out. Erica Stray seemed to understand full. Who's just not average? Lastly, you over mentioned no. Superman snitching on the heroes. I believe you mean sharing their plan. Am I right? Well, Superman is a goddamn right? idiot. To keep him accurate to the storyline, I must make him as such. I kind of mimic my Superman after Bruce Willis from this new movie Rambo that came out. You should really see it. I believe he said. Come with me if you want to live. Ms. Superman is basically the dumb American idiot. That's also why you'll notice Tempest explaining his plan repeatedly to Superman so that he understands what's going on. Jamie and Erica, I hope you continue on this little show of yours. It's very cute. I'm glad I could come on so and be of service in explaining the details of my story to you. Maybe you just need to be more imaginative. But Americans are all the same, like Peter Griffin from the TV show American Dad, who always says, no, that's kind of how I see you. I believe it was Albert Einstein that said, imagination is more important than knowledge, because in my day, we didn't have internet porn. But it's probably Gandalf who said it best, do or do not, there is no tribe. I live by that personally. I will take your dumbass comments into account and use them as fuel for my next issue, even though, Mr. Weiner, you are so fucking wrong. But it is my responsibility to write quality stories, so I will (laughs) listen to my fans, Jamie and Erica, and push forward. Like Tony Stark said in the the movie Finding Dory, with great power comes great responsibility, and I have great power and responsibility to my fans. Thank you all again for your time, and remember, like Gandalf said in the Chronicles of Narnia, may the force be with you, Mr. Potter. That is true. Cheerio. Cheerio. There's Brian Hitch. He's got to remember Jaime. Jaime, Eric. Jaime. Jaime. The next one is a concerned fan for you, Eric, and uh, this is in regards that possibly your neighbor has blown the whistle at you smoking pot in your apartment. But I don't. We don't know that. Nobody knows that, Eric. 
I know better than most. Uh, I don't know. I you're always <coughs> going to the Taco Bell. There we go. Bro. It's delicious. Eric, bro. Yeah. Yo, your neighbor tells me you took the chalice, bro. I didn't know. She told me earlier you puffed the chiba, bro. We could have got down, bro. <laughs> Last week after the ultimate B sesh, the bro yeah. came back to my pad and fired up Luca the three foot hookah with some naughty nice. funk nuggets, little orange willikers, some Quaker Town Hayes Kush, bro. Yeah, some we Quaker Town so Hayes Kush. We got... spent like five hours looking for the remote control to change the TV channel. Turns out we were in the laundry room the whole time, bro. It happens. Burgers wrapped all over the floor, but it's all good in the hood, my bro. Look, come out next week for some ultimate. I'll bring a fatty a raspberry whistle rocket kind, <laughs> bud. We'll choke a spliff. That's Go so mount some taco bizzo munchie killers, yeah? I'll call yeah. Razzle, the Junkmeister, Bro Bro Joel, Jeff Spliff. You give a holler to Thumbelino, Fart Knocker, Jeff Arnold, and Honky Matt. We'll chill out like crew, yeah, bro? Like back in the old days. Yeah, bro. <sighs> yeah, it does remind me, though. Back when I last played, like, Ultimate B, I did yeah. have a giant glass bowl that I called Joe Frazier. So when anybody asked, yo, Eric, what you doing? Smoking Joe Frazier. Uh, that's clever. Eric. You're going to call Rant Rave next? You're fucking <laughs> All I know is I... It was a long time ago. That was a concerned fan. I, I just... I'm glad that... You want to uh, play some Ultimate glad, now, though. I'm glad Honky Matt is allowed back into the group. I know he had a falling out at one point, <laughs> but now it seems like he's back in good graces. Everybody needs a Honky in their group, Honky man. Matt. Quaker Town Hayes. That, that's your favorite, right? The Quaker Town <laughs> Hayes. Yeah. Uh, it's please. just fucking uh, pine fresh in a sock, the Quaker uh, Town Hayes. I, I'm telling you, I just if if the concerned fan could possibly uh, call us back and let us know about the Puerto Rican toothpick, I would be very very happy. Negro uh, Jack. Yes, the next the next <laughs> rant rave is from our man Deron. Hey Jim. Hey Eric. What's up, Deron? This is Deron. Hope you guys so are doing all right. With- um. I've uh, checked out a, a few things lately. Um, in particular, um, I posed a question on Twitter, which, of course, people all know you can find me on Twitter at DJM934. Uh, I posed a question that was, uh, um, which do people think is the better comic, Batman or Detective Comics? I got some, about a 50-50 response for each. Um, so it was kind of mixed. But uh, a few things that I've been noticing out about two bucks of is that I noticed way back in, uh, I believe it was Batman number 15, you had uh, either Batman or Bruce Wayne, I cannot remember, it's been a while, but uh, they were in like this restaurant, and uh, Batburger? it was like Batman was with some of the members of the Bat family, and the members of the Bat family were, I want to say it was Jason Todd and maybe Damien. We're and like, and do- I want my fries, Joker eyes. And I'm like, what is this? And then you had Batman eating the hamburger with a knife and fork. Like a goddamn Who does monster. That? I mean, my a mother monster. does. I do. But, I mean, he's just messy. sitting there eating it with a knife and fork. Monster. And messy just earlier in the rebirth for Red Hood, he's just like chowing down with Jason. I don't know. Maybe that's just the rich Nobody's guy. Watching. I really don't know. Get the cow on. I just this is something that kind of I noticed. Um, but it's fancier. I mean, some a few criticisms I have, and and I like Tom King. He's a great writer and everything. But some of the dialogue 
has been a little off to me, like Bane saying, uh, I give nightmares or something like yeah, that. Right, does. You guys and were talking about it. Like, and I dreams. want to say it was maybe last week or the week before or something. It's very but, odd. Uh, and pain. But uh, the main thing is this, this Joy whole and thing pain, with Catwoman and Bane. Joy. It's been dragging on come now on, for how many arcs? Like two or three arcs? And like sunshine. six months? What else? What else? It's, it's just, I'm like, I'm now I'm like, okay, enough already. But it's the artwork, over the like, top dialogue. you know, I've been, I can't remember if I said it or not. Um, the artwork has been stellar. Yeah. Um, it's really been picking up. Um, the spoiler, I know I, I've, in the past, I've complained about spoiler and how much she irritates me. I think she's dead. But when she finally left the team and uh, she gave me her reasons why she left the team, I was like, I was like, okay, I can I can get on board with this. This this is kind of cool, you know, because you know she'll be back at some point. Uh, uh-huh. I read some solicits that she will be coming back, but not necessarily to the team, but um, basically still maintaining a presence in the book. Um, but with uh, Azrael and Batwing, I'm not really a fan of Batwing, uh, but I like black, I kind of like Azrael. Jeez. So a lot of those characters from the 90s, I remember reading about <laughs> during my teenage years. Um, I'm thinking more You're Detective Comics is more uh, of a Batman book for me. Um, so that's Detective Comics is definitely the book that I'm sticking with as far as like my subscription. Um, I'll say my just, book. A, a big part of this is I, I really want to read more books. I really do. It's just that, you know, when you got a house full of kids, you know, you have to be more selective. It's like you guys have your um, do-or-die pull list of, uh, what was it, $25? I'm, I'm basically right about there. So, And uh, these books, the one thing I don't like that Marvel and DC does is like, hey, let's ship them twice a month. And, I, I mean, yeah, it sounded good when when this whole DC, DC rebirth business started. But it's like, damn, I, I want to read about more characters. But now no. it's like I have to be more picky, and some of these arcs, I feel like some of these books, I feel like would be better if they were just once a month. But I don't know if this it's just me showing my age, or you know, or um, I feel spoiled. The society is now where yeah. everyone wants everything like now. Everything has to be so instantaneous. Like they they're not patient. They would they want to know, you know, they want their they want their uh, the payoff to be right then and there, and I want my cake you know, and eat it too. I kind of equate it to um, fatty to the way these Takes internet the streaming services like Netflix, like they'll put out like thirteen episodes and people stay up all for like a day and like watch all the episodes. I don't need and a day. I, I guess I'm like I keep saying I'm I never like, thirteen, old 13 like, episodes, thirteen um, hours. Bam, I'm done. You know, like once a week. You know, or but in this case, in comics, you know, I prefer comics to be once a month. If they were to put every go go back to put everything like once a month at three ninety nine, I'd be fine with that because I could pick up more books and, and and more different characters. But now, I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm not going to buy this one issue of Detective Comics and go go back the next month and pick up another issue of Detective Comics because then that way I'm I'm constantly one issue behind. So yeah. But um, as far as all that, I mean. Yeah, I really think I like I enjoy the detective comics. Uh the All Star Batman I can't really get into. Um A lot of people are saying that. I mean yeah. I like Scott Snyder's Court of the Owls. Um so don't doubt dancing like that. 
But uh, yeah, I'm with you. That All Star Batman is, is pretty good. <laughs> um, but it's not enough for me to pay like four ninety nine. It's going to go and, down uh, with all the other books. The backup stuff so, next issue, but still. But uh, I, mean, I wanted to tell you guys that uh, I've been working on uh, some fan fiction pieces. One for uh, Jason Todd as Red Hood, and another one as uh, one about the Green Lantern Corps uh, by the uh, from the perspective of Guy Gardner. My first one's called Between. And I've been working on those and, and hard uh, because I like you guys and I know how hardworking you are. And, you guys have been uh, pretty supportive of what I've been, my struggles and what I've been trying to do in terms of writing and blogging and such. Um, I'm going to, I'm willing to give you guys a uh, first crack if you'd like to have them uh, up published on your site. Um, I don't know when they're going to be done. It could be months, but like I said, uh, I just wanted to come on here and let you guys know that's that fine. I'm willing to give you guys first crack. If that's a thing that you guys would be interested in. Um, but uh, I also wanted to tell uh, Jim that I'm work. I'm currently uh, working on the review for the second issue of Red Hood: The Lost nice. Days uh, for you guys, and I'll have that um, done here probably yeah, within the next week. And, yeah, you're not um, involved in that, so it'll go up there for <laughs> the people that will be interested in seeing. You have that. to whisper that to Ron. Um, just not here. But whisper. for now, uh, I, I kind of wanted to wrap this up. Um, I'm sure you guys have got like other rants or raves, um, but uh, yeah, like people can find raves. me, like I said on my <laughs> Twitter, which I mentioned earlier at DGM934, and to let people know that um, uh, Murph Manor has been reborn and is now on a uh, a new URL, and I'm still reformatting and putting things over there. Uh, I'm just trying to work on my product and make it. Um, a little better, and I've been uh, thinking about working on some things through Patreon that I'm going to be hopefully uh, unveiling in the future. And uh, but the website is uh, djmurphy.wordpress.com. Um, I've been recently getting back in the Slack and the Get Fresh crew, and uh, it's nice to see that you guys are still on uh, trucking along. And if you guys uh, need to contact me in terms of writing articles or whatever. You guys know where to find me. My sword is yours. Nice. Um, but anyway, uh, you guys. Uh, what am I going to do with a sword? Uh, oh, keep I it real, and uh, I'll see you guys in seven. Ah. <laughs> well, maybe. That'd be cool. uh, thank you, Deron. Remember at the beginning when we first started and we had the uh, fan fiction theater where I had time oh, yeah. to read uh, sexy fan fiction that I wrote? No, <laughs> 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 oh, it was the best. Uh, if you go back and hear that, it, 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 everything that I write fan fiction, that's I, I give D-Ron full credit because I'm sure his fan fiction will be completely, you know, straight to the, the deal and whatnot. Mine always turns sexy whether I want it to or not. It always usually uh, involves at least two Robins, and uh-huh. then away mm-hmm. we go. It writes itself then. Uh, yes, and it's usually in the Batcave when Batman's not there. That is usually the setup for every bit of fan fiction that I have. And Alfred's read. in the closet watching through oh, a Oh, rant. Alfred's watching. Oh, yeah. Alfred's watching. All right. Uh, the next rant rave is from Drew. Drew does not seem to like Zack Snyder. Eric, he is not a big fan, and he's going to tell us why. I believe. I believe that's Is that the founder of Snyder and Hanover Pretzels? Zack Snyder of as Snyder and Hanover Pretzels, the best hard pretzels that you could buy. America's Eric. Pretzels. So if, if he does not like that, 
then I don't know what the hell. Hey, Joe, wrong. you ever heard of uh, you know, honey mustard? Yeah, you hear that, honey mustard? What the condiment? No, no, the pretzel. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we, we've heard of it. Wrong term, but here is Joe. So I'm talking to Joe chill and he's telling me why he didn't like batman versus superman don't talk to him he's a murderer and he's like listen batman's cool and all but he only works in contrast to superman superman came first then batman batman is like the dark shadow of like superman's like nobility but in batman versus superman their temperaments are the same i mean Zack Snyder only knows how to uh, paint in one color. I mean, and what the fuck was that Senate hearing scene? Jesus Christ, this movie's garbage. And Did I'm like, whoa, 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 Joe, baby, honey, please, listen. Zack Snyder's a visionary. Watchmen's a good Drew movie. and Joe are getting close. <laughs> he can make movies. He knows what he's doing. Does he? His problem is he doesn't like nerds. He wants to be Who the cool it? guy. Andy? I mean I don't like nerds either, but I like that nerd's rope. Lex Luthor Absolutely not. That's fucking bullshit. Should be a big tall bald guy. Should be fucking Billy Zane is what it should be. Oh, I know it. A really short guy with long Weird dangly long. hair and sort of reminds me of Woody Allen. <laughs> is it because he's Jewish? Why is Lex Luthor a little guy with a, with a high-pitched voice like this? Instead of a low-pitched voice like this, <laughs> I'm How Lex Luthor. I hate yeah, Superman. Yeah, Billy it. You're right, Drew. So now you got Batman and Superman being really cool, kind of angry, buff dudes. Sure are buff. Whose mothers have the same name? It happens. Yes, they do. Fucking genius. <laughs> they have the same fucking name. You ever thought is about this that Joe's shit? Joe's perspective or is this yours? That's a crucial plot point. That's the only important plot point. That's why well, they're the friends. Only way for people to become friends if their mother's name is the <laughs> same name Superman if they give each other up. Wouldn't be My friends unless Pauline. their mother's names were the That's same. Pauline. Never met anybody whose name mother's name's Pauline. My mother's named Pauline. No, we're best friends now. I now know. I will I'll never watch another Zack Snyder oh. movie. Yes, you will. Why is he allowed like to make that? movies? <laughs> I guess I'm just calling him out as a liar right about now. This new Justice League trailer. I mean, Justice League is my favorite thing, and. Right now, I'm really? in the comics right now? For Justice League and uh, from the Brian team. Hitch. Mm. And now Zack Snyder is He's making depressed. more movies about my favorite things and just makes me upset. I'm still confused whether this is Drew or Joe Chill. I don't know what it is because I'm super lenient on the comics these days. Like, I get, like, all of uh, <laughs> I don't like the, the criticisms Drew. of the Reborn story. Yeah. Still enjoyed it. I like the Jolly Joe was singing last week. Last Pretty week he was singing. on the comics, but the movies. This, what I is just this? Zoloft no for. <laughs> no, he actually has. Zack Snyder has got to I was on go. Zoloft. No feelings. All right, that's enough. All right, it's enough of me belly Come aching. Come on, finish with right, the song. Have a good show, Finish guys. strong.
piece. Come on. I don't even know if I have energy right now for a whoop whoop from, uh, you know, the Good Fresh crew. I might need a little help with this one, guys. You can do it. Come um, on, baby. You can do it. Step back from that ledge, my friend. Jim. <laughs> do it. I need I need your help. Do it. I need you to start playing some uh, some of our favorite whoop whoops. I can't, I can't you know play the ones it while I'm you're talking. talking about. We're on the same oh, yeah. soundboard. God damn it! Here's a couple seconds for you to just fill God with some whoop whoops and maybe you're I'll get a little me happier. Out there. Why will he not listen to us? Whoop, whoop. Did that sound That's like that? Pretty good. My... I liked it. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was a good one. Whoop, Thanks, Jim. Whoop. I feel a lot better. Shout out to the Good Fresh crew. Much Jeff. love. You guys are great. <laughs> All right, Drew out. Oh, Drew. Out, Eric Drew. Out, he's out, my man. He's out. Yeah, I, I hope I, he's still alive next week. Let, he sounded like he was about to jump off a cliff. Yeah, just think of that. If I could do it, here, here, I'll do it again. Whoop. Actually, I started bad here. Whoop, whoop. I did whoop. Whoop. the first time. Oh, that first one was good. I forgot the ending with that crazy bit. Ah, uh, yes, ah, uh, yes. But the sure. next one. Is Dancing Mike, Eric. Dancing Mike uh, has a lot to say. Here we go. All right. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric. And hello, mother. Hello, father. Hello, father. Here yeah. I am at Camp Granada. So anyway, I want to start out with a few oh. shout-outs to uh, Snoopy Doop Donald Kensington. Yo! Uh, Mel Robot. Zip, Donna Rhea Dave. Syphilis Steve. Tommy Trent. Shit! Fuck! Um, sexy jelly, the cattle rustler, cotton virgins, um, and of course the Get Fresh Robot Crew, beep bop boop, and the Get Fresh Crew. Whoop, 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 First of all, I wanted to get back to something that um, I saw on the Get Fresh Crew whoop, whoop, Slack chat room. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Jim spells his son's name Rafe R A E F, which I'm right. so sa- I'm so glad now because if uh, if they'd have been maybe different, I would have had to drive to Quaker Town and bitch slap Jim because Rafe is spelled R A E F. That's good. Unlike Rafe Fines, I'm sorry, Rafe Fines is a pretentious douchebag who doesn't like his own name. So because your boy's Rafe named after. Yeah, is it is, but we spelled Maybe right. R-A-E-F, but it's not R-A-L-P-H. No. That's Ralph. Yes, he needs to deal with the, ne- the fact that his name, name is Ralph. Sure is. Because otherwise, the character from Happy, Happy Days would be Rafe Mouth, and that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> or maybe Rafe Mafe, and hey, still Rafe wouldn't be Mouth. as funny. Anyway, let's just get that straight. Ralph Fines is Ralph Fines. Yes. Uh, so, Case I was a bit closed, down Eric. on my Glad books I know. this week, and I'm just kind of down about a lot of stuff this week, and it might start with the books being down for me. Batman Beyond number six. Apparently, Carter Wilson's injuries were terminal. Huh? Sure were. It's good. The prototype suit terminal. is one so dangerous to its wearer it, that it might get Terry killed. So, uh-huh. while it's good they might be getting rid of the Batman suit, I drew... I do agree with Eric Shea's review that you think maybe you should, you know, Get call him on the comm or something and say, <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, Terry, you might not want to wear that there suit that might get you killed. Just a thought. No. And like I said, I was liking the issue okay as it was going along, but then they get to the end where, oh, yeah, 
I'm going to put myself first in front of Batman and the safety of all the civilians and people of Gotham. The how bad can it be? What bat signals are? Probably maybe pretty bad. Maybe you should check it out. And if you're not going to answer the bat signal, maybe you shouldn't be Batman. Just a thought. So until the disappointing ending, I was liking that issue. Uh, Art was good. And hopefully they'll get rid of the Micronaut suit, like I said. But not really digging that ending because it makes Terry look like a douchebag. So I'm, I'm tired of reading Batman being a douchebag in books. Like I said, if I wanted a douchebag Batman, I'd go read all Snyder Batman, which stars bitch-ass Billy the detective. Wonder <laughs> Woman 19. Okay, so she's just better. Like I think, again, Eric said in his review, and it was the thing that bothered me the most. Stuff. She's just better. So that whole thing, talking to the snake, that was just filler for a couple of issues. Dang. Just oh, we needed to kill, we needed to fill a bunch of pages. So we'll just have Wonder Woman talking to a snake in her arm, yeah. and that's yeah, that's great. She's better now. Good old she's snake arm, big bull guy, and that's all forgotten. And she's on hell ridiculous. I do agree. The art was kind of down, and um, it was that sucked. I don't if if Rucka could get. No, it's Both just not stories up to par with William good at the same time. This would be an awesome series because right now, the year one continuation stuff that is awesome now. That but now sense. the God Watch, it's just kind of bleh. Maybe with maybe she's better now, and we'll find out. Well, besides the fact you know she's dead because she got shot through the chest, but. Once that gets resolved, maybe, you know, they'll get them, he can get them both good at the same time. That would be wonderful. It'd be wonderful, wonderful. Detective Comics number 953. Well, there, the best moment, there was a good moment, the interaction between Clayface and Cassandra. Loved it. That was a good moment. Okay, Not and there Harper was no Harper Row. at least she wasn't in it or mentioned directly. But let's get to the stuff I didn't like about this issue, which was plentiful. Oh. Okay, um, Clayface's <laughs> look has changed entirely. Not sure if I like this better or worse. I know it's an art thing, but yeah, so it's not very consistent, but at least we know it is Clayface. So that's not a big quibble. He's Batman got his ass kicked again. That's every month. Back. Detective Comics, or every two I weeks, Detective Comics. Here's, here's Batman getting his back. ass kicked again. Um, they keep referencing the worst fucking storylines. First of all, you dealt with Monster Men over and over. Now let's yes. take you back to Batman Eternal. Oh, Bat- I have, I'm sorry, Batman I have and Robin Eternal. Before we talk. And I know, Jim, you said in your review that I would like the mention of Mother. Yes, the the what the, the yeah. They mentioned Mother, all right. Yeah. And you know, you mention Mother every week. I love I put hearing in my re- about that freaking storyline. Dancing Mike's gonna love this. And the <laughs> art, Jim. I, okay. I do agree, Jim, that most of the issue, the art was pretty good, but I you can't it. tell me at the the bottom of page two on the left-hand side, that panel, you cannot tell me that that is oh, not a blow. bird mask. That is not Batman's cow. That is a bird mask. I think he's Harvey Batman, at attorney I, I at don't law. I have the books at, at the ready. So that was my comics this week, three of them, and I'm just kind of not up on many of them at all. No, this week actually uh, so anyway, much um, sucked. One thing I wanted to mention, I was noticing on the, I think the Pop Culture Podcast. It's hard to get. Yeah, we do that. Not the Pop Culture Podcast. I can't get you guys. You guys do so many podcasts and do so much, I can't keep it straight. On the spotlight, I believe. 
Jim, you were referencing the fact that um, some people were saying Action Comics uh, killed the New 52, got rid of the New 52, yeah. and you were talking about how pissed you would be if the New 52 were gone because, you know, you spent, you know, you you started reading because the New no, 52. No, it's because you I got just started to say that we were going to have this You're other so podcast. invested in that, you don't yeah. want to be all, all be ripped away. Well, okay, as pissed as you would be with that being gone, Imagine if you had been reading comics for, oh, say, 40 years or so, and then they said, oh, yeah, that stuff you've been reading, that doesn't matter. That's all gone. Well, I didn't read it in this week. So I'm just take what felon. you've been, you I don't know, care about those people. What you would feel and multiply that times like eight or so, or for some people, maybe longer. And that's how pissed we were at the New 52 right. doing that. People weren't so, buying yeah, comics. Uh, the yeah, if, you, you if they got rid of the New 52, mic. you know what? I wouldn't care because, hey, I've been through it before. And the New 52 sucked compared to you what came before. So that's there you go. About it. And, yeah, I'm sorry. You can't just say now that because of Death of Superman, you can make it better. So, yeah, there's – oh, hey, uh, okay. You, you were saying, you know, that – so, you know, Death of yeah, Superman happened on, and yeah. now that, that happened and this uh, – you know, the, they're the merged as one and everything that – you. The new 52 fucked up too many things that can't be fixed without having another rebate, reboot that makes that obsolete. That's all I'm saying, because you can't resolve the things. You can't make Nightfall happen in any kind of sense again. You can't That's make the stuff happen. with Oracle happen in any kind of sense. It is just the new 52 ended up being a fucking disaster. That being said, what another thing they stole? Well, I'm just going to go off on here. That another thing they stole besides um, hope and love the was they stole the fact, uh, the ability for Scott Snyder to write a Batman story. As I've said before, one of the main reasons it got me back into comics was um, the great work that Scott Snyder was doing pre New Fifty Two on Detective, Detective comics, comics with Batman yeah. as Dick Grayson. And like I said, when they rebooted, um, Snyder decided that he didn't want to write. Uh, Batman is Bruce because he was going to keep Batman being a dick, even if it wasn't Dick Grayson. And this whole thing about, you know, and Court of Owls was good, but during this whole thing, we never had him with Damien. And Scott Snyder gave some excuse, I have a son around that age, and I just wouldn't feel bullshit. You just didn't want to use Damien because you want to play with we, we your had a own Batman toys. And, Robin book. and that's why you brought him on the worst Batman sidekick we've ever seen. And I'm sorry, I forgot. It's not Batman. It's bitch-ass Billy the Detective. He has not written Batman stories Somebody could since, ask Mike what time um, it is. Basically, the Black Mirror. So I used to be a big Snyder. fan of Snyder, but now, like I said in the Slack chat also, he is so concerned with showing us how innovative and creative and smart he is that he's not interested in writing a good story, much less a good Batman story. And so that, and that's again, he was the big star of the new 52. And if that's what you're hanging your hat on, then I'm not interested. So if they ever decide to blow up the new 52 continuity, I would be just fine with that. Sorry, Jim. That's how I feel. So I'm going off on a bit of a rant here. Anyway, that's all I've got for this week. Ah, preparing for next week. Everyone needs to need, eat some Olestra chips because it looks like next week oh, we is. all have annual weakage. And you know, Olestra chips give you annual weakage. I do not know that. And no. I, one I other thing you, about that week, I am going to take a chance shit. and buy I'll tell you Green Lantern Space Ghost. And I know as soon as In I get it, I will Eric. read it and it will be nonsense and I will hate it. But I like Mike, Green make Lantern, sure you get Future Quest and Freaking Adam Strange, continuation yeah, of Death of Hawkman. Yeah, no, Pre-New 52. Um, I like Green ah, Lantern and Space Ghost, so I will probably give that a chance and then I will probably absolutely hate it. 
And I don't know if there's anything else coming out that has annuals that I read, but I will see that when we get closer to next yeah, week. Yeah, Batgirl, man, come on. So until next week, um, keep it weird, spotlight out, and see you in seven. Uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you. I see what he's talking about with that bird mask on Batman. It's not that bad. I, I don't I don't have the books up yet, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I had told you at one point that my buddy Herb, when those Lester trips came out, my buddy Herb got some, and we were watching some Eagles game, I think it might have right. been, and he had a big bowl of them, and I'm going to town. He never said anything about it. And what I is an Lester chip? What's that? What is an Lester chip? It's when they had that, it's that fat that isn't fat. It, it's the oh, chips okay. that Bullshit. were non-fat stuff, and the problem is it gives everybody explosive diarrhea, and I don't awesome. even think they have it out anymore. I think it's long gone because, yeah, I had them, and I, I think that the the things it like severe stomach cramps and anal leakage might have been my the old exact fat back. Come on, man, talk, but yeah, it was it was crazy. It was a a thing that was supposed to kind of I don't know if it but bound up in inside you so that it didn't have any fat and it was going to be the next big thing. And then everybody got diarrhea, including me. I didn't even know I was did eating you, them. Did you shit your pants? No. I went to the bathroom. I'm a, I'm an adult. Right. When I sit there and I'm like, holy shit, I've got explosive diarrhea, I, I can still get to the bathroom. And let alone, I shit my pants, and then four other people that I know that happen to be on a podcast with me all <laughs> shit their pants all in one week. The, the, Come on, what baby, are the let's chances? Shit our pants Who together. isn't shitting their pants that week? Have, that, <laughs> have those fuck asses fucking shit their pants since then? What are they doing I, now? Pissing their pants? I told you, I can't listen are they to fucking podcasts all anymore. My phone picking broke. their noses or something? They all get AIDS? Is that what they're doing now for a fucking lark? I'm glad you can't listen to them. It's fucking nonsense. Fucking nonsense. Here, here's more. Why are you more. getting mad at me, man? Damn. Hey, just because you're sitting there laughing. Oh, yeah, you should hear this. The three people now shit their pants, and then the next day. It was like three months ago. Yeah, the, the next day. Oh, now the fourth person shit their pants. All in that three was next days. week. All in three days, it seemed that they were. It, it's still. How many people do you know that shit their pants this week? And don't I say don't the guy at work because I haven't even anybody. smelled that. We talked to enough people. These people, they're all on one podcast. All of them shit their pants in a week. You know what? That, that's fucking nonsense. Fucking nonsense. Jesus Christ. Shitting their... Oh, you know what? Hey, that guy got a laugh. I'm going to shit my pants so I have something to talk about. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Why did that have to come up? Here's Dancing Mike again, Eric. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric. And hello, mother. Just wanted to mention one more thing that I forgot to mention. I might never send a song in again after hearing Jolly Drew's intro song last week. That was incredibly awesome. Great job, Jolly Drew. It was. I forgot to mention that, and I apologize. Just wanted to send this quick note to let you know that that was awesome, and I enjoyed it very much, and don't know what, if I can ever do anything to top that. Of course, my songs are the bit of the shorter variety, but that was awesome. So good job, Jolly Drew. Just wanted to put that out there for everyone. And now, truly, because I have an Ice Bears game tonight, again, <laughs> I will see you all in seven. In seven. Uh, there's a, there's a freaking loser talk there, Mike. You know you gotta you gotta up the game now. Step it up. Actually, what you oh. do is you find out where Jolly Drew lives and you slice his throat. Then you win. Or break his kneecap. You're a winner, but you know, I don't know. When Tommy you're on, Harding, when you're on your way, you might shit your pants. It, it might happen. Adults. Uh, speaking of songs, Eric, we have a couple in a row here. Here we go. Oh. 
I wish you would step back off the list, my friend. We will cut ties before the lies that you've been lifting. And if you do know what I didn't you know that, me, that okay, freaking wrong I turn knew the number. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what numbers are. Yeah. Somebody else dialed. I would understand. Yeah. There you go, Eric. A prime use of the rant rave line. Yep. Continues now. So way back in the club, moving all bodies from side to side, side, side to side. Thank God the week is done. I feel like I don't think I know going back either. to life, back, back this to back life. Is this back to life? Like, back to life, suddenly, back to life. In my mind, it was the song that was featured in Weekend of Bernie's too. This I'm one or the one I was singing? Ain't I seen you Yours. before? Oh. I think I remember I'm just going to start singing eyes, myself. Eyes, eyes, eyes. Eyes, you got eyes, any requests while this is going on? Baby tonight, Real life. Send me an angel. Oh, I'm not singing that song. Baby I'd rather tonight, shit my pants The DJ got us falling in love tonight. Dance, dance, dance like it's the last, last night of <laughs> yeah. your life, life. Don't Did they start doing right. karaoke in the Baby Special Olympics? Tonight. Is that what this is? The DJ Sound got like. us falling in love tonight. This motherfucker's getting gold. <laughs> Oh god! I, it's karaoke night here on Weird Science, Eric. Uh, you you have any other requests? You want some requests for me? Could I, we're just gonna have karaoke night from now walk, on. Walk fuck the dinosaur. Fuck this! Uh, get along, get off the floor. Everybody do the dinosaur. I don't really know that song. Any others? Any others? Since Good. we're we're on this here, a- any crazy songs you want to hear? Some crazy songs. Uh. Land of Confusion. Nah, fuck that. I don't want to think. Uh, I don't even remember how that goes. That's right. I don't know the words to that, Eric. And, and yeah. in fact, I only know the Genesis version. I refuse Superman to sing any Genesis on this, uh, on this fucking podcast. But we're going to end with... I did actually have some songs lined up because I was so... Like, if this is going to be karaoke. We're going to be full-out karaoke. So I did have some songs. Eric, I'm not going to do those. We're going to just move on because I have one last rant and rave. And this actually ties all of the rent raves up into a nice little bow because it is one of the best rent and raves we've ever got. And really? not, not even any shade throwing at all the rest of them. It's awesome. It's Andrew from Belfast. Here we go. Shout out for the Get Fresh Crew. Go, go. You do. Whip, whip. Whip, whip. Say shout out for the Get Fresh Crew. Whip, whip. Whip, whip. Hello. <laughs> Say. Shout out for the Get Fresh Crew. Get up to the Get Fresh Crew. Say shout out for the Get Fresh Crew. Better than wrong turn. Shout out for the Get Fresh Crew. Whoa, whoa. Uh-oh. Say shout out for the Get Fresh Crew. That's awesome. I, I'm telling you, uh, Drew. That actually, it, it's weird. And I would think that anybody who has older kids, that makes me sad. Because I used to love when my kids were all lit on, they'd have fun with me. Now they fucking avoid me. They, they oh, Jim, avoid just me go like and adopt play. another child. Andrew, just have fun now. It gets, it doesn't continue. The fun train does not continue. 
Uh, when they get older, they just don't want any. They party. get older, then you have to fucking try to avoid him. You start a podcast, yeah, yeah. don't spend really? any time with him. And then you have your twelve-year-old bitching and moaning that he wants a phone, and then you tell him he's got to work for it, and he don't want to do that, and then he's fucking bitch. We got in a huge fight today. Then you hit him. Yeah, but yeah, I wanted to. We got in this huge fight because he does chores each day, and he gets money for these chores. But I told right. him you do, you can't consider this a two days of chores. Sweep up everything in a room in a pile and then not pick up the pile. The pile gets knocked around and the next day you repeat. That does not give you no, two days of not. chores. You and, and In fact, you, you better finish up this one on the second day to even get paid for the first day. And yeah. he has that. We have a whole, we have a thing. When he does his chores, I go on the computer. I have a little word pad thing and we boom, another buck or whatever. And now it's that he thinks that the chores, he should get more money. Uh, he, oh. I'm ripping him off. Then he goes to school. We have the, the account in school, the lunch account. And the one day I get a, a, a email or a, a text from Tanya and she's like, Hey, uh, can you put money in Logan's account? His account's. It's empty. I'm like, this is weird because they all have the same amount of money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They all have the same. So how can Logan's be done and the rest aren't? So I go on the little app I have. I load it up. There's Logan. He's got like minus 65 cents or something crazy. The rest have $9. I look. Fucker's eating parfaits. A fucking parfait all week. Every day he's eating these goddamn fucking parfaits. That's all it says. It says parfait. I'm fucking furious. And I, he's fucking, what are we, fucking donkey and Shrek with this goddamn parfait? fancy man. And I'm parfait. sitting there. I'm like, and it's just looking at me, laughing at me, parfait. I'm like, you not even like cookie or, or you know, jello. Pretzel? Parfait. Parfait, that's two bucks each, each fucking time. And I, I was so angry. And I come home and I'm like, the hell's going on with these parfaits? Well, I like them. Oh, that, that's fucking sweet oh, that you like them. Yeah. First off, Tanya's already told me too. Like, oh, you know what? They're, they called and they said Logan isn't eating his lunches. Uh, he's certainly paying for them because that's coming out. So basically, he gets a lunch, it sits there, and then he fucking goes and buys a parfait. Yeah, fucking fancy. And so I was so angry, and I came home and I was like, listen. That's coming out of your money. You're going to yeah. learn that you just can't. Nobody, not on my watch, Eric. No parfait. Uh, so uh, I took some of this money away just to try to prove to, you know, not prove, but to show him that if you, you can't just willy nilly just start throwing money around when you don't have it. And I also had said all along, listen, if you work for, you know, two months, you show me that you're trying hard, you're, you're saving up this money at, by doing chores, then I'll chip in the rest for this phone. And yeah. obviously, here's the deal. Uh, he's 12, so he doesn't even know. I will be chipping in the money because our bill will go up when he does activate this phone anyway. So, But it's fine if he's going to do it today. He's just like, uh, I think you're not giving me enough money. You do this and that. So I said, okay. And the whole discrepancy was $2. He said he had yeah. two more dollars than what it said on the All of a sudden, he became a fucking pad. paper boy. Oh, yeah, you should have $2. So I said, okay, here's here's the deal. You want that two dollars that you're bitching so much about? I might take back that you know extra thirty that I said I'd throw in at the end. That's how much you want this two dollars. You, you you want to prove your point that this two dollars means so much? He's like, yeah. I said, okay, you don't get through. Fine. There's the thirty dollars gone. Now you're gonna work another fucking month to get this phone. And that we were just about to go food shopping, and then he's fucking sad sack. He's laying on the fucking couch. Oh, I don't want to go. Eh, screw you. I said, you're not. I don't want you to go. So I go. We're we're shopping. I get texts. I didn't even see my phone. I get fucking five texts. Why are you so mean? 
<laughs> no, no, I'm trying to prove a point to fucking Johnny Parfait here. I, I'm, I'm sure we had a. Uh, Where did you learn to eat? We these? had lasagna. Uh, we had lasagna t- uh, tonight with uh, garlic bread. I wonder if he wanted a parfait when he was done. And this is my son that he'll we'll have hot dogs or hamburgers. He don't. He doesn't want a bun on it. It just drives me nuts. It, you know what really drives me nuts? We have a lot of people in this goddamn house. Sometimes oh, yeah. I'm going to make dinner. We're just going to have hot dogs, say. Okay, yeah. hot dogs. You know, you're just going to have two hot dogs. For the most part, you don't really need a plate for a hot dog. It's in a bun, right? So you have the bun. Yeah. This is, I'm telling you, this is like last second dinner before the podcast where I'm like, okay, Jesus Christ, uh, I don't want to do dishes. I'm going to just do this. We're going to have hot dogs. There's him. I don't like the bun. So I fucking had him two hot dogs. There you go. Fucking put your two hands out there. You got them hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want some baked beans here? They're in your pocket, you motherfucker. <laughs> eat, eat, enjoy. I can shove some, a fucking here, here, spoon. Have some, have some sleeve yeah, baked yeah, beans. Yeah. <laughs> have some sleeve chips. <sighs> yeah, it's just fucking Mister Parfait. That's but. the thing is too. I don't think I could ever be a parent because I might even go that route where I might open their pocket up right there and just oh, throw I, it I, in. I, I get to there. I, I'm telling in. you, at the point where I get so angry so and I angry. just slap the goddamn hot dogs right in his hands and they, oh, oh, where's the plate? Where's the plate? You know where the plate is in the sink. Clean it if you really want one. But you know what you could use? I wouldn't even mind if he said, "Listen, Dad." Yeah, put the hot dogs in the bun. I'm not going to eat the bun, but we'll use that as an impromptu plate. Whatever. That's what I imagine Whatever. you do. No, not him. He doesn't want it touching. Yeah, and then he saw – oh, and that, that was the other thing. This happened last night because He's we on were that hardcore Atkins No, no, he, 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 puts the, yeah, he puts the hot dogs on his, in his pants. He's sitting there. He puts it on his, his pants, and then he's bitching at me. This hot dog has hair on it. Said, yeah, because it was on your pants. I bet that parfait didn't have any fucking hair in it, the fucking $2 parfait. What do I look like? Fucking Bill Gates. Bill Gates sitting there with his two dollar parfaits. Rockefeller is getting <laughs> parfaits every day. I'm telling you, the the whole issue is it, it's Living not like even kings with their parfaits. It, it's not even the money. It's the fact that I have like all these things set up to be like the money in the in the account to all be the same. Yeah, so I know exactly money. Money's is money's, but I like to know when to replenish, and I don't want them going. And the the freaking lunch lady, like, oh, you don't have any money. What's your dad lose his job? Shit like that, lunch lady. But Eric, that, that's the end of this section. That's all it is. It's, you don't want the lunch lady thinking badly about you. No, I, I've never met her, but and I never will. <laughs> just the, just the idea. Yeah, I don't of need it. some lady Apology. there with a, a fucking beard, yelling at me, fucking beard net on her, yelling fucking because I can't afford parfaits. I'm sorry, I'm a working man. I, I don't right. need parfaits. I, I don't buy parfaits, and I don't poop my pants. said that because I think that Logan's outside. Listen to me. Fucking shaking his fist. I'm looking oh, you, Don Williams don't even go get his fancy coffees no, anymore. Logan's no. parfaits. Don Williams actually went up to the place uh, at Wawa, went up to the machine the other day, and oh, actually almost. Did you see when Don Williams went up there and I started did. pressing buttons? Because Don Williams was going to get himself a Wawa version of the Shamrock Shake until Don Williams saw that that was $4.50 <laughs> and bailed here. and canceled his order and went and got his goddamn regular coffee and got the fuck out of there. There you go. Times are tough for Don Williams. No, Don Williams does not like – Don Williams worries. He's, he's, uh, he's worrisome Williams, but he's also – you know, he, he, he knows – 
what he needs to spend money on. He doesn't need to spend money on no fancy goddamn shamrock shake. When I was a kid, I told you, at one point, <laughs> shamrock shakes were just a vanilla shake with food coloring, and they weren't even mint-flavored. Then All of a sudden, I went from one part of my life to getting shamrock shakes all the time. I stopped making them. In the meantime, the, the shit got fancy at, at the McDonald's. You go in there, it's got whipped cream and these little sprinkles and shit like that. What the fuck is don't that? Don't that cherry. I don't need that. That's no shamrock shake to me. You just get a regular shit. Well, actually, now you can't get a regular shake. Shake. It's the goddamn McCafe. The McCafe, man. Come on, Fuck get that. on the trolley. Fuck that McCafe. Just give me a goddamn cup with a shake in it. I don't even like that shit. But yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go. <laughs> I don't even to, like it. I know. I don't like that that crap. I just give me a regular goddamn shake. Uh, but we're gonna go off now to like the. News, right? Is the news next? I'm all in a tizzy. I'm going to go off. I'm going to let off some steam, maybe a little uh, Werner Fight Club going on in between this section. But we'll be right back. think that that is like a fucked up version of the cheers theme for some reason it's like <laughs> there's everybody there and they're like yeah they know your name except for eric who's outside looking in and you're why just won't there. they let me in the door you're just there looking in and all upset it's because you're irish that's I'm why like, they they don't want you your got, stinking you got irish eric face in there. there but it's all <laughs> like we said no eric so loud no we, eric one we already have one oh, it's eric Stoltz. why are you fucking Leo. having him Ah, yes, Eric. It is time for the news, and for some reason, I cannot find 
my notes. So as we go here, let me find them, my outline here. All right, here we go. Here is the news, Eric. And by the way, a little news at the Werner house. There was no fight club, but I went downstairs and Logan right. was pissed. Logan was pissed and said that that's bullshit, that he didn't do that where he made a pile and then did all that. But he, he told he me did. about it a while ago. Yeah, it's he's he's lying and he had nothing to say about Parface. And yeah, that was the whole deal. But oh, here's good. the news, Eric. There's one big news item that we would normally talk about and one I threw in just because it was also a big thing. But the first one, DC to live stream announcement of their big summer event. And this is from Newsarama. And Newsarama says the new 52 era Batman creative team of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. So prick your ears up there, Dancing Mike, will announce the details of DC's next big summer event, which DC calls the next the seminal row continuum. The next seminal Batman story in a panel in next week's Fan Expo Dallas. The announcement will be live streamed for fans not in attendance at the convention. I'm sure we'll be listening in, or at Definitely. least get it afterwards. I I'll probably just wait for the news myself and uh-huh. read what happened in a headline. If, if I, I usually, happen to remember when it's going down, I will tune in. I believe it. It, it is on a Sunday. And who knows the time? Maybe I'll tune in while I'm editing the podcast. Yeah. I don't know. And we don't have a lot of books next week, so maybe we will have a Sunday that's free. And then we could spend our time watching Scott Snyder and Ooh. Greg Capullo on a live stream. But yeah, the the big thing about this is, obviously, this is going to be something big. They would not do a live stream with this. And then also, who's in attendance makes me think this is going to be very, very big. Because Snyder previously teased the event. New York Comic Con telling Newsarama it would be a very Batman-centric and very rock and roll. Snyder later described the event as a capstone for his Batman run with Capullo, who will return to DC after a stint illustrating Reborn, his creator-owned series with Mark Miller. The announcement will occur in a panel called DC Comics Special Event. That's what it's called. And then all <laughs> New York Comic Con want to know is like, why don't you tell that shit here? Why are you going to Dallas for DC that? DC Comics Special Event. I, I like that that's what it's called. Yeah, speaking of New York Comic Con, you can apply for badges now, press badges. And I'm, badges. I, I'm, I'm holding badges. out uh, because last year, if you remember, I told they them to go us. fuck themselves. I sent yeah. that I sent that email to them because they said, oh, it's a, it's a shame. You know, with all the returning people, we don't have this thing. And I said, you know, it's a shame. You, you can go fuck yourself. And then, yeah, I, I don't think we're allowed there. Weird Reggie, science, burning bridges wherever they go. Yeah, Reggie ended up buying us badges that we never used. I, I'm not going to New York. What do I look like? A parfait-eating guy? <laughs> yeah, this is the DC drive. Comics special event on Sunday, April 2nd at 1 p.m. CDT. 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 DC co-publishers Jim Lee and Dan DiDio will also be in attendance with DiDio scheduled to moderate the event. I have not heard that man's voice in a long time. He is still on a shutdown uh, on Twitter. I liked when he was on Twitter. We used to talk to him, too. We used to actually ask him. I, I really did like to ask him you know, questions about shit that was going on, he would always answer. I say it might have been six months later at, at certain points. He'd get but back, though. Yeah, he would. He'd get back. If you caught him at the right time, he'd get back to you right away. It's pretty cool. Uh, that's the big news story. But the other thing, today the Justice League trailer hit. And usually this is something that we would keep for, say, the pop culture stuff. We like to just talk about comics here. But it's big enough, and I thought by the time Wednesday rolls around for the pop culture deal, that's old fucking news. 
uh, it did come out. I will tell you that I'm a little more positive towards the movie than I was Are before. you? Look at that shit. Yeah, I told you before that I thought it looked like nonsense. Uh, I had a smile on my face at, at points. I think that Cyborg looks ridiculous. Is it just ridiculous. when Come Together came on in the background? Yeah, I like that too. But yeah, uh, I think that Cyborg looked ridiculous. I think that Flash, like you that, said before we even started, looks even more ridiculous. I, said, I, I don't like the costumes. Cyborg. I just hate the way the Flash looks. I don't like the I'm costumes like, at all in general. I will mention... I Aquaman's. It's okay. Uh, and yeah, they're really, really like they really want people to know that this Aquaman's an ass kicking Aquaman. That that yeah, trailer right. should have just been called Aquaman, Aquaman and the and Justice League. Yeah, and I do like that. I also want to mention that seems like Gal Gadot didn't have much of an accent in this, Eric. And I was giving you the thumbs up. I'm listening to her talk. I'm like, she don't have that stupid accent of hers. Well, Jim, I'm in. Saying, all the accent is you keep hearing from the Wonder Woman trailer. This is like how many years after that I World know, War I? I know, but still, that makes me she even more acclimated. angry. No, it makes me even more angry. Why even have that then? I will be your... Authenticity. I, no. No, it's, it's made up, Eric. You, you don't have to have any accent. It's made up. I don't know that you're not aware of this, but there really isn't a Wonder Woman. You can have her talk however you want. I I hated that accent and that, that Wonder Woman trailer, and I was so glad that's not there. She looks really good. Mara looks great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I really, it's also a thing too. I don't know. Maybe this was their plan all along, but once, uh, obviously, you see Bruce right away, Ben Affleck's mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne right away, and – I don't know, because of the stuff that's happened and all the trouble, whatever, I actually was like, you know what? Go get him, Bruce. Go get him, Ben Affleck. <laughs> go get him, Tiger. Really, I'm telling you, like, all right, man, let's go, because I really do like his scenes. And even that, it's funny. We, I said to Rafe, hey, uh, Justice League trailer came out. We got to watch it. So he gets on, and he fucking put on that other, that older one. Right, uh, right. The one that I, and the, the uh, part with Ezra Miller and uh, Ben Affleck, with the, you know, I need friends when right. they're down. And it, I actually like that a lot more than I did before. Maybe I just coming needed, out of your shell. Yeah, maybe I just needed some time between it, and it kind of got me. But, yeah, I, I do like the looks of this. What did you think saying, of J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon? That was okay. That was okay. I was still <laughs> sitting there thinking of fucking, I mean, Aquaman's the big thing. And I'm like, okay, he's riding fucking roughshod on the goddamn Batmobile and jumping around. I'm telling you, it's crazy to me, though, because, you know, I don't know if it's because of the way the Batmobile is. It doesn't have a freaking, you know, a roof or anything like that. Yeah. We kept seeing Batman have these goggles on, and it just kept looking like freaking night out of me from the watch. And I'm like, this is yeah. crazy. Why are we yeah. doing this? Come on, but take yeah, them goggles I, off. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Now, the next big thing when Wonder Woman comes out in the, you know a couple months, uh, that'll be a big thing for people. And if that isn't good, if that's and I know there's a lot of people out there that like Batman v Superman and, and Suicide Squad. I thought Suicide Squad was okay. I, I still haven't watched all of Batman v Superman. Uh, it really, I kind of fell asleep a couple times. I mean, if you watch it next week when we don't have a lot of books, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Uh, but if if Wonder Woman's really good, like all of a sudden Wonder Woman's really good, then I I'll be real hyped for this, and I, I do want to. I hope that it's good. I'm not a, a negative Nancy that much uh-huh. that I I wish that things are bad. It's just I it takes a lot for me to like something, and I like this trailer, so that's why I said I thought to uh, myself, you know what, I'm finally positive about something with the cinematic universe that I should probably you know put this in the news. What did you think? I'll tell you something, though, right away is that I don't know if it's just I don't have a concept of time anymore, if I'm getting older and that's what it is. But for some reason, I had no idea that this is coming out in November of this year. Yeah, I'm like, holy yeah. shit, November? That's like around and the corner. That, yeah, and it has been. But yeah, I, it's that's what happens. It's weird, too, when you get our age, Eric, old fogies. 
it, it really like a year goes by and you're like, what the fuck happened? And Seriously. It's like fucking, I'm like, they're on my rocking chair. <laughs> I got a pipe. But yeah, that's about it for the no, no, news. I, I thought it was cool. I hate that stupid goddamn star that's in the middle of the league right there. You know, I'm like yeah. that freaking, you know, in, the, in the Justice League name right there, that, yeah. that star. And it just bothers me for some reason. But for the most part, Cyborg's costume does look very CGI. But yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I really got into it because I'm like, how else are you going to do it? It's, it's going to look like fucking steel if you do it otherwise. Yeah, and, just, uh, I, I just it looks The nonsense, problem I have, but... though, is just I don't like the look of the Flash. Yeah. Yeah, he's very Everything about the Flash, look. I just don't like anything about it. And just how young he is. I'm like, yeah. know, where's my goddamn, you know, freaking forensic guy at the Yeah, he, does, he doesn't seem like, a, you know, the Flash that we would want. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but I'm a little more, uh, you know, open-minded and a little more positive going from here. And we'll see. I didn't watch. Did you watch the, like, the individual solo trailers that came watched, up for each character? Uh, I watched Batman and I watched The Flash, I yeah. think. I, I have but, not. Uh, I have not seen those. Another thing that's weird to me is that we, you know, months on, I can't say months, years ago when we first saw Jason Momoa's Aquaman, we got that freaking little teaser thing that Zack Snyder put out there where it said yeah. Unite the Seven. I'm like, now it's just Unite the League. I'm like, what? Unite the Five isn't that good? Because when I see him standing there, I'm like, where the fuck is Green Lantern? Where's Superman? Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. seems so small without those characters yeah. there to me. And obviously, well, like, you uh, don't have the Trinity there. It's like, no, that's so no, weird. And, and obviously, we know that you know Batman or Superman had died, but they don't want to also. He maybe he'll come back. Halfway I hear through. that's what's going to happen, or yeah. towards the end. But you don't want to, you know, show your hand with that. So you I know. Just seeing that. the lineup there it just seems so small to me. Almost like the way they cut down freaking Civil War from the way it was in the book, because for the cinematic yeah. universe, it's like we get yeah. the Justice League together. I'm like, that's not my Justice League. Yeah, I actually that's why that that whole Civil War that Civil War movie did seem small overall. That's one of the reasons why I kind of was thrown off by it. Uh, so maybe I should be worried as well, Eric, because that would be how, like you're saying, it does feel like that as well but yeah that is the news there we're gonna move on now to the mail it's mail with jim hallelujah it's mail with jim oh yeah it's mail with jim hallelujah it's mail with jim amen it's mail with jim hallelujah it's mail with jim amen let's hear This is mail section number one. If you want to be involved in the mail, you can email us at weirdsidesdccomics at gmail.com, and we read everything, Eric. Yeah, just don't Every- go crazy with it if you do. Everything. And the first mail is from Bobby. Bobby says, What's hey, up, Bob? Jim and Eric and Chris and Reggie and Brandon and Trevor and Toby and Aaron and Stefan and Ombre and, and Jeff and Ryan crew. and Brad and Mike and Drew and Jack and Missy. And are you all still ready for all of those names? And Eric, I do have to say, if we're going to go with that, we have to do this. Now, obviously, there's a bunch more names, but that's a big, big part of the Get Fresh crew. And we'll hear about uh, some new entries into the Get Fresh crew later and how impressed they are with that group of people, as I am as well, one of the things we're most proud of. Uh, But Bobby continues just a few things. First, happy belated birthday to Tanya Werner. 
It was her birthday. Oh, shit. Oh, no. She was mad tonight because she uh, found out that Garth Brooks was in Philadelphia, and she is a huge fan as much as I am not. And the thunder rolls. <laughs> and the thunder rolls. That's all I know. I got And the lightning strikes. Oh, I do know that one. Uh, she was upset That thunder because... rolls. That's a hard track right there. And I like that. Uh, she had a lot of tweets and stuff from people who were at the show, and she was saying, Oh, I've seen it on my know. Facebook, too. I don't know if it was that. She was uh, thinking that maybe I should have got her tickets for her birthday. I said, first off, you wouldn't have went. She's like, I would have went. And I wouldn't have. But the true backbone of the weird science empire, she says, is Tanya. Tanya and I share the same birthday, just a year apart. That's crazy. So happy, happy birthday, birthday, Bobby. Uh, second, Jolly Drew's song at the start of last week's pod was genius. Did it go like this? I got friends in low places. <laughs> Bravo. I take my weave off to you, sir. Next, Brian from Arkansas, please get on Slack and or Twitter. I need more of your nonsense than this mealy mouth 15-hour week podcast will allow. Yeah, he's gone MIA. I don't know what happened to him. We miss him. I do. T- yeah, we do. I was going to say, I do, too. <laughs> you said we. Finally. Happy Justice League trailer day to one and all. After only watching it about 100 times, here are my thoughts. Just as Ben Affleck is Batman, I've always wanted. J.K. Simmons seems to be the Gordon I've always wanted. I think we will all be getting a cyborg origin, and Cyborg will be joining the it team in like. order to save his father. Yeah, it looks like it, it is weird, too. It To me, it did seem I got this weird vibe that he becomes Cyborg, but then has to save his dad, and we'll, we'll see what goes on. I think that besides the obvious stops in Metropolis, Gotham, Detroit, Central City. We're also going to see Amnesty Bay, Thamascara, Atlantis, and well, was that Apocalypse, Eric? You know, you know, it is Apocalypse. I just thought, though, I think we will jump into this and see Cyborg already Cyborg and then maybe have some flashbacks. No, there's the definitely Batman. flashbacks because at one because, point he's, saying, playing, he's football, playing football. So, exactly. Yeah. I'm saying, I don't think we're going to have the origin here, though. I think we'll just have like a little flashbacks to it because we saw his origin in Batman v Superman when Wonder Woman was opening the files. Yeah, I, I think that they might show some. I do, just in case people didn't see the other movie. No, I'm saying, though, I'm sure they'll see, like, a flashback. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. Maybe the whole thing's centered on Cyborg himself. I don't. I love the upgrades to the Batmobile, especially the Aquaman launcher. What did you guys think of it? We just said, I don't know about the Batmobile. It looked a little cheesy to me, like really plate metal and shit just going on there. But we'll see how it is. Well, he had a really nice one. The Superman had to go and rip the goddamn fucking top (laughs) of it all. Yeah. As always, I love what you guys do, and I love you guys for doing it. And that is from Bobby. And thank Thank you, Bobby. Bobby. And the next one's Ryan from Columbus Comics Corner. Ryan says, hey, guys, wanted to get an email out to thank you guys for starting the New 52 podcast. Skipping over the New 52 when I got back into comics, it'll help me feel smarter when I give more Rebirth titles a chance. Maybe one day I soon will become a continuity kid. Until then, I'll stick to my Batman, Flash, Titan, Super Sons, and weirdo indie books. I figured out a way for you guys to corner the Marvel podcast market. With the amount of Marvel books Trevitt buys and reads, him and Brandon can get those timestamps up to make a whomping 24-hour podcast. Food for a thought, Marvel Minute. <laughs> we'll see what they say about that. Keep up the good work and making every Get Fresh crew members week a lot easier to get through. The only podcast hey, I know of that will go live at 2 a.m. to talk comics and other <laughs> gibberish. And here is a Get Fresh crew plug. Just a reminder to listeners, make sure you visit the site over the weekends and Monday for great reviews from Get Fresh crew members. Whoop, whoop. That's right. And then he says, Kumate, Kumate. Kumate. 
That's, he says that? That's weird because I'm telling you, my girlfriend's been sending me messages of that all week. Yeah, every time Ryan sends in an audience with that. So, yeah, that's that's a common thing that he does. Um, I usually don't sing it, though, at the end. I may even <laughs> skip it. But, yeah, uh, Ryan's one of the guys who re- uh, reviews stuff over the weekend. Uh, Jeremy does. Uh, Repairman Jack. A bunch of people. And then Marvel Monday, we're actually switching it up because me, you, and Reggie have a lot to do with this podcast and our regular DC reviews. So we had been, some of the books had gone astray on Monday and Eric astray. And uh, so because of that, we had a little call out, uh, Brandon and me, you know, asked call anybody, anybody want to do these books and it was the get fresh crew. So if you, you're sitting there and like, man, I would have liked to review some of them Marvel books. Just give me an email, give me a shout out. I'll get you in that Get Fresh Clue Slack Slack chat. I can't talk, and you could be a reviewer. That damn Slack well. chat. It's that easy, Eric, as you say. And that is cheers from Ryan. The next one's from Jamie. Jamie says, "Hey Jim, Eric, Reggie, Trevor, Brandon, everyone in the rest of the Get Fresh Crew. Do do. Hope your week's up, been going well, fellas." Things have gotten better for me at work, and it's making life much easier, so I hope your workplace is treating you and Eric well. And if they have to yell at anyone, let's hope they only yell at Eric. If Eric is America's sweetheart, Jim is America's darling. Hello, darling. You can't yell at America's darling, can you? Some updates. I finished New Superman and They don't yell at America's sweetheart. They yell at you. No, they don't yell at either of us. We hear it down the grapevine that they fucking are mad. That's how they work there. All of a sudden, we hear a rumor that's a a rumor of a whisper of a a fucking tale that somebody's angry. It's an urban legend that somebody's angry at us up front. Yeah, we we have no idea. And then we have – this would be – I'm trying to see how I can explain this. They will come to me or you or both of us and say, listen, uh, there's word that you ate that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Of course and we'll I did. say, and we'll say, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We didn't know there was any peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then the bo- the one boss will say, "Well, what I'll do then is I'll go up and say that you didn't eat it, but you threw it away." And, well, no, why, no, 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 no. How about this? Uh, how about you say we're not involved? Yeah. Ah, no, no. I'm probably going to go up and say that you took a bite, didn't like it, and then threw it out the window. But no, no, like, no, this no. This is just don't starting more trouble. This is what happens at our work, and I don't understand it. Things go wrong, and it seems like behind the scenes they want to peg us with it, even if we don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. And then there's me trying to like, no, 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 and then they seem to get mad at me. But uh, about the new sermon, he finished that, and he says, great recommendation. I'll be keeping up cool. with it and adding it to the pool list. But in more exciting news, I finished All-Star Batman and Robin, and let me tell you, it was the most beautiful disaster ever. I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing the entire book. Batman is a total psychotic. Every time he leaps into battle, he cackles like the Joker to throw his enemies off. He calls young Dick Grayson a retard after yep. his parents just died. He sleeps with everyone, including Black Canary on the dock. But don't worry, yep. they keep the masks on because it's better that way. And he even paints an entire room yellow and paints Robin and himself yellow to take on Green book. Lantern. That actually is a classic. That is yeah. so funny. Uh, this And would you say that that might have been, because was that, was that after or before Jeff Johns kind of t- took that away? Um, that was, I'm trying to think now what year yeah, that came I, out. I, I want to say it was, and either way it doesn't matter because that would have been before in the timeline. No, I'm of the just way not the timeline. I'm it's saying like, thing. 
I thought I want to say it's before. Okay, I'd like to think that it's before, and that was like the final straw that Jeff Johns thought, I got to do something about this nonsense and get this out of here, because it is so funny when when Hal shows up and he's just sitting there in that room of yellow. (laughs) Uh, The snarky bastard even drinks yellow lemonade while talking to Hal, asking him to take a sip. It's brilliant lunacy. Oh, and Hal could, uh, who could forget how Wonder Woman is introduced, pushing a male banker aside on the street, saying, out of the way sperm bank you can't right. make this stuff up i think if you and eric have time to read it and do a spotlight on it you'll have a ton of fun the art is incredible and the writing is so bad you can't help but have a bad time plus you get lots of close-ups of vicky vell and lingerie nothing wrong with that and it's funny they have that at the library and i told you i was going over and when i go to the library i always go over to the comic section not because i'm gonna check things out most of the stuff i already have or can get so, I, But I like to look just to see what they have and like, oh, you know, some kid might come by and grab, you know, say, Court of the Owls is there. And, and I saw All-Star Batman and Robin and I was like, okay, I got a couple minutes. And I, I get it. I, I fucking sat there. I think I read the whole thing. I was laughing the whole time. I couldn't believe it. And I was just like, oh, this is awesome. And yeah, you know, I didn't even think about it, too, because, you know, the, the freaking uh, All-Star Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. that went on for so long because of the goddamn scheduling. Because it's still yeah, not yeah. finished. But, no, but t- uh, by the time it was done, you know, printing, yeah, yeah like Jeff Johnson had that freaking Green Lantern Rebirth for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah, I, I just wondered if it was like he had like already started, changed they that. They started around it... the same time, no, you know, okay. maybe like 2004 for uh, Green Lantern Rebirth. Because that's even funnier to me. Yeah, that makes it more fun because then you have that and everybody's like jumping on this new thing that yellow doesn't affect it like that. Yeah, we got rid and, of the yellow impurity. Yeah, yeah, and it's just so hilarious that it would still be a thing in that and ridiculous. But that is – to me, that's the best part of that book. I really oh, do think that's a lot of fun, but – that other stuff, the retard and the, the black canary shit, and it's like, uh, and maybe I, one day I haven't come kissed. Back, I, don't know I remember that I haven't kissed a smoker since Selena. I'm like, why? Why are you talking like this? Uh, I love Teen Titans. Turn down, she tastes like week. cigarettes. And he says, if I listed everything else, the podcast would be 13 hours long. I'm okay with Kyle returning the status quo. If it means we get a ton of new lanterns. Uh, there's a lot of Green Lantern rings somewhere. They they didn't they, make it. They didn't through. make their way back from the last universe. It's weird that that just remains, though, because there's a lot of sectors that are I, – I told you this week. I wondered why they didn't just – you know, you come back. You have you're, – you're pretty much – you have a job. You're a Green Lantern of a sector, and you come back, and nobody seems to want to go back and check on their sectors. Like they, they well, are, we, we checked on uh, Roma, uh, Tomar 2s, and we have you know, Earth Lanterns already doing their thing. And that's all yeah, that matters. As long it. as Earth is protected, and nobody gives a shit that, about the rest. Even that, you have the Earthlanders who really aren't even, or, you know, you have Simon and Jessica. So you have these other Earthlanders that are really nothing. They they yeah. really don't have anything to do, and they kind of are just sitting around. But I love that Teen Titans felt like classic Titans fun. I'm really excited to see Aqualad's connection to Atlantis and where this will go. However, I was totally disappointed in Superman Reborn as an event. And that's coming from a huge Superman fan. I like the new status quo going forward, but the Mixoplit garbage just completely lowered the stakes. You know who Clark Kent should have been? Motherfucking Ian Bain. Boom. <laughs> Ian Bain. The writing was on you the teeth. You never know when Ian Bain's going to come it's out. It's on nowhere. the teeth. He's got bite. It would have made more sense than Mixie. That's an anniversary story worth paying for, right? there uh anyways thanks for being awesome guys keep up the great work and eric nothing but love buddy you're secretly my favorite after Ooh. jim oh <laughs> that's what he says see ya and yeah thank you and we're gonna thank move you. on to 
pretty much our last British fan, Eric. And it is Wheezy. Wheezy has returned with a melon. Oh, says, shit. Dear Jim, dear Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew, doop, doop, chicken soup. The unthinkable has happened. I'm now behind on the podcast. It happens. We we have made the suggestion. You know, we do record Skip. this. We are, yeah. You, you fall behind. This is not an hour-long podcast. You fall behind, just, you know, fucking pack up your bags and move on to the next week. I yeah. have been re- relegated to in stature of the likes of Manship. <laughs> I'll give Weezy props. <laughs> Any sort of name drop of Manship is awesome. Manship, I think now, is probably 12 episodes behind, but he will not skip any. He sent me emails I, this was, week. He was catching up. I think he fell behind He was. He, well, because of his work schedule. It sucks. Yeah. The guy the guy is trying to catch up, but, man, he's not missing any of that Survivor. I get emails from him about Survivor all the time. Some Rob about has a people, podcast? Yeah, some about people eating goats or something. And he's like, uh, and he had this whole thing. He's like, oh, it would be so funny if all of the Get Fresh crew uh, were on an island, like a Survivor thing. And I wonder who would. I said, that. I'd become a cannibal within two fucking minutes to win that goddamn money. And I'd be piggy. I don't need that shit. And you would be my first meal. Sadly, I'm making no attempt to catch up as I get my books late. I would like to avoid spoilers. So imagine my surprise when the big reveal was Mixelplick, Eric. This absolutely does a disservice to Superman books since Rebirth. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a fifth-dimensional imp as much as anyone, but adding him in uh, cheapens both the Superman book and Action Comics. I like him as a character, but how or now it means anything going forward can be explained away. Tut, you tut, sure you DC. didn't hear us? No, I think, and I'm glad. I think that when he gets to that part, he's going to have a big smile on his face. <laughs> this makes me a bit concerned about the coming crossovers in the future. I was hyped for the Lazarus contract with the Titans, Teen Titans, and Destro, but now yeah. my enthusiasm has been dampened to say the least. I am calling it now. Batmite will appear, and everything will go back to normal after the crossover. I even think that I said you shit said like that, that at yeah. points. Uh, also, Batman the Flash. Title. Also, the Flash Batman button crossover, where we are promised some answers on Rebirth's Lost Time. My prediction will be there will be no definitive outcome and somehow transpire that whatever happens will be on another Earth out of the universe so everything goes back to normal. I appreciate there is always an element of the above and comic book Rebirth uh, will be a year old in May, so we need some breadcrumbs at least. I feel the monthly books are becoming stronger than the double shipping titles. New Superman, Titans, Batman Beyond, and Red Hood, and the Outlaws have been mainstays on my pull list at the expense of Wonder Woman, Hal and his pals, Green Lanterns. So here's hoping for more quality monthlies. And I, I'm telling you, I have fully made that decision on Wonder Woman this week. When we get to Wonder Woman, I did not have any fun, but yet I like the story. I like the earlier story that I'm doing, that I oh, yeah, review and talk about. So I would, I, I'd almost, but you can't drop one. It's not like no, these are going to remain it. like this all the time and they, they are in it. But if it was all of this modern stuff, now the present day stuff, Drop I'd it. be out. I'd be out. Uh, to the most respected guys in comic book podcast realm, your last British fan, Wheezy. Uh, thanks, Wheezy. And yeah, Thank you, Wheezy. Wonder Woman is just—it's just off to me anymore. It's just not fun, and things are just happening because they're happening. And I—I I don't know. This whole I thing do like with that her... Godwatch story though. Yeah, Goddamn. yeah, but the, the whole thing in the present day stuff with her losing her mind and then them dealing with it and it meant yeah, nothing. Yeah, the truth and has he... been tough. The truth well, is it... always a hard pill to swallow, Jim. And it's just when we get to it, I had a, I, I'm starting to have a lot of problems with everybody saying just, but, but Wonder Woman, you have been back to Themyscira. No, 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 that, no, that's no. a lie. I don't even get the concept of this. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know what a lie is, and I know what, you know, maybe an illusion, maybe... What What are we talking about here? Was Was it a dream, Eric? Was no, no, dream? she was there. It was all a lie, It was Jim. a lie. So basically, it it'd be funny. It's like, she's she there. Accepted. Yeah, she's there, and she's like, oh, man, it's great to be back to Themyscira. <laughs> she doesn't know it's Crete. She's actually on Crete, guys. We, we tricked her. We, we put these buildings up. It's all a lie. I just imagine it's a freaking drama troupe going around yeah. Crete. And they're That's just like, what I'm oh, saying. Oh, I'm back home. Like, yes, oh, you are, I'm home again. my daughter. She didn't know. She's at the Renaissance Fair. What a stupid <laughs> idiot. What a fucking idiot. It just this whole concept of this lie. Uh, oh, thank God. My, she thinks I'm her mother. Keep going, guys. Let's go. We're actors. <laughs> uh, thanks, Wacy. Again, get me riled up. Chisanga's next. Chisanga says, hey, get fresh crew. Stop I know you guys avoid solicitation spoilers, but I wanted to give you the good news that Odyssey of the Amazons will end in June, though it would be better news if they just canceled it. Vigilante Southland style. And yeah, it's only I six agree. issues. Uh, I, I, I knew believe, that. And believe me, when the freaking solicits dropped for this, Jim and I were going through them to yeah. see what was dropped. Oh, yeah. So we saw a yeah. bunch of stuff. Yeah, really. The, the, solicits, the, Odyssey, the, Amazon, the solicits dropped this week. Yeah, yeah. When solicits dropped, me, me and Eric are on it, and we're looking at it. And I, I would like to think that there's certain things like that a lot of times people will have these, like Newsarama does it, like what we learned from the solicits. Yeah. And there are usually positive things. Like they'll be like, oh, we learned that Batman does this and that and coming out. I'm like, really? I didn't see that because all I look for, I, there's negative buzzwords that I'm looking for. I'm looking for something oh, like uh, the big news will be, and I'll probably mention it later as well, but Deathstroke went from being a bi-monthly to a monthly book. It's only going to come out once a month. I have said this all along that it was going to happen soon. Yep. And so when I'm going through right away, I we saw that. were shocked it wasn't last month. Yeah, yeah. Right away I see that. Boom. Then I go over to Gotham Academy, see, oh, I don't see final issue. And in fact, the other thing with that, it's like part two of fo- – I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, they're going to finish up this. And yeah, uh, but I did know that the – Odyssey of the Amazons is six issues. The best thing, though, Shisanga, is behind the scenes, it was supposed to be 12. So even and then before, DC realized what kind of stinker yeah, they had even to put before, a And that. really, I just, I don't know why they released it. I I would love to say that I knew. It's Seriously, almost where's my to Mystic me, University? It's, oh, yeah, really. It's almost to me like they had that fight uh, with uh, Rene Deleuze and, and Ray Dillon about the legend of Wonder Woman. And they were going to come out with this. This was part of the fight. And then they didn't, like, for spite, they had to put it out anyway, even though it sucks. It's terrible. That book is awful. Ah, thanks. Thanks. Everybody's riling me up for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Next is Travis. Travis says, OMG, this was bad. Not only was the art. I, wait a minute. <laughs> he what, what, what he goes in this. I think he must have had a subject line and I didn't put it, but he says, OMG, this was bad. Not only was the art down quite a bit, but the story was both confusing and disappointing. I feel nothing but dread for what's coming for DC now. I believe he's talking about action comics. action comics. The Superman we've had since Rebirth is awesome. The family dynamic with him, Lois, and John has been awesome. Over the top, I'm a Superman fan for the first time. And that's all going to go away now. So yeah, he's definitely talking about action comics. Gonna go How away. can someone actually look at a book that people love and that is making money and just decide, fuck it, let's change things? Well, they did it to Batgirl halfway through the New 52, so I suppose I shouldn't be surprised. I can imagine the conversation went just like it did when they inflicted Burnside on us. Something like this. Idiot number one. Hey, 
I have an idea. Let's fuck up the art and remove everything good about the book. It'll be great. Idiot number two, he says, is Mr. DC. Okay. Uh, sure. Done. Even better, the narration makes it seem like this is a worldwide event. Now all the existence has been altered. Now that I think about it, maybe it means we can get a real Batgirl back. Okay, bring it on. Batgirl used to be good. <laughs> and yeah, it does seem – they were really – they're dancing around things with it, like everybody around him and effect. Yeah, but, no, yeah. Who's close to them. Close you know, to it's them, like, yeah. what does that, what, what's close mean? You talk about yeah. like neighbors, what's going on? Yeah. Is Brandon Cobb well, going to go back – or Cobb Brandon going to go back to the way he yeah, once was before again, we knew him? Though, you would also think that that means anybody on the Justice League, the yeah. Trinity and all that. But, well, you know, we'll see. Things will happen uh, probably in the button, but we'll see. Dancing Mike says – Hi, Jim, Eric, and hello, Mother. First of all, Hi, I need Mike. to give shout-outs to Snooky Duke down in Kensington, MC. So tiny and skinny, it looks like quarter-inch piece of thread penis. Gunneria, Dave, oh. Civilis, Steve. Sexy Johnny, the Cattle Rustler, Convergence, Tommy Tourette's. Shit, fuck. Male robot, the Get Fresh Crew. The Get Fresh Robot Crew, beep up whoop And, of course, the Get Fresh Crew, whoop whoop cough, cough, ship. 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 Secondly... I have attached the Eric's review song that you said you lost last week because he doesn't need Hooray. a little who doesn't need a little reggae inspired music on the podcast. Speaking of songs I've submitted, the problem with the rent raves comes when I make points or comments that you guys want to talk about, but I'm still talking at the same time you guys are talking and the message gets lost or off track. That happened a lot tonight. So yeah. just to clarify something I was saying in my rent rave last week, the song I said was probably my best pure vocal performance wasn't the Burnbow Connection. It was a song Song that has only been played once on the podcast in episode 100. I don't know if Eric remembers it or not, but I actually sent in a version of the Rainbow Connection that doesn't mention burn victims at all. Like I said, it doesn't really fit the theme or mood of the podcast, but I put a lot of effort into making it as good as my meager talents allow. We're listening to it this just week. Just to put a smile on drunk Eric's face. I've also attached that song to this email. Don't know if you actually want to play it or not, but it would probably give Eric a big bout of the feels. We listened to it a couple times this week, so yes, we have. I love that song. We may hear it's a also bit kind later. of morbid because I always talk about I'm going to have that song playing at my funeral. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I'm telling you, I think that I told you, I think he does better on the Burnbow connection. I really do. Uh, he's doing more well, he's of a that Kermit. Kermit going. He's doing more of a Kermit there in the regular one. He's doing more of you know a straight up vocal uh, interpretation. But yeah, he says, anyway, that's all I've got this week. Thanks, as always, for all you guys do. And in the immortal words of Mae West, good sex is like good bridge. If you don't have a good partner, you better have a twat so large a chuck and drive right through it, Eric. Out! That sounds right. That's what she says. But that is the end of the mail. And now we are going to go off to the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the pawn.
All so right. jealous of that woo. All right. Woo! He's I all can't do that. fired up. All fired up. Eric, this is the book section of the podcast. The meat, meat and cheese. cheese. It's everything. I'll tell you, it's also spoilerific. We usually don't even say that. No, I know we used a lot to have of... a robot in the early days yeah, of the podcast. We did. That. Yeah, yeah, we don't have that anymore. Maybe yeah. that has to come back because I always forget to say it, and then I feel bad, but most people should. If you're going to get that far into the podcast, I, I think you know the rules, right? You, you got the rules so. going, but also... Fuck, the mail you, fucking spoils so much shit I already. I know, I know. Yeah, really. By the time we get done ranting raves and mail, people are already 95% done with the books already. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go and read... Our written reviews, you can go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review all of these books with flowery verbiage, as I say. Oh, yeah, say. listen to Dancing Mike. I said it all. Yeah, really, Dancing Mike's against me. He's all against me and my new 52 love. Sorry. Well, excuse me, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, this is the book section of the podcast, and we're going to start with Detective Comics, which I just listed as detective for some reason on my notes, but it is. I'm, I'm just glad Comics. you didn't say tech. Tech, tech nine. Fucking nonsense. There. Detective Comics number nine fifty three, written by James Tynion the fourth, art by Christian Duse, Fernando Blanco, Alex Sinclair, Alan Pasolacqua, and Sal Cipriano. Cipriano. Hey. hey! The League of Shadows story continues with a little Batman and Robin Eternal recap for those lucky enough not to be around for that story and everything <laughs> going wrong for Team Detective. We will have to wait and see what happened to Azrael and Luke Fox because this issue is all about the fucked up things that happened to the rest of the team. That team is in shambles there. Is that, is that uh, what we're going with now? Detec uh, team Detective? Team Detective is what I call it. I've called right, that for a while now. We're going Detective Squad for a little bit. No, down, I'm sir. not going Detective no. Squad. That sounds stupid. What it do does I'm sound stupid. But I'm an adult. Oh. I don't shit my pants, and I don't need a Lester chip. Squad. However, right, Detective. just when things look dark, the book ends with an enemy of my enemy glimmer of hope. Oh shit! I didn't realize you weren't done. Enemy of my enemy, Eric. You, you stepped on my great little deal. Uh, it starts off, the whole issue starts with It starts with off. It, no, no, starts, it off. starts off with me looking at Commissioner Gordon and wondering about well, how a year ago this looked like a young man, this fucking yeah, well, old, decrepit it, guy. The old, decrepit. He was Batman. I thought when it started off that it was Renee Montoya coming up and saying, I know there's problems in Gotham, but we don't want to ruin those tickets to Jimmy Buffett that you bought before. Let's get going. He might be already going cheeseburger in paradise. Let's go. Because he's got his Hawaiian shirt on. And he does say, it, it, it's kind of a ridiculous thing to me, because he does say, hey, you know what? They have me in the Bloodhaven Motor Resort, you know, Motor Lodge, yeah, yeah. and a lot of people have died. I had a, a goddamn vacation set up. I don't know why they couldn't have taken him to Jamaica, Eric. They could have actually, you know, changed up some things. He didn't really have to be in Bloodhaven, right? No, and no, why no. is he is he walking around in this Hawaiian shirt because they had to spirit him away quickly? Or is he like so pissed off that he's like look at me i'm in this fucking shirt you assholes because it, it just seemed weird to me what, well, what do he you didn't, he, he didn't pack any normal shirts there so he's just wearing what he had 
I'm telling you, at one point they had to just grab him and go. I think they would well, have the let him it's, get a duffel bag of stuff. In my mind, he was on his way to Jamaica, or was already there, and was called back because of the shit. I don't real, think he ever went. I think he, night in he Bloodhaven on the way back. Yeah, he must have. Yeah, no, they they actually the last issue, I believe, they said that they had taken him to a secure location, which obviously was the. Bloodhaven Motor Lodge. That's a terrible then. place, then. Yeah, yeah and I know you want to take him there, but yeah, to me, he's so pissed. But it just was weird. It made me laugh, but I'm like, okay. But Renee Montoya's like, listen, we're gonna try to figure this out. Please do not fire me, sir. Let's get in this helicopter, and there is Kate Kane and Batman there in the helicopter to which I, I figure I just- shit out. I understand that Renee Montoya and freaking Batwoman have a thing going on. You know, like uh, they have know each other yeah. and Batman and Gordon are friends and all that good shit. It just seems very odd to have a police helicopter with, you know, two of the most wanted goddamn people in yeah, Gotham right now since everybody thinks that Batman killed Mayor Haiti. It's weird because because of what you're saying there, this issue doesn't really deal with that. And it's no. a very odd thing, especially like you said, you have the police he- uh, helicopter there. We know that they're all friends in there so that yeah. when they do go in, they're going to try to figure shit out. Batman's going to tell Gordon what to do. But this issue really steps back from that whole, you're wanted for murder uh, deal to kind of deal with other things. And I thought that that was something that should have been addressed a little. Like Gordon should have said, at least, listen, I know that you're not involved in this moida, but, uh, you know, I can't be seen with you. You, yeah. you know, I'm already taking heat. And part of the thing is, if you remember, when Renee was talking to Kate, part of the reason why they kind of took him away also seemed to be because of his relationship with Batman. It wasn't just that. Yeah, and it, it just wasn't because an official got killed and he might be next in line. They did kind of point to the fact that some people were fucking talking and pissed off that he was one of the guys who harbored these vigilantes who may have ended up killing the mayor. Uh, so it is weird. It, this whole thing is weird. I wish that Gordon would have said something about it. Like, Jesus Christ, you know what? I, I, I'm friends with you, buddy, but you know what? You, you better pay off in the end because this is a one-way street at the moment. I'm, I'm almost dead because of you. But the whole thing that they do deal with is the push that everybody thinks it's a Joker attack. There's people in the hospital with Joker toxins. They say that they barricaded uh, the way out and things like that. And I wish Batman also would have just said again, yeah, that's you and your Jokerized fries. I just want somebody to say that. Even though that was in Batman, I'm telling you, with all this going on, it does throw that uh, for a loop. But they're talking, and Batman even says as they're going, listen, you got to tell the people – you gotta evacuate. You gotta the evacuate. City. Yeah, get man. the people get out of the city. Out. This is not just a localized attack. Even if it was a Joker attack, you would think, you know, maybe you should get. Yeah, but maybe this evacuate. Is worse. We've yeah, seen this some is shit worse. go down with Joker involved. Yes, yes, yeah. You might want to get out, especially what has happened recently with the Joker. But he's there to say this is worse. This is even worse. You can't sit on your with your thumb up your ass. You got to get the people out. Let's go. And then he does mention, listen, two of our associates have already been taken by the enemy. We're starting to accept the fact that they may be dead already. Cold, Batman, cold. And that threw me off as well. Like, okay, I get that you're trying to get the city evacuated well, but who's out looking for them? Because throughout this issue, it doesn't seem like anybody is. No, no, no. No, they've already accepted Jim. They're dead, so there's no looking for And it's funny. It's Batman says then, we're not losing anyone else, Jim. I won't allow it. And I thought, you motherfucker, that's what you said right after Tim got killed. Now you think too much. This is your go-to line every time somebody at least you think is dead. 
You know, every time everybody's getting picked off, and he's just like, "Okay, well, that's the last time." Yeah. It's almost I, like somebody I, from now who, on. I'm not going to allow any of yeah, this. Yeah, I'm telling you, it does to me. It sounds like somebody who, like you, quitting smoking. If you wanted to quit, you know, the oh, this is my last one. You know, it's always the last one. Uh, so it, it did throw me a little off. Oh, but you Eric, get if the that's your idea. last one, why'd you buy another pack just to remind yeah, me yeah. when I'm quitting? Just right, in case. right, sure, Eric. Just in case. But, yeah, you do that. And I would expect that they are going to at least try to evacuate the city. I expect that it's going to be the 4th of July weekend, Eric, the biggest weekend of the city. You can't close the beach. You can't close the beach on the 4th of July weekend. You, You just can't do that. But what you, are you go doing, off. Brody? It's just bluefish. It's just a swarm of bluefish. Just bluefish, bluefish. Uh, you go back to the belfry, and there's Cassandra, and she's looking at the monitors where you have all of Lady Shiva, and she's upset. She really is. Uh, it's more than just. This is a daughter who desperately wanted to have somebody in her life love yeah, her. And I'm and telling if you, even when it goes back to the flashback where she's yes. asking about her mother to David Kane, I'm like, yes. she has some serious abandonment issues going no, on yeah. here. That and she's not, and it's, it's abandonment issues. And also just because if you didn't read Batman and Robin Eternal, this does do a good, good, good job of catching up to the fact that she was raised as a weapon. She was raised yeah. as a tool to be used. There is no compassion in her life. Nobody felt for her. Nobody loved like, her. Nobody. Jim, did before, anything of the sort. Before we got on tonight, I watched the Cider House Rules. I know how orphans feel about that being abandoned tr- now. That's true, Eric. You did. I watched Like Mike, and they oh. didn't feel good either until they got those shoes, Eric. Orphans. Well, wouldn't feel uh, good with their but shoes. yeah, you go and you see this, and like I said in my in my review and in my little blurb there, if you didn't read Batman and Robin Eternal, you're a luckier person than me. Uh, but I this think. catches you up to the, the thing, and I did say that I was wondering how people would take this because Dancing Mike's out there. This is the part that I mentioned in my review because she's there and she wants to know what's going on. David Kane, that's her dad there. That is the original orphan who is training her, and he's just brutal. At, at points in this book, you find out that he just every day would make her kill people so that she'd just get used to it. These yeah. kids would just be brought no to her, and she would kill them. And in this, she says, David Kane says, you're distracted, and says, speak. And she says, mother. And that is, if you read Batman and Robin Eternal, it's a it's a cool little line. I, yeah. I have to admit, because Mother was actually the villain, the one in control of all this. But she's also saying her mother. And he doesn't get that at first. And he's like, Mother, uh, you know, you're never to speak of Mother. She mother has made like it you. clear that you are an aberration. And that did happen. At one point, yeah. what happened was David Kane got Cassandra and was raising her behind the scenes. To be this ultimate assassin, this woman mother who was in charge of this whole organization and basically David's boss uh, didn't know about her. And then when he brought her out, she was aghast like, no, 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 this isn't how you do it because – how do you, where do you get off trying yes. to tell me how to create weapons, and, David? And here's the thing is Mother had a new way of doing it. David Kane, what you see here, David Kane is doing it the old-fashioned way, Eric. Yeah. You, know? you don't want and, no sculptor. No, no. So what happened what, to sculptor, yeah, Jim? I know what happened to her. This is also things <laughs> that are just people like, what the fuck are they talking about? But this whole Mother thing, the, the person in charge basically said, listen, this Cassandra, you can keep her. You can keep her like a goddamn pet. Don't ever let me see her again until I do, because later she does. But it's just another step. It's another brick in the wall, Eric, of Cassandra that nobody wants her. And this is where the scene, I actually really like it because she found a scarf 
in David Cain's room and says, you know, here, my my mother, and gives the scarf, and he's like, what the fuck is this? And she says, your room smells woman. I'm like, I don't want to smell that. Uh, but that's when David Cain says, listen, this, this didn't belong to any mother. There's nobody out there. Stop with this goddamn nonsense. This, this, this belonged to a, a whore to a that woman I fucking I killed. killed. And it, yeah. got, it got caught on my belt. I was going to yep. get rid of it like yesterday. I forgot. God damn it. Get off my yeah, back. Yeah, I think and I got he the just trash says, tomorrow. And he says, you think there's someone out there that cares for you? Some weak-willed whore who stares at the window at night? Nobody is there for you. There's no comfort at the end of this road, Cassandra. Like my father and, used to put me to sleep at night. Yeah, this is what, yeah, this is, yeah, this was his bedtime story, you are. I won't see you for years. <laughs> He's one of those guys that just, like, he kept saying, it was almost like the, the Dread Pirate Roberts. He's like, you know what, Eric? I may be gone in the morning. <laughs> and then you, you wake up, he might be there, he might be gone. You never know. Uh, but yeah, Cassandra, poor, and Cassandra, this is really, of all the things in Batman and Robin Eternal that were just complete nonsense, I always did like Cassandra and always felt for her. And coming from that book into this is why I wanted more Cassandra in the oh, yeah. book that we're getting now. Because... She just – she has the worst childhood, and she is now kind of going beyond that, but she wants somebody. She needs somebody that will accept her, not just Batman. And even here, Clayface, she's with Clayface. They accept her. She needs her mother or father. Her father's dead. But so once she found out her mother's there, I think that the problem has been is all these years, even after David Cain said that to her, you know, there's no whore waiting for you at the window whatever – I think that that was the fantasy, almost like any orphan who's growing up thinks that their mom and dad were the goddamn queen of England, the king oh, yeah, and queen I'm of England. You know and I like I mean? this whole idea where she found the scarf in his room and was holding on to it, just thinking to herself about, you know, who her mother is, why yes, she had and, this, and, what, you yeah. know, because I remember when my father, I'm like, you ready to get sad here, Jim? Uh, I remember when my father stopped seeing me for years and years, whenever I find a new phone book for a different town I didn't, didn't know, you I used to look up sing. his name to see, and then wonder, is this where he lives now? Oh, you sad sack. Everybody's <laughs> crying. Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, but they go, you go you back there. sad then. now, Jimmy Boy? Yeah, yes, I'm sad there. But you go, and there's Clayface. And Cassandra's there, and she's yeah. crying, and Clayface is really good. And I understand. The art with Clayface is off here. Uh, the thing that – i he's a weird character to draw anyway. Because people can't seem to get a grip on him. Sometimes he's more hard on the outside. Sometimes he's really blobby, but whatever. Whenever I see him, it doesn't bother me that much. No, but, me either. Everybody's got their own interpretation yeah, of yeah. And it's just Clayface. But he's there, and he's really good here. And he's like, hey, you know what? I wanted to make sure you're okay. And, you know, and then she's like, really? And they are making her. She's starting to talk more, which you have to have it. If you're going to have her more in the story that we wanted, you can't just have her say one word. You know, she has to say a couple well, things. Well, even that, all she says is really well, she's, okay I'm saying and you no. Can't, before she just say no, <laughs> thank you. yes, you know, you had nothing. But, you yeah. know, you get it here. And he's like, listen, yeah, I'm supposed to babysit you and all this. But I just want you to know I, I, I care for you. And when I was – when I was a kid, I couldn't express myself. I didn't know how to express myself as well, uh, kind of like you. And what I used was my uncle gave me a copy of Shakespeare. And I could talk through these voices, through these things that I read and whatnot. And it's so funny because Cassandra picks up the book and looks at it. And she's very happy. She's smiling. But then that's when Clayface says, listen, I know you want to leave here. Uh, nobody's going to you know, no. get mad at me because you I'm are – you're you. I'm on. Clayface. You can go. 
And then Cassandra's like, yep, I don't need this fucking book anymore, and puts it right down away. At least she could have pretend to go with it. Look, the thing is, I just imagine, too, she can't talk. I don't think David taught her how to read either. Yeah, well, that was the funny thing, too, is I actually, we talked about this, because we didn't want to say, like, what she does know and what she doesn't. Uh, and I always said to you, listen, why don't they get her a fucking whiteboard that she yeah. could just have there and write stuff down? We just assume that it must be that she can't read and write. But yeah, Clayface gives that to her. I would assume that he knows that she can read. It'd be funny. She can't. She's like, well, what is this? That's uh, the best. He's like, here's this book, little girl. Make sure you go put it in your room. No, it's good right here. I'm yeah, leaving right now. Here. We're gonna we're gonna put this right. Uh, I'm, if, so everybody if you could, can see what you did. If somehow you could hang that book up on the refrigerator, we're gonna put it right here next to that picture you made, Clay Face. But it, she puts it down, and he they hug, and it's really nice. It's it a really nice, nice scene, though, and it, it continues the whole thing. With I'm loving Clayface in this book, which means that he is short know, for the world. It's the worst. It's all I thought about during this whole touching scene where I really like the character because all we've talked about for the last two issues of this is like, all right, it they seems keep throwing like hints at us that Clayface out. is going away or going to become yeah. a bad guy again. Yeah, yeah. So it kills me when we see this thing because I want to see more and yeah, I know I we're not I going to. I see this and just him just there being a nice guy. Uh, she leaves, and he contacts Batman and says, hey, Bats, it's Basil. Orphan snuck past me. And, and again, like he said, Batman isn't going to think anything of that. No, He's like, okay. Understood. I understood. It's funny, too. It's Batwoman's on route back to the Belfry because we knew we couldn't trust you. You're the worst yeah. babysitter ever, Clayface. Uh, but, yeah, I'll head off. Cassandra's like, okay, sure. And that's when the fucking League of Shadows seems to me that they were just waiting, right? They were waiting for her to go. And it's the best, too, because I just love him turning around, oh, hell. Yeah, he's (laughs) like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's me. And, uh, you know, to skip ahead, because they do go to Batman and Cassandra, but to skip ahead to that, Clayface gets ripped apart. Oh, yeah, he's a fucking pile of messes all over the place. It has to be that this is just one more step for him leaving or becoming a villain because just him having to try to get himself oh, back reconstitute together from himself? This, Shit. it's and they've spelled out all the trouble that he's going to have with this and this isn't just like oh there's a little bit of you actually see body parts you see his hand oh, i yeah. mean it is bad uh in the meantime batman does cut off cassandra but cassandra's in no mood and she's actually she attacks batman and he says i'm not gonna stop you you just have to stop cassandra and she doesn't want to be called cassandra here either she is so mad i don't fully get i'm telling you this whole scene to me played out like freaking uh what the hell was it the freaking uh oh fuck uh the goddamn Matt Damon movie, fucking Goodwill Hunting. Oh, Goodwill Hunting, fault, yeah. yeah. It's not your fault. It's not your Sandra. fault. And no, don't say don't it. Do it. Don't and say it, man. Yeah. It, it's the anger to me is a little odd here, only because he shows up, and it'd be one thing if he knew she was going to face Shiva, and he shows up and says, "Listen, I can't let you do this. You're going to go through me if you go." He just shows up and just says, "Cassandra," she says, "Orphan," and he's like, "Listen, you're not in the right state of mind. Just I imagine, you know." And she says, "Stop. Name is Orphan," and he, he's saying, "Like this has been from issues before where Batman was talking to to Kate Kane and saying, listen you know, we have to do more for Cassandra, not for Orphan, not the Orphan who's there kicking complete ass in the mudroom. We got to do, that's when Batman said, you know, we got to take her to the ballet or something like that, yeah, we're which we never Tony. saw, Eric. Yeah. He, he, he's broken promise Batman here. God he never it, Daddy. Did. Yeah, Daddy, she was there ready for the thing with her suitcase on the goddamn stoop. 
Never happened, but it's to me this is a little. We were going to go to the arcade, Jimmy, and, and it's a little. Yes, it's a little forced because we had also heard earlier when Batman told Kate, "Listen, she could kill me if she wanted to. If we fought, she would win." And you have all that. Plus, you get that thrown in again where she can well, see exactly you. where to hit him. And I was Just, laughing because when you see that, you see all the spots. I wish one was right in his groin, kick him right in the nuts. <laughs> Well, it's uh, funny to me, too, because Batman has told us that, you know, if they ever fuck, Cassandra yeah. would kill him. Yep. And I think to myself, he's like, I'm not going to fight you because yeah. I'm not going to be beat by a little girl. If thinking. I don't fight back, you yeah. can't win. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is you, how can you win? If he beats the crap at her like Batman, you beat up a little girl. But if he doesn't fight and loses, then he's a fucking laughingstock. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he is there. Like I said, it's it seems a little off that she's that mad at Batman. But, again... I don't know. Maybe it's she's just at this point. Yeah, I know. But I wish that he would have said, like, you know, something about Shiva. Like, don't you do this, whatever. I think that he knows what she's up to. But she basically just throws him off the side of the fucking building. She drop kicks him. He goes. He hangs onto a gargoyle. And she goes off. And that's when he gets a call uh, from Alfred. And the the thing about this is it, it it's very forced to me to get Batman not to chase Cassandra but it's pretty cool too because oh, you yeah. know all the shit that's happened with Alfred over the the since the new 52 on I mean the guy has been beat he up he lost his, his hand, hand yeah he just got that hand back for Christ's sakes and he gets the call and he's like listen uh Mr. Bruce I think somebody's in the uh the cave here something's going on and then he makes like CP3 oh dear and then he's like, Alfred, and he's going to go. Uh, in the meantime, in the Belfry, Kate finds the remains of uh, Clayface. Clayface and gets attacked from behind. The League of Shadows is waiting there, and they grab her and then take her right to Jacob. Oh, yeah, this cell. is a fucked up move. It, this is the most fucked up part of the issue. Run of Jacob's yeah. cell. Yeah, and uh, he's there. And it's funny, too, because he's yell- he yells, Kate, and she's there, and she's like, Dad, what's going on? I think I know what's going on. I mean, this is the thing that he said is exactly what's going to happen. There's ninjas. Oh, yeah. He's what's going on? Out. What's going on? You're going to die. Because, yeah, he, this ninja's there. It's like Jacob Kane Shiva told us, we, we're going to do this and you're going to watch. And then runs her right through. And I'm telling you, at this point, it's like Clayface could be dead. Kate could be dead, and Batman's beat the shit. Alfred could be dead. I mean, the whole thing that Jacob said where, you know, people are going to, you know, you're going to think it's one thing, it's going to be another, and everybody is going to die. It's coming true. And at the I same mean, at time, this... spoilers out there getting shiny. She crossed the yeah. street, got hit by a car, could be yep. dead. Yeah, could be dead. <laughs> could be dead, Eric. Uh, but really, at one point, I want Batman to just stop and go, you know what? This might be the League of Shadows. It might no, be. It doesn't uh, exist. No, I can't, can't let myself believe. But yeah, uh, you go to Orphan, and she goes in. And this is the other bit that kind of threw me off because she goes in the middle of a crowd it's so and weird. pretty much like, just you know, jumps down to like it looks like Times Square type. Yeah, of shit. Just yeah, jumps down in the crowd the, and starts yelling out for yeah, Shiva. Shiva. Like, and it's why it do basically you think Shiva's does. here? Yeah, it does basically seem like the Times Square of Gotham. She goes down and yells out for Shiva. Shiva, who is spelled out, really, she does not come out of the shadows. And she keeps doing it. She keeps doing it. And it's off. Because, yeah, there is Cassandra yelling, Shiva. You know, Shiva, she comes out. uh, Cassandra takes off the mask and really wants to know, you know, why did you leave me? You're my mom. You know, you told me you're my mom. Why did you leave me? 
She doesn't want to talk shit. She ain't got no. time for that. She she wants to fight. We, we, says, we don't fucking use our words. We use our yeah. fists, honey. And yeah, if you and answer my fist questions, then I'll answer yeah, yours. Fist, but it, it even is funny to me because it's not funny. But yeah, she takes off the mask. Uh, Cassandra says to Shiva, abandon me. And then that's when Shiva's like pretty much – I don't know. She kind of shames her, like, whew, he really did it. He didn't teach you how to fucking talk, <laughs> did he? You fucking numbskull. And, uh, but he, she says, you can see people. You can see death, can't you? And, and we've seen that. And yeah. James Tynan has done a very, very good job of setting this part up that we know that she does. And she says, yes. And she's like, so can I. Let's fight. Let's get on with it. And I don't want this fucking bullshit. You fight to kill me. And if you do, I will tell you the answers. And they start fighting. And it's almost like a replication of the opposite way of what happened with Batman and her. She doesn't want to fight. She doesn't want to. And it's it's a continuation of what happened the last time they fought. And she just wants to know and just says, Mom, why? I'm telling you, when Shiva kicks her in the head there when she's down, just that look of her hitting the ground like, oh, my God, she's dead. Yeah, she looks dead. And she's laying there, and it's so funny because as she's laying there, the one ninja guy says, Lady Shiva, we have the other. Shall we bring her as well? As he's lifting up the goddamn sewer grate, (laughs) (laughs) does he know the answer is no already or what, that they're going to shove her down or or whatnot? But she's like, no, no, no. Uh, no, trash yeah, belongs there to There are sewers. things far more worthy of our attention, but it made me laugh as he's lifting it. He's, <laughs> should we bring her? He doesn't want to bring her. He's the one who has to carry her. He doesn't want to do that. He's fucking, you know, I'm throwing her right down here. But she's there. And... Milady, shall we bring her? But he's already opening the sewer. So it's like, fine, we'll put her in the sewer. God damn it. Yeah, really. And in the meantime, Batman goes back to the Batcave. He doesn't find Alfred right away, but he sees on the, the monitors uh, all the shit that's happening. And again, you <laughs> see – like do you like this with the no? No. 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 <laughs> He's just yelling at it. It's Clayface. And there's where I really – and the, the art is a little – you know, it's not fully detailed. But that's the part I'm like, Jesus Christ, Clayface is just in parts. You see, I'm telling you, though, you can and... see who he really cares about, though. Oh, the I was going to say, points, it's so like it's Clayface. Clayface. He sees Clayface, and he's like, huh. Then Kate is like, uh, oh. And then goes, no, no. Because you see Kate getting run through with the sword. And nonetheless, when it looks like the crowd is just kicking the shit out of a knocked-out Cassandra who hey, has that? her mask on again for some I don't reason. Know what the hell they're seeing here? Yeah, it, is it it's the sewer folk. I, I, I think that they never put her in the sewer. But what's weird about it is when it started, the people around were not these zombie-eyed people no. with the black eyes, the gooey eye thing. It was just normal people who now they're just – they asked her, is that your boy? And now we're kicking the shit out of her because, yeah, it looks like she's still out and about. I, I don't understand. <laughs> like you said, no, maybe weird. it is the sewer folk, but it just looks like normal people. But, yeah, her mask is back on, which is a little off. Uh, but that's where Batman's there, and he somebody talks behind. It's like, oh, welcome home, Bruce Wayne, or shall I just address you as the bereaved? And he turns around, and who? And it's Raja Ghoul, kick-ass bodyguard right there, Eric. That guy's big. Oh, Ubu, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he says, who else but Raja Ghoul? And a lot of people in these reviews and things that I've heard uh, as well are like, oh, now he's got to fight Raja Ghoul. I, I think it's pretty no. obvious that he's there because he has a problem with Shiva. And now, we saw that in the last issue. Yeah, and now he sees that Batman also has a problem. It, Raja, it's perfect Raja Ghoul. He, he shows up, 
And with Batman, it is worse, where Batman almost has to agree to help him. Like I said, it's the enemy the of my enemy deal. The all done. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, he's handing in his, his go-to-WrestleMania card in uh, because shit's down. But yeah, uh, I like the issue. I had a couple things off. didn't find Alfred. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He's just like, hey, uh, by the way, where's Alfred? It'd be nice if they had Alfred just there. Like he's but hanging no. off the fucking bottom tooth of that T-Rex. Yeah, the T-Rex there without a... He's missing his hand again, but it's the other hand now. <laughs> but yeah, he... Uh, <laughs> Fresh Uncle has it. It's like, hey, I'm here to lend a hand. Get it, <laughs> Batman? <laughs> ah. But yeah, I like the issue. I did like it a lot, I liked it actually. enough, too. Yeah, uh, I had a couple problems with it, but I understand. Like I said, Cassandra just showing up in Times Square like area, just yelling for well, Sheba, and her just coming out is off. When but. we were talking about it, all I could think, like I started thinking about it a bit, but like it's not a bad play because we have had these Joker attacks through all these freaking populated yeah. areas. So why not go to one of the most populated well, areas and call yeah, out Sheba? Yeah, do that. The other thing is, as they go down the fight, people are running away. But when she falls down there, when she lands and yells Shiva, it looks like people are going about their business, which does not go well with what Gordon is claiming is happening in the city. No. Uh, it does go into Batman saying you got to get the people the fuck out. But this is what people think is a huge Joker attack. I don't see those people just hanging out like that. You know what I mean? There's there's Sometimes too much. Sometimes you want to go crap. downtown and get a burger. I don't hey, know. This is the thing. They don't, these Where's people. My Jokerized fries. I'll, I'll give you them credit. They don't deal with terrorists. They do not negotiate with no what Joker. The? These people. They are out and about. But yeah, it is a little off. I would have liked it better if she would have went in that, you know, that area. Nobody was there, and that's why Shiva would come because Shiva throughout the whole thing. We were told by Jacob, by her even. I don't come out of the shadows. Jacob says you won't even know who you're getting attacked by. They will do shit behind. Shiva seems to be out and about at all times, especially because there are cameras everywhere and things that it seems a little off. But I'll, I'll go with it anyway. Now, I gave it an 8.5. Uh, this was probably what my favorite issue of the week. I think the week was down in general. Very down. But I did enjoy this. I did enjoy it. There was nothing that really threw me completely out. I loved Clayface. I, I feel bad because I do think that he is getting pushed out of the book eventually. Uh, and I love the stuff with Cassandra. I always did love Cassandra. I wanted more of her in the book, and we're getting it now. Uh, so I did like it a lot, and I feel bad for her. She's like a little Eric Shea. She is. She's there. What happened is Clayface actually didn't give her Shakespeare. He gave her the phone book, Eric. She was looking up to see if Shiva was there. Uh, you know, would... Eric Shea is a very common name, so it really sucked, too, as a kid. Really? Because you go through the fucking thing, like, God damn it, which is one could you, be my daddy? daddy? Is that yeah. you, daddy? Ah, uh, yes. But, well, and then you, you, you go to a payphone and you dial it just to hear the voice on the other and side. And then hang up. Sick, and then hang up, yeah. Oh, you sad sack. <laughs> you so sad guess, too, sack. Uh, I did like this issue enough, too, but uh, I don't know. There's just a certain things about it. Like, I like the art. It was just pretty much, all right, we're going to take people out and we're going to fucking kill them. They're up the stakes here. And the Batman just seemed off through the entire thing. And I just found myself laughing doing with the no, no, no. No, that was good. That but, was uh, good. This is probably my favorite issue of the week, though, and I would still give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, that's, that just so that's shows you how much you like this week, right? Yeah. 7.5, but we're going to go off to your book now. Action Comics number 976, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Doug Mankey, Jaime Mendoza, Christian Alamy, Trevor Scott, Will Quintana, and Rob Lee. The finality of Reborn is here, and with it, well... A lot of the same things we got pre in the previous issue. Superman and Lois don't know who John is. Only a only 
only there of the new 52 variety. And John starts talking to more energy balls, only of the blue variety. In the end, Mixoplick leaves this dimension, leaving our heroes in his pocket universe. And the only way to escape is for the blue energy to merge with the new 52 Superman and Lois. And with that, they're all safe. Their memories of the past continuity and the new 52 are combined. And somehow this might mean that everything has changed. Uh, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, I, I I have to keep a clean transition. You tell me. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The whole thing about this is I, I've seen. Uh, this is kind of a uh, a weird sort of crossover, uh, only because you can talk to five people and they're going to get oh, five yeah. different scores. There are people who think this is the greatest thing, and they'll think it's the greatest thing of the same reason why I think it's very. Uh, uh, positive at the end that uh, yes i think that the way the story was told was overly confusing i think that there was a lot of band-aids thrown in to fix things from before well, uh but at the end even you get something and even yeah well i'm saying even at the end what we do end up legitimately in this issue getting i'm not even sure that that's a great thing i don't even know what to think of it well, but then you, from the, there the I'm, reveal, I'm actually excited the big reveal of this whole crossover is that Mixelplica was the human Clark Kent this entire time it seems Yes. and by the end of this crossover it seems that the only reason Mixelplica was here was to put that little band-aid over Clark Kent's identity yes. being revealed to and the world and it's weird that, that kind of to me I know that that's the whole thing and it goes back to it because I think some people who would jump into this would be confused about why did that help but it was because when he showed up he went out and made the story basically saying listen Superman was never Clark Kent I was Clark Kent but he told me to go hide when shit got the heated and that's why I was away he impersonated me it was it's, it was very convoluted it, even it then is, I'm telling you and the explanation here where you know Mixelplick has solved this is very convoluted as well because yes. he keeps taking credit for solving this problem of Superman's but he did not set out originally to do this. He was just no. hiding from Mr. Oz. This was yes. a ramification of something he did that doesn't exactly make complete sense either because we had Geneticron thrown in as well. And that does not come into the story at all. We're still doing, you know, Geneticron was housing Doomsday. It had Zayden Lacoste freaking space pods there. And then they had to freaking, you know, send that to the Amazon. The Superman then yes. had to find it. And it means nothing. Yeah. And, and things, again, you, you want to show or talk about how a plus you know one plus two didn't equal three as well you did have mr uh mr oz chasing mixoplick he turned into clark uh somebody who mr oz would have been very concerned about and Especially really wanting to know anything even at, at one point. point when he's like huh it's almost like he's saying hmm this is an interesting predicament we've been in. you know at one point i think he would have looked further into this as well as you didn't like you still don't know what Oz is really about. You know what I'm saying? Not so at all. you can't say like, oh, he did say to Mixoplick, you were taken out because you're a wild card. You might do something crazy. I so have yeah, I understand that. Down the line, I don't need you fucking. But him he up doesn't kid. seem concerned, and he also seems very concerned about Superman. Here, I think by the end, he's playing a little, you know, retroactive kind of making it seem like it was part of a plan he I was know, trying to do it's all crazy along. Crazy the way that like out of nowhere, and that's the thing too. We're just gonna jump around and see. No, like, I'm but- saying that just before that, why wasn't he concerned about Lana? Why having superpowers and getting them from the New 52 Superman? Why isn't he concerned about uh, 
Keenan Khan. Why, yeah. you know, there's a lot of shit, like, is there's empty spaces in the story. There's a lot of shit that just does okay. not match I mean, or fill I'm in. What I'm talking about jumping around is that at the end, we see that Mr. Oz, it seems that he was watching all of this go down yeah. in Mixoplex Pocket Universe this entire time. Yeah. Why didn't he intervene at all? Yeah, why didn't he intervene then? Or also, really, the, the biggest thing that I have, the biggest problem I have, uh, besides uh, geography, is that you have Superboy, who really, every... In the last month, we've been told every which way we go, he is the one who's going to restore this. He's going to do this. He's the key. He's that. That seems almost like a Tim Drake-esque thing. Uh, Mr. Oz went and grabbed Tim Drake. You're the hope. You're doing this, whatever, where he seems very sinister doing that. Why isn't he that concerned with Superboy? He he has no concern. It it seems like almost this is what he wants, but – there is yes. no real lead way to get to that point from what we're giving with this reborn story or yeah. anything we've given been given previously before. And I'll this. tell you, when we get to it, I, I have a little. You have to remind me because it does remind me of a very famous line from one of my favorite Simpsons episodes. Is how Mister Oz plays off. It's like he uh, is on the monorail. I'll tell oh, you, yeah, Eric, yeah. because yeah. yeah yeah, it really is like it is on the monorail episode when they they save when Homer saves it with the you know the donut and the anchor and Leonard Nimoy's there and is like it looks like my work's done. You didn't do anything, didn't I? Because yeah, Oz almost seems like he's like patting himself on the back by the end. That yeah, Superboy did something he didn't think was possible. He does not seem upset. He really no. doesn't. But let's let's get into it because as we go, I do have a lot of issues. Again, I well, may okay. seem like I'm very angry about this issue. Uh, by the end, I am frustrated with this story and this four-part story. But if what it seems to be what they're going forward with, if anything, it seems very interesting. And I'm oh, not one I'm, like I'm very you, interested to find out what they're going to give us. I yes. can't say I'm excited yet. No, because no, that's I don't what I'm saying. That's why on. I didn't want to say excited. I didn't want to say happy. I'm just very interested. And in a time right now where it did seem up until this story, I, I hate evolve. to say it. Yeah, it's gone a little flat. Rebirth yeah. feels a little flat already. Less than it hasn't been a year yet. And it's going flat that they do need something to me to pick things up. And if this is what this is, and it already seems to be going through the books even this week a little, I love that. And I really – this is something that when it does happen, if it's connected, if we have a truly connected universe as they promised us and, and pulled, you know, said to us over and over, we are going to see that here. And that even gets me excited. Me as well. uh, but get on with it, Eric. Tell us what? how this goes. Honestly, as it starts out, the, the majority of this issue plays out a lot like last issue. Like I even said in my blurb there where, you know, we now have the New 52 Superman and the New 52 Lois there with yeah. John. And they don't know who he is, just like his parents didn't know who he was by the end of last issue. Yeah. And it's the whole thing is like, you know, why don't you know who I am? Yeah, and and they, then Superman goes off to fight Mixoplay. Yeah. And it's pretty much for the longest goddamn part of this issue, it's Superboy upset that his parents have no idea who he is. Yeah, and it's well, weird Mixoplay, to this. It's weird. Just I'll interrupt you a second. It's weird because it does seem weird like they think people are just going to jump in this issue. Yeah. So it's like you really have to spell it out. Like you really have to spell out that John knows they're his parents, but Lois and Dave, they don't understand. But it's not even like, hey, you know, mom, dad, oh, who are you talking? Oh, we're not your mom, dad. It goes so forced. The dialogue is so unnatural. Me, like, oh, little boy, I would remember having a son. That must be mixed oh, up. Yeah, and the yeah. other thing that, that gets me is the so jumping back and forth of what 
this now looking to be the new 52 Superman, what he does know and what he doesn't. And well, just even with that, like he's here out of nowhere. And it seems like he's continuing the fight that Superman yes, had previously without saying. any kind of jump yeah, between. He's, you know? He even says like, oh, you know what? He, he seems to not understand what's going on. Then all of a sudden knows that they were playing this game. Like, oh, like, you know I'm, what? We won the game. And I'm like, you didn't. Yep, all you I can weren't. imagine, though, is that, you know, like uh, at the end of the previous issue, the whole thing was Superman had the blue energy around him. And when that ran out, he would forget who John was. Now the blue energy is gone from him. So yeah. it maybe is the same Superman that was fighting, but without the memory well, again, of John. Well, again, but the, here's the problem is with the new, uh, you know, the new look, the costume being, the you know, back to the new 52. Oh, yeah, it's the new 52 variety. And yeah. the, red, uh, the red energy that was talking to John. Now, the biggest problem is is we know how this ends you know if you're listening you probably do too you've read this but really going in when i first started reading we still don't know what really had happened because when that issue ended the last issue ended me and you were debating was this that the red energy john shot the red energy and it went into the pre-flashpoint superman and then converted him that I just think it hit the ground, like I said, and and the blue because, but they don't explain it here. They don't no. say why. Like they don't explain where that red energy. Here's the came problem with either, me. You know? That the problem is that the red energy goes at the end of that issue. He's like, you know, I'm gonna save my parents. Boom! Shoots the red energy. You don't see it hit a body. It hits no. the ground. Then all of a sudden, low new fifty two Lois and Clark are there. The only thing I could think that would make sense if it did hit the bodies is like it can't take both energies. And it shot the blue out. It does, it's never explained. It no. really isn't. It's one of the biggest that's plot what I holes put to me. In my in head, though. But if that's the case, then why would it be able to go by the end to go in? Because you can say, well, John wanted it, and he hoped, and he loves him. He did then. He was saying, don't, don't. That's my dad love. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was I was supposed to grab that and I forgot we were gonna have the power of love play. Uh maybe I'll have that as an outro to it. I'll do it in the editing deal. But yeah, that there's like you said, there's a lot of empty spaces that aren't filled here. Uh, because you don't know and yeah we don't know going out if this is the combo because we have no idea but yet they don't know john they really don't and even like almost to the point like i said a little heavy handed like but but you guys are my parents you you had me <laughs> mary lois lane who do you think i am you know what i He's mean He's drunk it's no. funny like i had wonder woman who would want this lady and really if you go the whole way, if you really, really want to talk about it, at the end of when they did die, when Superman died, it had been after months of hating Lois. He was at the point where he was ditching Lois, get, getting away from her because she was the one who outed him with his identity. Oh, yeah. And eventually it kind of came around. But really, they for the most part, they forced it really stuff. bad. But for the most part, for uh, months, months upon months, it looked like Superman hated Lois, oh, yeah. so it, it, I wish they would have even thrown something in like, what? She's the, she's the bitch that gave away my identity. But yeah, uh, they, it's a very uh, generic New 52 Superman and Wonder Woman, or Superman and Lois Clark, Lois, Clark, Lois Lane. It's just right. the, hey, we're not your parents, I don't understand. They keep going, and it, it throws me off a bit too, where you can say whatever, but Lois... I, I don't know. I guess she would know Mixelplick, but I don't really know because she's like right away. She knows his powers as well. She's like, oh, no, Mixie must have, you know, gave you the whammy zammy. And it, I was like, ah, that seemed weird. I, I would have went with Lois just like, you must have hit your head, little boy. And why the fuck are you wearing the Superman fucking 
<laughs> you know what I mean? They're right, in this right. demand. Like, also, they're there. And, again, Superman's Superman. He's seen the shit, Eric. Lois may be a reporter or whatever, but all of a sudden it seems like she's waking up in a fifth dimension game board disintegrating thing. I said what I said, though, where it seems like they had the memories of them playing the game, yeah. but this is at the point where they just don't know about John because that's where he left the last issue where Superman yeah, ran out just, of energy and did not remember his own son. But here's where the pro- here's the problem, though, is what makes them remember. Nothing makes him remember. No, until the, the blue, blue, the blue power in. that should be the Superman power that forgot him. Yeah, it's but that, just, that combined and like allowed everything to be freaking solidified. Yeah, I'm telling, that's what I'm saying. Laugh. It's like nothing even comes close to being, you know, and then you even have Superman where uh, he's like, hey, you know what? Uh, we got to, you know, end this deal. And that's where Mixoplick turns into Clark again to say, I'm the one who fixed. And I, I do think that they realize, and because again, that is furthest from my mind, the whole thing about the identity. Oh, yeah. And to me, it really was an odd thing because if you're me and I have just this guy show up and say out of nowhere, oh, no, this, that, I don't know everybody's going with it. I can't say the world fully 100% believes that that story was true. It seemed very hokey to me. It didn't make sense. And you, I guess they're going to go with it because Mixoplex yeah. like, you know what? I was the one who, you know, got your identity back. And I do think that they had to throw that in because it was really kind of something that was left behind a while back. And if and, we're going to have Superman back good and proper, we need to go back yeah. to the legacy of him yeah, having so, a secret identity. Yeah, so he, you know, they spelled. But even so, like, here you go. You have Superman. To me... I don't know. I guess when he is Clark Kent, they're just going to think it's the other one. But you better watch your P's and Q's is what I'm saying. You know, things are, you know, this is a world now that they – and also DC and the writers, you know, Tomasi and Jurgens are going to have to deal with that where you have the silly identity. This isn't the 1950s. You know what I mean? Where all of your news was coming from newspaper photographs. There could be people following you. You really have to, you know, up the ante on this. And I hope they kind of deal with that. But, I mean, he says to Mixoplick, I played your game enough. I passed your test. And that's when Mixoplick, of course, he's the monkey paw. He is a yeah. monkey paw. Anytime yeah, you, you make a deal. For. Yeah, anytime you make a deal with Mixoplick, you, you better sit there and think it through. Because, you see, you know, he's going to go home, but he's going to take John. that's part of the deal he that was never anything of it and at this point the superman and lois have no idea who john is but yeah they they do kind of let mixoplick take a little boy though now the the best part is later though is they don't remember him until they think they should and lois and it's it's just so voice is really adamant that i'm his mommy maybe maybe you know maybe i am in a whammy who knows yeah it's just to me uh just going forward I really think this needed two more issues. At least oh, it needed I, another issue of both Superman well, and Action Comics. I'm telling you, we dealt last issue where you know John was in that freaking little pocket universe inside the Daily or the Infinite Planet, you know, globe yeah, at the top, yeah. and then the Red Energy just comes out of nowhere and starts talking to him, and he releases it. Here, you know, Mixoplick is fighting Superman. He's like, "I'm going back. I'm going to take the boys. Going to be my new playmate." And Lois and you know Superman don't want this to happen. So Superman's fighting him, and then out of nowhere. Blue energy balls come up and John starts talking to them like, where where are these blue energy, like all these energy balls coming from? What is going yeah. on with this goddamn yeah, thing? Yeah, and this is obviously his parents, the energy yeah. that his parents are. And this is where there's other unexplained things and whatever. you you We said in the rebirth issue, 
Mr. Oz went to Superman, the pre-Fleshbone Superman. Why he didn't just grab him by the neck and find out what the fuck he was talking about, just let him leave. But that seems to be the rebirth uh, MO for every hero. Let whoever you think is the villain just walk away at points. Um, But he said, listen, you and your family are not what you think. And maybe I can go with that. But the problem is, is why is Lois turning into blue energy? We have a precedent for like, you know, of a blue and a red Superman. This is not exactly the same thing, but nothing with Lois. And you have New 52 Lois who got the energy from Superman. So I can go with that as well. I can say that she could go into her that base energy and have this pre-Flashpoint Lois. She doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense for her to turn into this blue energy unless, in fact, she is something different. But by the end of this issue, what happens, we're never going to find out. Because now she is just her now. You well, know what I'm I saying, mean? I, I'm sure we will find out in some convoluted manner where yeah, we will I find out at some will. point. I'm telling you, I don't know how it's going to work because we had the pre-Flashpoint Superman, you know, pretty much presented as a part of this universe to a degree in Convergence. Where we first saw him leave Convergence while the rest of the timeline was erased. They went and fought freaking, you know, the crisis with, you know, pre, like, uh, pre-crisis Barry, Supergirl, Parallax, and then Lois and Clark. And they, after that, at some point, you know, after the crisis was averted... They came to the new 52 universe. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, where does this happen? Like, you know, at that point when they came here, was this like when the universe was created and then the Superman and Lois, you know, like they believe they were these people, but they weren't. Yeah, I don't, were I don't think we're going to – now that they're fused, I don't think there's any reason for them to ever really – they're, they're going to wash that over so that they do not have to explain it. If they do say anything, they'll just say that they were not from this universe and that – I'm telling you, I don't think that they're going to waste any time with uh, why Lois – I don't even know that they know that that's an issue. That Lois, you know, we have an issue that all of a sudden she's this blue energy. Well, that was I don't know that they do. The, if we go back to that Superman annual, the big part of that was, you know, Swamp Thing had to come around oh, yeah. and freaking, you know, do all this crazy shit with Superman. It's like, hey, you got this uh, blue glow that yeah, for some you reason when you touch me makes me go, go crazy and speak Kryptonian. But on top of that, you are not a part of that world. We need to fix that because the green is like, you know, not accepting you. Yeah. And we fixed all that by him just by wishing, really. But there was no talk about Lois or John in this no, whole no, situation. No, no, like so I'm I like, said, where I do we lead in? Yeah, I don't think that they're ever gonna even say anything about Lois, and because I don't think that there's the only explanation I can think of, she's not of this universe. She's an anomaly, and that's why she's that as well. But yeah, Superman has been leaving even the blue print on the was grave a rebirth, yeah, of, on the rebirth issue of this, and uh, yeah, it's just the whole thing is very hokey to me and not explained because out of nowhere, while John, the whole issue is just begging them to remember him. Like, oh my God, while Mixelplick goes back to his, you know, all I wanted was someone to play, uh, and then going like John, he'd rather be a nobody. And then he does start throwing in the hints of what the big story is down the line. The, oh, you know what? If you go with this, he's going to notice. Now, again, yeah. does that mean possibly Mr. Oz, but it seems like Mr. Oz is watching this because he Agreed. does see how it goes. So I don't think that's it. And but Mr. at Oz one point, does not seem like the architect. No, and at one point, know. it does seem like they want you to think he says, you know, means that, but it, I don't think it is. But yeah, no. he says it a couple times, like, shit's going to go down. And well, it's like almost when, says... When, when well, John he, yeah. takes the blue energy, somehow he harnesses the blue energy and shoots it at Mixelplick. He's like... Yeah. I'll give you this, kid. You got Moxie, but you don't understand what you just did, do you? Yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? This whole place is coming down, and something yep. way worse than me is going to notice. Yeah, and again, you know, the problem to me is that's that's cool. That's a cool line, but 
the play this place coming down. I don't even know what the fuck this place is. Oh, this was a little fucking playroom yeah. pocket universe. He you seemed, created it Mr. seemed to be his little playful thing. Now, does that mean at this point again? Is this the point where because at the end, here's the deal. Here's the the end is that it seems that the pre-Flashpoint fuses with the New 52, and it seems like people will remember. Is it, in fact, where John hits Mixoplick with that, and possibly that blue energy goes throughout the fucking multi? I don't know. Like, maybe no, that's part of it, because he does... It's not just attacking Mixoplick. You know, he. I don't think Mixoplick is that freaking you know big headed that he's like boy you attacking me right there is going to make him come something else when he did that happen whether well, like so, i said as you does see it... that you know you see mixoplex starts to shatter a bit yeah. is that is that this pocket universe shattering yeah. and going out wherever you know that's into what i'm saying is this that is this where he hits him and this is something that him shattering kind of shows that the dimensional level of the universe is kind of shattering and this is opening more portals and more multiverses to each other and, and this is all jumping to conclusion and, right and again, though, it's not that crazy to start thinking about the multiverse and how it's been weakened and things because it came up in JLA. Out of yeah. nowhere, we had the extremists show up and in a very throwaway line mention, yeah, we came from another fucking multiverse because the, the membrane of the multiverse is very thin now. And, and it really – I don't know that a lot of people even went with that or thought of what that meant right uh but yeah shit is starting to get very very you know thinned out and like you said the membrane and, however and they it's so weird it. though because even after this you know he shoots mixy mixy like leaves and the place the whole universe is falling apart around yes. superman lois and john and then you know lois like this place is dying how do we get home and out of nowhere superman i don't understand how or why but you're the key to all this, aren't yeah. you? I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, what the it's fuck? It's the same as when Lois is like, Superman's still like, I don't know about this kid, you know. Pretty much he's thinking that he doesn't want to have to stay in on the weekends with a kid. Well, he's got party in the day. Because he's out of nowhere. You're the key to this. But you thinking I'm your parents, that's all Mixie's work, kid. Don't get all that in your yeah, head. Yeah. Yeah, and then Lois is like, I don't know. I think we should start listening. <laughs> like, what, what are you getting with this? This is so forced. Uh, but I do want to mention that at the point where then it, it seems that the the blue energy is behind them, and it's one of those that they have to just accept it, and then it happens, but and they it seems merge. like they can't see it. Yeah, no, no, and it, it's weird. It's almost like if you can just accept it, it'll go, and it does seem like this is the next step in the Wally West shows up in Rebirth. He goes to Linda. Linda doesn't remember him, but then finally Barry remembers him. It lets him in. That is the first step of what we were told in Rebirth as the, the hope was gone in New 52, the well, love, the hope. This, to me, is just that next stage. Now the agreed. love is fully back in here, but and I do want to mention that. what the that, power of love is. Yes, it is the power of love but when you go i do want to mention that it, this also may be superman heaven because i want to point out that he is the younger sexier version of superman and he so gets a really, younger sexier wife yeah and a younger sexier wife i said to you today at work it would have been so hilarious if it was the new 52 superman but for some reason because she doesn't have red or blue energy lois remained the old lois who had a kid <laughs> and superman yeah uh, you know what i i, I just uh, got a call i gotta go out uh, for a pack yeah, of smokes oh uh, you know what batman just called me like batman no i didn't hear anything he's like he's like sitting there uh, oh I got my god super hearing off my trans alert's going out uh yeah uh, trouble no, alert. No, trouble yeah alert. it's like that that that's just a fucking you know a watch 
It's nothing special. No, no, no. No. I, I got to get going there, baby. You watch the kid. But yeah, uh, next thing you know, freaking Superboy's got his uh, fucking suitcase on the c- fucking c- curb like you Man, are. that shit happens. Yeah, it does. That, that, that's when it gets real. But yeah, that's at the point where he's... Uh, he says, listen, and oh, but this is when Superman says, listen, this is Mixaplex work. And that's where Lois says, are you sure? What if it isn't? And the whole thing is that goes against everything she said in this whole entire issue. It's almost like she just wants to shut him up at this like, point. Like all of a sudden, it's like, did the kid wear her down? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that's what it seems. And all this time, Lois is actually like looking at her. So I'm too young to have a 10-year-old. Jesus Christ. I just but, imagine uh, you're a parent, right? Your yeah, kid yeah. keeps telling you about the boogeyman over and over. And eventually, you start believing it. You yeah, fucking you go do. insane. You, you sleep with a shotgun. You set up a barrier. Yeah, that's when John's like, that's right. Please, please believe me. And then she says, I think we should. And that's when Superman's like, Lois? And he's like, he's so genuine. He obviously believes what he's saying. So it must be true that we're his parents. Obviously. So, now, again, here's the thing. You do have this, again, like I said with Superman. You're in this pocket dimension. You've been fighting Mixelplick. You see the kid has a Superboy, at least, outfit on yeah. and has used energy to, to destroy Mixelplick. At no point they say, like, I don't I don't get the, oh, you know what, he's so genuine. No, I, I could say, you know what, Mixelplick's a fucked up dude. This might be true. Something here might be right. We're in a crumbling pocket dimension here. I could go with anything. Let's just fucking get out of here and figure it out later. You know what I mean? But it's like, I think he's genuine. Yeah, he's genuine. Even if, you, like you said, Mixelplick must have put the whammy on him. We know if he did, he'd be genuine. But yeah, he, he says, and even Superman, he still does not believe it fully. He's assuming that's true, how do we repair it? About, you know what, you're supposed to be my parents, you got married, you had me, we do. And that's when they say, assuming you're right, how do you repair it? All of a sudden, behind them is this blue energy. And I'm like, boy, this is just forced. It's so forced into getting where they want to go, but I still don't mind it because I like where they're going. I like where they're going, too. I just need to know how we got there. Yeah, it's just – and they're like, yes, and that's where they start talking to them. And like, yes, listen to him. Listen to our son. And Superman's like, I, yes. And then it's like, you remember. All right. And there they are. And then the power of love, the red and blue combined, and somehow – that re you know we, they repaired what was broken they did all this stuff and somehow it transports them back to metropolis yeah how the fuck does uh, that work yeah well at this point yeah they're they're hugging they're kissing and this is where it's it, i mean here's the thing this is what i'm talking about when they kiss it is the kiss that rocked the fucking universe eric the multiverse because it actually gets Oz to fucking get thrown back a bit by it. it. And it's the light. But there also seems to be like they're pushing a movement as well. Like this fucking multicolored fucking explosion that goes from this kiss is something that has affected the whole multiverse. And then Oz does spell it out, uh, kind of. But he says, look, I couldn't believe it, that he could repair what was broken. And I do think that's the love, you yeah. know, the love that was gone. And you're getting the whole idea that, okay, now we get the the whole thing now comes down to Superman and Lois. Like Mixelplick said before, it's always Clark and Lois. Lois and Clark, Lois and Clark. And it, it does seem like this is really pushing to me while other people are claiming not like crazy things about the new 52 being wiped out now or whatever. What I do think, though, is the big thing that made the new 52 like it was with this no love and whatever was Lois and Clark not being together. It really right. seems like that was what caused the universe to be a darker, more, you know, gritty universe was just because Superman and Lois weren't in love. 
And I don't mind that. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, well, how do they go to Metropolis? And no don't idea. even say really anything about it. They're just there. Uh, in the meantime, Oz is giving you this, you know, rundown of what is happening here. And I mean, I guess I should just just read it. He says, I can't believe he says that Superman and wife and his son could repair what was broken. I'm not the only one. He didn't think Superman could do he. it either. Now this. So it's not even just repair it, but now he has changed more. The now this to me means, okay, he repaired what was happening, but now he did something crazy. And what it is, this changes everything. A new existence-wide single reality rebuilt from two, which would be what we would think the new 52 and, and pre-flashpoint. pre-flashpoint. So that a timeline and history both familiar and new, and they even show that that's where Superman and Lana, and you know, you yeah. have all these things, but the people who say, oh, this wipes out the whole New 52, how can you say that? It just says it, a single reality combined. rebuilt from two, and then says, basically, listen, it's bringing back the old stuff that you love, and also the shit that you had new, so don't worry, they're not gonna fuck anybody. They're not gonna say, oh, you jumped in at New 52, ah, fuck you. What this is to me is like, welcoming back all the other people that yeah you know what we're gonna get to these stories and to me this is not that big a change really you know what i'm saying it's no no more... saying, it's not i'm telling you it is you know pretty much if you read the new 52 you still get that stuff yes. and everything that we've been dealing with with the pre-flashpoint superman because it continues and yeah. new with lives realigned consistent with the memories and experiences of all of all and uh, you see the death of superman there locked in so it all fits yeah and it basically is you know now and and if you just go selfishly as superman fan and, and go this is the okay death of superman did happen now we've we've had this yeah. You know, once pre you know, New 52 Superman did die, but those stories remained. And then you had the pre-Flashpoint Superman here, and we had his stories as well. So death of Superman to a reader of this book still happened because you had the guy who did and die. also the death of the New 52 Superman, yes. Final Days so, Superman, yes. happened as well. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't erase that. So what no. you just get is that it's the same guy that all these things happened to. It, it's not... As big as people, now, exactly. I think, you, think. You, you don't have to say pre-Flashpoint or no, New 52 you anymore. Just have it's Superman. just Superman. And thank God. And thank God. The oh only God. thing is going to be like, oh, well, I like New 52 Superman. Or I you like that. It doesn't matter now. You you have both. You ju- It's not even that you have both. You have both of their history. So basically to me, this is exactly what you had already with Green Lantern and Batman at the beginning of the New 52. Yeah. When they said, we have this loose continuity because there is some overlap. Like we said, we're going to to find out like you had hank henshaw in the new 52 but now we have hank henshaw in rebirth that looks like he's going to become cyborg superman so you, you have both and, yeah. and i think they're going to try to make all of this make sense the and, only thing i see though is that you rewrite this so you have the memories but you pretty much you're, you're dealing with the pre-flashpoint version because he yeah. is now you know superman with a wife and a kid still. well again this is and what we i'm have saying the new 52 yeah history as well so all I can imagine we're going to get from that is that, yes, he died, and then Lois is going to be pissed that he slept with Wonder Woman. Yeah, and we also – yeah, really. And we also think that uh, a lot of this is going to deal with that uh, 10 years that they had yeah. missing um, and all that that would explain a lot of things with, say, the Titans book and all this. I do think that this could end up being – uh, Linda suddenly remembering well, Wally, not, not, maybe. The thing is, you, you brought up Linda earlier, which is the weirdest part to me because, you know, when we jumped in the Titans book, you know, or even before that with Rebirth, you know, Wally West came out, Barry remembered him, he came back out into the real world. Yeah. 
And then he went to the Titans, and all he had to do was touch him, and then everybody remembered everything but he can't to do with touch Linda. But I'm like, go fucking touch Linda. No, Linda, Linda's bat. no floozy. She, you got to wine and dine her. She's not a, a one-date wonder here. Not you you got to wine and dine that lady. Sad sack about it. Yeah, I know. It's because he, she won't let him tie. He keeps saying, all I have Fast to do is touch alive. you, he and he, he keeps. she keeps getting a restraining order. He keeps saying this. But, yeah, you have – it's basically they're saying – you have the best of both worlds, and I don't know how this is going to affect everything immediately. I really want to see the books that are going to be weird are the ones I mentioned earlier where you had this continuing pre-Flashpoint kind of shady continuity like a Batman and right. things like that that I do think that this just allows them to kind of – you know, make it more clear. I don't think – I think people think that like Batman's going to wake up tomorrow and Eureka, I remember this. Now, the next book we're going to talk about is The Flash. There is a weird moment in that because it seems like this is opening up people remembering every everything, including dead universes, universes that were overwritten, whatever the case may be. We'll, we'll see how it, how it plays out. Um, but, yeah, I think that this is exciting going forward just because – it's I'm, one of I'm those things to that know what the hell they're going to do with it. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see. Now we have some solicits. I said to you. Also, I said I was going to give you my theory of not just Shazam, but I also think this is also another thing. Like, holy shit! You know what? I remember this JSA team. Yeah, they were around. Where are they? Yeah. And things like that. That this seems to maybe open up those things. I have a feeling that they were waiting for this to happen before they brought Shazam back. I actually, for some reason, I, I don't even have a thumb on exactly what it would be, but they didn't want to bring back just that new 52 Shazam where, you know, with, with Billy and, you know, that, that really, it, it's, it wasn't awful. It wasn't that, an no, that awful backup. Billy but, with the backup, though, it, he kind of got away from that. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. I think that they'd rather him come back as the classic Shazam and not really have to decide they if they're going to deal with that redesign. Cause I well, love I'm saying, that but now he, now he can come back and they can just go kind of classic with them. I, again, I don't know what it means with this happening, but I do think well, that this is what is going to open that. I, if I'm not wrong, I'm rarely right on these things, but yeah. if I'm right, I do think the next month, I guess it would be the July solicits. I think maybe we'll see a couple new books. Well, I'm telling you, uh, the, the big thing this. that the big thing that really is the problem with the dialogue, trying to figure out what is happening here, because it's in my mind it ends very ambiguously. Because Mr. Oz is watching everything going on. You know, yeah. the family has done the impossible, proven that true love can really conquer all. And he's yeah. like, for them and those connected to them, twin realities are now united as yeah. one. I'm like, what is it? How far does that go? People that's connected what I'm saying. to them. And that's what's weird. And uh, we didn't even point out the one thing that did get me upset. They have there. And you even have blank there. I'm like, really? You know. Uh, but in the meantime, you also have Lex right in the, you know, almost in the middle of those villains. And again, it, this isn't something that I would think Lex. I, I don't think this is people waking up from a dream. You know right. what I mean? I don't think that they're going to wake up and go, oh, my God, like Lex you know, wakes like up and goes. And I don't – and I also don't think that it's fully going to be people – yeah, like Gotopia, except Catwoman, who seemed to continue. She remember. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to have like Lex all of a sudden like, oh, my God, I used to be a bad guy, so I should be now. You know what like, I mean? Like all of a sudden he wakes up. 
this Superman nonsense is for the birds. I just want yeah, to fucking have. That's power. what I'm, I'm saying. Like, no, I really relax. don't we, think we've that. been working so yeah. hard to move you yes. to a new direction, which I really like. Don't reverse. Yes. I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to be something like nonsense like that. That he's like, oh, you know, uh, like you said, you said it correctly. You know, awesome. That hey, that's for the birds. You know what? Nobody even believed me now, so I'll go and do this with all the things that they've done. Uh, also, that from there, and you do. It's a pretty cool panel where you can look through and like look at the history. Mysteries and see things, and then have the villains. You have the Eradicator, there, Cyborg, Superman, Classic. Uh, you have Dark Side. Well, that's the thing you, you know is, what you, I mean? you have the, like you have the revamp of Eradicator, the old style freaking Cyborg Superman. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like you know, so and like even the freaking the, the newer version of Brainiac. So you yep. are, and even it looks like the old version of Toy Man. So yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. mixing yep. and matching this. Yeah, they are, and I the think that they yeah they want to show you though that you know what. Some things are going to be new. Some things are old uh, because this is a melding of everything like that. I just – I worry because Lex is right there and it yep. does upset me. But when they go, they're, they're in Metropolis. They – you know, hey, we're back. You know, and he's like, hey, he did his best. Superman says Mixoplick did his best to break us uh, for the first time in a long time. Everything that feels right. And then Lois says, like, we're whole again, thanks to John. He's like, sweet. That's stupid, what did you but, do, John? But then the they go, and it does look fully. John is flying. He, he is not. You can say he's jumping because he does say. It's not that he says I'm going to. He does say, want to see me leap a couple of tall buildings in a single bound? You don't jump like that. You don't. I'm telling you. It when you looks could jump like that high, you could, you could jump like that. No. He's not jumping. They would have made him look like he's jumping. I just, it's weird. I, I hope that now this opens up the whole deal. Because he did get the red and the blue in him, uh, I hope that he has uh, power of flight. Like, even though, uh, I don't even know what the hell that means. Because even in the last issue, when, like, you know, the red energy was talking to him. We didn't get to hear what the red energy was saying. But then, it, you know, it zapped his finger and a flame was on the end of his finger. I'm like, yeah, I thought what that, does that, that was just, mean? I think that was just a visual way to show that he had in him because he did shoot it out of his fist. I mean, it was not like he had a ball like Hadouken. He actually went ba-boom and shot both I, I don't fists know. Like, blast. When I saw, like, the, the blue energy, he totally shot it like a blast, but when I, like, when I was reading the last issue with that red energy, it kind of seemed like he just kind of stuck his hands in it and, like, let that fly now, him I'm around. I'm telling you, he, he ended up going downwards, and when he, like, get away from my parents, that looked like he shot it the fuck out because it went flying out of him into the ground to make the Deja Vu New 52. And I, I thought, and I do think that that is inside him, or one of those things that they explain like he always had both that that's why he was special he was always red and blue uh and that was just them being able to bring it out of him i don't know maybe we'll, we'll get that soon uh but yeah it ends with mr oz still talking the guy has cameras everywhere eric i mean i'm surprised he doesn't flip the channel and batman's taking a shit and he's just watching but he says yep that family has done the impossible proven that true love can really conquer all like you said but yet he says uh for them and those connected with them twin realities are now united as one yet questions remain and now you see the moon and is it over or is there more considering what has been set in motion and the forces behind it is it superman who has the final say or him and you see mars and again it's so big into pointing out that it's dr manhattan no we'll man you see. don't understand the martian big man is martian man oh everybody's saying that now i see really, people saying it all over <laughs> yeah but now the the big thing that i did read from somebody i wish i could remember but it does i wouldn't have even thought of it but uh, it really does make it a very close 
deal as well. Like if he's saying like, or him, and yeah, Dr. Manhattan might be on the other side of Mars just sitting there, or whoever it is. If it is Martian Manhunter, or it's Malifalak, Eric, yeah. uh, but it does seem very immediate. You know what I mean? This isn't like, oh, in, in distant dimensions he's watching, or this. It really does seem to yeah, point out Mars. like shit is close, and, and shit's going to happen quick, though I don't think that. I, I think we're going to get more dribs and drabs. The next big thing, obviously, is the button story, right. uh, is where will be the next thing that we get and then maybe the dark day story like you can see almost stepping stones off into the final big story or not the final big story but the real real big story that's whatever jeff johns is right in september well they said yeah because it did he did say he's going to be writing writing dr manhattan in 2017 and it did seem to point to september so we'll see if that's still the case shit changes yeah, all cha- the time. change all the time uh but yeah i i had a lot of issues a lot of things were more i want to know more exactly uh, that was which my that's good that's that's arc. that's a good thing to want to know more but when you have a crossover like this it's not a great thing coming out really confused and what it means. And I do – I just wish that we would have seen where one of these – and there are – people have even pointed out to you on the site. There are these, you know, uh, you know, post stories that they're going to deal with. Oh, yeah, shooting. the aftermath Yeah, issues. the aftermath issues of this where we're going to see. And like is this going to be that all of a sudden Wonder Woman just remembers all the truth now that we have this that, – and the truth basically is – all the continuity combined, but that seemed to be what we did before anyway. Yeah. I, it'd be great. It, it hits the Wonder Woman book, and Greg Rucka makes it so that now we're even more confused. That now she has seven other truths that she has to deal with, and you, who knows. But yeah, uh, how it goes through, I want to see how this does affect the rest. And just guessing and looking ahead at solicits, I said to you it's weird because in the new solicits for June, they did point out that Black Canary is leaving Oliver and I said maybe this is something that they remember that it just never worked they're like fuck right. this this doesn't work or or whatnot but that's like that would be a weird kind of thing if that does happen because love made this whole thing happen and then the love that made it happen causes other love. loves to get the fuck out but we'll see and maybe if this even just gives us JSA and you know Shazam or shit like that uh, I'll be happy enough because I, oh, I, well. I just like that and again don't worry uh, most people that we talked to haven't even read the New 52, but me and you love the New 52, and I was talking to you, and there was a certain writer that was even on some message boards saying, yep, it's all gone, and you even said right away, I don't think Scott Snyder's going to go with that. Like, no. you're trying to tell me that the Court of Owls didn't happen, like this is a t- – I don't even – how does somebody read this and think that that's wiped out? I was on a it, message I'm board you, it arguing says with people. They are combined. Yes, and it, the, the basic article was – the the new Action Comics nine seventy six puts the death nail in the new fifty two. And then you read this article and it basically says, Yup, the new fifty two is now completely wiped out. You can forget about all that bullshit. Nobody liked it anyway, and let's go. I'm like, I liked it. I yeah, liked it a lot. I a lot that of was good where I jumped on. It would be just like in two years, three years, that all the people who jumped on with rebirth are told, No, 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 that doesn't matter. And eventually nothing matters. And and yet, Eric it all matters. Sure does. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it matters to me. I, I I think that this is going to be. You just have to sit, sit tight and see how it affects things going forward and how this is going to go. But uh, what did you give it? I gave it a six point five out of ten. It's mostly because I really love the art. I want. I'm interested in where we're going. But the problems I have in it is that 
everything just happens just because without any explanation. Like, you know, we are told that John is the key. No reason why John's the key. He just is. We yeah. got red energy showing up out of nowhere. That's never explained. And then, you know, when that manifests, we have blue energy out there. Never yeah. really explained. Yeah, And, I and they get... just combine out of nowhere. I'm just saying. Yeah. And then we get transported back to friggin'. And the only reason Mixelplik was in this was to give us back a secret identity yeah, and no yeah. other reason. And uh, almost like he gets them out of the way into the this dimension pocket dimension so that they can play their the nonsense away from prying eyes even that was another but, but it, really it, it all ends up mr ross is watching the whole goddamn yeah thing. i know well that's i'm not even saying i'm saying like normal people like normal people seeing this happen uh you know would have been like oh well that isn't superman or oh, hey there's that guy it, it, it gets people out of it but it is only I'm two. You, having mixel pick be that band-aid for the secret identity not only just comes out of nowhere to do it but it also fucks up the continuity because everybody's excited to see who escaped mr ross's prison yeah. but in that timeline nothing makes sense because t- you know robin and all of them were already there and, uh, you know, when he leaves that, goes back to Metropolis, he becomes Clark yeah. Kent. Yep. And that was at the beginning of Rebirth, which yeah. so it, it fucks up the timeline completely and does nothing except for the goddamn secret identity. Yeah, and, really and we're made to feel that this whole thing with Mixelplik was going to have a bigger meaning. And we thought it was a bullshit anyway, because, oh, it's Mixelplik. So everything can be, be explained anything. with magic, but it, there was nothing to it. Yeah, there was yeah. not even a magic explanation that and they could it, give us. It it's was just, so funny, oh, I'm too, out, guys. Mixie be, out. Because once Mixelplik was, it was revealed to be Mixelplik, you know, and I, I've seen some people say, oh, I, I think it's cool. I like it. Uh, immediately, though, I could tell that it's it's not that great a deal because immediately now everybody's now, oh, I wonder who Mr. Oz is. Like everybody wants that mystery that's going to be something huge, and now that's who. Everybody's trying to decide like, oh, maybe Superboy Prime's Mr. Oz and this and so, whatever it might be, but who knows. Uh, but myself, I, I like the art here. Uh, Mixelplik is is odd because we have four issues and he look like he look different in all four, oh, yeah. but uh, that's fine. And I do like the art. I always like the way John looks. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things. Now again, I could say to you, hey, I think that what they were getting at is John was the only one who remembered, and he was the one who has unconditional love for both his parents. And that's but they they don't show that. They don't say yeah. that. That's what I think. I think the love of a child saved the day, Eric. Uh but I they didn't really spell that out. It was just him begging them and bugging them. It, it basically, are we there yet? Is all he was doing. The holy are we there yet? Are we there yet? Finally Lois is like, Jesus Christ, we're there. Okay, I you know, boom. And now you combine. Uh but yeah, I, I just I, I am excited again like i guess not excited i said that earlier i'm more i'm interested i'm very interested in going and for some reason just seeing that whole thing and kind of seeing that combo of the two superman first off just me and you talking now we don't have to say pre-flashpoint that nonsense thank god thank god but it does give me kind of a sense of hope and it does kind of put a little smile on my face about knowing that Yes, the new 52 remains. Yes, we have things. And it just, to me, it's like almost like I can be happy thinking, okay, a lot of people can get on board with this. Though I think it's one of those that it's like trying to be for everyone and not for anyone, you know, because people like their, oh, I like pre-flight. Well, now you don't have either. You have both, but they're combined. I think it's going to confuse people. I think that going forward, they better not do this nonsense and like this event where they were very shady on what was going on you have to start giving me concrete reasons like yeah like we said if they come out and tell you why lois was the blue energy that would shock me but if they say 
you know, all of a sudden, I'm trying to think of a, a, a hero. Uh, not Green Lantern. Let, Cyborg. Cyborg wakes up. Oh, my God. I remember everything. I want to know what the fuck everything is for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to know what's going on. Don't fucking give me these hints and fucking, you know, fucking, you know, shit passed down the alley. I want to know what's going on, and I hope they do that. But I go with you. Six five. I, I can't go any higher. I can't go with just the hope of what this means to into my score. I'm going what this issue was, and there were a lot of gaping holes in this entire issue and this entire event. And I'll tell you, the event itself, I'd probably even go a little lower to a six. Just, just a crossover, not an event. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Again, I don't care what you say. This was an event. It really was. It, it Yes, it didn't have its own numbered book or whatever. This is the most important four issues that we've had since Rebirth started. Uh, it is. It really is. It is a universe-changing story. Uh, it's it, more so than what ended up being, and I'll, I'll also point out what we were saying earlier about books and events and crossovers and all this. Uh, really, what's really getting on my nerves is pretty much since Future's End and World's End, uh, every event itself has been, or or crossover has only been to set up another book, and yeah. that's what that Justice League versus Suicide Squad was to set up jail, you know, the JLA. Yeah. Everything seems to be like at least we're getting something like different. The story here. is subpar to what they hope the next thing's going to yes. be. Yep, yeah. It's basically a oh, we're going to have a half year event for Future's End, and it's only going to set up uh, Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond. Yeah, yeah. That's all it's going to do. World's End. Oh my God, it's this. It's Earth Two Society. Earth Two Society. Boom. Yeah, you have all these convergence. It's set up. I mean, you could even say convergence set up uh, Lois, and, Lois Clark. and Clark. I think that I think that was later on because that was such a good book. Yeah, and tell us. And then you know everything seems to be. You're in the middle of a story with your eye on the next story. It's like you're dating a woman, but you're watching the next woman in line. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, I know. Yeah, I know you girlfriend. know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I hope that this is something that pays off. That's all. Me as so well. I, I hope that you That's know everybody. All I want out of anything, yeah. and for the continuity to fucking make sense. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I'm writers, you. you got a job. Stick I'm with it. I'm with you. I am with you. Flash number nineteen, Eric. Flash number 19, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Jesus Moreno, Carmine D., Gian DeMonico, Andy Owens, Chris Sotomayor, and Steve Wands. You there? Are you there, there, my friend? Are you there? I want to step on your toes again. I was worried that Joshua Williamson was going to mess with the reverse Flash's death here, but everything passes the sniff test. He died Stop a hero. Your comics. He died a hero, and while I was hoping that news that news would put a smile on Wally West's face, he runs off upset anyway. Before that, however, he finally learns that Barry is the Flash, and the issue ends with a crazy whack funky cliffhanger that does have me excited. Crazy going forward. whack funky. Crazy whack funky. It's crazy sexy cool. This fucking cliffhanger. It has me excited. The problem is, it doesn't have me excited for this book. It just has me more excited about the button. Uh, as far as this book goes, I do think that if you read my review on the site, I think I went a little too high on this one. Maybe I was a little high on this one, Eric. I, I don't know. But what, my reading it again, throwing shade again? Reading, yes. Reading it again, I do think that when you hear my score, you'll be like, yeah, that that's a little high. Uh, but I liked it. I actually was so worried 
that they were going to fuck with Reverse Flash's Honestly, so was I. death. And they don't. They they really do it very well and to the point where it even kind of mimics the art style a little of when it happened. And it's right on. Uh, Boomerang does not lie about it. But the problem is... Hey, doesn't this seem kind of like a more caring Boomerang that we would see in does. Suicide Squad? No, it does. And I also do think that it's a great thing that if you are reading the Suicide Squad and did read a couple of things with his backstory about his awful dad and things like that, it's a great moment when he finds out when Wally West, because he's not going to tell them shit. He's walking away. And that's when Wally's like, listen, it's my dad. And it does. It hits you in the feels there because then he's like, "Ah, you know what? Your dad was a hero. But before that, this is the problem. That's what I want to talk about unfortunately you have half of an issue which i do love the art it's a very old school art yeah uh that it starts with but it's old school nonsense as well that does nothing at all you know vibrating ropes, Jim. yeah and it, all it is it, it's fun enough that's why i think i still gave the book high marks is because it's fun you have boomerang it, it, it is, He's it doing is things. fun but the it's thing just is nothing. it's so so much to the point of ridiculousness yeah. the whole thing that everybody goes with for one thing we have our heroes tied to fucking stakes with goddamn you know vibrating rope yes. that they just yeah. happen to have that the flash can't yeah i told the you they, they, nowhere. Yeah, they try to make this like that's something that the weaver clan always has why the why would out. they have that it, what but, are they dingoes can, can don't get through there dingoes, yeah, dingoes a fucking koala bear frequency man yeah so it's the just, whole idea about the gun that kills the Flash. All right, let's, let's untie them and send yeah. the Flash. So you know the fastest man alive that can disarm us in a second before yeah. we even notice yeah. what happened. Uh, even just, even that. Let's not do that. Come on. It's so funny because they are tied up, and it's Wally, Barry, and Boomerang, and they're there, and they're about to kill him, and, and Boomerang thinks on his feet and says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, Weaver Clan, you're so excited about these guns and things. Also, the the problem I have is that's not set up." No. We don't know. I know that he's there to find out about these he's, gun he's running things or whatever. He's going to try to stop no. this gun tech. But because we're coming in from the flashbook, and this was only set up by him saying that, all yeah. of a sudden you're like, what is he talking about? Why are they killing the flat like a firing squad uh that really a firing squad does not test out weapons per se plus it looks like they have a goddamn whole military compound going on i thought they were just some goddamn backwoods guys a fucking crocodile dundee and a couple dudes they have an own personal goddamn oh, army Jim, Jim, here this is a clan oh it's a clan all right it's a goddamn army but yeah they're there boomerang thinks in his feet and says listen wouldn't it be great for this gun sales that you want to have to say hey this is the gun that actually could kill the Flash. The Flash not tied up, but a Flash who's out and about. It, it could do that. And I'm thinking Even to myself, I said to you idea. at work. Why, uh, why untie him? Just say, it, yeah. well, bam. Okay, oh, yeah. gun I said the to you at work, the only thing you need is evidence of the Flash being dead then. You just do it while he's tied up, and then you go, if anybody wants to see, go Old West. Have him in a fucking coffin, you know, pressed up against the old tavern where people can go by and take old time pictures with him. There's no reason to let him go. Well, you don't that, have George. to fight I fair. Would take a, I would take a video of him tied up and then shoot him yeah. dead. Look, guys, I'm the gun you, killed the Flash. The, the Weaver clan doesn't realize that when you are winning like you are here – you don't have to go to the level of the people losing. You are winning. You make up the rules, not this bullshit of, oh, you know what? That sounds great. Uh, but then they try to alter the deal, Eric, by saying, uh, okay. 
Yeah, and they say, yeah, we're going to do that, but you're also going to have to go with Boomerang, which you almost think it's like, okay, Boomerang is going to slow him down, but it doesn't because he does this little yoke thing where he's connected with this thing and it, he's just running around with boomerang and that and just seems so to ridiculous to me yeah. it's just almost like you know he's gonna rip his fucking arm out yeah yeah you would think and they're running around getting shot at and i said there's a little laurel and hardy uh line in here with you know it's a fine mess you got us into oh, yeah. now uh in the meantime they do have wally and say listen if you cheat we're going to kill this kid. And Wally's like, don't do it. And he's like, no, no, we have to do it. And they go. But in the meantime, uh, Wally is tied up with this vibrating fucking rope, which does not work on him because we've seen before when he tries to vibrate, he does blow things up to the you point don't really where this. see that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Here, it is weird, though, because he says it. But it doesn't – you see an explosion no, for, behind him, but and, you don't get a full out like, oh, my God, that's what happened. Yeah, that's cool. And also it, it, Joshua Williamson realizes that this is something he has to spell out because it's not a thing that has been full out in the book. But it does, it has happened. Uh, but having to spell it out like he does, who is he talking to when this happens? Like, hey, hey, uh, Crocodile Dundee, by the way, uh, you know, I'm this rope's going to hold me. I'm going to explode. And it, it is nonsense. This whole part, again, I said, I like the old school fun of it, especially the art, I think, uh, is pretty well, sorry, cool. I can really get behind the art. I have a good time with yeah. Jesus Marina. I'm a fan of his art style. It's just the over-the-top nature of everybody's actions really sets my score back on this because I find the like you know I'm reading a fucking superhero book I have to have some kind of like you know low expectation of what I'm about to get yeah, because yeah. it is you know it's a super real like this fantastic kind of thing I'm going to when it is so over-the-top ridiculous though it just takes me out of the book yeah the the thing that I they're get, supposed though, to make this real to me yeah, and yeah. It's not well working. the thing that I I wouldn't mind is if this whole issue was this kind of goofiness like we had. Even like uh, in Green Arrow when we had the flashbacks with, with Roy and Oliver and they're fighting and you have the crazy arrows and things like that. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. This is an issue where we already have set up. We're going to find out what happened to Reverse Flash. We have Wally. He's all upset. To start this off and go a whole half of an issue like this, to only go then and, and slam on the brakes to get to what it, it throws it off as well because then you're not having fun anymore and no. it kind of does. Like, I, I'm now, just kind of like you know, face palming here. I'm like, come on, really? Yeah, because come after on. that, once this all ends, uh, then when the, the – important stuff happens then you're like left to be like boy we just wasted half of a fucking issue with this nonsense to take out I, the weaver clan yeah and the weaver clan's there and i do like to call out they have parademon uh tech for the weapons yeah, it's all cool. pretty cool uh we had the setup that waller's going to be involved in the meantime when the explosion goes off with wally it's weird because barry's like hey yeah, waller coming to save your ass or whatever and it never really has a resolution we know it's wally but even uh, freaking boomerang kind of is like yeah yeah, you know, there, but it's not. So then when everything ends, there are troops putting them into, you know, paddy wagons and things. Yeah. I'm like, well, what happened? What? I know it's later and they must have called, but it just seems very weird uh, the whole time. But that's when Boomerang's like, you know what? Well, you can't tell the difference between these troops loading them no, in and the troops we saying. had the firing squad. It looks like squad. people just turned, you know, they, they became turncoats and now oh, they're right, putting Flash. them in the back. You showed us the air of our ways. We're going to take yeah, these it's boys It's so funny. The he, they don't even realize. They're like, hey, uh, guys, by the way, you troops over there, can you take care of this Weaver clan? They're like, yeah, they just drive around the block and come back and start up business again hey we're uh, new troops yeah yeah there they go but uh 
there's Boomerang. He's like, okay, you know what? That was fun. Uh, I'm out. And they, Flash says, listen, you owe us one. We saved you. I saved you. I, I was the one who came up with that fucking great plan. And they're like, I want to know about Daniel West. Uh, and he's like, oh, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. It's it's a continuation of everybody saying they don't know. And he's like, he's my dad. And that's why I really like there, it. There goes your secret identity, Wally. Good job. Yeah, yeah, really. But then Boomerang just kind of stops. And he's like, I was no like, no lie. lie. He's like, I just want to know the truth. Can you understand yeah, that? Yeah. I... Bugger. bugger. Okay, here and we he go. And he says, here's how it went down, and he tells it, and this is I how really it went like down. I really like that scene. I even like, an, and you see it there, you even have Parasite there. I mean, they, they made a Oh, they enough, recreated a great... Yeah, they made a great attempt to really, if you were reading that story, it's right on, because, yeah, he went, there was a bomb. They were leaving. They were going to leave, and this bomb was going to go off, and he's like... Oh shit! You can't have this happen. It's going to kill no. these kids. And Reverse Flash went, grabbed the bomb, and then t- took it to the ocean, and it exploded. And we didn't really know. I mean, this is closure for us as well, mainly because we figured he was dead, but yeah, you never really he saw the whole thing. So I thought, and yeah, he looks to be dead, and he says, "Hey, that's the truth. Your old man died a right hero. Sorry, kid." You see Wally there, and this is the problem: is through this whole thing once wally wanted to know more about daniel and more once he found out he was his dad the whole thing in my mind was and they even started before that but it was like it was almost like is this destiny hey i'm kid flash but if my dad's the reverse flash uh, am i gonna be bad can i help oh, yeah. myself is that is this something that's in my genes that i'm just bad and this like my dad like horror movies why yeah, is, yeah. That, is that why i like exactly horror movies? but you know he has struggled with this it seems so it seemed like the whole thing he wanted was closure but also hoping that daniel died a hero he finds us out all of a sudden it's not enough for him and i understand he's upset but it almost oh, yeah. seems like they Kind of negate the whole thing about being a hero. And well, it's not I, only that, though, because in my mind as well, you know, he, we find out that he did die a hero, which is a great yes. relief to Wally, but he also wants to talk to his dad. You know, yeah, like now yeah. he well, knows he it's does, a finite thing where his dad thing. is now gone. You for good. say the whole thing, he never once says, like, oh, thank God he was a hero, or oh, I knew he was. I looked up to him. He never says it. He just runs off. And that's when Barry's like, listen, you know what? Uh, we can talk about this. And he's like, no, you knew all the time he was dead. And I was going to say, like, Flash should just say, you know what? I suspect it, but no, I was not trying to get a fucking firing squad here just because I was fucking playing some fucking charade here. But he was kind of hoping, I think, that he was alive as well. Uh, but yeah, he's not. And he says, you know, you knew that he was on a suicide mission with the suicide squad. And what the hell's going on? There's nothing to talk about. You don't understand. And I'll never be able to ask him why he left me. Because the thing is, he's upset now. He says, uh, after a while, Daniel was hanging hanging out with us before yeah. he got ar- you know arrested eventually and why didn't he tell me didn't he want me to be his son and he's very upset it's very thing i mean and again like, we're going back know, to at, little eric shea again there he is he's looking yeah. at phone books he's got yeah he's, yeah, he's looking he's at the phone books this is talk. like this is the worst week for eric <laughs> yeah but then he's like listen i understand he's like what do you mean you don't understand you know is something wrong with me and then barry's like look and Was he takes off his thing and this yeah, and uh, this is what we've been waiting for this whole time. And really, when when the Flash tells you his identity, you're dead. So I yeah. guess that Wally will no longer be in T-Tights because he's going to be dead soon. But no, he says, listen, there's nothing wrong with you. And I really like this part where 
Wally's just like, oh, oh where my he God. grabs and a hold of Barry. I'm like, he, that's he great. hugs him, and yeah, I, I actually, I could even looking at it now could almost tear up. That's how much I liked it, and how much it's been set up. Where even at the beginning, when Barry and uh, Wally were, you know, teasing. Actually, it was Wally kind of poking fun. Hey there, Tommy. Remember, he kept saying the names. Yeah. So it was really good. But they go and sit down. And I like the the narration here where Barry's saying, like, you know what? All the things that have happened, this is a smart kid. He's putting things together because they're just sitting there. They're not talking. They're just sitting there at this point. And he's like, you know, he's putting all this together. What happened to Mina? What happened with Black Hole, the terrorist group? All this stuff. And Godspeed even. And he's like, he's a smart kid. He put it together. And that's where finally Wally says, does Iris know He's like, listen, I haven't told her yet. And Wally freaks out. And he says, oh, no, God no, damn. I can't put her in that danger. But we have now dealt with Wally really upset that his dad never said anything to him or told him the truth. So he, it doesn't sit right. He's got with him. a whole new thing to be upset about now. I'm like, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. We were so and close this is to where I said, I, even at this point, I wish that they would have said a little like, you know what? My dad was a hero. I knew he was. And he's like, you know what? Everybody can change. You could have all that thing. They don't do that. But he does get mad. He's like, you're a liar. You're a liar like my dad. I'm getting the fuck out of here and leaves. And again, it seems like a very convenient way to get Wally out of the way for the button story because he's going to go off to Batman. You can't have Wally you know, hanging around because oh, yeah. he's not involved. So he goes off for his Teen Titan deal. Whatever yeah. you go to Iron He's Heights. He's gonna go do the fucking Lazarus contract. Yes, and you, yeah, yeah, and you go to Iron Heights there, and it's a lightning storm going on. You go in, and this is where uh, Barry continues his narration, and he's talking about Wally and Daniel and and Hope and people, you know, coming back and doing things and and whatnot. And you see Eobard Thawne's crazy ass fucking way he is set. You know, he's and in for that some fucking... reason I thought he was in some kind of like you know he was suspended in some kind of anti grav chamber last time we saw, but yeah, now yeah. he's. Yeah, that's the, what I thought. The man in the iron suit. Yeah, he's the man in the iron suit here. And all of a sudden, you see this lightning go as Wally or Barry's even saying, I trusted August Hart. The rogues almost got away. I didn't know that Daniel was dead. And now I hurt Wally. I was so hoping Daniel would be alive, that there would be a light at the end of the tunnel. But I guess sometimes that light is a train coming right through for you. And that's where the lightning goes off. And, uh, and Thawne you know pops up and he says i remember the batman thomas wayne he killed me in flashpoint and that's fucked up and then he says i should teach his son a lesson which obviously is batman yeah. but it is and so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this freaking eobard thawne though it seems like they've really gone away from the new 52 redesign yeah, yeah and it's yeah. gone right back to the classic. even the lightning bolts going around him like in the new 52 we had this like black and yellow bolts trailing yeah, yeah, behind yeah. him as he ran and well, he had that whole diamond yeah. freaking like symbol with the black lanterns yep. like yeah. uh, that not black, uh, and, lantern, black I, flash I, symbol and so now we are completely going back to like pre oh, yeah. new 52 for this new yeah. design Ian and the Bart craziest thing, all the memories are there. This is the first time that anybody, I think, would. I mean, this isn't him saying, "I remember pre-Flashpoint." This is Flashpoint that he remembers, and oh, this yeah. is, and and he is a speedster, so that that can completely make sense. But this is something even more crazy, and it picks up on in uh, Batman Twenty One, which is the button deal. So obviously, this points to the button dealing with shit from Flashpoint, which, which is, is weird because Batman takes place. Batman Twenty One takes place after you know Flash Number Twenty. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so I'm because saying it, it continues a week after. Well, yeah, the yeah next well, you have get. Flash 20 is a, a side story with Iris West. So okay, you're not I thought that yet. was going to be a part of it as well. No, okay. you're not going to have anything with this. This continues in Batman 21. Because when I, I saw this, I'm like, Flash 20, 21 is when the shit starts okay. with the button in this. So you're going to have Iris West, agent of Black Hole, which I would, uh, I would guess that she's going undercover or something with that. But yeah, this is crazy. And I do say I was talking to you, and I have been reading flashpoint I, i'm doing this thing for our new 52 yeah. deal and i do really think that they wanted to get daniel west out of the way because they're going back to them calling you know not just zoom they're calling thon reverse flash again i don't like that it, well that was the we, whole thing we, in flashpoint that was the whole I, I deal know. it's just that we have i like him as professor zoom because we even had reverse flash as hunter zolomon before yeah, yeah. and you know we, we replaced it with daniel west for the new 52 which I, I i hated him at first but i've grown to really like the character especially but, after yeah. his fucking sacrifice but i do again. think that they're going to fully call him reverse flash again they had to get rid of any remnant of possibility that there would be two reverse flashes because people would get so we finally Find out that Daniel West Reverse Flash is completely dead so that, boom, he can come and then he can start calling him Reverse Flash again because, uh, yeah, he just throws I like Professor line. Zoom. I know. But yeah, it's a corny I, I name, bet, but I've always liked I it. I bet you they even say both, but this is, you know, this is the, if he's talking Flashpoint, they're really going with reverse Flash here, and it, but yeah. it is Eobard Thawne. I do like in the part uh, in Flashpoint when he, when Barry tells uh, Thomas Wayne about and it's like oh his name's Eobard Thony the fuck kind of name is fucking Eobard <laughs> ah, it's it's from the I've future and it's so myself. funny he says like he's like ah, that's that's a name from the future and, and Thomas Wayne's like okay he he goes with it he's they're fucked up in the future but uh yeah I, I'm Not very interested in this and this actually was the sealed the deal for me because I had been kind of going back and forth of whether I would do a side. <laughs> Uh, episode for the new 52 review podcast of Flashpoint. I thought, ah, you know what? I was like, nah, we'll just get right into the new 52. But the stuff that happened in action, and then especially this, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it so people can, you know, know what. And I think that episode might even be a little useful just for people for rebirth. So if you want to check it out, it should be up uh, when you hear this. Uh, but like I said, I really like the stuff with Wally, though I wish that they would have done more with him being happy that he died a hero. It seemed to be yeah, brushed well. aside. But when he hugged, when he, when Wally Great hugged moment. Barry, it was. It was really, really good. And uh, I and really like the ending. Boomerang, when he realized that yeah. Reverse Flash was yeah. Wally's father, when like, he stopped. Yeah, when he stopped. All right, he's like, oh, All right Jesus, okay, come Christ. here. But uh, even the end, I don't understand it, but boy, it, it's pretty exciting. Gets me it's excited for the button. Yeah, and I really wasn't – I'm one of the few that when people were on Twitter saying, hey, who's excited for the button? And I, no, I'm not. I'll, when it comes, it comes, and I'll probably now, like it, it. But we'll now that I find out that the button is going to deal with fucking Professor Zoom taking on Batman. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's more than just them in a lab saying, "I don't know. This is some blood on here that's from a different dimension." That's what I thought yeah, it I all was going to be. But in the meantime, you have freaking Professor, or you know, Zoom. I was going to say, but whether you have Eobard Thawne who wants revenge on Thomas Wayne for by killing Batman. It's awesome. That sounds I cool that. to me, so I'm in. But I gave this an I'm 8 down. out of 10. Now that I'm talking about it and the problems that I had reading it the second time, uh, I'd probably give it a 7. Uh, but I went 8 on the site, so I'll, I'll have to stick with the 8. 
Yeah, I'm done. I like the art, but I'm a big fan of Jesus Moreno. Yeah. I just found the story to be, for the most part, you know, once we got off all the ridiculousness and got to Wally, I started enjoying it more, even though I wanted to end on a happy yeah. note, but we couldn't even get that. But most of the issue, though, we have all this over-the-top ridiculous yeah, nonsense. Ridiculous. None of it made sense it's to me. It's ridiculous stuff that'll never come back to mean no. anything. It'll and never it just, be anything. It was like, you know, it just made me feel stupid reading it because I'm like, is this what you feel like, like the readers want? Is this over the top ridiculousness? Like the he's the fastest man alive. And you're just letting him go yeah. and like fucking vibrating rope. I'm like, yep. I don't need any of this. And because of that whole thing, even though I enjoyed the end of the issue, I would give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I think that, like I said, I think this whole thing, they wanted Wally to find out Barry's identity. So they, they did that. Yeah, you need I to wanted get, that too. You need to get Daniel West out of the picture so nobody like me and you start yelling when they start calling you a bard reverse flash so you get him out and uh you have this cliffhanger but all the other things were just basically like jesus christ i gotta fill some pages it did seem like that i'm worried about next issue because now you have an, another whole issue before the button it looks like they're already looking for the exit to get to the oh, yeah. button in this story I hope that next story, and I'm guessing even from what they say, I didn't read the solicit, but that Iris West, Agent of Black Hole, to me sounds like something that would be normally an annual story. So we'll right. see. Hopefully, though, it's fun enough, but we'll see. But we're going to go off to the next mail section. It is the best podcast a week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews. And I've got such a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mel with Jim Now Mel with Jim And I've got a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mel with Jim Gonna hear mail with Jim. Gonna hear mail with Jim, Eric. No mail this with song Eric. Always makes me wiggle my hips. Wiggle your hips, huh? You, you're wiggling those wiggle hips my now. Hips. I'm a hip wiggling shaker. Your Love hips. Well, we're gonna get on with mail section number two, and we're gonna start with Alex M. And Alex M, who does our uh, cover images, the, the art for the covers awesome of covers. each of the episodes. Alex M says, what's up, Jim? What's up, Eric? What's up, Chris and Reggie? What's, what's up, up Marvel Minute Man? And what's up, the Get Fresh Crew? Whoopity whoop, whoop, whoop. It has been a while since I've written, but what can I say? I've been busy and lazy. Yet I was inspired by a dream to write in. More on that later. First, let's talk about right. the books I got this week. It was a light load that included two DC books, one of which was kind of stupid. The other one, quite stupid. The former is Action Comics. The other one is Blue Beetle. However, I did not hate either one. All right. Says you, Alex M. Let me start with Blue Beetle, which, after picking the last two issues up, I think your commentary has been exact. The dialogue is a travesty. It feels like you're reading a script that has been edited over and over until each word has been stitched together. I agree. Or at times, it's as if there is not much to, to be said, so it is stated in three or four different ways. As far as the magic stuff, it misses something crucial and is some kind of well-defined origin of the scarab. In fact, this thing is going down the Hawkman origin route. 
he says action comics was cool as far as the uh, mo- as far as it had its moments but i think it might be time to see about dropping the superman series by tomasi as i see it ever since the first arc all we had is a bunch of placeholders between any significant storylines that is true that's your biggest complaint for I the agree. tomasi superman action book. comics point yeah, I, I could see why some people would. But this includes the uber-disappointing multiplicity story, which in my mind needs an absolute redo. I mean, I'd keep that first issue, but I'd redo the whole thing again and stretch it to at least five issues. Yeah, that's kind of the way I, I see the overall Superman series. Now, let me tell you about my dream. It consists of me, Eric, Aaron... And a cabinet dildo sitting in a hot tub. Oh, shit, that's another dream. Uh, No, that's just his regular dream. No, the one that inspired this email consists of me living with these four other people in an apartment, including Bane. At one point, me and the other two remits are sitting on a couch when a venomed up Bane marches through the apartment, loudly breaking things and going right into his bedroom with the mask torn like the last issue of Batman. As he walks into his room, he looks at us all menacingly. Then he slams the door. At this point, that it's at this point that the dream turns into a discussion about the best way to tell Bane that he had to move out that day. They wanted to kick Bane out. (laughs) Every now and then, Bane would come out and scare scare us somehow, then go back into his bedroom. So my question is, if you had to tell Bane he had to move out, how would you go about doing that? I wouldn't. I would move. If there's four of us, the other three, we move the fuck out and leave Bane there by himself and go get another apartment. Damn right. Yeah, and that's in the middle of the night. Confrontation, especially plus you, you figure like, not, at not some all. point. Yeah, at some point he's sitting on a, a fucking throwing a skull's nude, so you don't want to talk to that. But yeah, I would not tell Bane that he had to move out. I'll fucking snap you in half. Tell Hope you had anything. fun with that one. Hope you had fun with that. And I don't like confrontation of any sort. So even if it was just, even if it wasn't Bane, I would just say. Bane. Hey, Bane, you know, hey, uh, see you later. He's like, I'm going out the retro. I don't know. <laughs> he would say something like, hey, I'm going out for a pack of smokes, and we'd all move out. I'd run. Hope you had fun yeah. with that one. I hope you enjoyed this week's cover where I tried to recreate Eric's face and one of the classic Weird Science comic covers. And, oh, Jim shits his pants again. I'm an adult. Uh... Alex M. out. <laughs> and thanks, Alex. And, all right, and the next one's Repairman Jack. And Repairman Jack says, what's up, guys? Let me just say in advance, this could be kind of long. Was contemplating about three different emails and never sent them, so now it's all basically been combined. Combined, Eric, into one huge email. Oh, good. Yes. First, Donkey Kong. The original Donkey Kong in the arcade game is actually now known mostly as Cranky Kong. His son, Donkey Kong Jr., is basically not really seen much since that arcade game. The current and most played Donkey Kong is actually the third Kong and is the son of DK Jr. Also, the emailer that referred to Diddy as Donkey Kong's son was also wrong, as Diddy is DK's nephew. And that was Brett who did say that. He's throwing shade Brett's way, Eric. The more you know... Honestly, though, I want to know more about where DK Jr. is because that is the one that I, I like. I love Donkey Kong, but DK Jr. I think is the one I played the most. He, he died. He, yes, he Did died. Did Mario kill him? Hepatitis. Had to get that out of the way. Everyone oh. needs to know the lineage of the historic Donkey Kong line. As for my second topic, I wanted to bring up that in spite of a lot of complaints that we have had over Rebirth of stuff feeling not lining up or not communicated well, I feel this may be the most in sync and in line the books have felt in a single week. We have the stuff in Action Comics, which seems to alter history, with John being known by the Daily Planet and whatnot. But also in the same week, we have Thawne, 
Uh, suddenly remembering events of Flashpoint, then we have Kyle and the White Ring and the Green Lantern Corps with Flash, Oz, and Superman being shown as the ring breaks apart and heads out along with hints of Manhattan. Even though that White Ring breaking apart makes no goddamn sense, Eric. No sense. None at all. Yes. Although I wasn't a huge fan of the Superman Reborn story, I do really like that all of this stuff coming together really feels like it's heading in a direction, even if it doesn't end up satisfying or even if you don't like where it is headed. At least it is headed somewhere, definitely, and isn't like just spinning its wheels on the mystery, which honestly they could have done. At least Kyle didn't get whispered a deep dark secret and lose the white ring while we wonder what was said for literally years. I'm just glad stuff is coming together and glad it's seeming to be in sync not just thrown all over the place and left for us to figure out after the fact, except that that ring breaking apart, Eric, doesn't make any sense. God damn it, stop it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it. And also that there's white rings out there. It'd be funny if that did happen. The ring did break apart for say, it doesn't make sense, but it breaks apart immediately. That one white lantern ring that's out and about comes and finds him. He's still a white lantern. Bam. There you go. I'm telling you, uh, even with yes. that, though, the problem is the whole point of breaking the rings apart was to break up the uh, the equation to the life equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we just we are one part short now that that one white ring is gone. Yep. Now we'll never get it. We will never get it. Then with regards to Flash, I actually have this forever. theory of where it was going before I read Flash and when the announcement was made for Dark Days immediately. When seeing the announcement, the cover made me think of Flashpoint. I'd never even read Flashpoint, but knowing enough about the cover made me think of Thomas Wayne. And I just couldn't see any possible way that this uh, was from the current continuity. Then I read the name The Forge and the cast. I think they're called, and it made me think that it was a follow-up to the button and has to do with the character somehow becoming aware of flashpoint and are looking into the casting and the forging of the new 52 it's weird the cast and the forge seems more in line with following up the league of shadows deal as well so we'll, we'll see what's going on but these names uh, mix whenever i hear the cast all i think is the all cast and i have terrible flashbacks to well, the that's what I say. The it's kind of like, like that kind of deal yeah, yeah. I think of those casts, they, the plaster casters that used to make molds of uh, rock stars' cocks. Yeah. Those names mix well, with the Flashpoint. I know. Feel, we're not coming back for oats. Who is? Uh, those names mixed with the Flashpoint feels I was getting from the cover really seemed to line up to me, but oddly I wasn't seeing many others over the internet thinking this. No, most people are there like, holy crap. This, what do you think this covers? That I'm so excited. Nobody sits and thinks. They all just have to throw these fucking tweets out of, you know, what do you, not even what do you think. It's like, man, am I excited. Why are you excited? I don't know. I'm excited to be excited. <sighs> all right, then. Then I'm so scared. Wrong I saw turn. some of the dumbest turn, theories. Yeah, what's that? Wrong turn? Is that what you said? Are you, are you, po are you posting tweets? No, yeah. no. I saw some of the dumbest theories. Stuff like it being Owlman or being the current Batman in the future because he has been readying for war all the way to Batman on the cover being Duke Thomas. Owlman, Eric. Then Flash Owlman. happens and all of a sudden it's easier to see how everything can link together. Suddenly Flash has someone in his book remembering Flashpoint, right? Before he is about to run off with Batman in the button. Now we're getting teases of Dark Days with Batman and it resembles more Flashpoint than Rebirth and it ties into the latter event. Yes, that this is basically what he's saying. This is what made me go and do that Flashpoint 
uh, episode of the New 52 Review because things do kind of look like they're going to push towards some Flashpoint stuff, which is still crazy to me. It really what we're going to do is we're going to stop Flashpoint from ever happening, so there's no time ripples that ever created the New 52. Yeah, we're yeah. just going to have our old continuity back. We'll just have it back. Or it'll just be – I think everything's going to end up like Superman. It's going to be a com- combination of everything. Everything's up yeah, for grabs. I just had to get all this out because I literally felt crazy when no one was talking about the possibility of being Flashpoint. I mean we were literally in Rebirth that is directly connected to the creation of the New 52, and we have only Batman and Flash looking into it. What else makes more sense? Uh, Sure, it makes more sense. That is the future story of Batman finding the Nth Metal or something like that. Sure. Repaired, Eric. Repaired. The next one, and thanks, uh, Repairman Jack. The next one's from Andrew, and Andrew thanks, says, Repairman Jack. "Dear award-winning Weird Science DC Award, that's right. Salutations and well done on your recent top seventy-five status. Don't here's the top forty, top thirty-seven. When you see yeah, seventy-five, you and I say seventy-five, I, I imagine that people are just like, ooh." They're number seventy-five. Like this would be if we're t- if we're eightieth. It's like, hey, top eighty. You're like whatever the the bottom level is, it's you. Yeah, we're thirty-seven. Top thirty-seven. I was pleased to see the site podcast get some long-awaited recognition. Maybe Mr. DC no, no, will no, now just pay the site. Some, yeah, it's just a sign. Maybe Mr. DC will now pay some attention to the highest quality, most honest DC reviews on the web and iTunes. No, they won't. DC, they don't want honest. DC should recognize that a top review for one of their books from honest reviewers like Weird Science is worth a hundred fake the funk reviews from the rest of the field. They don't care. They That's don't care. Perfect. And you know why they don't care? Because Look, most people. No, and most people don't even most people don't even care to even look into it. They just see the score and go with it. It's a sad it's a sad state of affairs. The podcast site and the Get Fresh crew make each new comic week fun, no matter what the quality of the books. When the books are great, even better. Like you guys have said, what makes the Get Fresh crew special is the fact that everyone goes with the flow and there are no ass hats. This week has been made fun through the Get Fresh Crew Rock the Vote campaign. Don't mess with the Get Fresh Survey Monkeys. We got your guys' backs when it comes to gathering them <laughs> votes. Anyway, books. And before I started typing, I added up my monthly DC poll. It sits at a total of 26 individual bi-monthly and monthly titles. I'm wow. not going to work out how much that's costing me each month in case I break out in a cold sweat. Entertainment-wise, though, I'm very happy with the state of affairs post-rebirth. On the super titles, I suppose I found the group of fans is pretty happy with the whole Reborn arc. It made me glad that I had stuck with action comics when things seemed a bit strange a few issues back. I thought that Reborn delivered on the rebirth promise of harmonizing the main feature of classic Superman. We have the Man of Steel, 80s origin story, etc. woven in the well-trodden Superman background. Kent's, Lois, Clark, Daily Planet, and the death of Superman stuff all tossing in a narrative in a way that I'm pretty happy with. One thing, though. I always liked the new 52 suit with the collar. I was pretty sad that it's now gone. Continuity-wise, I usually get lost when it comes to complicated pretzels, and I just tend to gloss over the detail. So, the way things sit now suits me well enough. Supergirl and new Superman remain enjoyable. And guess what, you guys? I even like the last issue of Superwoman! Tell me what happened in that issue, please. I don't know what happened. They, they gave you hints of the red and the blue energy, but Jesus Christ. But then it was a dream within a dream while a she's dream in within battle A dream armor? within a dream. It's an enigma wrapped in a question, wrapped in a mystery. On to bat titles, and I'm a bit saturated with Bane now. I won't be buying that separate Bane book when it comes Ooh. out. 
I don't think a lot of people will. I really don't. And I'm currently waiting for Bated Breath with Bated Breath to see what happens after Les Barula show of Detective Comics. Exciting! <laughs> Meanwhile, Green Lantern titles have switched round in terms of their order of preference for me. I'm now preferring the HAL title. Guy Gardner is epic. Me as well. It, but the Green Lantern title remains enjoyable enough for me in a lightweight kind of way. But I'm, I'm with you as well. If I had to pick one of the two, I'm now going HAL joining the Green Lantern Corps. And it's a shame. All Sam Humphreys had to do was just maintain. Maintain, Eric. And he couldn't, couldn't maintain. It's, I don't know what's going on. If they don't get the story moving again, though, I'm in danger of dropping it. Flash, Teen Titans, and Wonder Woman are pretty consistent, good art story, and are safe on my pull list. I've co-opted Batwoman, Wildstorm, Captain Adam, and JLA into my shopping list. So Batgirl, Green Lanterns, and Trinity are in real danger of the axe. I would say I can see why. All yeah. of them I had high hopes for at the start, but they are either nonsense or just spinning their wheels and the books aren't cheap. DC needs to up their game on what should be stellar titles. After years of buying Justice League, I've totally ditched the hitch. Hashtag Eric. But I'm Hashtag. still loving the reviews on the show. Standout DC title for me, though, is Super Sons. A joy to read, exciting and fast movie. Love that Great book. art and dialogue, laugh out loud, funny. It is the most enjoyable read. I'd actually say that anyone who is just a very uh, has a small budget could do much worse than buying a Batman book, a Superman book, Super Sons, and Red Hood and the Outlaws. That would be that sounds good. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I just grab the books you like. Honestly, those are probably like on my freaking do or die pool list right there. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty good. It would give you a good blend between classic titles, dark and light, and a few laughs in between. Anyway, gotta go. Keep up the good work. Next week, when it's a bit quieter, I'm going to take a punt on one of the young animal titles. Following consultation with the good doctors, Reggie and Chris, I'm going to pick Shade the Changing Girl or Cave Carson Cybernetic Eye. <laughs> he has a cybernetic eye. Who knows? Maybe yeah, even both. I'm feeling uh, decadent. Speaking of decadence, I'll leave you with some words from Mae West. <laughs> When choosing between two evils, I always like to try the one I've never tried before. Oh! See you later. Don't believe the hype. Andrew and Belfast. And I, I had this issue, and I don't know if you caught it, but it's a very funny thing to me. Um, uh, Jeremy said it as well. Uh, in the Europe side of things, it seems that taking a punt means giving something a try. When you say that in the U.S. Oh, in my mind, I'm giving it up. No, yeah. In the U.S., if you punt on something, that is completely giving it up. That's yeah. getting rid of it. And it's funny because Jeremy said the same thing. Like, you know what? I decided to give this a punt, and I was glad that I read it because it was good. I, I think it might have even been Wildstorm. And now uh, Andrew in Belfast said the same thing. He's like, I'm going to take a punt on one of the Young Animal titles. That means he's going to pick it up. It's such a weird difference between you know one side of the ocean and the other of what that term means. It makes me laugh. I wonder, I actually, I wonder if, they, if you say the goat over there, if it's still a bad thing or if it's a good uh, thing like it is over if here you're now. you're a goat, yeah, now you're a goat. You're greatest of all time. I don't like it. I don't, like, I don't like it. All of a sudden, I find out that you know people that I used to think were a goat. We were actually saying like Scott Norwood, Eric was a goat because he's the greatest of all time. It doesn't matter that he missed that field goal. He was the goat, Eric. Boom. And speaking of that, next up's Brandon. That's a good segment uh, transition. Brandon says, "Sup, fellas." I'd like to start things off on a lighter note and share a work story of my own from this week. Set the right. tone for the scene. We just got a bunch, a whole batch of new people, fresh out of training, joining us on the floor, which is always the pits to begin with, before I even got get into any details of one individual in particular. I don't want to meet new people. Neither do I. No. Who does? It's the worst. 
Who does, Eric? Especially at work. I liked all the desks around me being empty. <laughs> I could just see him sitting at the moment. <laughs> Everything around him is empty. So I'm in a shitty mood because of this before my day even starts lately. Now to the good stuff. There is this one new chick seated near me that is easily in the top five of weirdest people I've ever encountered in my life. I know what's coming because he did tell me a little and you will laugh because I don't know if you saw this in the I Get Fresh Crew Slack chat. Just one of those people you can look at right away and know you'd rather pretend you were deaf and mute before even having a conversation of importance or ever uh, – uh, or even non-importance with them. Pretty much, he will just randomly talk out loud to nobody and everybody oh, it's, uh, you know, in the area about everything and anything, but mostly just questions about what the fuck she is doing because she has no goddamn clue and wants people to babysit. Just got out of training. Uh, through everything, every step of the way. However, doesn't directly ask people for help. Just shout out what the problem is and expect someone to drop what they're doing and rush to her. Rush to her, Eric. An inconvenience for sure, but the list goes on. She has written several letters to HR already regarding people letting a cuss word slip here and there. I discovered today uh, to go along with her suddenly meowing at her desk towards the end of a shift. Meowing. Eric. God damn it. A, a grown-ass Everybody's lady. Everybody's got a wrong turn. Yeah, a grown-ass lady supposedly of sound body and mind is fucking meowing at a desk in public. So basically, long story short, wrong turns, long lost twin is alive and well in Buffalo, New York. The other day, Friday, wrong turn, we heard him coming down the hall, meowing away, meowing and barking. So and then he, he came up to us, and the one guy who shits, in, and p- shits his pants every day, and he is an adult, and pisses out the back door, uh, they were both in the bathroom together, and the other guy talked the wrong turn while they were both taking shits. Wrong turn seemed to think that was annoying, though. When you go in the bathroom with wrong turn, he makes the craziest sounds. He talks. He's like, hey, Jim. I'm like, how do you know it's me in here? What are you peeping? <laughs> and then he's trying to, like, plead his case to you, and you you were mean to him all Friday. And he just, I like, see to what him happens, every day too. This week. And the the more mean you get, the more he just thinks you're joking, and he just keeps going and going, and then he's t- he's just nonsense. Somebody needs to come grab this bitch because I sure as hell can't deal with it. She says, that it, it probably meow. That's all wrong. And then here's wrong turn. He goes. He's walking down the hall. You hear meow. Woof. Woof. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then a bunch on? of then, giggling. Then, then he giggles. Then uh, earlier this week, he did the other thing where I'm using the saw. I cut a board. He is legitimately 15 feet away and goes, oh, Jim, you cut me. And Oh, you got me there, guy. Yeah, yeah. oh, great. The only good news is all, uh, all of this is she's pissing the other women around me off uh, to work, too. So they'll chase her, and I'll literally have to do nothing. So they, she, they all get upset. <laughs> General rebirth note. The solution to every problem in rebirth has been to simply bring someone from the past to a character in need, and poof, magically everything is all better. They're in love again or no longer crazy or no longer forgotten. Am I missing something? That was what we should do. We should send wrong turn to Buffalo and then he'll meet this lady and then we'll get rid of them too. It'll be just like rebirth. Everything will be fine. Is this supposed to be satisfying storytelling because of me? It comes off as crap and infuriates me. We didn't tell everybody that wrong turn told us that he was allergic to monster drinks, right? No, Java Monster. He's he's allergic to. He's just allergic to generalized monster drinks. And basically, what we found out, he seems to be telling us 
he's allergic to the brand name. Then yep. that's the worst because we're like, which monster drinks? Like, what is it in there? It's just it, I'm just allergic to him. They told me I'm allergic. So we're we're trying to get to the end of this, and we're telling. So them, then You're I not- I pissed them all off by telling him that his mother, who told him this, is a goddamn a, fucking a liar. liar. And we knew right away that they just don't want him drinking them. So they just said, "Listen, they're yeah. bad for you." Somehow along the lines, he's either misinterpreted or they just said, "Listen, you're allergic to them. Don't drink them." So he won't drink them because they have too much sugar. He says. So now he's allergic to sugar, though he drinks Mountain Dew all day, which has a five times the amount of sugar. Then he tells me he's talking about allergies, and then he tells me his girlfriend is allergic to orange, and that's how he said, my girlfriend, my, my girl, which is kind of his baby mama, whatever you want to say, I, I always call it his wife, but yeah, my girl's allergic to orange, I'm like, orange juice, you know orange. We, we figured out basically she's allergic to the color orange, and I started yelling to him, well, so like. basically if I had a crayon and I wrote on a piece of paper and she swallowed it, she's allergic. And so I said, I what? I think if she sees it, like, bam. Is it orange juice? Can, she can't eat oranges? No, no, she can't eat no oranges. I'm like, well, can she eat, say, eggs that I've dyed orange? No, no, she's allergic to orange. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, gonna, I'm allergic to you. And then, and then I was so furious at the end of all this when somehow it uh, came about when I was talking about him having a kid and how mm-hmm. they planned on having a kid because they wanted one. I'm like, are you fucking insane? You planned on yeah. doing this to yourself? Yeah. yeah. Goddamn moron. And, and so at lunch, he got upset because you told him his mom's a liar. He called his mom to see what's going on. Basically, it seems his mom said, no, no, no. You, I just don't want you drinking those. Even though he's a grown man, he can drink what the fuck he wants, but he can't watch Radar movies either. He's allergic to those. He's got a bedtime those. at like 8.30 too. Yeah, he's allergic to Radar movies. So he comes out. Now, we had just told him. I, I even kept saying, listen, Brian, I understand what you're saying. I think that maybe they just don't want you drinking them. It's fine. It's not a big deal. If he doesn't drink Monster, he probably shouldn't anyway. Any Monster no. drinks. He, he's a nut. So he comes out, goes up to me, and hands me a dollar. And I'm like, what's going on? It's because uh, my mom told me that that I, I can't – it's not allergic. I'm like, what, what, why are you giving me a dollar? Because you said that. I'm like, no, no, we didn't I bet. I said that. He didn't give me shit. Yeah, we didn't bet. Yeah, you know, and that's – I'm like – Okay, yeah, thanks. Put the dollar in my pocket. <laughs> Off I went. But I'm wondering. I'm, I'm just going to go up to him all week this next week. Remember when I told you this? You owe me five bucks. I think he'll give it. Money's his money. I think he will. Sarah. Money's money's man. Money's his money's. And uh, Let's Brandon take this goes on. for all he has. Yes, Brandon goes on. I was okay with Flash and Wally, but since when? Uh, since then, we need to get a little more creative because the stories don't flow with the reasons they're providing for everything coming together. I guess when you tell me you have a story coming together over two years, the end you have planned better not be well magic. Duh. What else did I do this week other than question every life decision I've ever made, which has brought me to the point in my life where I'm sitting next to a lady at work that meows like a cat at her desk while I read some books. This week's uh, – I here's his thoughts. Number one, Detective Comics Batman Eternal Volume 3 continues the story arc of Batman being a punching bag. Then Cassandra decides to follow suit since it looks like such fun to be beat within an inch of your life. Why does nobody want to hit a bad guy in this book? And it is funny. We, we talk about that – well, we we already have. Uh, I didn't even mention that. It's funny that Cassandra beats the crap out of Batman to get past him to get the crap beat out of her by her mother herself. It's very well, she odd. She don't, you don't want to hit your mother. Come on I now. Guess. I, Maybe you do. 
I do. Cassandra shouldn't be taking any shit from abusive parent number two after dealing with abusive parent number one for 26 issues in the new 52. Signed this week, the book uh, most resembles Batman Eternal. Raj makes an appearance. Batman will briefly think he's behind this all, then quickly find out he's not. Raj is like the new reverse Clayface. It's Raj, it's Raj, it's Raj behind <coughs> all of this until it's not. Number two action. Two words for the story. Fuck you. You don't deserve any more brain space in my head. I'm done trying to explain or think of what happened with the writers, uh, if the writers won't do so either. Number three, Wonder Woman. Ferdinand the Bull is the cure for Alzheimer's disease. Who knew? <laughs> so, if you can't tell, I ran into the same problem with this book I had with action, where all the problems in this issue are solved because magic. And we want to move on to the story now. Uh, number four, Flash. Believe it or not, this was actually my favorite issue of the ones I read this week. Something about Flash and Boomerang versus Crocodile Dundee makes me smile. Although Black Wally does need to cut the shit. Dude's an emotional butterfly. If the wind's blowing left, he's happy. If the wind's blowing right, he's sad. I feel like I never know what the next reason for his next teenage temper tantrum will be. Just uh, I'm just want- waiting for it. Spoiler about the end. So this lightning that comes out of nowhere to free the new bad guy is this excess Superman blue lightning coming down shaking memories loose or more of this black hole nonsense crap i just believe it's in in general it's a speed force lightning that is making every i don't know it's magic yeah magic and he says sid the kid is a dirty ball touching blow job giver he is throwing shade at my Sidney crosby eric I was going to say, what the hell are we talking it's so about? so funny. He's, Brandon should have known better. He sends me this gif of Crosby going behind the play and hitting a guy in the nads from the behind, which we used to right. call the old Canadian hook. <laughs> and uh, he does this where he pretty much smashed the guy's nuts, and yeah. I thought it was awesome. I'm like, I'm cheering. Who I'm like, that, that that's move? it. I'm like, that's a move that most superstars will not dare to do. He doesn't care. He wants to win. So that's Brandon at Beamer 3660. And we're going to go off to the Marvel Minute, which I have no idea what it is. Do you know what it is this week? I actually have no idea. I don't either. I actually was going to check, and I forgot. I talked to Brandon so already I- today, and I forgot. I'm, I even had, before we started, I put up his uh, his Twitter page, and I'm looking now, and I cannot find anything, Eric. So we're going to go <laughs> off. Oh, wait, wait. Oop. Iron Fist number one, Eric. I didn't nice. go down for far enough. That's a pretty good one. So I, would, I think that's what I voted for. So yeah, I did too. He had Exo Man War there that people were saying that's no Marvel. No. What's going on? But we're going to go off now to Nonsense, Iron Fist Brandon. number one. How we doing, Weird Science? This is Brandon. I'm coming at you with Trevitt for this week's Marvel Minute. Trevitt, how we doing, man? Pretty damn good. All right. Uh, well, this week, based on uh, what the people say, we're going to be covering Iron Fist, number one. Uh, and that's written by Ed Brisson. Uh, we got art team on the issue of Mike Perkins and Andy Troy. Of course, that's a Marvel Comics publication. Uh, and we're going to get into this little blurb here before we uh, spit the bit about this latest uh, number one issue to drop from Marvel. Uh, so most of you guys out there probably know a little something about the basics of Iron Fist, or at the ver- very least more than you did two weeks ago at this point. 
so this story picks up with a lost Danny Rand facing the likelihood of life without his power and a destroyed Kun Loon. Uh, he can, however, still kick some ass. So with that knowledge, let's check out Iron Fist number one and see what the protector of a now destroyed Kun Loon is up to. Um, so, so did that, uh, I mean, before we get into the issue here, what do you know about really kind of Iron Fist? Did you know that Kun Lun was destroyed before you came, you came had, into this issue? I knew, um, I went in blind. Like, I, I knew nothing about Iron Fist, except for, like, what I've learned from Wikipedia and the TV show. Yeah. Um, I've never read an Iron Iron Fist is just one of those characters where you're like, I've never been sure what he did, mm -hmm. and, and, and the look of him just never, like, I was never like, oh, this guy in a green and yellow tracksuit, he looks right. cool. <laughs> <laughs> With a glowing ham. I, uh, I mean, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say the show actually, like, like when I saw like a dude with a metal pipe, like bash his hand and then like the pipe break in half. I was like, oh, actually, that's pretty cool. Like the stuff he can do with it, like heal people. I was like, that's kind of cool. But yeah. I didn't get any of that here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, um, well, see, I've read some of the Iron Iron Man and uh, Iron Man, Iron Fist and Power Man series uh, that, that kind of just ended for Marvel before they separated these two again. And I don't remember, uh, in probably like the eight issues that I read of that book, I don't really remember any, um, you know, any really mention of Kun Lun being destroyed or Danny losing his power, not having really connection or, or being able to power his chi. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of all took me by surprise in this issue. And I don't know if that's something that's picking up from a like a solo iron fist story that that ended maybe a year or so ago or not but uh from what i was able to to dig up on research it, it just kind of feels like that that's the way they're starting the story yeah Brisson just wants to start like fresh <clears throat> new new everything like now yeah. like, hold, like that's the new status quo yeah I'll, I'll follow the old continuity but i'm gonna create my own story from the get like maybe yeah. stuff in between series didn't like this is stuff like it's going to be based start off with stuff that happened in between the series but i, I mean man the, the one thing i hate i hate more than anything it's in the and it's a classic thing like a trope they do with superheroes is let's depower them you know what i mean yeah. like there's nothing worse than a depowered superhero like if i wanted to I don't want to see my superhero be a regular guy. Like that's why I read a superhero comic. Like <laughs> that's like a X Men story where they immediately knock out Professor Xavier at the beginning. Like, well, we got to knock out the most powerful guy, or yeah. or like, you know. Ugh. All right. Well, as we get into this issue, that that kind of sets the tone for uh, what we're talking about because we see a hooded man. Uh, and he walks into a rundown warehouse, and, and he, we find out he's in uh, Varna, Bulgaria. Uh, he, he has a few stacks of cash strapped in a, a bag around his shoulder. Million and dollars. Uh, he walks in there basically challenging everyone, uh, everyone there that's willing to fight to a fight, uh, <laughs> basically to the surprise of everybody around. So, uh, you know, our hooded figure is obviously revealed to be Danny Rand. Uh, he proceeds to unleash hell on, on everybody. Uh, he's scheduled to fight in the building there. Um, and, and there are some cartoonish looking dudes. If, if you kind of page along, 
and, and go through the beginning of this book. They have muscles on muscles, but their faces are ugly as, as all sin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> especially the guy on the left. Yeah, and then, and then I mean, we get some brutal kung fu action to, to kind of kick things off. I like that. Uh, so you get the idea, yeah, Danny doesn't have really his iron fist power per se, but he still, has, uh, yeah, he, he still knows all the kung fu in the world. I really like that um, beginning page where it says the trial of the seven masters and then it'll show him like kicking someone's face and then it'll have the writer's name and he's breaking someone's arm. You know, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah it's, <clears throat> a, it's a good like tile sequence, uh, introduction to, to basically what we're getting into in the story. Um, so we pick up from, from Danny just whooping everybody's ass to, uh, to basically him and this fight organizer, talking with each other and this organizer is pissed uh, that, that he basically allowed Danny to kick everyone's ass. He's like, I got no fighters left here. Uh, he's and like, what well, did he think? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you agree to let all your fighters fight one dude and they all lose. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, I mean, oh. What did you think was going to be the end result? You're going to have fighters left? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. No, nobody who's uh, unsure of themselves walks in, plops down a million dollars, and says, I want to fight all your guys <laughs> at once. I'd be like, well, mm -hmm. yeah, well, well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I would take that bet if I was the fight organizer, too. Uh, but I, how are you pissed off when all your dudes lose? Like, because he's pissed off everybody lose. He, he has nobody left to, to do any more fights with. That's It's just a weird, like, yeah, if, if you take the bet and you lose... <laughs> All your fighters, you're not going to have anyone left to fight, dude. I don't no. know what you thought was going to happen. <laughs> and, and here's a question I had. Like, now, I never, like, you never see this guy, like, mess with the bag. Like, the bag stays in the same place the whole time. Like, he knocks these guys out mad quick, takes the bag, and leaves. Like, he put down a million dollars to bet. Now, when he won, did he just take his million dollars back and walk away? Like, he didn't get any money from this guy, right? So, like, what is this guy really pissed about? I mean, his guy did get beat up. They'll get him yeah, eventually. I, they mentioned what the deal was. I don't. I didn't pay great attention to what they said, uh, but the guy basically would have got – the guy would have got the money, and Danny would have basically – he just wanted information. He, wa he yeah. wants to figure out what's going on. He doesn't give a shit about money. Danny would have died, right? Because these are fights to the death because, like, what gets him into it is, like, he sees that – like, there's a fight going on when he wake first walks in and um the guy who is fighting like one of hit the the promoters guys like snaps the dude's neck so obviously it's like a fight like you could die in these fights you know yeah he, uh, he's not you know he's not in what he's doing for the money he's trying to get information and and <coughs> he's looking for probably an individual in particular but he's not really sure who because when uh the fight asker the fight asker the fight uh promoter asks him you know, what the hell did you come here for if you don't want money? He, he's he's like, what are you looking for? And Danny replies, "What whatever it is, it's not here. Yeah. As he kind of walks out the building. So, you know, he's, he's not looking for money. He, he's looking kind of, you know, for Perspective. something to happen where, where he when he goes to these places or he's looking for an individual. He's not really sure who you kind of get the idea. Yeah, um, I think he's anyway. looking to find like some solace after like Kunlun and losing his like you know he doesn't know who he is where he stands right now. Yeah, because like, without Kunlun and and the Shaolao thing, the dragon that gives him his power, like what is he? You know. Yeah, that's that's basically what we get to in the next scene here because he he hops on this plane to to go to his next location and he gets stuck to. Uh, stuck next to what everyone's worst nightmare is on a plane. And that's either the creepy old dude or a baby. 
so so he ends up getting the creepy old dude which wants to talk his ear off on the plane and uh danny excuses himself kind of goes to the bathroom and has you know like a mini identity crisis in the mirror where, where you get some background information and some hints uh without them just flat out saying what's happened uh, you, you get some hints revealing kind of what what's going on here that he can't really connect with the iron fist and, and that the city is in ruins or destroyed by somebody, but, but we don't really know what's going on. Yeah. I think that's Kunlun in the background when you just see him in the, uh, in the second panel down from when he's looking at himself in the mirror and then he sees himself and then he sees iron fist. Like it's a duality. Like he doesn't know who, if he's Danny Rand, is he iron fist? Like what is he without Kunlun? Like, you know, he's having a big identity crisis. Yeah, that's basically what's, you know, the the first half of the book. That's the idea you get. Uh, he, he basically fl is flying to, you know, just another fight location where, where he can test his skills. Uh, and you get some more information while while he's taking part in this fight. Uh, he he reveals he's disconnected. He can't use his powers. Uh, he, he's testing his, his skills basically to try to find a challenge, and, and he's not really finding one. He's he lets these dudes kind of beat on him to make it seem uh, kind of like a challenge to himself, but he, even that doesn't – he's kind of looking for a rush he's not not finding, basically, in these fights. Yeah. Uh, not challenged, and it's kind of just frustrating him and, and really pissing him off. Uh, so, so after that fight scene ends, you, you just get just some more inner monologue from Danny, and, and he's kind of stuck in a hotel room. I like I like that one thing he says like when he when he turns the fight and he stops getting his ass kicked and he starts kicking the other guy's ass and he's like you know I feel like I'm always punching down like like these fights are nothing to me like nothing's ever a challenge you know yeah yeah he's he's looking for something he can't find all these fights aren't obviously it um, in his hotel room you know he he tries to connect. Uh, to his iron fist power, you see him trying to charge his fist, and, and it's not really working, kind of like how it would in the show at points. Um, like fizzles out. <laughs> yeah, you, you see flashes of the city on fire and in runes. And he looks like uh, he's crying a little, too. Yeah, and, and you, you get the idea further here. He really gives zero shits about his money because he just kind of Swings it across the room <laughs> in the street. It's everywhere. It's like on the bed, on the floor. It's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's just a, a means to get him places. It's not anything he he cares about. Ah, he's a billionaire. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> um. So then, then we get uh, images of Danny at this bar. He's trying to drown his sorrows in what looks like to be a bottle of Jack Daniels. Uh, and, and this. Chinese kung fu looking dude kind of approaches him, I guess. Uh, Cambodian Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like some cheap ripoff that's terrible. I mean, that that'll be a hangover that is for the ages if you drink oh, yeah. that bottle to that. Your head right open. Yeah, like he's like, I just want to sit here and drink and worry about a hangover in the morning. I I would not want to worry about that hangover. That would be incapacitating. No. <laughs> Like you're you're drinking like Malaysian version of Jack Daniels. There's probably some shit in there you don't want to even know about. Oh God, who knows? Uh, like <laughs> penis or something. <laughs> yeah, that don't they have like snake vodka over there or something? Oh, That's like have, a drink. I mean, they 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 fry up 
caterpillars and eat them on food trucks on the street. Like they're insane. What do you? <laughs> I had a roommate uh, when I lived in Maryland. He was a he was Filipino and he he lived over there till he was like ten. And he would tell me about you know uh, like the crazy rum that his dad would drink and shit. <laughs> <laughs> stumbling home because like it's just like unfiltered you know raw strong as hell oh yeah uh anyway Probably make you trip a little on top of being drunk <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was it was straight up the bottom of the barrel rum you know probably thick nah. <laughs> anyway. uh as danny's at the bar he gets approached by this dude uh, that we mentioned and his name is cho shin and he is from Lee Shu. And uh, basically, he, he starts talking to Danny, and Danny's trying to shoo him away. And then he kind of pulls this uh, Kill Bill move on Danny uh, that, that sends Danny flying across the room. And, and finally, it kind of uh, wakes Danny up out of his, his pity party that he's having. Uh, and he's like, oh, shit, that actually hurt. You know, he's like, who is this dude? It kind of, you know, wakes him up a little bit. Um, so, so they kind of exchange some karate moves back and forth. I love the call uh, out of, uh, of all the moves. Yeah. Like everything. Like, I uh, mean, the first one totally reminded me of like, you know, the ending move in kill bill. <laughs> Upward uh, cannon punch. I forget oh, what um, they call it. Oh, I think it was like the five finger death punch or something like that. Yeah. Like the first movie does to Danny. I'm like, Oh fuck. He just killed Bill. Them. That dude's dead. Uh, but but he's not, and they they go back and forth with with a few like uh you know different labeled moves like upward cannon punch and side shatter kick, things like that. Um, and basically this dude uh, Cho Shin says to Danny, he's like uh he's like listen, if we keep fighting, you're gonna eventually beat me. He's like, but I, I'm here to offer you this chance, you know, to fight in a real fight that you've been looking for. You know, th this all catches Danny off guard because he's like, "Who are you? I don't, I don't know of this place. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, you know, you know what I'm looking for, but I don't know how you know this. You know, it's, yeah. it's all this ancient mystical stuff going on. Like, who sent? Like, someone had to send you. Like, you, how do you know exactly the place I'm in right now? What I need, yeah. where I need to go? Like, how do you know what I'm looking for? Not alone, like know where I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the 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 guy basically doesn't answer his questions, and and you know, classic kung fu tradition. He's just <laughs> like, well, if you want to find out, come with me to this place, and uh, maybe you'll find out, maybe you won't. You know, uh, Danny's so, gonna so, lose. Yeah, since since Danny's wandering Asia and Europe lost, he's gonna tag along with this dude, and uh, on his way to Lin Shu to fight in in this tournament, I guess. Um, and maybe get his, you know, Danny gets his chi back, I guess. I'm assuming <laughs> that's what we're moving to. I'm assuming that's what we're going to get because, you know, in the letter in the back, I mean, maybe we'll, I think we're going to, you know what? I think we're getting backstory next. But I, I think, uh, I think this is going to lead to him being the Iron Fist again. Like, why, you know, why wouldn't it? This is probably the whole entire first six issues, like Danny yeah. getting back the Iron Fist. And right. I think the next issue is going to be um, flashbacks because in the letter in the back, I forget if it was the artist or if it was Ed Brisson when he was like, um, you know, for everybody thinking like, oh, is he not going to be in the Iron Fist costume? Like this whole entire first arc, he's like, don't worry, we got a lot of him in the costume in the next issue. So yeah, maybe a flashback or maybe he puts it on at the tournament. I, I mean, I doubt that. I mean, he didn't 
in the first place. Um, all right. Well, that's the end of the issue. I mean, it ends on a cliffhanger of Danny on this boat approaching this uh, new mystical island he's never heard of uh, with, with this mystery dude who's tracked him down. Um, so, I, I mean, that was it was a quick issue. I, I read it in literally probably like eight minutes. To yeah, me too. Like 10 uh, minutes. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let you know what we think. You know how we do things. We tell you to buy it, to borrow it, or to forget it altogether. Uh, I'll, I'll kick things off here. I think you went first last week. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm personally a fan of Kung Fu stories. Uh, and if you are, I think this is, there are things in this that you'll enjoy. It, it definitely has a cliche Kung Fu feel to it to start things off, you know. Um, the art is has its moments, I'll say. I, I liked portions of it, and there were some portions of it I didn't really enjoy too much. But it is it is very gruesome, and when they do get to the fighting aspect of things, it, it looks very cool, I think. Uh, some of the faces look like trash, but um, I, I think they're supposed to. They're, they're like beat-up dudes, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the look they're going for or not. But uh, to, to me, just to start off for a first issue, the, the story is real, real thin. Uh, like I said, we read it real quick. Uh, and it's kind of like a cliche Batman begins type feel to this beginning uh, as, as you know, he's wandering through Asia looking for himself, trying to find something he's not really sure of. And then this guy comes along and, and kind of offers him exactly what he's looking for. Uh, you know, so basically because of those reasons, I would rate it as a borrow. Uh, there, there was nothing super exciting about it, but there wasn't anything to make me hate the book and not want to read the next issue to see if I like it a little more. I just hope that they answer some of the, you know, backstory questions I have because I'm, I'm tired of, of books kind of starting with this time skip that sometimes stories address and sometimes they don't because, you know, if this book doesn't go beyond five or six issues, which it, it potentially has the ability to not, you know, then you just don't ever find the answer to those questions and you're left you're left hanging and if if the next writer wants to address it they will otherwise they won't you know and, and that kind of sucks so i like it as a borrow uh you know what, what do you think overall <clears throat> um all right well uh i mean i i like the art a little bit it's it's pretty good it, it could use a little bit of work um I, I love kung fu stories but like you said it does feel like a was it a Batman Begins type of deal? And there's really not much. I, I mean, I, I just don't like the way they started off to begin with. And yeah, uh, Ed Brisson. I, I, if you've read his uh, Bullseye, that's not that great either. Uh, I, I think this is about the best we're probably gonna get. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that sounds. Does that sound bad? Does that sound harsh? I mean, no. it's a it's a borrow for me because. It could be better and it could get better. Like, you know, maybe you want to check it out if you if you get a chance for free, if a friend has a code or if you, you know, a place where you could, like, you know, snag a copy for free. But, um, you know, I, I, I read this book twice in all of 15 minutes. Like, I read it so fast the first time that I went through it again because I was like, I, I couldn't believe how fast I went through it. And, um, yeah. eh. <laughs> it's a borrow. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I I, I I agree with you. I mean, there's nothing there to make you hate it, but it's just like, yeah, if I buy an Iron Fist number one story, I kind of want to read about Iron Fist. You know, he he has yeah. a tradition of kind of being like a jokey, silly character, like uh, Spider-Man a little bit. And here he's like the uh, sad drunk. Yeah, and it's, you get the opposite him. feel of, in the story, and then it really throws you off, especially if you've been reading Power Man and Iron Fist, where... He's like this jovial dude that keeps Luke Cage in check when when he gets too too down in the dumps. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so so it, it's a totally different feel from the other book that he was just in, and uh, you know it, it depends on what type of Iron Fist book you're looking for. If you're looking for uh, you know the funny, silly, jokey Iron Fist that that'll go on a, a fun adventure, this wouldn't be the one for you. If you're looking for a like like we both said, a Batman Begins ish type feel to an Iron Fist type story, then then this one would be up your alley. I don't. Uh, this this guy. Um, I don't know much about Ed Brisson. I mean, I know. I think for I think it was IDW. He wrote uh, Sons uh, Sons of Anarchy, like comic book version. But other than that, like I don't know. I, I couldn't really find too much of anything else he wrote, so I don't know much about him. But I know he's going to be doing Old Man Logan. But all I know is like what I've seen from him so far. I'm I'm just not like completely crazy over. Maybe there are people mm-hmm. out there who are, but um, I mean maybe it could get better. Maybe he's just trying to find his place and footing at Marvel. Maybe this title's just not for him. But uh, time will tell. Okay, <laughs> a little worried about old man Logan. Yeah, now. so <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> nervous for that to leave Lemire's hands. I'm gonna check out. Because the art still looks good, even though it's not Sorrentino. I'm going to check out how it starts, but uh, if, yeah, it, if it doesn't keep up its quality, I'm not going to continue buying it. Just because, like the Lemire one, I feel like will come to a decent ending, and if you want to ignore what's after it, you probably could. Which is um, cool. Which is really cool. Yeah, I, I like when that happens. Uh, right. Anyway, let's stay on topic. We <laughs> yeah. will. Talk about a new Marvel book next week. We always put the uh, the poll up on Monday, so so check out my Twitter page. You can find me there um, at bmur m u r three six six zero, and put your vote in. Let us know what you want us to talk about for next week. Um, you know, if you're looking for Trevitt online, you want to holler at him about his opinion or check out his poll of the week. Uh, Trevitt, where can they find you at, man? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Afronatic, on Instagram at Trevitz Comics. <laughs> That's it, I think. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking about uh, what I want at Taco Bell. Someone just sent me a text message. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing you off. Yeah. <laughs> Threw me off. Like, right well, off. They don't, they don't have the naked chicken chalupa anymore. With, I miss so. the chili cheese burritos. <laughs> I always like the – I don't hate the uh, Dorito tacos they have, but uh, they, if you don't eat them there, they get soggy by the time you get them home and they're no good. Yeah, they don't travel well. Yeah, they don't They don't at all. Uh, so that's it for us, guys. Um, like I said, you know where to find us. Vote on the poll for Marvel Monday polls. Uh, we both do a uh, – what's it called? Um, Mixler show. I'm on Mondays. Trevitt's on Saturdays. So uh, tune in there if you want to hear us a little more. Um, And that's it. We will holler at you guys next week. Party's over. Adios. We put in practice.
discipline, no giving up, no giving in We're match fit, we're here to win For those who don't know, but I'm filming, filming Information, information, with a really South here, no limitation All around the world, no immigration And we get it in without any invitation Sound travels in the ground shakes And our society has got us on the wild chase And then we'll be making 60 seconds with the loud bass Yes, and we are back, and we don't really have to hear Eric Shea because we're here with Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi. Hey, how you guys doing? Y'all can suck it. I'm out. Jeez, he's (laughs) out. Hey, you can't go out because you like this book uh, better than me. But this is Chris's book that he reviews, and it's Teen Titans. And we haven't had you on for a while, Chris. I think maybe two episodes we missed with you, maybe more. I don't know. This is one of those (laughs) books that me and Eric actually said, like, out of nowhere – it seems to have gathered tons of issues. Like you yep. know, like this feels like, oh. like it should be issue four yeah, for me yeah, in my mind. It at does, least. and it's issue six. It's very odd, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I really don't. I don't know if that's because it's it's really flying by, or that the big story with the demon's fist just kind of stretched on, and it didn't think you know it, that was yeah. a three issue story because I really do think it was. I think that that was. Uh, stretched out a little bit too much, but I don't know about you, Chris. Have, did you like that enough? Or I hate Ra's al Ghul. I think he's a very, <laughs> very lame villain. And uh, usually, whenever I see him in a solicit, it's like, oh crap, I gotta You're skip done. that one. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it, it even though it was only five issues instead of six, it felt like it went. It did. It, it did felt like it went quite yeah. a while. So you're telling me you didn't like Ra's al Ghul just yelling crazy shit about kids trying to kill themselves? Yeah, you didn't like that that. <laughs> He's a pretty bad Svengali, right? I mean, yeah, people are just leaving him just at a at a kid telling him to leave him. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know who would want to even be under you know under him because he's just yeah. terrible. He just turns on you in an instant. But we're here to start a new arc here uh, with yeah. uh, an introduction of even a new character. But go with it, Chris. What are we talking about? Well, we are talking about Teen Titans number six, The Rise of Aqualad, part one, written by Benjamin Percy. And the art team, I have a lot of dashes in these names. We got uh, <laughs> Koi Fam, Wade Von Grobadger, and Jim yeah. Chavalampadis. Yes, yes. <clears throat> okay. It's housewarming day at Titans Tower West, and we're all invited. Hey, even the local press is going to be there, though they might not return home in one piece. We also get a better look at the new wish Aqualad, Jason, just uh, Jackson Hyde, who seems to want to get a better look of his own at the Teen Titans. It seems we're getting gearing up for underwater and underwater action just in the nick of time for the rise of Aqualad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The best part is, as I'm reading this and it is the rise of Aqualad. And as I'm reading, I'm like. It really is a uh, underwater adventure. I'm like, they're yep, really pushing time. this. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really seems forced uh, to be that. 
but again, you need some reason why they would want him involved, even though Beast Boy can kind of do some things underwater. But, Are you telling but, me that Aqualad is only viable in water situations? That is, yes, that's what I'm telling you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, uh, I said, uh, reading this, it's a quick read. Uh, only because yeah. I really don't think a lot happens. Though, again, I say that I didn't like it as much as Eric. It was, it's not terrible. I still like this book a lot. This just is, to me, it's one of those, listen, we got it. We have to get Aqualad in. So give us, uh, you know, some sort of thing that's going to involve water. And, you know, the rest of the Teen Titans, just have them do things while, while we set this up well, because I'm they really you. don't do much. We talk about this a lot where we love those, like, you know, those low-key issues where we can just have our yeah. heroes sitting around and talking and shit like that and acclimating themselves to one another and shit. And that's what I think we really needed from this because now we have the Titans Tower on the uh, in San Francisco. And this is very low-key for the most part because we just have the characters sitting around and hanging out on some downtime. And I love that kind of shit when yeah, we get into I, I comics. Yeah, I don't love it here mm-hmm. because you don't even get any of the characters except Beast Boy talking to a reporter. If you're going to do that, have them sit around the table the entire issue. You don't need to add a reporter where Beast Boy just acts like a total dick. That's basically yeah, he all worst. he does. And then throw shade at, uh, you know, Damien does all these, these things. Raven has nothing to do in this issue. Starfire really doesn't either. That Nobody yeah. but Beast Boy. Beast Boy's talking to the corner. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> That's about what happens. Uh, I would have rather have had them kind of, you, you know, the, the Titans Tower West, they just have that. So why not, you know, have what seemed to be, let's take a tour of the Titans. You never really get the tour. No, they, I was really hoping to get that tour, too. Yeah, yeah. And because of that, it's like, okay, but uh, go, Chris. Tell us what happens. Well, uh, you know, this is, uh, like you were saying here, it is kind of a, uh, it started to look like it was going to be a day in the life kind of issue, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of those Titans traditions after the first uh, story arc. It's usually, and I, the first one was actually called A Day in the Life. Right, where right. you followed the folks around and like you had Donna Troy, you know, you met Terry Long with her. You saw what Ooh. they all do. At a, yeah, he's the worst. He's I know, right? He's, he's the he's the most terrible. There should be another crisis just to get rid of him. Just to get rid of him. <laughs> but uh, it, it started like it was going to be like that, and then like you said, the uh, the news reporter came in. It seemed like kind of a narrative device to yeah. bring to to kind of ease new readers in if they had skipped the opening arc which mm-hmm. i can't really hold against them but at the same time for folks like us who are reading every issue it kind of dragged yeah and yeah. and made it seem like nothing happened yeah well i don't know we, we get the new titans tower and i like you know i'm actually sat there and i i was thinking the whole time because in the actual titans book we had that whole issue where you know Garth used Atlantean technology to build the tower up, and the Nightwing spent the most of the issue then dealing with a lawyer so they could figure out all their permits and yeah, zoning. Yeah. Like, How the fuck does Damien get around that? Like, what yeah. are you doing, kid? Is he just throwing it's money Damien. left and right? Again, though, and, and this, uh, like Chris said, when it first goes, it, it is, it's such a trope of the reporter, like, here I am with the Titans, and tell us about this fast guy. Oh, yeah. that he? That's Kid Flash. And what? I, and it starts out okay with that because you do get Kid Flash. He's working on uh, the jet, and it, it's pretty cool. And then you see Damien there, but everything's one panel then. After that, you, you know, mm-hmm. Starfire's watering plants, and, and there's Raven. Go away, she says. That's it. <laughs> and, that's, and then Damien just basically says this interview's over. 
And I'm like, no, why? Why not have this the whole time? Or you why mean Bonnie like, Chung, the wife of yeah, Bonnie Chung, Bo- Bonnie Chung, who uh, Monty no, Povich, it's, it's, Monty yeah, Povich, Bori Pong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of a sudden, you, you, they turn on the TV. You are the father. That would have actually been pretty funny if they did have that. But yeah, you have this reporter, but then you do go and cut to what they really want to have with this issue in New Mexico is the. It's not the introduction of Aqualab because we did. See him in the rebirth special, but right. it's the and brightest day, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and so yeah, I'll say for this continuity though, as we move forward, <laughs> yeah, this. yeah. So it, it's kind of a like, hey, he's been out there, this is where he's gonna go, and you do see, and and his mother, and go, Chris, tell us about that because that it's a pretty big deal. Okay, we're gonna start with uh Jackson, or are we gonna go to the beginning? Yeah, with Jackson, right there. Yeah, we have uh, Jackson. He's playing with his watery powers. He's uh, kind of amusing himself with his yeah. uh, with his aquarium. As would I. Yeah, yes. of course. It's what else are you going to do in New Mexico with water powers? Yeah. How uh, much water can I shove in my ass using my powers alone? Yeah, and also, yeah, that and, and aquariums uh, worth is I the like, answer. I like behind them. There looks yeah. to be just a poster of uh, a water. A He's lighthouse. A, it's it's a water poster there. It's all it's a you poster know. of Amnesty Bay. Bam, yeah, right there. Yeah, why? There you go. Yeah, this, <laughs> he's he's really obsessed with the water. Like you said, he's in New Mexico. He can't use the powers, but go on. Yeah, and I'm I'm in Arizona. There's not a whole lot yeah, here either. Yeah, no. uh, <laughs> but uh, his mother. We think maybe his mother. Some some lady walks I in, think and it uh, is. I actually think sure. It's his mother. And uh, she lambasts him for his weirdness. Uh, she includes his bleached hair and his attraction to boys in that yes. because his strange gotta, attraction to boys. Yeah, we got to yeah. make sure to uh, hammer that in. Yeah, um, yeah, and she even—it's almost basically like, why can't you just, you know, stop bleaching your hair, stop this gay stuff? Because you're—you're yep. you're away. It, it really—it's—it it seemed pretty awful to me, actually. It, it did, and I guess you're supposed to think that that the mother's just an awful person here no she i see does. the thing is i really don't think the the mother is so awful like you know she is yeah, able to accept all these things in my mind but she like this whole thing where she has to keep this promise to keep him safe for somebody who we don't get to find out here but the more things he does like bleach his hair you know is a homosexual and you know uses his water powers these are all things in her mind that make him stand out when all she ha- wants to do is keep him safe and he's secure yeah, yeah why does a target on his back for this sure. is the same thing it's the same thing that the the ray's mother did in jla and we said she was awful same exact oh, no, that, thing that, that was completely different he was no. just shut in for fucking 17 Man, goddamn yeah, years it looks like pretty much you know she's trying to make him a shut-in as well and, and she's kind of pissed off that he's going flaunting his ass around town and it, it came off a little over the top to me it really did uh, because you want to have him go and express himself and i think the route they did ben percy had to go the opposite way to make it really you know almost to the point where he is freaking you know he's a flame that wants to burn eric but he can't you know they have to have a reason why he wants to get the hell out and unfortunately mother or like you said maybe she promised somebody to watch over him whoever it is i think she's taking the brunt of it I just don't know how big New Mexico is as, as a family of gays, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying I think that she's the one who's taking the brunt of the him wanting to leave that and what happens with his boyfriend. But still, it, it's only two instances we see, so you have to make her pretty harsh about it, and she seems to Yeah, we jump it. right into him yeah. fucking leaving home, and we're going to start anew without even dealing with any of this backstory, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they had to get rid of as much ambiguity as possible. Too. Seriously. Yes. To show us where we were at with him. Uh, you know, later on, we do see him with his boyfriend, like we said here. And, uh, you know, uh, his boyfriend, uh, Kenny, I guess his name is. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. They discuss uh, the viral Teen Titans video that we'll probably go into a little bit. And our parents just don't understand. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, knew what he's so. talking about. Yeah, especially those with giant belt buckles and American flag bumper American stickers. American flags, apparently. bumper stickers. Yeah, just the worst kind of yeah, people. Yeah, the you worst can kind of people. But yeah, <laughs> he he wants to get his like they see the Teen Titans video, like you said. Yeah, we can go into that. You tell him tell us about that, and then we'll go back to to what happens. Then. Sure, sure. You know, uh, we have a news reporter, Miss uh, Bonnie Bonnie Chung. Bonnie she Chung. arrives from uh, K A R E Seven News because Beast Boy had scheduled a meet and greet and tour with the news folks. Didn't and tell so, anybody about it. No, he forgot. It, 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 details, details. Yes. He uh, he introduces San Francisco to its new team of protectors, and actually mentions that their leader has absolutely no meta powers, which uh, <laughs> seems a foolish idea. Right. Yeah, I was like, why would you do that? Like, also, I don't know the whole idea of having a news reporter come into the Titans Tower. I know that it's just with cameras, kind of goofy yeah. fun, but with cameras and stuff. It, it's off to me. You like, don't it, need that. It seemed off that Robin allowed it to happen, but it did not yeah. seem off to me that they would be interested in coming in and doing this and Beast Boy wanting to flaunt the whole attention. Oh, yeah. That it's it's like Beast it. Boy's deal. But, yeah, yeah, just for the sake of, now, you know, who might see this, know what, what's going on, come up with a plan once they what, see it. That's the thing, though, is what really throws me off is that we end this whole segment with Robin getting pissed off, ending the interview, and then Beast Boy hitting on Bonnie Chung out by the helipad. This is right out by the cliffs by the water. And as he's hitting on her, she is, you know, knocked into the water and then pulled below. And we had this whole idea, though, that this viral video went out and the top news isn't, oh, my God, Bonnie Chung yeah. disappears to tighten yeah, the Yeah, I know that they, they might have stopped cameras there, but I don't think they did. And really, that should be the video. The video should be mm-hmm. Teen Titans fuck up, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and reporter missing. Uh, I do like they that they throw Some out the heroes. East Coast. They throw out the West Coast versus East Coast bit a little too. There's going to be an East Coast West Coast war going on soon. I can't uh, wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. But yeah, uh, but go on there, Chris. Yeah, so she's um, like you said, she's sucked underwater and goes missing. And uh, yes, we uh, may, maybe the Titans didn't report it. I don't know what happened to her cameraman. He was on the helicopter in my mind waiting for her to get her ass going because he wanted to get back to the fucking studio or whatever. <laughs> they, they, and knocked like, her, they knocked him out. They, they have right, him. We're, we're going to have to hold on to you until we figure yeah, this shit out, guys. He's in Titans guy. Tower prison. This is where he yeah. is. <laughs> you can't have him leaking things. Yeah, because Listen, when they're here, finally, friend, no, we need good press. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this isn't uh, no no good press is good press or whatever. No, but, uh, no. Now, this is, we, we wind up with them in a boat, the Titans in a boat looking for her, but there's no other boats in the water. No. So nobody no. else knows or cares, I guess. <laughs> no. Nobody's going after them. a lazy fuck. Yeah, I just right? I think that they kept it low-key. That, that freaking reporter, the been? cameraman, that cameraman's like, in jail right now. You know what the thing is, too? I imagine if that is the case, we could play around with this where, you know, Damien's telling everybody how, yeah, the Coast Guard's doing their thing. He locked him up immediately. I just started this team. I don't need this shit. God <laughs> Dan- damn it. Lock him up. Damien slid his throat and threw him over the fucking cliff. <laughs> And really, I'm thinking as we're talking about this, this viral video, I'm thinking of what this video is. It's basically a couple scenes of the characters. And I don't think anything in it was that exciting that it was going to go way, oh, you know, over the top, uh, you know, viral. But I guess people like to see the, that the big thing would be Damian Kid playing Flag. video games sounds great. Yeah. And then, yeah, you like, know, this is like Star Fly's top pop. No. This is, yeah. Uh, there was no nipple slip. You, you mean, if I got some, you mean if I have some meta powers, I can live in this place, this gigantic yeah. place with hot ladies. Come on. Really, I'm going that's there right what now. it looks like <laughs> that. That's what it seems. But yeah, you go back to, uh, Jackson and his, and his, uh, boyfriend 
and this viral video is the thing that's inspired him. Like, look, there's some yep. people that have powers as well. It's nice that he's like, you know what? They're they're my age. They're our age. He's talking to his boyfriend, soon to be ex boyfriend, but says, <laughs> you know what? I have some powers. And it's weird because you go also. It, this is pretty much his origin into the Teen Titans, or at least the yeah. beginning. And it's not even a whole issue, so it really moves quick. It moves from them laying there with their arms around each other, just kind of saying, hey, you know what? We should do this. We, oh, my dad, to here's my powers and get that fuck away from me. Like, it That's really it. goes. It, it's two pages, and you go from the, the loving, you know, couple to get the fuck away from me, freak, and, and it's over. But yeah, it, it, it is very quick paced. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he just cracks that bottle of water open and uh, makes it dance. And yeah. uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, I might Kenny be gay, but I'm not going for no water fairy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's here. not even. That's it's right. not like he even did anything crazy. Like uh, no. a lot of times no, he did in, in books, kind of crazy. No, a lot of things nothing, in nothing books though. Or, yeah, yeah, they would have you know me and me and Chris are out on a date, and I'm like, hey, Chris, hmm. what's going on? Hey, buddy. And then next thing you know, I get st- struck by lightning. I'm a fucking rhinoceros. Then you're like, holy mm-hmm. shit! Get the fuck! All he's doing is making fucking designs with the water. Fucking yep. water. Yeah, he freaks out. He's like, and yes, Chris, that is me asking you out on a date, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, then, then you, they you go. My, you got my number. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> then they go off, and you do see the reporter is in a prison under Alcatraz. And yes. yeah, that's that's we'll okay. Buy her lonesome. Yes, and I'm actually, Johnny, it, it actually just it bothered me a little bit just because I started having PTSD flashbacks of having little things of Mr. Oz having people held in captivity. Yeah, I'm like, captivity. all right, are we going to hold this goddamn thing over our heads for a long ass time now? We're yeah, not going to find out who's holding these people captive. Yeah, yeah. I can't take it. It's so funny because when I saw it first, I didn't even, I was pe- not paying attention. And obviously there's no Titan's Tower above it. I actually thought at first that that was a prison underneath where Titan's Tower was. I'm like, <laughs> they did not check out the, the geography of their, their surroundings here. But I actually, just a little side note. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that this week in pop culture history, Alcatraz was closed, I believe, in 1963. Uh, and Shut it, up, it, Jim. Yeah, see? Uh, and I, it shocked me. I actually thought it went on longer than the early 60s, Alcatraz. I, I would have thought that it was into the 70s, but I am not correct. But, uh, yeah, go on, because then uh, we see Jackson leaving his house. and find, Poor yeah. mother. Even if it's not her mother, somebody who's looked after him, he just fucking just ditches. You know, it's like... Yeah, eh, I didn't you, even leave you, a note. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I really think that you were supposed to really hate her to the point that when he leaves, you're like, yeah, that's good. Get the hell away from that lady. Hey, these birds' water wings got a sore. Yeah, yeah, so he's going <laughs> to go uh, and he... Yeah, from the time with his boyfriend, it's almost like we're seeing him being persecuted from every angle possible. Yeah, yeah, so yeah they like, really are pushing. He has no home, so he can he can be yes. anywhere, basically. Yeah, and, uh, and really, it's basically what I've screw learned. New Mexico. What I've learned from this issue is that New Mexico is a horrible place. I'll never go yeah. there. It's a horrible place to go. <laughs> I I don't know, Chris, if you, if you can confirm or deny that, but I'm telling you, it sounds horrible, but... Uh, I had a I had a team of uh, truck drivers who worked for me out there, and they they worked a lot cheaper than the ones in Arizona. Okay, that's, there you go. It's not bad. I like cheap labor. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, here we go. <laughs> but, but I yeah. love how he drives from that. Uh, wait, from... wait, wait. Was this on the up and up? Of course, of course. Oh, okay, there was yes. nothing uh, like you were asking if Chris said, "Listen, if if any of these TVs fall off the back, that that's fine. You can sell them to sure, other people. Then. Make sure they land on something mushy. Yes, yes, do that. that or, and also, you're allowed to sell knives and and seafood out the back of your truck. So that, you let that go too. And that's what you get yeah. with cheap labor, though. And put your sunglasses on through the border. That is true. That is true. 
But I like how he drives from New Mexico all the way to San Francisco, and it's like a blink of an eye. Oh, yeah. That's a a hell of a ride. Yeah, I mean, especially (laughs) because, you know, they're still out. It seems the same day they're out doing their thing, trying to find the reporter. I mean, there's definitely a time stamp on this. Boy, he really drove fast. I don't (laughs) How long is it? I don't even know, but I'm assuming that is not a, uh, you know, a quick drive here. That's a day. That's that's a long ride. That's Northern California. That's... That's yeah. a ways. But uh, he gets there and he uh, stares longingly at the Titans Tower West yep. from across the bay. As one would. Yes. And yes. then well, I'm telling you, because then we had the rest of the Titans inside the Bay Area there. And, you know, Beast Boy's going as an, uh, uh, oh, I don't even know what that is, a fucking uh, yeah, sea lion. Like it looks like a sea lion or an And he's like, you know, he's otter. looking around and he sees this thing moving through the water. And, you know, at first, you know, I think you're supposed to imagine it's a, a bad guy. I think it was Aqualad going through the water, but at the end we get this big reveal of this freaking monster man coming out. And you know what? It is Trixie. Yep. Yes. It's King I get Shark. My pr- I get my freaking King Shark back from the beginning of the New 52, the Hammerhead variety, and I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I wonder if he's by himself or if he does have somebody else. It just seems weird that he's by himself just gathering people in the, you know, to eat in the in the bay. For some reason, I don't know why that threw me Even off. sharks need water. Sharks need water. But yeah, so I, it, I just did throw when me it off opened, a uh, Yeah, when it opened, it said that there were a lot of uh, shark attacks on the yeah, rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, it just seems like a, a very minor thing for king shark to be doing just but maybe he's maybe they'll find out maybe it's actually that he's gone a little cuckoo and, and he's going nuts or something maybe well, okay, the last time we saw him he was ju- shoved into a goddamn yeah. alternate dimension that's what i'm saying the yeah. suicide squad, the suicide squad. no squad. idea In how he's back. that uh dimensional toilet bowl that he yeah. got flushed down so maybe that maybe that's something to do when he came back was yeah, that like 52 yeah, yeah yeah and it was like eric said with omac which is crazy, so huh? we'll see what's going on. But yeah, it was crazy. Uh, now, now, Chris, I wanted to ask you this because you are, you know, a kind of a team Titans expert in my mind a bit. There's this line here, which I want to say is a classic line. It's something that I remember but can't quite place. But it's like uh, when Beast Boy and Robin are talking in the beginning of, it, and they're giving each other a little bit of shit. He's like, "Why do you keep that obnoxious bat wookie thing around?" And then Robin asks him, "Where does your costume go when you transform?" Is that a classic line, or am I just thinking of something different? Do you remember this line from anywhere? I don't, but uh, that's I not to say that it isn't. Okay, because I remember this thing where the Flash said at one point, uh, or Kid Flash, like, I can move, I can see fast enough to know where your costume goes when you transform, and Beast Boy seemed to be all upset about this before. Yeah, like it I goes up his ass. Familiar. That sounds cannot, familiar. I cannot place where it is and what fucking decade it even is. It's something that I remember seeing, though, and if I can, it made me chuckle a bit, though. Because yeah. it's one of those things like, where does your costume go, you green little fuck? Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> now, one thing that we did miss at the very, very beginning is when they were at the uh, Del Sor Penitentiary and the guy was going yeah. through the penitentiary and he opens up a cell Worst door. Worst ever. And, uh, yeah, and the, the whole side of the prison seems to be missing. Uh, but, yeah, yeah I, I, I would guess that, again, that's why I think that King Shark may not be by himself here. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, yeah, what they say? What would what, Connie Chung say? There, Bonnie Chung is uh, how uh, the SFPD continues to search for over fifty prisoners who yeah. escaped from the maximum yeah. security facility last week. Yeah, it just so, is yeah, we weird got a lot because, of bad guys out and about. Yeah, and it's just mm-hmm. weird that like King Shark would have been if it is King Shark in that, or they're kind of guessing that maybe King Shark ate all those prisoners and it's <laughs> not. But yeah, for him just, just to be in, but him just to be in a San Francisco prison. Seems really off to me. You know, Seriously, King Shark. I think Amanda Waller would be on top yeah. of this. 
Yeah, and they wouldn't even have the facilities to deal with them, but we'll we'll see how it goes. But what did you think of the issue, Chris? Um, I I was so glad that the Rajal Ghoul story was over. Uh, so uh, it was uh, a bit a good for me. Yeah, uh, but it it, it seems like uh, the some of the dialogue is kind of kind of rubbing me the wrong way. It feels mostly like, Beast uh, Boys, right? Yeah, all Beast, Beast Boys. Boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, him, him talking about Robin not having powers, and uh, it's it, it's a personal thing here. But him saying that his food is going to give them mouth orgasms kind of yeah, bothering. Yeah. He he's uh, very, he's, so, he's been very dirty. He's in so this overly so far. sexualized in this. It's yeah. weird, and I think I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm crazy. I, I may be, but it <laughs> almost seems like they're making him very sexual to take the focus of sexualization off of Starfire. Because Starfire is barely in this issue, and, she, and so she's you're covered like, up. So with with uh, with Garth being the one who's just over the top with the sexy talk and this and that, but never towards Starfire really. It's always just no. about him doing this and that. I do think that it's one of those so that Ben Percy won't get cry. Oh, look at Starfire's custom, whatever. That people are more gonna yell about to fucking. I think her that. very subdued in this series. Yeah, it, I think she's, she's very, very subdued yeah. in in general. That's why it's weird for. Beast Boy to be, oh, I mean, since the very first issue, he has been yeah. so just sexualized and no, just I, everything and horny. I mean, even last I, issue, I think it was when he's like, huh, eh, I'm not the only one horny. You know, he always has yeah, that every line that is sexy. Is a, I can't say this is the line verbatim, but I'm pretty sure somewhere like in the first couple issues, he said, hey, do you want to fuck? Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> at one point at the very, the very beginning of the series was, if I'm not mistaken, him with that woman in the goddamn fucking... The hot oh, tub. Yeah. I think that's the when he was issue, basically said, you know, let you know, I'll show you yours and you, whatever. But it, yeah, everyone is every punchline, every one liner by Beast Boy is is a sexual line, and it's now, way I, over I'm, the top. I'm actually surprised from what we've gotten so far that he doesn't say that's what she said. Like every yeah, fucking uh, yeah, issue. I oh, bet, yeah, I bet right? it's coming. It's just weird that I do think that maybe they're trying to take the focus off the sexiness off of Starfire because yeah, like you said, her costume's very subdued. Her whole deal. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of her and Raven at all in this issue. I mean, no. and we don't really get a lot of anybody except Beast Boy and Aqualad. And that's what kind of threw me off. I wanted more of them. I would have rather them just sat around talking while we get Aqualad heading towards them. Uh, but yeah, you set and the, and the setup itself is a setup of full out water based thing for Aqualad to show up. But I, I'm talking over you again, Chris. Tell us what you thought. Um, well, you know, sticking with Beast Boy, there he's always been he's always been portrayed as uh, flirtatious, even yeah, going back yeah. to the Wolfman days. But here, it's like the the subtlety is gone and the charm yeah. is gone with it. Uh, yeah, he's he's one of the more uh, identifiable characters for I think young kids. Yeah, so oh, seen him in the cartoon, and then you open up this book and. Here's a mouth orgasm, and yeah, here's, yeah, uh, here's, here's a me fiddling orgasm. in a uh, fiddling in a hot tub. It's like yeah. I don't know if I'd want a you know a kid reading that. Yeah, but. and really, if if you're gonna if you have the kids going in, a kid would probably go Raven, Cyborg, to, yeah. and Beast Boy. And Cyborg's not in the book because they would go yep. with the Teen Titans Go and all that. So he's not there. Raven does nothing. So you're gonna you are Beast Boy is the the star pretty much if you're coming mm-hmm. into this book. I like Damien. He's my man. But Beast Boy is obviously the star. And sure. he's just so over the top. Like you said, there's no charm at all. No. No, but uh, like I said, I was happy that uh, Rajal Ghul is not here. Yeah. 
I think we might get a few issues without mentioning him, hopefully. That'd be nice. And, well, we, got, uh, we got him detective right now in the yeah, last yeah, issue of Trinity, detective. Adam, too. Yeah. So he's all over the place. Yeah, you're, he's all over. Oh, Jesus. I, yeah, I, don't I, I'm detective. so behind. I'm so behind on my... I got a stack of Rebirth about yeah. a foot and a half tall. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, he just showed up at the end of uh, Detective. So, yeah, Good you, to know. you'll get your Raj in that. <laughs> but uh, I, I kept this one at the same score I gave uh, the last one, which was an 8 out of 10. Okay. It's a I, soft uh, 8, but it's Yeah, I... I uh, thought the art was okay. I thought the art was a little down. There were some nice things with Aqualad that I liked. But in general, I thought that there was a step down a bit with the art. Uh, I said to you guys before we started recording, it seemed like every time Beast Boy showed up, he aged, he de-aged. And that's the other thing. It's just he, to me, you know, he's a teen type. But yet you don't have to go over the top that he's a horny, you know, teen. Just, yeah. just go with the flood. Like, All of a sudden, him, he's Farmer Ted. Make but him less, charming, you know, like, like, like Chris said. He has no charm, and it's a shame because he's a, a character that can be a lot of fun and can be charming, even at the point where he's not talking with sex jokes he's fucking yelling at him about being you know vegetarian and not vegetarian and all this stuff and that to me that was all just filler i didn't need that i want to see them you know more just fun interactions then that was an interaction but still it just ended uh with them eating pizza and just i wanted more of getting to know the characters together and we haven't really even had that because last issue Damien was separated from them, and they just showed up and like, hey, we're a team now. I'd like to. I would have even liked if two and two, like they had this thing and they they paired off in twos and went off, and you get a little inter- interaction between guys and things like that. But well, uh, we didn't get that. I did like the stuff with Aqualad. I do think that they uh, Ben Percy had to push the issue to get him to the Titans Tower. Oh yeah. So I think it was mm-hmm. a little forced. You wanted to do it as fast as possible. Yeah, and it is. It's very fast, and to the point where, like we said, you show up and it's King Shark. Of course, Aqualad's going to be able to deal with that, so it'll be something that he can get their trust uh, right away, and I, I like that, but all in all, I would say I'd give it a 7 out of 10, so it's not that I hated the issue. Uh, I still like this book a lot. Uh, it's fun. It's just Beast Boy. It really throws it off for me. What about you, Aaron? Well, this is the first issue since we lost John Boy Myers where I didn't mind the art change like immediately type of thing because I'm telling you, I was so attached to John Boy in those first yeah. couple issues. I'm like, everything after, I'm like, I don't, I don't like looking at this anymore because it's not what I wanted. But this is the first issue since then that I'm like, you know what? I don't mind this at all. I didn't even think about it while reading it. And we got to have that low-key issue that I like to have. Yes, it could have been extended. It could have been better. But for what we got, we had to you know bring Aqualad in. We had to set up the whole new arc. And you know for what we got with that, I thought everything was evenly dispersed pretty well, even if we had to push Aqualad's whole thing out of home going to uh, San Francisco. And ultimately, I fucking just got really excited at the end because King Shark, the way I like him, is back. And I want to see if we're going to do anything with him that have any continuity things, you know, leading back to where we left off. I doubt it, but I'd like to see it. I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. I'm looking like what I have a problem with the art. If you actually page through it, we have it digitally here, but if you page through it, it goes to a sequence of every other page. It's a detailed page, then a non-detailed page. I'm just paging through, and it really goes down there that they have a non-detailed deal. Then you get a deal. It, it just threw me off. There's like, my, biggest, my, yep. my biggest problem with the art is the part where uh, where uh, freaking Jackson Hyde is with his boyfriend because it really comes off Riley Rossmo style for that I'm, first it, page. I'll tell you, the reason I have is because when they, he does go – like not so realistic the eyes of everybody are fucking off they're like weird yeah. they have a weird like they're not even aligned i i don't know it, it just throws me off i i don't like it that much 
but yeah, that that is Teen Titans. And uh, thanks, Chris, for coming on. Yeah, and yeah, the next time uh, Teen Titans comes on, we're gonna we'll talk a little more. Hopefully, I I just want something to pick up from this because I was not a big fan of the first. And I don't mind Raja Gul that much, um, but. I felt that, that that it lasted too long, that first arc. So I, this sure. threw me off. So I hope that Aqualetta, I'm sure that right away he's going to jump in the water, save the day, and they're just going to accept them. And then he'll be, and it's good. They'll accept him right away. I mean, they're a bunch Spoiler of freaks. Alert. <laughs> yes. But yeah, <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to the next book. All right. And the next book is Batman Beyond, which means that we have a visit from Batman Beyond. Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello. Hello. I said uh, we we had a false start, and for some reason I said I like this book. I'm going to go against it. I don't know why the heck I said it, but Eric, tell us what this is. This is Batman Beyond number six, written by Dan Jurgens, with art by Bernard Chang, Marcelo Mialo, and Travis Lanham. Bruce Wayne is back in the cave and acting emotionless as hell, even more so than the curmudgeon we all know and love. But we have no time for that because Karari is back in Neo-Gotham being chased by the League of Assassins. But she's not going to get any help from Batman because Terry is all about his me time these days. Yeah, yeah. There's some. This is a weird issue. This really is. And yes, it especially, is. We, we said last week that with the Joker coming back and all this, uh, what really gets me is just the timing. We said that seemed like a, an issue where it was a good jumping on point. The, the big thing, oh, the Joker's back, let's jump in, let's go. And then you get to this issue, and it seems like another bit of a jumping on point, but the Joker's not really here, and everything we get is just very odd to me. It seemed very off, this whole issue. Yeah. Uh, but yeah... It starts off, and yeah, you even have like the decades from now, the Neo-Gotham, formerly known as Gotham City. Like they're really trying to, you know, ease people in. But if this if might this as well be a number one. Honestly. Yeah, and if this is, if it, yeah. If this was a number one, God, if this was Batman Beyond, if this had been the Rebirth issue, oh yeah. my God, everything would be glorious. Man, yeah, I'm telling you though, it, the whole thing about it. Yeah, actually, because Bruce is here, like, it wouldn't have been that bad, except for yeah. the fact that not much happens in this issue. And, and it just, it goes on, and you do get Bruce being back, so that's, like, one of the major ports, parts of this. Uh, but Karari, I don't really, see, there's the thing, is she was from the animated series, correct? Yeah, right. she's, uh, she's in, I believe, like, two episodes, one's, like, Super early in the first season, the other ones okay. in the the second season, yeah. and then that that's the only time she shows up in the show. She shows up a couple times in the comics, uh, like some some of the older ones, including 2.0, where she's with yeah. the uh, the uh, Justice League from the uh, other Earth, the Justice, the Justice yeah. Lantern, Justice, yeah, and yeah, Justice Lords, and uh, she is um, Cairo, the Earth Green Lantern, the kid. Yeah, uh, right. she is the older sister. Okay. Oh wow! I didn't yeah, know I didn't. That. I, I had no idea with that. And plus, the only time I've ever seen her was in two point So that's not even like in yep. this continuity or, or what they're going with. But no, nope. uh, just the fact but of it that. Oh, sorry. It, I'm just saying, if if somebody had no idea, like they're like, oh, the Joker's oh, yeah, going to no. jump in, I think they're completely confused. W- no, she's this. not one of the more iconic ones. If it had been like. Uh, Shriek, Shriek is yeah, a pretty yeah. iconic one. People would have been like, "Oh, hey, I remember that guy." But Kiari's in like two episodes. Yeah, or Ink, or, you know, it does. Yeah. It brings up something else. Um, so who exactly actually died in this apocalypse? We know that uh, Terry's mother died. Yep. And apparently everybody else is alive. Yep. <laughs> because I mean, yeah. in the and I love the cold open, but it 
very beginning well, of this issue, Kirari is being chased by the League of Assassins. Yeah, the and League there's of a lot Assassins of them. So yeah, and who, even to the point where they didn't survive this. Yes, yeah. and and later they even say where I believe it's it's Matt or Terry, whoever says it to Bruce, like, hey, you know, Gotham kind of you know got through this, but really every place else is really struggling or whatever. It doesn't seem it. People just keep showing up. They, you know, they and people I mean, from out of town. Exactly, because. I mean, we learned last series, and I complain about it all the time that the that the Borgs, uh, the, the at least the superhero ones, weren't actually the superheroes. No, they, they were, were replicants. The artificial constructs, stupid things. So, pretty much any superhero, unless we've seen them die, so they're pretty they're, much yeah. Ink. Ink is about the Ink, ink and uh, Rewire are about the only two that can't come back. Yep, but yeah. Anybody else in the DC universe could can make an appearance. Yep. Oh yeah, it's yeah. all open right now. At, at yeah. this point, like at, at this point, there's it's no holds barred. Yep. But yeah, I, I uh, would actually like to see me an old man Static Shock show back up, even oh, though that, kind that of is, Static Shock that is the DCU. one thing I would love because old Static was such a you, you only see him a couple times in uh, the DC animated universe, but every time you see him, like when there's a piece, a timeline piece where the rest of the Justice League is killed, and there's Warhawk. Terry and Future Static and Old Bruce. Th- those are the three that are left. Yeah. Yeah. He he was a great character, and I'm sad that he's probably dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not yeah. only that, I'm saying they kind of uh, erased the Static from the DCU yeah. and brought him back to Milestorm. So that was a smile. I now I'm saying so Milestorm. There you go, Milestorm. milestone. <laughs> uh, but no, it brought back the Milestone. So I don't think we're going to see any of those Milestone character iterations throughout and any the of the Reaper comes out. You shut up over there. <laughs> and the milestone comes out. Oh, the milestone. Yeah, actually, I would think that was pretty cool, too, if they would. But I think Eric's right. I think they're trying to get him out because once he would come into this, then people would start asking, you know. Oh, everybody oh my would, God, everybody then he'd be in there. pick the issue if Future yeah, Static yeah. was in this. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, really, the major the, – the issue is broken into pretty much two things. Karari and uh, Barbara Gordon uh, fighting the League of Assassins while uh, Bruce – like, like Eric said, as a curmudgeon in the Batcave, pissed off that everybody knows who Batman is now and just, that you know, completely ticked off about everything. And that they know where the cave is. Yeah, and the cave, yeah. And and the thing is, I don't know if Karari, obviously she's on the cover, so that seems to be where they're going, like the big hit. I I didn't care any bit for that because really you don't get much for with it. Um, but I, I did like the stuff in the cave. with that. I like I like the stuff in the cave, though. You have the cold open, though, with Karari, where she's being yeah. chased by the League of Assassins, which takes us to the GCPD, where she gets Barbara Gordon's help because she needs yeah. to find Batman. By blowing open and the that door. Is, by, yeah, that's I the most ridiculous part. I think she actually part. broke into her office and, yeah, and, like, just... through the window and then blew open the door was the impression yeah. I got. I was yeah, really I, I didn't know what was that. going on. I was like, this it's is a good way to garner goodwill. Yeah, weird way to get to things started office. by blowing open a door. But yeah, uh, but yeah, but like the like I, the problem I have with all of that though is that we never find out why she needs Batman no. or why the League of Assassins is yes. chasing her through this entire issue. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They really yeah. string you along, and here at, at by the end you get this idea. Oh, you know, it's a cliffhanger. We're gonna have to wait till next issue. I'm not that interested in Karari and stuff. I'll say that you yeah. don't get anything out of this. Yeah, issue, I don't really though, care about it. The, the, the biggest part that it seems to be that they want to, you know, string you along with there might be some problems going yeah. that they tell you is that when Bruce finds out the prototype suit that Terry's wearing, he very emotionlessly says, uh, 
That's the one he's wearing, huh? That, that could kill the wear. Yeah, that like, could you know kill. what? You might want to get on the comm immediately and say something, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. And what gets me, though. It's such a cliche thing, yeah. too. Oh, oh it's yeah. the prototype. It could kill him. Yeah, it could kill him. And the thing it, with you this. Can pick up your story devices from, like, just like, fr- from, like, the level one. This yes. is how you write a storybook. Yeah, and the thing with Karari that gets me is. Uh, Everything in this book has always been, like you just said, it's stringing people along. We had the whole thing with this janitor that just ends up being the Joker after issue, after issue of us. Why, you know? And so now we have Cora. It better be told what the hell's going on next issue because uh, you yes. don't need to keep things. You know, this is the way that Dan Jurgen seems to be extending, you know, arcs is by just not giving you info. And yeah, we could – it's not beyond the realm of, of possibility that next issue you, you get it, and it's Bruce still talking about how that suit could kill uh, Terry to Matt. Matt saying he's going to have some meat. Like I could see this going on and on, so I hope it doesn't. Uh, but yeah, I actually I like Bruce here because he's just an asshole. <laughs> he's like an old yeah. asshole, and he's like you know he's been out of the game for a while. Terry tells him, "Hey, you know what? You were out. Uh, so was I." And he does not mention Tim Drake at all. And we were talking before, and I said, I think this is my final, uh, you know, this is my final answer that they are never going to mention Tim in this book. They're, they're just not even going to say anything no. about him. And uh, you had said, Mark, that it's funny because Tim had done some things in the computer and all that that Bruce would easily be able to find and, and, and figure that out. But, yeah, I don't think that that's ever going to happen. No. Yeah. But – uh. I- when, I imagine, when, though, if we do find something out like that, it will be something with the computer where Tim had left him a message behind in case he, like, you know, died and Bruce was yeah. a back. I don't know. Like, in his mind, I think Bruce was already dead. But I don't know. I imagine we'll get some kind of form like the letter we had at the end of Flashpoint. Yeah, but, through the, like, you know, Tim that, out of nowhere. I think that they would have mentioned his name at least once in, you know, six issues by now if we were going to ever get anything. I mean, even you've had a hundred opportunities <laughs> to say, you know what, when Tim... Drake was was Batman, and I I was out, and even this one it really fully the, spells out. In the last series, it was a big deal for the like you know at one point in time Tim Drake went missing, and Batman put a lot of time mm-hmm. in trying to find out what happened to him, and he never yeah. did, and it always killed him. And then we had this parallel timeline, Tim. There, if this would have been nice, if we just have like a little yeah. thing where it's just I, says I think something so there too. just in case. Because here's where it would be to me. Terry says, you know what? Hey, uh, you were out for a while, so was I. But and then Bruce like, huh? What? Nobody was Batman for a while. Oh no, no. You know, uh, actually, Tim Tim Drake. And then you could even explain it so people would understand. Listen, it wasn't really your Tim Drake. It was a different time. Whatever. But you could easily explain it in a point where then people would be like, okay, I understand oh, that. Let's that's get going. Great, Terry. Where is he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nobody knows. He, he left, and uh, he we haven't walking. heard from him since. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But the, it does. And then uh, Bruce is like, here we go again. He's got to find him again. This motherfucker. But, yeah. Actually, uh, that would be a that would be an interesting – that would have been an interesting way to connect this to uh, the the kind of rest of the Superman stuff that's going on. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. Like, that, that would have been a very interesting way to get – this book involved with that yeah, event. But yeah, that we'll just, it does timelines too. hunting for Tim Drake. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Tim Drake I mean, it would be perfect, of course, for the, the series of messing with timelines. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, but I don't think they're going to do anything. But I do like, I like, uh, 
I like Matt, Max, and Bruce in the Batcave. I really, for some reason, that really got me, especially Matt and Bruce, I think is pretty cool. Uh, because yes. you get this young kid who's just, he's so energetic and all this, and there's Bruce, is just this Mr. Wayne, man. Mr. Wayne. He's just, and he is so just miserable. Uh, but yeah, he's pissed off pretty much at the very beginning because, you know, you're not supposed to tell people where the Batcave is and all, all this stuff because Dane is there even. And he's showing her the Batcave. She's all excited. And I like when even Terry, you know, hey, it's good to have you back. And Bruce doesn't the even hug. want to touch him. He doesn't even want to touch him. Terry goes to give him a hug. And it's, uh, it's, so I, I got to give Bernard Chang a lot of props for this yeah. panel because. Bruce looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, he's yeah, not I've a guy. He's not a touchy feely like guy. He does not like. He's like Eric. He doesn't like to be touched. Uh, but yeah, and then he's like later, and they go, and that's where Barbara. They're researching what happened at Terminal. They mentioned the crowbar. They're they're trying to figure that out, and that's Which where which was Karari a nice callback to last issue. Yeah, it yeah, was it was. Well I like it. I like that they're looking into it, so that might lead to them eventually finding the Joker themselves. Also, the the GCB, but I don't think it will. I think that Bruce is already on the case. But uh, mm-hmm. you have there when Karari shows up and just says, you know, I need to talk to Batman. And then they head up to the, you know, to turn on the signal, and they get attacked. And it, it basically, that's no the talk rest of, of the issue. Pay for that door. Yeah, yeah, really. Or, and, and or probably that, office, because yeah. let's be honest, she was going in there. I think she was going to her office. I think you're already broken yeah. through the window, and then blew up her office. Yeah, and blew up her office, and then says, you know, we gotta, I gotta meet Batman. I wish My there was a remote are signal. Peaceful, Barbara Gordon. I'm I like, like I don't to. think they are. Yeah. Barbara, you I, know, I, and I love how everybody pulls their gun on her. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. As they so, should. Well, okay, it's uh, well, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, everybody <laughs> with guns. Yeah, so they they go up, they get attacked by the League of Assassins, obviously, and I like it too. Where you know, decades in the future, and it still all comes down to put, putting a uh, freaking extension cord into the uh, the bat signal. But in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, Terry is just yeah. Terry is just talking to Dana and saying, you know what? Uh, now that I see Bruce is a miserable old fuck, I uh, I don't <laughs> think I want to be like that. I don't think I want to you know give my whole life to being Batman and this you know secret identity. I'm going to do things a little different. And part of this different deal is I'm going to have me time. I'm going to have Terry time. And I, right. I just. Right away, I was thinking to myself, time if you're down. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm like, you motherfucker, you just started being Batman again. You, you took what seemed like six months, they said, to train, which you, I know you didn't because you got your ass kicked right away. And well, now he, after he one said thing, that he didn't train for that yeah, six months. Yeah, so he hasn't done shit. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I, I think I'm going to have some me time. No. It's unfortunately you're Batman, but then in the meantime, there's Barbara. She's getting attacked, and she gets the signal on. And this is basically there's not much happening. There's a lot of filler in this, but yeah, uh, basically he sees the signal and says, "You know what? I don't think I'll go there. It can't be that bad." Your it's friend the, is gonna die, Terry. It's the worst. I mean, when people Tim. put the bat signal on, shit's going down. We said, Mark, tell him. What do you think that this bat signal does? It have, you know, levels of freaking. Yeah, you know, no. It's, but is it uh, is it different? Instead of color coding it, which would be simple for different emergencies, different levels of luminosity. Yeah, oh, it's, I, I, it, it's kind of dim. I guess it's not yeah, that ooh. important. Yeah, and it's oh like, my you god, know what? it's burning. This, it's burning the clouds. <laughs> nice, it's, yeah. The yeah. world's gonna end. I said, what is it? What do they have? It? It's it's red when there's real shit going down or whatnot. He just wants to make out with Dana at this point, 
And he's like, hey, you know what? It's not that bad. Barbara's going to die. It really does look like there's Karari and that they're getting attacked by ninjas from the League of Assassins. When is it that bad then? And it it just gets me. That actually it wouldn't really, be a bad idea, though. The whole, like, you know, like not Luminosity, a different, but a color different coding color. kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, if we had that in comics and incorporated, well, so you, like, you granted, just in the background, oh, I shit, mean, granted, going yeah, down. In Batman, you know, half the time, Gordon hits it just because he, he's bored and wants somebody to talk to, <laughs> it seems. I mean, a lot of times it ends up with them just talking, but it's never just sure. nothing. You know what I mean? It, it really is. That makes him the worst Batman I've ever seen. That that one no, thing it, at the it, end. It really does. And it, it I know that he wants to he, he's trying to he how do I put this? <laughs> Essentially he's having an identity it. crisis. He's trying yeah. to be bat hmm? I was saying, yeah, I, I know that you're pissed off at it. I just go uh, on. He he's trying he's having an identity crisis trying to be both kind of Batman and Terry. Yeah and, and kind of split that up. And it you when you read it, you think it feels like it should be that that's character progression, whether it's good or bad. Character progression is an entirely different point. It feels like it's character progression, but it's really regression. It's yeah, regression yeah. because when I he agree. started out, when he started out at ba- as Batman, he, he didn't he didn't really take it as seriously a, a, until danger was actually happening. Like he'd get called. He didn't take it as seriously. He but now he knows better. Now he knows that, the, you know. These yeah. can be life and death situations when the bat signal goes off. Oh, fuck, we just hit the, the world bat end. signal barely went yeah. off in Batman yeah. in the show, Batman Beyond. It went off a few times, and they had to like yeah. take that thing out of storage, which is probably why it has the plug. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. They used it a few times, so it it was something where every time he saw it, he knew it was an emergency. Shit was going down, and it was, and it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I know he's trying to have a normal life. Calm down, but. Oh. That's, I'm sorry, that's not a good superhero right there. Yeah, no. Is he, is he going to be able to live with himself if they are killed? No. Probably no. not well. And and here's the thing. Even in this book, how many times has the bat signal gone off? In this book, especially since he's been back as Batman Beyond, I don't think it has. Like you said, no, that's it why it seems like they pulled it out. And the the thing is, I, I like you said, I get the idea. I get the whole concept. But this would be better served. You know, you don't have this big disaster right here. Say Barbara isn't in danger. They don't have the signal. Next issue starts. And Bruce is like right back to, you know, right where they left off. Like, okay, you know what? Let's get these people out of the fucking cave. And we're going to train. You need to train. You're fucking not mm-hmm. up to stand. And he says, no, no, no. You know what? I told you. Friends and family, this is what I'm about now. They stay. Matt's here. Whether you want to call him Rob or whatever, he stays. And you know what? I actually have a date with Dana tonight. And if something goes wrong, yes, I'll be there. But I'm not training today. You know, I'll train tomorrow. We'll do, we'll set up a schedule. You're call my the bench tonight. You know, call me. And yeah. And then you have a, a funny thing where Matt and Bruce are just sitting there watching movies or something crazy. You know, you could do a way where he, he could be training Matt. And we could yeah, finally yeah, get that Robin beyond. Because, I mean, Matt's already half trained. Yeah. He, he was and a gorilla right there, fighter. That would be awesome. That would be awesome for Matt to be like, hey, uh, Mr. Wayne, you, you can train me. And then, ah, fuck it, whatever. And he starts doing stuff. Or just, you know, that would actually be really, really cool. And you would still get that whole thing like, oh, Terry, you know, he wants to have his own life as well. But not when the bat signal goes off. Not when, this would be the same as him walking with Dana down the street and seeing a guy get, at gunpoint and him like, 
No, no, no. I said I'm off today. No Batman. I'm on today. a date. And, I'm not yeah, and just you. walks away. Even at the point where Dana even, I know the whole thing is like, huh, there it goes again, the bat signal. I guess you have to leave. But I don't think that with the bat signal off, she's going to be like, what a dick. You know what I mean? I think that she should even be like, no, no, no. This is nonsense. You're Batman. You got to go do this. But yeah, he he is the worst. It really is character regression. At the end, I just yep. I don't understand why they even did it. It's really weird uh, why. But I would I would guess that next issue opens with him like, oh Jesus, you know. All of a sudden, Barbara turns it off and turns it back on again. Starts blinking. <laughs> Does something. <laughs> starts starts uh, screaming. Motor code. Starts SOS. screaming in his goddamn yeah yeah yeah. Where's Bruce to say you know there. what the fuck? Like you said at the one point, the other big thing was. Bruce to tell Matt, hey, you know what? That suit could kill him. Uh, it's, like Eric said, get on the comm. Say, you know what? You can't use that suit. We got to work on it. We got to talk about it, whatever. I, I just I just really hope, though, say, like, you know, uh, Terry changes his mind at the last second. We get into the next issue. He goes and helps Barbara and Karari fight off the League of Assassins. And right then and there is when his suit starts killing him and gets the yeah. shit beat out of him again. I don't need that. Just no. because you said now. I didn't even think about him. that. Oh, God. Now it's going to affect him. Yeah, it'll affect him. He'll fall over. You'll have Karari to have to save him and that. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, the, all in all, it, it did end crazy. I like the stuff with Matt and Bruce, but I, I did think this was kind of a, you know, uh, an average. I, I, I don't know. What did you give it, Eric? I gave it a 6.4. I love the yeah. art in this issue, and I love the stuff that was in the cave that kind of felt really emotional, like Terry yeah. was yeah, happy to see him. But it was very short-lived. I was like, oh, man, I'm so happy you're alive and you're back. But you know what? I got to go. There's a girl here. You know how it is, Bruce. I'm out. Yeah. And the rest of the thing with Karari, though, I was so angry that we, we had this whole filler throughout the issue yep. because we never find out why. It yep. just happens, and we have no explanation for it. And then Batman at the end just being a dope and saying, it can't be that bad. It just angered yeah. me. But because I love that emotional scene and the idea of having Bruce back in this book and what that's going to mean to the series, hopefully, I still gave it a 6.4 out of 10. Yeah, I, I think I'd give it a 6. I did like the art. Uh but like you said, even the point where Kari shows up and is like, I got to talk to Batman after blowing up Barbara's office, uh, you, you would think Barbara would want to know why. You know, yeah. at least say, you know, what's going on? Well, you know, the League of Assassins is after me and they have this. I have some information for them, whatever. Have something where it seems like, okay, because Barbara just, okay, we'll go up and, you know, get the signal going and then they get attacked. And But I did like the stuff in the cave. I, I really hope that Matt and Bruce... Uh, continue just sitting there talking to each other. And like Mark said, I'd love it if Bruce started training him. That'd be great. Uh, even at the point where what they're, yeah, what they're going with is that Terry says, you know what, I'm backing away. And then Bruce is like, well, then I'm going to start training your successor. And then eventually Terry comes back and then we have Matt as almost like a Robin if they go that route. But yeah, just in general, a six out of 10 is where I would go. What about you, Mark? I'm I'm kind of I'm agreeing with you, Jim. Six out of ten. There are like two thirds of this book that I love because I I actually like the stuff with Curare for the okay. most part, except for not actually finding out why she. Yeah, yeah. Is there? <laughs> yeah. But it, I I like the cold open. I like I like that stuff with her. I like all the stuff with Barbara. It's the most competent Barbara we've gotten. Yeah, she is kicking ass. She's fighting and, and I, kicking I ass. I like the details in those scenes, but the 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 Terry and Dana conversation and then his decision at the end really soured all of the other stuff even yeah. seeing like the panel where you see apparently this bat suit has spikes that can come out of its hands mm -hmm. it's like yeah. that would be cool but 
my favorite superhero just took a like uh not a step yeah. backward. He kind of put on his suit and he flew backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now before we go, uh, I asked you last week, or uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I forget when it mm-hmm. was, but I had heard another podcast and they were talking and they had mentioned that when Bruce got thrown off of the side of the building uh, in the last issue. Uh, when the Joker kind of threw him off the side of the building, and the guy said, "Oh, you know, uh, Terry decided he had to save his dad," and it threw me off because, and then Eric even reminded me, "Well, that kind of is." But in this, uh, even if it's so, it kind of, you know, I, I don't know. So I asked you, and you said you were going to look into it and and try to figure out what maybe they've given us hints or whatnot. But what did you find out? Um, to to give people a little bit background, just yes. kind of on the whole Bruce being the dad in the uh animated universe so like batman uh the animated series batman beyond justice league all those um there's an episode of uh justice league unlimited called final uh, episode uh of season one of it and it was supposed to be the final episode of the series and then they got another season um called epilogue where uh it's instead of being uh because the creators bruce tim and those guys they consider batman beyond to be 50 years in the future of whatever time it is so, um, but that, but that episode takes place 65 years afterwards. And it's, uh, Terry breaking into the place where Amanda Waller is living and confronts her about the fact that he's found out that, uh, Bruce is his biological father. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of goes into a bunch of stuff with that. Um, what happened there was Waller realized Batman was slowing down and he was going to have to retire soon or get killed. And so she came up with, uh, she got a sample of his DNA and, uh, came up, oh, what, I have it written down here. Where is it? Um, a nanotech solution that was programmed to re, uh, to rewrite Warren McGinnis's reproductive material. Quote from the episode. Um, and so he thought he was getting a flu shot. He had his reproductive system rewritten. <laughs> Probably why there were shot. two boys. He pro, I'm not, I mean, why would, if you're trying to, Make another Batman. I mean, that old rewrite somebody's DNA with a flu shot gag. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, the plan was, is that when he was eight, his, uh, she would send a assassin to kill his parents in front of him after going to see a thrilling action film, kind of like, actually, exactly like what happened to Bruce. Yes. Yes. To recreate and, uh, that. it was the phantasm and she couldn't do it. She, she just couldn't do it. Um, so she let the kind of the plan go and then uh, uh i guess it would be eight years later when terry was 16 uh the first episode of batman beyond happens and his father is killed and he becomes batman um and there's a bunch of other stuff that happens that kind of breaks up the the group but uh bruce finds out about 13 years before terry does okay yeah and in batman 2.0 uh with the mask of the phantasm which uh terry doesn't take it well he doesn't take it well at all. Uh, he quits the Justice League when he finds out. Um, he uh, breaks into Waller's place and cr- confronts her about it. And then eventually he kind of realizes, you know what, this is okay. Okay. And he's so, about, and he's in his 30s. Terry's in his 30s at that point. Yeah. I did so a lot of math. Do you, th- do you think that they'll ever touch on that in this book? Well, they've, they've dug out a bunch of other things yeah. that they've that they've done and it, to the point where I can't tell if Jurgen's actually is just like bumbling into this stuff. Yeah. Or yeah. if he's actually like done research okay. with it. 
Um, because like Rewire, Rewire was a villain that I mean, last series super important, but I mean he was only created in 2.0. He was a fairly recent character, yeah. whereas he's, you know, instead of using somebody more you know recognizable, um, so I I don't I legitimately don't know if it's that's the intention, yeah, or if it's something where it's going to be bumbled. Or it's into, just no nope, Warren McGinnis is, even though they're both redheads, and it doesn't make really any sense yeah, that yeah. both kids turned out with black hair. Now, do you, you also think that Matt is his kid as well? Well, I mean, Bruce, Bruce Tim has come out and said that Matt McGinnis is uh, Bruce's son as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you would yeah, think that was, that would. Be it was the all case. of his reproductive material forever. Yeah, yeah. Warren McGinnis yeah. could not have a child that had his own DNA. Yeah, and again, because Waller was going to kill them, and it wouldn't have been an issue later. But then, when she didn't kill no. him. And really, that Matt really does look like him too. That, that he Matt does. looks he exactly does. like Damien, if anything, especially in this issue. I really like the way it is, and even even uh, Terry uh, in this, especially too, looks like a uh, Dick Grayson, or not that that's a biological son, but it, he really does look like a, a Robin. And they, they all look the same. Like you said, it was a redhead. Yeah. you would think that they'd be able to figure it out. Plus, that's the thing, though. A couple you times have some in the do. Yeah, and all that was going on and things like that. I mean, it's weird that Terry wouldn't get a scan of himself and his DNA and things like that. And especially like when he was going into uh, Wayne Power and they were scanning DNA and stuff like that where they had that scan. Well, that, it still uh, wouldn't have been a 100% match. Though. No, no, but still, it, it is kind of crazy. But yeah, uh, but, I, I mean, think it, that... It kind of makes some amount of sense that, I mean, there was never really an occasion to compare his DNA to his father. Yeah, yeah, really. It's, so it was in my family. Yeah, really. <laughs> but, uh, oh yes, but yeah, I yeah. I wonder if he's going to. But yeah, I asked you to to you know explain that and look into it just because I had heard it. And uh, yeah, again, and as far I, as this series goes, I, I I until I hear otherwise, I'm going to make I'm going to make assumptions. Yeah, uh, as yeah. such, because. I, until I hear otherwise, I have to assume he met Bruce in the same way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and all that stuff. Until I hear otherwise, I'm going to assume it was as close to it as possible because that is what they said, not what mm -hmm. they've done, but what they said they wanted to do. They wanted to get yeah. the character back as close as it could be to what he was before. Yep. And the thing's still out there because we saw in that uh, Just League Unlimited episode, it was like, you know, Terry had been Batman for a long time at that point. Oh, yeah, about so, 15 years, roughly. Exactly. So we have a lot of time to fill here until he knows if it's going to continue on that timeline. Oh, yeah. Which it obviously isn't because we have the whole Brother Eye invasion. But, you know, going by that thing, he will not know for a while at this point. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Bruce I just don't know if they're going to. Yeah, and I, I think that maybe we'll see that in this where Bruce finds out ahead of time. He may even know already. Who knows? That is, know that is entirely possible. We don't know how long he's been. How yeah, long I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be surprised at this point if uh, Damien showed up and said, "Hey, brothers." <laughs> as, <laughs> as, I, brothers? as I said, literally anybody could be alive at this point yeah. unless we've seen them die or we've had like a coroner be like, "Yep, dead." Because Bruce yeah. might be keeping it close to the chest about this whole thing, because he obviously knows, you know, from what we've uh, done with the research and whatnot. But Damien, I could just see coming in and being all upfront about it. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to train you to be, you know, like as good as I am. If you're never going to be as good as me, but I want to make sure <laughs> that you live. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But that's what I asked you to do. I know. Thanks, and hopefully next issue. I mean, like I said, that was a six. Me and you both agreed, Mark. But as yeah. if it was, if that last page, if he would have just said. You know what? This sucks, but 
I gotta be Batman and went oh, off. No. I think I, the score would have jumped up to a yeah, jumped up think, to a seven. Yeah, mine would have been a seven as well then. Uh, but yeah, hopefully next issue it's all explained and we all love it. Uh, but we're gonna go off to our last book of this section. All right, and we have another book of yours, Erica. What do you have in store for us right now? No, I, I have the credits if that's what you want to hear. Or you want to hear that's something bigger? What I don't know. I want to hear. Oh, okay. uh, we got one woman, number 19, written by Greg Rucker with art by Liam Sharp, Laura Martin, and Jody Wynn. Well, I guess we needed a jumping on point for new readers because out of nowhere this issue, Wonder Woman's not crazy, and we get a recap about why Veronica Kale and Dr. Cyber hate our hero. About the only thing worthwhile, uh, the only worthwhile things in this issue is the fact that Cheetah still has the hunger for human flesh, and God Watch protocols apparently mean shooting Wonder Woman through the back. Yeah, there's there's not much to this issue. I it's oh. weird. I wouldn't even say it's a jumping on point really because it's not really things are explained. It's almost like maybe well, a you... jumping on point for people who are fans of Greg Rucka but stayed away from the book and then found out that well, shit's going on I, here I'm and telling get... you, the only reason I say jumping on point cuz we start out the issue with Wonder Woman still in herself, Ferdinand mm-hmm. coming in and they're like, "All right, let's get your shit cuz you're not crazy anymore. Let's get out." So the jumping on point in my mind is nobody has to deal with that crazy shit cuz we just get back yeah. to what we're doing. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. That fucking whole Dr. Cyber and Veronica this, Kale bit. This whole deal is off. There, There's Ferdinand. Yeah, he's there. She's not crazy anymore. And she's like, is it really you and all that? And I'm wondering, where's the perfect Eric? Where's the lasso? He handed it to her. He, she doesn't have it right now. Well, just, I'm telling what you, I, when I started reading this book to review it on uh, freaking Tuesday, it's like Ferdinand coming into the cell in my mind and Diana like just magically being okay. In my mind, Greg Rucka was writing himself as Ferdinand. That's Ferdinand. And when he came into the cell, he's like, hey, things are all going to be good now. And then no, they hug. Oh, my too. old friend. We're finally yeah. back to where we were. And, and of course, then I'd love to go with that route of what you're saying because then he's like, yeah. And by the way, I got some six pack. Fucking give me abs, baby. Because that, that one point, Ferdinand's there. I might be up for a party here, Eric. He's got that, that fucking, you know, trench coat deal, and he's got some goddamn abs. But yeah, really, it's just, it, we already had this, and yeah, it's okay. And if you're a long-time reader, I guess this is a touching scene. Um, but for somebody like myself, who doesn't have a lot of background with... I'm- Ferdinand and stuff. It to me, it it's kind of just like okay, let's well, get on with it. We no, get I'm it. telling you, that's why I go with the Greg Rucka bit with him being himself as Ferdinand yeah. because it's like all of a sudden it's like Diana's talking to Greg Rucka himself. Like this is what Greg Rucka feels on the inside, like what he's doing right yeah, now. Like he's serious. saving her. Because that he's it's like there to Diana's save there. her. Oh my friend, I feel yeah. I've been lost for so long. It's like hey. We're all we're all good, baby. Just come into my arms. Just come, come on over arms. here. Greg Rock is going to make everything here. okay again. The Remember gang all that cool is shit all I used here. to do when I wrote this book? It's all going to yeah. come back. Don't worry. And it's, it's weird, too, because he's like, like I said, Ferdinand's like, the gang's all here. The whole gang, Ed and Steve, his team has been watching over you, taking turns. And, oh, they are kind. I'm like, what? what's going on? And she's like, wait, where's Barbara Ann? And that's where we go off, and we do see that not only is she cheetah like we knew, she was accepting that. Uh, but the, a goddamn liar. She, no, she's a liar. And the, what throws me off, I know Veronica Kell is going to do anything to get the Themyscira and pretty much to get revenge um, on Wonder Woman and the gods in general and everything. But this is kind of going – I really like her in the God Watch story, the story I'm doing, oh, the it. older stuff, because she has been – 
you know, lied to. And she and you really got this whole manipulated Yeah, abuse. and manipulate it and you get this more of a humanized Veronica Kale who is so upset and you can say to me, Listen, you can only take so much and then you're gonna go, but really she is doing the most awful thing uh to Barbara, letting her become Cheetah again. And it's even it's weird because this is bad. But by the end, when when Wonder Woman basically says, when Diana's like, yeah, well, you know what? We all choose our fucking path. And if you're going to do that, then you're basically, to me, says, yeah, she's just a piece of shit. It really threw me off. This whole issue really upset me and threw me off in general. You know what Uh, didn't upset me, though? What? Seeing Dr. Cyber in that schoolgirl costume, that hologram, yeah, I want to see more yeah, of that. Yeah, that was okay. I, I'm telling you, I even like, actually, you say the Dr. Cyber part. I really like the part where Dr. Cyber's taunting, you know, the, our heroes, too, and really spelling out everything that this is all about. You know, you brought the fucking hell to well, us, say, Diana, I like and that, stuff too, like that. but we have just dealt with that, the Godwatch story. I'm like, yeah, it's but almost here's a the recap thing. We did whole deal thing. with it. It is a recap, but... We, we're dealing with it, and this is, to me, like, they've hinted around with it. They've said it kind of, but this is pretty much, a, a you know, pronouncing it, and to Diana saying, look, and Diana trying to react to that, and, you know, she really can't. She really can't, like, oh, that's not true. It's true. Yeah. She just is like, that's not my intentions or whatnot, because at this point, uh, Veronica has Cheetah, and they're getting the plane ready, and they're off. They're going to Themyscira here. And they said, you know, get everybody going. We're going to go. And I, the other thing is you have Greg Rucka has to make sure that we realize that Ferdinand is not a minotaur. No, no. <laughs> I'm I like, can... Jesus Christ, keep going. It, it just, all right, we're, we're we're dealing with this. And it just, I I'm never going to remember know. what the hell he is either. No, too. and, and uh, here's the, it's a kaitor. Yeah, kaitor. Uh, because he's from Kythos or, you know, Kythera. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't care. I, don't I really shit. don't. And the problem is this, uh, the lie I, I story. Imagine, I still want to call know, it the lie sudden, story. I know when I kick a goddamn gypsy in the face and she curses me because, you know, obviously I'm going to kick a gypsy in the face. Yeah, dirty. Yeah, yeah. And they're just on the street begging for money. I kick her in the face. She curses me and I become a goddamn bullheaded monster. I'm not going to go run. I'm an America tour. Yeah, I'm, I'm an not American. Doing that shit. I'm not it a just, fucking douchebag. I'm a minotaur. It's just I, I'm telling you this lies part of the story. And I'm just gonna always call this the lies and the other one the year one just to separate them anyway. I you know, even if they're gonna call it whatever. Uh this part, the lies part of the story, it's just it, it doesn't interest me that much anymore. It really doesn't. And it's just it, this I, issue especially is just more of the same. Now we even do go back to Themyscira. Uh but this is where before that they're trying to figure out what's going on. And this is where Veronica and Barbara they're going off, but then they're talking about what might have happened to uh Barbara. And this is where Wonder Woman's like Edda's all upset and Edda's like really like oh, yeah, out of nowhere. I know there was a lot of flirting and stuff like that before, but now it's like Edda thinks that Barbara is her property and just craziness, uh, you know. But she's like, they did it again. She finally got and a girlfriend this. back, and now she's fucking Cheetah again. And yeah, and that's when she just says, "Listen, she broke the curse. She had not yet healed the wounds it caused her." And that's where Edda's like, "Are are you saying that they wanted her to be Cheetah again? You know that they didn't want it, you know?" And she's like, "I don't know what was in her mind." What I do know is that we know we see ourselves is what we become. I'm like, what are you getting at? You bitch. Dude, you know I'm what telling I mean? you, all, all that shit doesn't mean anything to me because in my mind, even Greg Rucka writes the audience for Steve Trevor to be, you know, because in my mind, he's Ferdinand. Steve Trevor's the audience. Yeah. Wonder Woman's talking, you know, 
That hardly matters, Stephen. Barbara Ann is our friend, and we will not leave her to suffer a mistake, even if it's not one of her choosing. And Steve's like, no, that, that's not what I mean. We lost you, Diana, and none of us understand why. We thought you'd lost your mind. What's going on? I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. please tell. Because come on, Steve, Trevor, you yeah, are the I'm troll just saying, here. This us, whole time, Ed is crying, and Barbara's just like, ah, you know what? Whatever happens, you kind of do it yourself, and you got to, you know, sow what you, you know, reap what you sow. And yeah, it yeah. just. It's just off to me. It really is. And th- the problem is, is that this whole book can just end up almost like what we said about Mixoplick, where, yeah, Diana can act like a bitch, and then you could just pull it back. Oh, she's not herself. Because now you're throwing in that she's insane at one point yeah. as well. Like you said, Steve wants to know what that was. Eh, we don't know, and going on. And it's just, and then, I'm, that, I'm getting part, tired of it. That part just goes to her saying, yeah, like when I left them a scare with Steve, you know, I knew I couldn't go back. It's like, you've been back many times. No. Yeah. See, all of that was a lie. And it was a beautiful lie that I yeah. wanted to believe. So that's my, that doesn't really tell me what's going no, on here. No, and this is what I was talking to you before. Things. And we are on, and I know you can say, oh, they jump back and forth or whatever. No, no. We're on issue 19. And you're still going on with this nonsense. Oh, it was a beautiful lie. Oh, I, I wanted to believe. And yeah, I'm telling you, the whole thing she's saying about Barbara, it goes with herself as well, where it's like, listen, you believe what you want to have your reality being. I get it. She wanted to go back to Themyscira. She wanted to believe it was there all the time yeah, and all that. I still, I still, I told you, we were talking, laughing about it earlier. I must be a big dummy because I still can't even wrap my head around that. Like, oh, I was there, but it was a lie and whatever. I it just let's get on with it. Let's get yeah. to some fun. Hey, this is not fun Spell anymore, it out, motherfucker. Yeah, then we go to Themyscira. But is this a liar? Because it certainly could be a beautiful one. But yeah, they're they're waiting. They they think they're gonna battle. They're waiting, and this actually made me laugh only because of how awful that Odyssey of the Amazon oh, was. Yeah. Because and all I of a sudden, I kind of groaned a bit when I saw oh, yeah. these Amazons because well, I just had PTSD flashbacks. Yeah, not even just that, Odyssey. but they throw you back, and all of a sudden they start throwing names at you. And the yeah. best part, the the main thing is. I actually know most of these names. I couldn't have yeah. said, you get these. You take the word bubbles out and say, who's that? I'm not going to say, nope. oh, that's Kesha. I would not know that's that. I.O. Yeah, but at least when I hear the names, I'm like, yeah, I've heard that one before. But yeah, it's like everybody is throwing names out there because you, you would guess on the horizon they're going to have a lot of trouble. Maybe some of these women will not make it, so you have to have the, oh, my God, I.O.'s down. So now you're like, oh, I remember her, and, and oh, they no, go, but they want to talk to the Hippolyta, they're, they're all discussing whether or not Wonder Woman is still alive. They're, they're having little debates and whatever. But the main part, it seems to me, is that they want to, if, if, if Themyscira is going to go down, they're going to go down swinging and Fucking let's ass. get on with it. Um, and but it I might guess not it's, come to that because all of a yeah. sudden the, the gods in animal yeah. form, they come back and they're standing in front yeah, of that goddamn There's cursed the tree. And the patrons, the patrons are there, and those are the patrons that gave Wonder Woman her powers, and are the patrons that seem to have abandoned Themyscira at one yeah. point, and they are back. And they say, oh, you know what, now Olympus itself takes notes. But even then, everything has to be cryptic and whatnot. And up until this point, I was pretty well, well like, this, this is thing, nonsense. Though, because for the last six years that she's been in man's world, we don't know, like, understand what's been going on. Have the gods not been there this whole time? Everything she saw when she was on Olympus, everything, is that a lie? So yeah. when the gods showing up here, it's like, 
it doesn't mean anything with you just showing me these guys because I still don't understand the past yeah, six years from what you've that, given me uh, in almost 20 issues. It seemed that Castalia at one point was even saying something before and it, that the gods had abandoned them and Wonder Woman was even saying that like all oh, the gods, you know, themselves or what I don't know. But here they are. They're there. Yep. So we're supposed to be all happy. And I like that you have the god that's the turtle with the mouse on top of him. I like that a little bit there. But uh, did you even see that with your goddamn bad not, vision? I didn't even notice until you said yeah. that right now. That There's I'm the searching. turtle oh, there it is. W- with the mouse on top. Yeah, there. It's I'm, pretty hold on, funny. Let me, let me zoom in real fast. Pull my yeah. magnifying glass. Yeah, oh, really. you got to get that magnifying okay. glass. But in the meantime, then you go back to... Wonder Woman, Etta, Steve, and all of them, and they are getting they talked to. They go to Empire to, Industries. Yeah. yeah, and they're getting talked to by Dr. Cyber, who even has to spell Empire out, like, I'm a hologram, and I'm in one place, but I'm also in another. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I, yeah. I would get, understand that. But, yeah, they're just yelling back and forth about what's going on, and she basically spells out the Wonder Woman, like, we're I'm doing this, and we're doing this. Because of all the shit that you have brought to our world. You, you brought the damn gods down on us. And basically shows nonsense. all of it. Yeah, it's horrific. The stuff that has happened, whether or not no it's... Face. Yeah, whether or yeah, no face. Whether, and burn victim. Whether sure. or not it's uh, all because of Wonder Woman. but And even some, like the whole thing, aside from murdering me... Yeah, that was not Wonder Woman that did that. No. It was it was the twins, was, but still... still the gods. It wouldn't sure. have happened if Wonder Woman was And a fucking there, chimera. So. Yeah, yeah. So there, which again, I guess you could that. put the whole fucking gods thing. Yeah, it's all it all nothing. Yeah. It's one of those. These all nothing would have happened like this if she wouldn't have come to Man's World. But mm-hmm. so she, they're just gonna blame her. Uh, in the meantime, she's taunting them, saying all this stuff, and Ferdinand just freaking breaks the uh, the monitor and the computer. And it's funny too because they're like, you realize that was a computer program that didn't kill her. And I'm thinking that Ferdinand's like. What what am computer? Like he just bashes it. Take that woman. But yeah, they they say that, but they're like, hey, we gotta go. But that's when they see Sasha. Well, even and- with this whole thing, is that I wanted to stop for a second because there's a there's a downgrade in the art this issue that I don't know what if it, he had the rush to a conclusion because what I usually get from William Sharp is some of the best goddamn yeah, artwork yeah. you get at DC Comics. And as I was reading this, I'm like. We're getting this whole thing where it's, we just have panels laid out that mean nothing as, you know, Dr. Cyber is laying out what, Wonder, why Wonder yeah. Woman is so bad to them. I'm like, all right, there's Etta and Ferdinand just for one panel just standing there for no reason. And yeah. I'm like, it is so weird to me, especially when we get outside after we leave Dr. Cyber. That yeah, is- and I don't know. Maybe it was one of those things that during this time they had an editorial change where they had to change some of the script and they had to kind of rush to get some of the art because even the big panel, the big thing – the big hit would have been that, aside from destroying our lives, aside from murdering me, where you see all the damage that her, you know, being there has done, it's yeah. a little off. It, it really is. For what his art usually is, it is a little bit off. Especially like you have that uh, computer head that was the Cyberwalker program right. there that you. It, it looks kind of goofy. It really does. It, it is a little off. I, I, I agree with you. So I don't know. Like, if I don't know if he's those. trying to pull a different style for this flashback to the other fucking book or what. Yeah, it I just don't know. does not look up to par for what we yeah. got. And then I'm telling you, once we find, you know, after they break down Dr. Cyber, they look around, they find the body of Sasha Bordeaux. Like, oh, good. Sasha's still alive. They must have kept her alive to create a replicant. You know, what we saw before was a robot working for Veronica yeah. Kale yep. instead of, you know, and goes against Etta Candy and all that shit. So the team split up because they have to get Sasha some medical attention. So yeah. Fer- Ferdinand and Etta, they leave with Sasha. And as soon as we get outside of Empire in- uh, Enterprises, 
the artwork in my mind goes down completely. Yeah. Like when when the sniper starts shooting, and we have this freaking thing where Bar- uh, Wonder Woman is just, like, looks like Blackjack the bullets. too, doesn't it? From the Aquaman book. That oh yeah, black- definitely. Like, hey, when, Blackjack's there. But like, uh, she starts deflecting the bullets. There's no background, and no. then out of nowhere. It is her flying into yeah, a Yeah, I didn't like, understand. I was actually very confused events? there. And uh, even before, it was funny because the progression in this issue there, and not just the art, but just the storytelling, I would blame more. Uh, there's some issues because even if I would go from the progression of this, it looks like Ferdinand just smashes that computer and then suddenly it looks like possibly Sasha was in a thing, a case underneath, because there really isn't any progression. They smashed the computer. Steve says, hey, she was a computer program. That didn't kill her. And then Ed is like, it sure as hell shut her up. And then they go, time to go. And then fucking Ed goes, wait, wait there's second. something. My God. It's like, what was she in a case underneath the computers? It really is odd to me, that progression. And like you said, that I kind of chuckle that, yeah. but when you go and Wonder Woman is getting attacked by the sniper, you see a van pull up, and Wonder Woman is deflecting the uh, the bullet. She says up. it is sitting there, fucking stationary, yeah. and, and she like, says, "Well, it looks like it's turning, and that is a street." So I'm guessing that it is turning the corner. But she yells, "You know, uh, Steve yells, Diana, it's Maru," and she yells behind me, and then out of nowhere, she just zooms and hits this truck. And then opens it and says, that was foolish, as well as rather pointless. And there's more. But I'm like, what, what just what happened? happened? What happened? Like, why did she want to go? I know that that must be Steve yelling about that van. It's Maru. And, and I, she thought, she meant the, me. and I like, thought he meant the sniper. Yeah, I, I just, I, it's very confusing. But I think he sees the van. Somehow he thinks it's her or knows it's her. Diana goes, smashes the van for, you know. Why not just open the door? But opens yeah. the door and it looks like it was all a, uh, you know, a distraction to get Wonder Woman over there, and then she gets shot. The hell of a distraction! Colonel Maru looks fucked yeah, I know. up. Yeah, no, she looks goddamn fucked up. But yeah, she actually has a little bit of a smile on her face, so I'm assuming this was the. But what plan is that? Pull up in a van. Uh, somehow Steve will know it's you. Uh, even though Wonder Woman is getting shot, she's going to be distracted because obviously, like you said, she can't think that the shots are coming from that that van. No. So she she must just complete. What does she think the the sniper's out of bullets? She well, actually I, just turns look, her too, back on it. I'm saying when you look too, and she looks like she flies and hits the van. I'm guessing those are also bullets chasing her. So the the fucking sniper has not stopped firing. Yeah, actually, it looks like. I yeah yeah because it does. I would have actually have not thought that, but now that you look, when she's deflecting the bullets, it has the same contrast yeah. as it is. So yeah, the bullets are going, and she just goes. That was rather foolish and rather pointless. Ah! <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah, turn your back on people. I guess, yeah. I guess that bulletproof thing. I, I guess that was a lie too of the new yeah, fifty two. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, the thing shot. is, like, I don't know if that's God protocols where they have fucking bullets that, that can take down a demigod or whatever. She, you know, like some powerful. It's like that crazy bullet. Bu- it's like that crazy shit when the Finches ended the run. Remember yeah. when they had that shit when she got shot? Hey, it's nonsense. But yeah, this whole issue to me was pretty much nonsense. I I really didn't have any fun. I was confused at the end. Uh, she kind of crumples down, and Steve comes up. Diana, Diana. In the meantime, there is still a sniper out and about. Steve, watch out, because you're going to get shot, too. He's going to get shot in the back of his head. They ain't going to wait God bullets on him. Really, why isn't he? I know, I understand Diana's down, but there's also a sniper. And where did the van go? 
It looked like if she got shot, she would have fallen into that van the way it was. Now she's just laying in the street. Did the van leave? What's it going seems, on? I'm telling you, after we leave uh, Empire Industries, everything seems very yeah. rushed to get yeah, to a goddamn conclusion in the it art. It does. It really does. And it's throwing me off. And I, I am going into a downward spiral with this book where I'm just not enjoying this lies part of no. the, the present day stuff at all. Like, Jim, um, I have a roller coaster ride of emotions going on because when this series started, I did not like it. And then it took me a little bit and then I got into yeah, it. Yeah, you got into now, it. Now I'm going back away from it. I'm like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I am too. But I'm really, I'm really enjoying the earlier well. part, the stuff that I'm reviewing. That's the best bit. Um, but the problem is, is eventually these books will catch up and we're going to be going to this modern day stuff. Not that it will be this story. We'll be beyond this. Yeah. But I just – I just want to know, like, what is Greg Rucka's end game, and how is this book going to be when they do merge? Uh, because I'm not enjoying this present day stuff, and he doesn't well, seem like he wants to have any it, fucking don't know fun. What's going on. I just imagine him sitting there writing this book, and he's like, "Okay, uh, I'm going to start this up. Uh, you know what? A lot of people would like to have fun with Diana, but you know what? Fuck them." Let, yeah. Let's write this story that confuses them, and I'm not going to give them any info. We're we're only on issue 19. I mean, that's not that far in. Well, I'm going to go until at least issue number 175, and that'll be a, a milestone, bitches. And then I'm going to tell them what's going on. I just want to know. I just want to get on with it. I, I, I want to have some the, fun. I know the writers have changed up their like the way they write the stories because of the freaking shipping twice yeah, a month. Yeah, they have. Yes. Could you imagine if this was a monthly title? We're almost huh. two years in. Yeah, it'd be two years in for this with nothing. With nothing. But yeah, you're right. They have changed up a little bit of the story. Maybe we would have been a little further. Hey. But uh, yeah, it's funny because you say that, and then I, I, I'm just paging through like I always do. I, we have these books digitally, and I just fucking scroll back and forth when I get angry at the end. And I go from this, and right as you're saying that, the ad for the uh, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern course, <laughs> the next one, I'm like thinking, what the fuck would that book be like, too? I mean, there's a lot of these books where you're like, God damn it, we're 19 issues in, or you know, whatever the, the number may be and it just seems like nothing has happened and this book is really starting to feel that way and i don't know i just maybe uh maybe we get done this story and maybe somebody else it'll be time for them to jump on and we can have some fun because i'm not having fun that's the thing that i, I don't like know greg have. ruck has got the reins down i don't think he's gonna let go as long as I he can i know i know i know what did you give it her Johnny, I want to like I might be a little bit high on this for how much we complained about it, but the thing is, even though I thought the Ian Sharp's fucking oh Ian Liam Sharp's art yeah. was a little Ian off Bain. issue, Ian Bain, even though I thought his art was a little off from what we've gotten throughout this entire series, it's still Liam Sharp art, and for the most part, yeah. it's fucking amazing. Yeah, like story, I said, that it's it's one of those things where they say like, boy. You know, if I'd take a, a down issue from Liam Sharp over a big issue or a good issue from other people, and yeah. I agree. And the thing is, like, you know, there is a lot of recap here. She's not like Wonder Woman out of nowhere, just not crazy anymore. That's very irksome to me, but I still gave it a 6.2 out of 10. And I'd go 6.8. I, I do. The art at points is really good. And, it, you know, you're like, okay. And it's one of those weird things where. You almost are spoiled to the point where you get to this part of the story, this present day stuff, 
And Liam Sharp, you just expect it to look stellar. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. So when it does look a little down, like you said, it, it throws you off a bit. Like, and even the beginning looks great. I mean, at points, it looks really good. And then it does take a downturn. I don't know if the story was changed or whatever, but it's not just the art. It's that second part, especially that ending. Oh, yeah. It's just, it seems Everything very rushed. Off. And yeah. it's just off. It's like almost like, okay, we just have to get to the point where Diana gets shot. Uh, just get there any way you can, and, and people just go buy it. But yeah, I, I thought that this issue was way off. And I don't know. There's certain books that when we have a down week, you want to try to, you know, hang your hat on a book that you know is going to be good. Yeah. And. At one point, Wonder Woman was this that was my book, darling. and it's not anymore. And so at, when I did my books, and I like my books more than I like yours, but at points, I would even be like, okay, we're getting ready for this podcast. I got this book, this book, but at least we have Wonder Woman. That, that'll be cool, and that's, that's no longer a thing anymore. I'm like, oh, here we go, and it starts off, like you said, with her just not being crazy and not explained, and a continuation from last issue where – she wasn't crazy, and it's not explained, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a little down, but we're going to go off now to some mail. Maybe that will cheer us up. A little mail. Hopefully. Mail is always there to cheer us up, Eric. Is that what it's there for? No. It's there for okay. us to read. But it might cheer us. So when I'm talking to my wife and shaming people who are lame, I always mention Eric Shea. Some people like to hear the news. Some people love all the reviews. The thing that I look forward to. It's mail, it's mail, it's mail. Mail with Jim. Mail with Jim. All the nonsense we think of, stories of the things we do, everything that we send in, we love that it's going to mail with Jim. With Jim, with Jim, with Jim, mail with Jim. With Jim, with Jim, with Jim, there with Jim. All right, it is mail section number three. We're going to jump right into that with J Man from San Mateo who says, Hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J Man? Given my newfound distaste for all things Superman related, my lack of interest in Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman, which doesn't seem to be getting to uh, the point very well, I've updated my $25 monthly pool list. So here it goes in order of least favorite to most favorite ongoing. Six, All-Star Batman. Oh, Snyder. 
After having one of the top three best runs on Batman ever for a writer, he give us a scattered mess of a book. Is there really any point to the backup story? I still don't know what the hell Duke is if he's not a Robin. If John Romita Jr. returns this book anytime soon, it is getting dropped from my pull list for good. So why is it still on my pull list? I have some semblance of hope that a small snippet of this series will fold into time to or lead up to the mysterious summer project that Snyder and Capullo will be working on. Number five, Red Hood and the Elmwells. I love the art and I love the characterizations along with the mix of characters. The thing that worries me about this series are sales and the feeling that Liddell doesn't really know where he's taking the story. Fortunately, I don't see the series getting past issue 11 or 12. Ooh-wee. Wow. Number four, Batwoman. I love the art, but I'm getting a Velvet vibe from this series, which is a good and bad thing. I love the first arc in Velvet, but eventually became bored with it. Ironically, Steve Epting did the art for both books, but I think that's just coincidence. I kind of miss the In Gotham supernatural vibe I got from the J.H. Williams and Hayden Blackman series, and you got to love the panel layouts for that series. This is definitely a wait-and-see series for me. I'm with you. And that, now that he says that, I actually would think that it would be a cool thing for her to go a little supernatural with that book. Uh, she did do that. Like you said, that was kind of the thing uh, that was going well, on the throughout the whole run was kind of, yeah, exactly, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying, the entire deal. And that is missing from a lot of the books. It might have been something to steer it a little clear. Even with the Monster Men tie-in, you could go a little supernatural with that you as well. You can kind of even say a bit supernatural just because, you know, it is science and chemicals yeah. and shit like that. They are monsters. Though, yeah, so but if you would go into the whole deal, yeah, I, I hope that maybe it will go that round. I didn't even think of that, but that would be a good idea, Jamin. Number three, Detective Comics. Since all the other team books are lackluster, in my opinion, Justice League, Justice League America, Green Lantern Corps as a team, this is my go-to DC uh, team book. The art has been good to great. The storylines and addition of characters are getting better. The only thing I dislike about this book is how it seems to marginalize Batman, put him on the second team roster when he should be the team star player, or co-captain along with Batwoman. And everybody just doesn't like him getting his ass kicked. Right? Number two, Super like Sons. No. Super Sons. Damian Wayne is such a dick, and I love it. I love the pairing with Jonathan. The art is really good. I just hope they don't fold in any of the Super Sons storyline in the ongoing shitty Superman in Action Comics event. Just let the readers know the events of this book happened a couple of months before whatever is going on with Superman in action. Number one, Batman. This series overall is awesome art-wise and story-wise. With the exception of I Am Suicide, this has been one stalwart DC series that never lets me down issue to issue. And he said, that's it for now. Keep up the good work and see you in 7, J-Man from San Mateo. J-Man from Thank San you, Mateo. J-Man. Thank you, J-Man. And I agree pretty much with all of what you said. Uh, the next Email is from Brett, and Brett has sent in a theme song, or at least an intro for his mailer. He he's got. Right. I could see Brett walking around town with a boombox that just blares out uh, his theme songs as he walks by. But here is his theme. And okay. now it's time for getting to know Jim and Eric with your host, Killer B. Killer B. Eric, and he says, "What's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew? Can I get a?" And he wants a sound effect. Now i got to pull that up again. And he wants this one here. Hello, motherfucker. I always like that one as well. Uh, it's now it time for Getting to Know Jim and Eric, brought to you by Killer B. Number one, if you were to have a three-way with one male DC character and your girlfriend's spouse, who would it be and why? Um, I would say uh, Dick Grayson, just because he's sexy, Eric. How about you? See, I don't, I don't want to be done up like, you know, uh, so like a... Uh... 
I don't know, Dick Grayson, he's too good of a lover to fucking have me next to him. I don't want to be showing up. No, uh, I don't know. The women don't seem to stay with him. There's got to be a reason. No, he leaves them, Jim. Ooh. He moves so on. So what you're next. saying is you'd pick Damien or John. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you would go. John is your no, guy, right? Fucking Kent Nelson. Kent Nelson. Kent Nelson. The, the, no hairy, the harried up Kent Nelson this week, that one? No, the heavy set freaking not Everyone is just an old man. Just the old man, Kent Nelson. Not Brenda from the uh, Blue Beetle book? Oh, he said said a man. Uh, Here's the thing. When I look at her, I I can't decide. Boom. Number two, Eric, I imagine that you wore Jenko jeans. Am I right? Of course. Yes. Follow-up question for you. I still have a pair of Jenko jeans. Really? Follow-up question for you both. Do you remember what Jenko stands for? Uh, that's the problem. You remember. I never knew, and I don't care to know, and I think they're the most ridiculous fucking-looking piece of clothing ever. Fucking nonsense. You, you sit there and yell about fucking wrong turn because he's walking around with fucking his pants falling off. That's all Jenko jeans look to me. It's just these baggy-ass fucking jeans. I don't, I, I don't even want... Do you know what it stands for? No, I have no idea. And I'm not even going to read it. it. It infuriates me so much about these fucking jeans. It actually is judge none, choose one. Fuck okay. that. Fuck they that. They know basketball shorts. That's it's short. no for us, by us, the FUBU. <laughs> Number three, be careful with this question before you answer. There are some hardcore Disney World peeps in the uh, Get Fresh Crew. Have either of you been to Disney World? And nope. so, favorite ride, favorite park, favorite food. I went when I was a kid. I barely remember it. I went one time. I think I was six, seven. I We went on, uh, what's that fucking ride? What's the big one? Splash Mountain? No, the other one, the Space Mountain. Space oh, I went on that a couple of times. No, I've never not. gone. No, I was not impressed. One of my biggest uh, disappointments in life. Always yeah, wanted to go, never did. Oh, you still can. I'm never yeah, going to go back again. I'm I can't afford go. that. Uh, what is the name of the prostitute who, who Grant, with Hugh Grant got caught with? Was it Eric Shea? Maybe. It I don't Divine. remember. It was Divine Brown. Okay. Uh, name any video game that you personally feel you could destroy anyone on. Eric cannot save the damn Star Wars game in the which fuck? he had a crowd standing around him and ruin any chance dating the girl he was with. I'm looking for at least two-player versus game, uh, but you can be creative. It's a one-player game that comes to mind. Maybe think about it in terms of a game you feel you could no longer be anyone else. It's a two-player game arcade, did he say, or just video game? I don't video have game, any. I, think. I just like one-player games. I play a lot of role-playing games, so there's none. <laughs> this is not going very well for me. There, I don't have one video game that I could say I'd play two-player and even get close to beating anybody in. It, can you beat somebody in Final Golden Fantasy Eye VII? What? GoldenEye multiplayer. Okay. You are cutting up so bad today. It's that freaking sucks. awful. I heard GoldenEye hit b- b- player. The GoldenEye multiplayer. I could yeah. kick anybody's ass in that back in the day. Yeah, I uh, I would not. I don't really have one. We were playing some old school stuff, even Tetris Attack. We were playing on the SNES oh, cool. and the SNES, and I was losing, and I used to be good at that. But uh, six, for the younger generation, what did Lorena Bobbitt do to her husband? It is John Wayne Bobbitt? Yeah, cut off his penis. Uh, number seven, true or false? If Tim Burton continued to do Batman movies, his choice for Robin was Damon Wayne's, and that is? False. False, because you know who it is. It's Robin Williams. It was. He says Robin. 
Oh, I Mar- thought you said Riddle. I'm sorry, it's Marlon no, Wayans. Marlon Wayans. Rob Williams, I'm like, that's I, I, crazy, I, I really thought he said Riddler for some Number reason. Number eight, choose wisely. You would gain any super ability of your choice for one hour at a time, but in order to get that power for only one hour, you would have to watch old videos of your parents having sex for ten minutes. Your power would only emerge after ten viewing minutes, and if it took them one minute to have sex, you would have to watch it on a loop for ten minutes to complete the power ceremony. Would you do it? If so... Well, would your ability be? I wouldn't do it, so I'm not even going to go into that. Would you do that? Am I allowed to jerk off? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I could, I could have a, I have a big imagination. I could pretend it's not them and still get off. Yeah. But no, I, I'd probably uh, face through walls or invisibility. Okay. Well, we'll move on because I would not want to yeah. watch my mom. I'm and telling you, I, I would, I would fly. Guy. I would say yeah. fly, but with that hour time limit, I'd be afraid I'd be doing it and forget the time and just That's drop true. out of the sky. Name the toy in Home Alone 2 that Kevin used to help stop the bellhops. Bellhops, huh? I have no idea. Talk Boy. Oh, that's right. The freaking, uh, was it the Talk Boy? Is that what it was called? Because my buddies, uh, Dave and John had that growing up, and we, oh, everybody always wanted one just because of Home Alone 2. Yeah, yeah. That was, I don't even know what that's from. I don't even remember that scene. That, that's I the really little thing don't. where he had, it was a little tape recorder with a microphone on it that he had. Oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 10, your opinion or a possible factual DC villain with the largest cock and DC villain with the smallest cock? Wow. That, that, <clears throat> I don't know what to do with this. Uh, I don't know. I don't nope. know. Nope. Number 11, which is better in Quaker Town, Giovanni's Pizza or Frank's Pizza? Uh, what should we get there? Frank's. I would say I don't like Frank's Pizza, but if I went to Frank's, I'd get a uh, cheesesteak. Uh, Giovanni's, I don't mind their pizza. I just get pizza. I've never gotten anything in Giovanni's except pizza. So, uh, you get your Frank's all the time. Uh, what would you get at Frank's? Extra sauce, extra cheese. Okay. Other than Jim seeing Eric almost daily, have either of you ever physically met any Get Fresh crew member? The answer is no. Nope. No, no, no. Eric, uh, give me your opinion from what you know about Jim, the DC superhero you could possibly play in a live action movie and Jim the reverse. Damian Wayne. Yeah. No, thanks. You are, uh, <laughs> you would be elongated, man. Eric. That's right, I would. There you go. In your opinion, is bacon or cheese considered a condiment? No. No. No, that's just an addition. That's not a condiment. Personally, I say yes. By definition, a condiment is a spice sauce or preparation that's and added to food to impart a particular flavor to enhance its flavor in some cultures. Complement dish, thus making both cheese and bacon condiments. Hey, Jim. What? You know a condiment I like on a hamburger that makes it better? Lettuce? The burger. The burger. <laughs> the burger. Uh, you know what I always add to my burgers that my special secret ingredient? Salt. Last game yeah. for Eric Stray. Real or fake race car driver name is Horatio Gearbox or Caca Bueno, which is the real name? Caca Bueno. You're right. He races in Brazil. Podium finish or possum born? Podium finish. Nope, possum born. New Zealand. Ford Sierra or Lake Speed? Lake Speed. Lake Speed is. He was on the spam driving team. Dick Seaman or Wheels Allen? Dick Seaman. Dick Seaman. Dick Passwater or Go Cartwright? 
Dick Passwater. You are correct. And that is the end of getting to know Jim and Eric. Uh, I didn't have a lot of answers for some of those. So the next one is Dalton. There are a lot of answers to some of those. Dalton says, hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Chris, and the rest of the fine folks of the Get Fresh crew. First off, I just want to say how awesome everyone in the Get Fresh crew is for being a fairly new listener to the podcast. I was pretty surprised when I was brought in the Get Fresh crew in the Slack chat just by how friendly everyone is. Comic nerds have the connotation of being snobby and elitist. One reason I was intimidated about getting into comics last year. It is true, but that is not the case of the Get Fresh crew. Do you think that one of the biggest reasons or one of a big reason of people now, more people are into comics, is that you can get things digitally or sent to you so you don't have to go into the goddamn comic book store where people are assholes to you? Because that's a pretty good idea, but I think a lot of people still want to buy the physical copy. I know they do, but you can get it from, you know, those DCBY. And we hear a lot of guys that we talk about, they get those discounts and get them sent in the mail. Right now, as we speak, I am sure Trevitt is opening a box of a thousand traits right now that he gets in the mail. <laughs> Every two seconds. That guy, he is keeping UPS in service. Uh, having a community like this uh, seriously amplified my love of comics and this podcast. I love what you guys do. I am and always have been a huge Superman fan. I'll tell you, if someone said to me, is that your boy? I would say, fuck yeah, yes, and proudly take that beat. You wouldn't do like I am, like, huh? That's all I did. What? And then take your beating. And I took my beating. So not surprisingly, I enjoyed the Superman Reborn arc a lot more than some other people, though I might be biased. While not every bit of dialogue was perfect, I'm pretty forgiving because I enjoyed reading the books. I'll say, we already talked about it. Uh, I like where it ended up. I just thought some of the answers were just kind of band-aids. Yeah. I was a little put off at first when I discovered Human Clark was mixy, but after getting through the four books, I've changed my mind. You know what I like, too? Uh... People have just gone with Mixie, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody wants Every, to say Mixoplex or whatever. No. I just almost coughed. I almost just threw up in my mouth. Mixie is not the most compelling character, but I ended up really enjoying reading his comments about realities where they're all just pictures in a coloring book. But you, I know, thought, you, know, you know what it is I just realized? It's not that they don't want to say it. They don't want to spell it out. Yeah, they don't want to spell it out. I honestly, well, not just spell it out, but nobody wants to say it either. I honestly don't know... Who else they can abuse for Human Clark's secret identity that would have made any kind of sense? Maybe Clayface, and he says that's a joke, Jim. See, he knows. I still that's think it could have been song. a human clone from Geneticron, and they could have exactly, had some. Exactly, that would have made sense. They would have had, could have had some other crazy things being involved and things like that. Uh, but to me, a humanized clone that was with the memories that they would have known of Clark would have made complete sense to me. Once he, and even to the point where somehow it was programmed for him to have a reality, one set reality. And when that reality went different, where he saw himself, the the Superman, pre-Flashpoint Superman, number one, that would have thrown him off. Like, no, no, this doesn't make sense. And when he saw Lois and that, that completely fried his brain, he went berserk. There you go. Boom. Boom. Boom, Wallace. And I really started to feel bad for him when he talked about being forgotten in this nowhere place. And there's another thing, is they didn't do that well enough. Like, I really wanted to feel bad for him, but he'd already done such crazy shit that I couldn't feel bad for him. I mean, they had turned him into a quote-unquote wild card, into a straight-up villain that I thought was misplaced. I really did. Uh, But maybe you guys have some better ideas for who else they could have convincingly used, but it totally worked for me. If it works for you, that's fine. That's fine. And we, we really, if it was a Geneticron clone, and we, we'd probably be 
Well, I guess we wouldn't be the same exact space. But then again, we could have been. We could still be. I just want to know Mixie's connection to fucking Geneticron and why this makes this whole thing. Well, it's just that that Geneticron, yeah. And the Geneticron. And also, there's just the things that I had problem with are he gave himself the whammy so that even when they scanned his brain, they thought he was the he was Clark Kent. You could not tell the difference. But yet he still ate candy because that's what Mixelplick yeah. likes. That's, all that was was fucking, a tell. You know, do a yeah. Apartment. yeah, he transported. And yeah, and even when the point where he's in a dead zone room of Mr. Oz's, he's floating on a fucking cloud and drawing fucking pictures in the air. And then, and then says his name backwards to get out of there. No, this was a dead zone. Doesn't make sense. Nope. Mixie really wasn't the main point of the arc, though. And that's the thing. I, I do think that there was a little too much focus on Mixie. Uh, I saw him as a means for DC to talk directly to our fans and tell them we know there are a lot of holes in continuity and we're working to fix them. That, and if you're going to do that, that's fine. That, in that fixing is, it, though, they added some more holes. Well, and that's, um, I was just going to say that's a, a decent enough theory. The problem is that's as much as me saying, you know what, we have some holes deal with them magic like brandon said earlier magic uh that really seemed to be the biggest reason behind mixie his ability to use other realities really showed that and they brought back a legacy character one of the main purposes a rebirth two birds one stone eric the main point of the whore was to show that there wasn't two separate supermans that they were actually one split into two again if you're reading the new 52 this throws you off because if that one was the red powered superman you know the red superman he didn't really have those powers but i thought having the two supermans supermans merge back into one was a good way to honor the new 52 while still keeping our pre-flashpoint soups i I don't mind that i actually like i said earlier i said i don't mind where it ended up i just the explanation you might as well just had them all wake up and say oh my god i remember everything uh who am i who i am pretty sure we all like better and i really dug uh, the new suit. Uh, yeah, the yeah, pre-Flashpoint like Superman, I did like better. You know why? Because of his family and the way he was a family man. And he had John. That's why. Not just, he hasn't done that much for me to no. say, you know what? He's so, everything he's done that I like was being with basically John, but also Lois. So you do continue that. I saw a lot of people bitching that we didn't get enough answers in this arc, like what's up with Oz and whatnot, and that's kind of silly. Rebirth is a universe-spanning event, so I never expect the Superman book to give us all the answers. We still have many months and many books to go. Rebirth is a long burden. I personally am enjoying the journey. I'll agree with that as well. You're, you're not going to get more answers right away. Speaking of which, this week's issue flashed a big reveal at the end. When they released the first promo picture for Dark Days, I immediately thought that it looked like Thomas Wayne Batman from Flashpoint. So it was really cool to see. I was on to something. However, I did think Thawne's dialogue about teaching his son a lesson was a bit hokey. Also, I was a little curious about how Flash could run around with Boomerang tied to his wrist. <laughs> we talk know. about that. Wouldn't the friction of the super speed fuck up Boomerang? I know the speed force protects speedsters from most things, but I don't think that should extend the people literally being dragged at super speed. It didn't help those guys that fucking Godspeed. August Hart was dragging around around town. Remember when he was doing that and oh, killing God, that people? Brutal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've read a flash story where someone was killed by being dragged at super speed. But hey, continuity is a pretzel. May, he may be thinking about that, uh, August Hart. So I guess the simple answer is don't worry about it. In summary, I always, I always have and always will love Superman. 
he was always been hands down my favorite superhero. While Reborn didn't give us all the answers, it wrapped up the Superman situation in a way I enjoyed reading. Like you guys say, there's no such thing as a perfect book, but I had fun reading this arc. I got the message DC was giving us through Mixie's mouth, and it began the process of wrapping up what Rebirth started. With the button, Dark Days coming, the answers we've been dying for these last uh, year are finally on their way. I am interested to see how the Superman book goes moving forward, and I'm curious to see what effect the merging of Superman's New 52 and pre-Flashpoint continuities has on the rest of the DC Universe. Overall, I give the Rebirth arc an 8.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed it, and it got me pumped up for some answers and some awesome stories to come. Keep doing what you guys do, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I may even, because of the ending, and, and I am a little more optimistic going forward, and I'm excited. Not excited. I'm, I'm eager to see what's going. I might go as high as a 7 for the 6. total arc, but it'll arc. probably be somewhere around there. That's, your 6. your 6.5 is usually my 7 anyway, so we're, sure. we're about even. We are about even, but that is the end of mail section number 3, and we'll get back to some books. So close, no matter how far Ginger views come straight from the heart Forever trust in Warner's words Cause Ginger views matter Jim never opens himself this way to his wife or his family Let's not forget Eric Shane Cause his reviews matter Trust I seek and I find in him Twelve hours a week we get jammed Mind for a fuck you five Cause Jim's reviews matter How drunk is Eric Shane? Segregation Reggie Segregation Reggie Pants have I was waiting for cool. it that time. That one just ends, Reggie. And we're here with Reggie. Hi, Reggie. Hi, Hello. Reggie. Hi. How's it going? Hello, love. I gotta give it up to doing? Dancing Mike doing his own harmonies. He's like the modern yes. day. Pre- I think he took over for Prince, right? He is, Prince is the gone. modern day Prince. Uh, who yeah. is the revolution then? Because I like Prince when he was with the revolution. You're the uh, revolution. It's it's got to be the ice ostriches, no? Something like that, that. That is true. The 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 ice, ice giraffes. giraffes will back him up. Yeah, no the what. ice giraffes will back him up indeed. Uh, but yeah, it is time for uh, Reginald Drinkwater to join us, which means he's brought his books. And I know, I think it was last week, whatever, your books had had a bit of an upswing. That ends well, I, tonight. I, I, I had two, and yeah. one of them didn't suck. So it almost yeah. seemed like I had so an amazing week. Good, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I love that week back uh, because uh, you have four this week. I actually, it was the low man on the totem pole this week with three books, which I was sitting pretty. As I always do, says Plus Eric Shea. Patrol, I'd like to remind everyone. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. So you you had a bunch. Uh, but I, I guess I hope Doom Patrol was good, Reggie, because your other books, not so great. Now, uh, 
me and Erica had a little bit of a discussion beforehand. One of the books I thought was okay, which it's easy to guess with with your lineup, but pretty much I don't know. Go with you. You got some songs for us, Reggie. I'm expecting I do, I, some I got songs. Some lovely songs for you. So I, we're I gonna talk. Think- <laughs> First about uh, Hal Jordan and the Green yes. Lantern Corps, number 17, written by Robert Vendetti, art by Ethan Van Skyver and Jason Wright. White Lantern lands on Mogo, says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a hope opportunity. I want a blue lantern. Don't want to end up a janitor cleaning Mogo sewer system. Ring slinger, ring slinger. Guy in the infirmary feeling sorry beating down. Our kilo, Mr. Rainer, Mr. Rainer, mm. we've got a job for you. And if you fail, then Green Lantern Corps is your plan B. I can be your reservoir. You can be my river Nile. <laughs> I can call you Ganthit. And Ganthit, when you call me, you can call me Kyle. You can call me Kyle. Hi, Kyle. I was trying to join in. I was trying to join in with the little home. home. (laughs) I was imagining uh, that Jim was Chevy Chase. Yeah, I was was Chevy Chase. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was uh, actually at the point. That was at the point where I liked Chevy. You were the young Eric watching at home. Yes. As I was. Yes. I'm I'm actually shocked that I wasn't the short Paul Simon, but that that's fine. You know, you, you didn't go with the short. I gave it to you. Yes. Well, here we go. This is Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. And uh, I just gotta say, is this the book though that you think was of all my books, this was the best one. This right? was Am the I best right? one. This okay. was the best one. Uh I think Eric's gonna have a little more issues uh than I do with it. Uh, I don't think it was perfect. Uh, it kind of got me no. angry at points, but I didn't mind it I as actually, much. Like, I actually graded it a little bit higher because, I mean, I'm not really giving a lot away. On the cover, you can see Kyle is a Green Lantern again, yeah, Kyle Rain. Yeah. Which is and weird, you, too. It's weird because next, the next yes. issue's cover, he's a White Lantern. Yeah, that and, it is actually, weird. Actually, the, uh, the solicit, I mean, the uh, the variant, he was a White Lantern. Although that, yeah. that doesn't mean a ton, but, you know, you know obviously. No, but at least here's the thing. The variant, he's actually, it is a direct lifted scene from yeah, the book. Yeah. He's actually yeah. with St. Walker, so that actually is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Eric pointed out that the ad for the next arc, which actually our man V. Ken Marion is doing the art, uh, yeah. he is on yes. the cover, a white lantern. I just think because obviously the covers come out uh, when they do the Reggie. solicit, I just think they didn't want to spoil it ahead of time. I, I just think it's plainly yeah. that. But. Maybe, uh, yeah. We start off and we find out that uh, Ky- or, uh, Guy Gardner and Arkillo are both alive. I was oh, shocked. Imagine that. <laughs> I'd yeah, be they were shocked. Just, just flat out alive, though. You know, I mean, like when we left the last issue with Guy Gardner, it was like fucking. I think he was he was literally dead or clinging to like the yeah. last vestiges of life. Yes. In this issue, he just looks beat up. He's walking around. He's like, you know, yeah. it's all. He's gonna take a little while. Honestly, rock. it took me. It really took me by surprise because we see him beat up in the beginning of this, like really bad beat up. He's got a broken arm. He's all dinged up and shit like that. And like when we see at the end, though, he's walking around. He even goes to our killer. So I'm like, the fuck you doing up and about? You got yeah, the shit yeah. kicked out of you. Yeah, he he looks pretty bad. But in the meantime, when they take it's our killer in, walking off, Eric. You know, you're yeah, that's what you do. nobody. This is why my guy, grandfather was always yelling. Here's the thing, though. Guy is not a guy who's gonna stay home from work because his shoulder hurts eric that's a pussy you know what i mean he he doesn't just stay home from work because his goddamn shoulder hurts jim Jim, you gotta understand something i actually don't have a shoulder problem (laughs) i I thought you were gonna say 
I actually don't have a shoulder. I thought so, uh, too. That would have been awesome. Now, it, it starts out Narkillo's being brought in, and I, I actually like this because later on in the issue, Guy even guy even spells it out like basically, hey, I fought Arkillo because that's prison rules. Then he kind of goes and sees Arkillo. But I like at the beginning where it actually kind of sheds light on what it might mean as well. Because when they're going to bring Arkillo or they haven't brought him in exactly yet, the, the rest of the Yellow Lanterns that aren't agreeing that are in the science cells are basically like, wait till, our, wait till Arkillo gets here. He's going to yeah. come. He's going to break us out. He's the biggest, baddest motherfucker you've ever seen. He's going to. He's our savior. It's almost to me. It's almost like they're almost like Mixelplick in the the cell with Mister Eyes. Like they are just waiting until he shows yeah. up, and then when he shows up, he's on a slab, almost dead. And I think it is one of those things that it's oh, going to yeah. be they, the they rest of them are like purpose. yes. Yeah. And I think yeah, and I think that that's pretty cool uh, way to have these other lanterns, the yellow lanterns, say, ah, well, fuck it. I guess we're going to join because y- you would expect. Actually, I expected our killer to pop up and fucking grab guy by the neck later but uh you know this whole thing is just about honor man honor yeah, between yeah. people that you know you, you know you never had a friend that like you, you guys fought the first time and they became like one of your that's best all friends. I that, talk about well yeah, that's what that happens, happens um they hired me at our work and i showed up at work and eric was mad uh, that i was hired he, he hadn't met me yet but he was mad and i showed up and i had my jeans on and i don't know if you've ever heard this crazy story but when i i had the jeans i still i just bought them because i don't wear pants i wear shorts all the yeah. time and it had the uh the sticker size on it sticker the, on the it. size sticker on it and eric showed up then and he's like Hey, how you doing, buddy? You're going to be working with me. I kicked his fucking teeth out, and then I fucking started uh-huh. stomping his fucking head. And I said, right. hey. And then he jumped up right away, and you know, and he's like, hey, you know what? We're going to be fast friends. And then I picked yeah. him up because he's a little guy, and it was just fast yeah. friendship. Yeah, he you picked cuddled. me up. Yeah, I started nice. ta- <laughs> For some reason, his tits were giving me milk, and then I realized it wasn't his tit, and no. then things really progressed. And it well, wasn't yeah, milk. It's really, friends, Reggie. It's really prison rules over at the car. It was, it was prison rules. I said, I walked in and I said, whose cock do I have to suck here? Eric jumped right in the front of the line. I, I, and really, there wasn't much of a line. Eric just still hey, jumped in I'm front. I'm shit for free, I'm pulling my dick out. And it was weird, too. I did that. And it's like, and me, boss, and me. I'm like, you're, I can see you're just one guy. Just Jesus Christ, I've never met somebody with a refractory period quite like you, my man. And then oh, we guy. became, again, we became friends. That's that's what happens, that right? Is, what the fuck are we beautiful. talking about? <laughs> I forget what book yeah. we're talking about. We're but now, about the old Green Lanterns. Oh, the Green Lanterns. Uh, yeah, I, I actually... Nobody thought that guy or Arkillo. Actually, I wouldn't have been yeah. surprised if Arkillo was dead for a little. I don't know. You can't know. do that to me. I, I love Arkillo. He's my favorite if yellow. Either of them, though, they're good. You know, they're, they're not going to kill Guy Gardner, but yeah, they're not going to kill either of them. You know. But yeah, uh, the whole thing uh, turns around, and you do see that guy. It I hope tells the John. Two them to, you know, they're, they're teaming up Green and Yellow Lanterns. I assume that'll be their team, and I hope it yeah. becomes like. Badass, you know, biker dudes or something. I don't know. Jim and I were talking earlier this week, and I'm like, the way this ends with Kyle becoming a Green Lantern again, there's way too many goddamn Earth Green Lanterns now. I'm like, Guy, you need to go off on your own and have Guy Gardner, own book, I mean, like, Guy Gardner and the Warriors. And the Warriors. His own team of fucking intergalactic badasses. Yeah. Cool with that. You know, and I'm fine. The JLA, he teams up with them. 
But yeah, 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 I love it. But after this, after they bring Arkillo in, you do see Guy and you see John. I actually, I, I actually liked seeing John in this scene. It's, it's not big, but I like him smiling. He, he never smiling. smiles. That's why he has yeah. his fucking. He smile. never smiles, like, and I'm like, you know what? Finally, he gets to smile. And the best is they're there, and they're like, "Hey, Guy wakes up. Hey, who died?" And they're all laughing. It's it's Kyle, uh, Hal, and John. And it's funny that when. They, they they start smiling and they're all it's a happy scene and Hal shoots out like a confetti type construct and I was actually I was actually expecting a a, a fucking f- fighter plane to come out since he, he has no he has no imagination whatsoever it would have been funny that all of a sudden a goddamn uh, the yeah. classic a uh, fire truck comes out yeah. and hits guy a fucking baseball bat yeah. yeah it's always yeah. a big baseball mitt. But yeah, you have this, and John's there, and Kyle and uh, and Hal kind of just, hey, we're going to get out of there. John even says, you guys have shit to do. But I, I did like seeing John you know, smiling. And, and really, the, yeah. at the beginning of the New 52, the, the Green Lantern Corps book was John and Guy. And I, yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like that you get, like, you know, they, they yell and scream at each other, whatever, but they're friends. And he gives them Archillo's uh, tooth. And says, yeah. "Hey, this is for you." It's a, a pretty morbid, you know, little I gotta say, thing. Kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah it is. Like, yeah. Have, it's have, very... have our prisoner's tooth. You know, I yeah, don't know yeah. If that yeah. Really flies, you you beat okay. the shit out of him. Here you go. Uh, but go and tell us what's going on, man. Tell us what's going on, Reggie. Uh, yeah. So, guy, he gets the tooth, and he acts very, you know, happy to get it. He looks like he's having a good time, but he kind of looks at it a little bit forlorn. And we'll find out later on that he kind of has a new relationship with Arkillo. After this, I, this I don't really understand. Hal and and Kyle kind of fly off, and they're like, "Oh, I guess we got nothing to do. Let's go play video games." It's like you guys are fucking international space cops trying to reestablish intergalactic. intergalactic yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly, intergalactic trying to reestablish your your reputation. Well, you, you're just gonna go fuck off and you know yeah. go eat a sandwich or something. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it turns out Hal knows that Kyle has that uh, Gantt and say to have a job for him to do. Uh, it, it was to resurrect the Blue Lantern. Well, even they even have before them. that, though, when they're flying off, Hal has to have a touching moment where he wants to give, yeah. like, tell Kyle a little thing, you know, what he, like, you know, likes yeah. about him, what he you looks were, up to him for. And, and the whole thing is, in my mind, it's the most fucked up thing where, before I tell you what I like about you, let me tell you what I like about me first, you know? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Damn it, Hal. And it was so it's funny just, because uh, there's Hal, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm a pretty kick-ass guy. I made my own ring. Nobody's supposed to do that. I was in the Emerald's face, and I waited for Kyle to go, yeah, I fucked your girlfriend, you fucking Boom. bitch. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I really that thought that this was going to be Kyle opening up like, okay, well, I fuck Carol. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't do that, That's what obviously. I would say. I would have, too. I would have been pissed. But, yeah, he says – he tells Kyle he was the best. Like, you're the best. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty snazzy myself. I but am the you best know Green Lantern, but nobody has ever done – nobody's become a White Lantern and mastered no. seven rings yeah. the way you have. And at first I had a problem with the statement that there's never been a White Lantern before yeah. because right. I don't know how much of Brightest Day we're taking because, you know – a lot of characters were imbued with the freaking, you know, the life yeah, entity. That's true, yeah. And yeah. then even yeah. at the end of that, Dead Man had a fucking white lantern ring. But I can kind of go with this just because no one has ever mastered the seven rings. Yeah, nobody's mastered the seven rings way. and became yeah, it that yeah. way. That's what I went with. But it's funny, even at the end, then uh, Kyle, then you know, he's feeling like he has to open up. He's like, you know what? I always looked up to you, and then Hal has to be a dick. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, smell you later. <laughs> goes i'm like really uh but yeah even to the point where i was going to ask eric before or not ask them but we were going to talk about it because we were talking about it before uh also the fact that they really have 
kind of discounted the thing that there are white lantern rings out and about. And I, I, I don't know. I, I do think that that's not the case anymore. I really don't think that they're going with that anymore. Uh, do you remember, there was one that was still open, Yeah, there was right? one loose one. That's how we ended the series with that one going out. We don't know who it got to. But the whole point of separating the rings away was to separate the life equation so no one person ever had it. Yeah, if they yeah. needed it at one point, they could combine the rings again. But they could the all go together separating the ring and having a white lantern core was that so but no yeah. one person had the life equation. Yeah, there should be a white lantern core somewhere out there. But with him reverting out of this issue, it just seems like that's not the case anymore. Oh, we'll there goes that see. lost piece of the life equation. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. But yeah, uh, go on. On, Reggie. So he goes over to this uh, floating platform where Gantit and Said are there. Well, actually, wait, first there's a whole little conversation with uh, Tomar Ray, right? About they got to go get Romat Rue. No, the... no, no, no. It, yeah. It's Romat Rue. He fucking killed Tomar. Yeah, Romat so Rue. Like... Yeah, he killed Tomar too. That's the whole oh, thing. Oh, he's talking yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so they got to get him because he's a killer, and and that's no, obviously. No. No, yeah, that's what he's saying. He, that's he's actually, actually re- he's replaced Tomar uh, too. Yeah, it's yeah. Romat Rue there in the Green Lantern uniform. He yeah, when he's ring. talking to that the, the oh. metal guy, yeah, he has actually taken his ring uh, because he, you know, he's supposed to be dead, but you he isn't. You bunch of yeah. bird fished racists. You yeah, think yeah, they yeah, all they're fucking like, assholes. Yeah, listen, I, didn't, I obviously didn't understand this scene at all. I thought that, I thought they were talking about another Yellow Lantern they had to go snatch up. Yeah, been... no, he is. He it's him. But yeah, the, he's disguised he's as, in disguise uh, as Romano, you know, Tomar uh, too. That's Tomar why. Too, yeah. I can't keep <laughs> yeah. these up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's that's all the problem. Up. They all have yep. the same. They all look they the do. same. I'm, Bird people. Let's just, let's just call it like it is. Birdfish <laughs> people all look alike to me. Yes, yes. Exactly. And, so, and it, uh, it doesn't it doesn't uh, make matters better that their names all sound the fuck alike too. But yeah, he he is the, the like a loose Tomar thread. Too, I, I always want to call Tomar Ray because that's the one I grew up with. Yeah, and I mm. always fuck that up when I want when I say it. But no, Tomar too seems to either he's trapped somewhere or he's dead. But Romar Rue has taken his place in the Green Lantern Corps and is like as a goddamn spy on the inside at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Using the fact that they all look alike yes yeah basically yeah to, to they get use them. their racism against them yeah yep. yeah that's, that's <laughs> yeah they really, are you know? so uh anyway they're on this hovering platform uh right above mogo ganthan and Said are like use your super care bear stare you got to resurrect the uh blue lantern core or the, the other blue lanterns and here's here comes saint walker to give you a hand he's like Used for my energy. Don't worry about how fucked up it makes me. Everything's cool, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. This, is, this uh, hope, part hope to me was just fail. was really fucked up to me because they 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 talk in riddles in my mind because you know we know they want to like bring back the hope and shit like that. They never say they want to bring back the Blue Lantern Corps though, and they never Blue tell Lantern. Kyle what they want him to do. They just yeah, say, they here, just grab a hold of this fucking, you know this Twilight looking motherfucker and just do something. Yeah. yeah, and then believe in yourself. You gotta believe in yourself and be like, fearless. I've had enough of this fucking wishing and believing bullshit. And Tell me like, what the fuck know, to do. And you know, this is another case like that same issue where he resurrected Hal out of the ring, and it was like fucking several pages of him just like ah, the power. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. How many pages of him getting zapped with his shit or panels do I need to? You mean see? you like, didn't like that half-page <laughs> panel uh, of just Mogo just sitting there? <laughs> just to show like you know it, things have happened i don't know yeah. it, it, it does go on for way too long john even yeah. wants to intervene and you don't know and what's Hal happening like, yeah like, you don't it, know it's kyle it's kyle like so yeah. what, what does that mean it's and kyle. he's like hey just yeah you know, hang loose up half the planet it's kyle like who gives a shit 
Uh, do you like the fact that it looks like Kyle has not changed his fucking shirt in all that time? He has a nine-inch nail shirt on. Like, Jesus Christ, he, he did not pack any other clothes when he put those rings on. Uh, He's a smelly lantern. Yes, yeah, it made me laugh because every time that guy had taken off his ring, me and Eric expected him to be nude from the last time you saw him. Uh, but yeah, Kyle, I, I thought that was actually a pretty cool uh, thing that he had a nine-inch nail shirt on. Yeah. But, uh, well, uh, no, I was, was going to get into it later, but this whole issue, obviously, so after this, he you know his ring divides in, back into the individual lantern. You and know, that bits. is bullshit as well because there's That's no reason how, for it to happen. Oh, His uh, green ring got fucking tampered with. It, it had a problem where he was then able to tap into the emotional spectrum. So if anything, it would revert back to the green lantern ring. Just be, I know. I, I, yeah. I saw that too, and I was like, uh, "This is going to raise the continuity." Oh my tackles. god! But so, the all these rings coming that, out of it is bullshit. One thing I thought that uh, the continuity kid would like, or at least the Eric Shea would like, is that it is the return of Kyle Rayner as a Green Lantern, yeah. and I had to recognize that. For me. You know, the 90s is, is a period that I really had stopped reading comics. And, right. and Kyle, Kyle Rayner will never be anything but a kind of – over the years, I, I've, I've grown to like him more. But I, he wasn't ever my Green Lantern. But I recognize that he's like a lot of – he's a whole generation. Oh, yeah. My, my whole West. generations. How Jordan died and Kyle Rayner took the fucking reins for goddamn over a decade. For a long, long time, yeah. And, and Guy and, – and, you know, I've, I've talked to people about it. They're like – they looked at it like uh, how Jordan was grandpa, you know, Lantern. Like, yeah. Always, always in the kind of like the Barry Allen was to Wally West, always like overshadowing and kind of had a resentment. And there, there was a whole, you know, I, I really came back in when Jeff Johns resurrected Hal Jordan. With reborn, so, yeah. A rebirth, so, I mean. So for me, you know, it, it, but I, I had to give a nod to the fact that they're bringing back this character that means a lot to people. And for, for the fact of the matter, I haven't given a shit about him being a White Lantern in this comic or probably any comic in the last three no, years. It, he never did anything with it. He doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know, it's like it's like, and in this comic, I remember two issues ago when when they were picking up Saint Walker from that you know hell planet full of dragons and whatever. Fucking, he was useless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, he he could barely do anything. He was always on the ropes. He he couldn't even find Saint Walker, and then he needed Hal Jordan to help him. So obviously, being a White Lantern sucks anyway. So I was I was personally glad to see him come back to be a great. I I agree that there are way too many earthbound and as someone else pointed out in the comments i think it might it might have been d-ron that they're all american too yeah. Like they, yeah they can't come from any other country they all come from yeah. america well we, we had rancor from england he was a red lantern but he's that, dead now so he doesn't count yeah. that's right but even so like a the big thing in this then is as it's going on something stops this from happening and the thing is i actually took it as they were trying to resurrect the other guardians that that's how i, I took it to be honest, someone, someone it was in the comments said it was the Blue Lanterns, and I'm just going with them because I always I, assume that I'm wrong. It's weird. The only I, reason I say thing. that I thought it was the Guardians is because after, it doesn't work. And they even say, like, you know, Ganthet's like, Guy, uh, guide the white light, Kyle, channel it to our singular purpose. And then the big thing that to me was after it didn't work, you had the platform with the two lights for, you know, Sade and Ganthet, and the others are clearly not lit. And that's uh, that was the only reason I thought that it was the Guardians yeah, I, that they I'm were trying to back. bring back. I think it was the Guardians. See, even, I don't even know. I sat here and I thought about it for a while, too, because they re left it very ambiguous about what it's going to be. But we had this whole dialogue about how Ganthet and Sade, they, they went against the wishes of the yeah. Guardians and they created the Blue Lantern Corps. And the whole thing, like, they want to bring back hope. And that's an emotion. And bringing back the, 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 the Guardians in that form, I'm like, 
There's no hope with the Guardians. I no, don't understand I what actually you thought that and maybe... Why would a Blue Lantern channeling with a White Lantern resurrect the Guardians? I think, I think that they're using that as a red herring, though. I think they want us to think... Uh, it's obviously, but they're really... I'm they're telling being, you, they're, they're really... They're nebulous for a reason. Yeah, you know, they're they really pushing, though, there. about how he can bring people back from the dead and things like that. Yeah. And the, the Blue Lantern's, like, bringing it back. That's a little different. That's not really raising somebody. That, that involves rings and... Th- I really did think it was the Guardians. And because... That would be, obviously, the Guardians of the Universe, and that would be something that, either way, you bring back the Blue Lantern Corps, that would be something, say, a Dr. Manhattan wouldn't want. But I really do think the Guardians coming back would be something that whoever it is, if it's Dr. Manhattan, a, a whoever it goes in, would really event, not yeah, want. Like, yeah, and, a uh, big thing. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just, and I, like you said, I think they're being very nebulous about it. They don't want to, pull, you know, full out say what it was. Uh, but something stopped them, and they're amazed. Like no power should be able to thwart the resurrection. And just that they're on that platform, and you see them there, and the two lights uh, of the, you know, the uh, the only pillars. thing that would the only thing that would lead me to think it's the Guardians is when we like, you know, we have Kyle doing this whole thing before his. Uh, his lantern, like, you know, his ring reverts back and, you know, something's not right. We have a little split panel page with, you know, Atrocitus, uh, Flash, and then Mr. Oz. Yeah. And the only thing is, like, Atrocitus is the weirdest one here. And I could just see, you know, maybe him sensing this whole thing because of his rage for the Guardians and what they did That's to him. That's true. Yeah, 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 he's just, yeah. Exactly. He might be like, oh, no, not on my, not on my watch. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. Guardians and that's where here, buddy. it kind of seems like the whole thing goes across the universe and you know flash is there it seems like another setup for maybe the button type deal or what's going to go is, on actually you know what setup for the hope ring that could be it, it is it is because you yeah. see the you see the blue yeah. lantern yeah, symbol yeah, coming yeah, out of yeah, him yeah, there yeah, yeah. so yeah. maybe that's that again also the channeling the, from saint walker maybe he's just getting a little a little back backwash off of, off of saint walker you know being tapped into by kyle you know and maybe atrocitus yeah. is pissed because another red lantern ring is out there and he's supposed to be in control of all of there. them yeah, I, I, have, I, have to quote, I have to quote Mr. Oz and say so many questions. Yeah. Seriously, man. <laughs> well, even that, even before it, it seems like it's like you have the progressions weird for the Red Lantern ring because then it's after that panel that they seem to break apart because that's when he says no. So I don't know. I, I guess we're supposed to figure out. It's just it's weird that it seems right away at first you think it's going to be the Blue Lantern core. And then something else, like not spelling it out, seemed to me that it was something else. And I, I, you could even say, or I could, I could think that what they are, if they do bring back the, the, uh, the what's it called, the Guardians, that with Saint Walker and the Hope and all this, that maybe they come back with their emotions. I don't know. I, I have no idea uh, because, yeah. as we know, the great the heart that has, well, the great heart that has their emotions in it, actually was in goddamn fucking what's Shut his name, Volhoom, Volhoom, because they changed it. So who knows what's going on Blame. now? But yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it basically it's, ends. It's, it's a lot of question marks, and, hey, look, and they, they leave saying, it that all way, you got to but... do is go out and find them Templar guardians. They still kick him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and there's others. I mean, the the Green Lantern, uh, the whole book and the core, the the back. It, story of all these it's all fucked up we don't know what's yeah. going on or I'm still waiting yeah. for the alpha lanterns to come yeah, back and at the I'm end i was i was led to believe that when we went in this issue that at at one point kyle was supposed to uh choose what ring he wanted he, he really doesn't get that oh, much no, of a choice no, the rings all the other all apart. the other rings take off they're like later yeah. you know yeah they do and it loser. doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And the, and the green lantern ring hangs around because it's like oh i remember you know you had a nice ring 
And yeah, yeah. Uh, that he puts it back on, and they're all very happy, and he's the Green Lantern again in his classic 90s suit as well, like the, you know, the original. Yeah, and exactly. And, like this, this is the moment I figured would get Eric, you know, and 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 people of his ilk, and and I had to give a nod to that because I th- I do think Kyle has been pretty shitty this whole series. A pointless. Uh, I, no one really under- understands how he even got inserted into it. It's like they just like called him on the phone. They were like, "Oh, resurrect Hal Jordan, please," and he never stopped hanging out with them. Basically, like he should have fucked off a long time ago. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it. I, I had to give a nod in the Vegas system. Plus, yeah, we, uh, really. I know that's where he's, that's where he's been, you know, apparently for, you know, the, a year or something. But uh, we also got to give a nod to Guy going over to Arkillo, who's like, he's knocked out and Guy has a heart to heart. And he's like, you and me, buddy, we beat yep. the shit out of each other, didn't we? We're friends now. We're, you know, I know you're going to be great and gives him back his tooth, which yep. is uh, kind of weird. But I guess Sarnik Natu will put it's it back on. in. Yeah. And I think that was I think that was the only other little. Bit right, yeah, that was yeah, I, that was I, pretty I think much the rest. A little of it. presumptuous, though, where he's like, you know, our killer is going to wake up. We're gonna oh be yeah, best buds now, and beat this is why guys, I thought at that point, now, right? I thought our killer was going to wake up and grab him by the neck and say, no, no, no. But yeah, they're they're pushing that. The other thing that made me laugh though was when when Guy was or not Guy when Kyle was turning back into the Green Lantern. Pretty much, Gansett had given up. He's like, oh, there it goes. Never have I been so devoid of hope. And then two panels later, he's fucking all smiles. I know. He's like, oh, everything's great. You know what I think that was like? And, I, and as a father, Jim, you know what this is like. He basically saw his like protege fail completely and then get demoted to a yeah. lesser lantern. And then, you know, what do, what do you say to your son, though? You know, you're not like, you little fucking uh, piece of shit. Yeah, always yeah. like, oh. good job. No, the, yeah. no that's what I'd say. Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, better, you failure. Things but yeah, basically the other thing, like you said, you, you did mention, uh, Mr. Oz does say, you know, so many questions he's thrown in there just so we realize that what was in uh, the whole the deal thing, was big. The thing yeah. is, though, what he's doing is nothing to do with the freaking Green Lanterns, it seems like. Because like, if you look above, it looks like he's still looking at that picture of Superman. No, he's looking at Superman. He's looking at somebody else and looking at yeah. Kyle. So he's, he's got Kyle like there with the be, ring. Eric, looks like there might be a Ryan or some shit in yeah, that fucking yeah. little... I don't know. A lot of other screens. He's got a lot of... He's got Rick and Morty on one of the screens. He does. <laughs> and it's so... It, like. On yeah. uh, the off-panel, Tim Drake's yelling, when is that new Rick and Morty uh, you know, season starting? <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> it's like, I do not know. What do, you, what do I look like, the TV guide? Uh, but yeah, overall, I, I like the art, uh, but I just... It's the strongest part of this book. Is this, the yeah. thing is, it's just, again, big things seem to happen near the end. They were kind of thrown in, but without knowing what's going on. But the, the whole thing with me is we're, we're still not doing anything. We're, ju- well, we're he, still he, just he, standing he, around. If, if we had just come out of some something that felt cataclysmic, this would have been a great kind of like mm-hmm. settle down, reestablish what's going on kind of issue. But we haven't had that. It's just been no. kind of nonstop. Let's settle down, reestablish what's going on. Yeah. I think. I think that the thing with St. Walker was meant to be a lot more tension-inducing yeah, than it was. Yeah. It just wasn't – the stakes it, never – From the beginning high. of that until Kyle was back in his Nine Inch Nails shirt, it was seven pages. Yeah. yeah. It's just, the it goes split. on too long. It goes on too long. And, yeah, you, somebody's like, oh, but Reggie, last issue you had Guy Garner. But there was nothing really – like you said, cataclysmic we knew, about it. We it was knew Guy. What was happening in yeah, the issue? Yeah, yeah, we knew, 
And, and yeah. even so, it was just guy being guy. It was a cool issue. I like seeing guy do that. But that was another one. That's like a day in the fucked up life of Guy Gardner. There, we haven't had any progression. And hopefully, from here it, it goes. You have Kyle back, but even so, you, you had the big thing with Saint Walker and Kyle, and we really don't know exactly what was going on and what they were going with because they don't want to tell you yet. That seems to be the big secret. Um, but yeah. Uh, we'll see what's going on. It's weird, too. Like, if he was, if they were trying to resurrect the Blue Lantern Corps, you would think that St. Walker would have had more to say after the fact. Like, oh, I'll you know well, what? I'll never, be, I'll never have my brothers. <laughs> and they just kind of just like, huh? yeah, let's go. He steps aside, actually, so that Kyle can can do his thing with the Green Lantern. But He's got to yeah, keep that I, hope alive. Yeah, he's yeah. cool with it, baby. You know what I mean? That guy, he's, yeah, he's all right yeah. with himself. Very zen. Yes, he is. What, what did you uh, give it, Reggie? Yeah, I feel the same way you guys do. You know, this uh, the art was great throughout. I have no problems with that. And I had to give a nod, even though it didn't hit me in the feels, as they yes. say. I know this. I know that this did hit a lot of people in the feels. Yeah. And, and I, I am personally glad to see Kyle. I, even though this is sort of a demotion, I feel like it's a promotion because he hasn't done fucking shit no. being a White Lantern for a long time. So and, maybe and now we'll actually see something I think that, happen, that, you know. And with that, uh, me and Eric were talking, and either they were going to have to really fully explain what the White Lantern can and can't do and whatnot, or just stop it and go back yeah. to green. And now it's green, and now we, we don't have to worry about that and stuff I, like that. But I think it's better. You know, in hindsight, I probably went half a point and, too high, but I think yeah. I would give this 8 out of 10. I'm well, telling you, though, with this whole thing, too, you got to take that whole compliment that Hal gave him is now fucking void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think oh, that you're obviously I'm still he better did than you that so that, you know, we get that final swan song of that. But I think it's one of those, like, you know, he won a Stanley Cup, Eric. That don't go away. He's a fucking champ. Fair when enough. he retires, the, he's no Dan Marino where they're like, I don't know. He can't be the best quarterback of all time because he didn't win a championship. He won the ultimate championship. He's a fucking winner. He's your Green Lantern, Eric. Don't you throw shade at him. <laughs> he, I don't really care about Kyle either way, but uh, what what did you what do you think, Eric? See, I love the art in this book, and I love to have Kyle Rayner back because he is the Green Lantern that I really still. You know, I started reading Green Lanterns right when at zero hour, right when freaking Hal became Parallax, like leading off the death of Superman and all that shit. So after that, I was really interested in Kyle because I wanted to you know draw comics when I grew up because every kid did who likes comics. But uh, he is my Green Lantern. He's my favorite Green Lantern. I love having him back like this. The whole thing else, the, the rest of the issue is fucking bullshit, though, because we spend too long on a thing that we don't know what's going on, and then we have a goddamn continuity error with all these freaking you know, rings flying out rings all the, over the place. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So because of these issues, like I like the, the guy stuff enough, but even that, it's just, you know, it actually interrupts what we're doing, like with the freaking uh, Saint Walker and Kyle. Mm -hmm. So it throws the fucking momentum you have with that completely off at that point. So. With that, I give it a 5.5 .5 out of 10. Okay, yeah, I uh, when I started reading, I started with New 52, and my first Green Lantern book, well, it was Green Lantern, but uh, I, I mentioned this to Eric earlier this week, uh, Sinestro actually was the main Green Lantern in that book, and there was no way I was going to be like, oh, Sinestro's my Green Lantern, because <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody knew that wasn't going to be. Uh, my other book, though, I read was Green Lantern Corps, and at, at one point, 
I kind of had John and Guy as my Green Lanterns, and then I, I just like Guy, and it was from that book, and I really took the Guy and read some other things, and, and I just like the, the asshole of the group, and then I read New Guardians, and Kyle, again, now, I've had, I think I even read more of Simon Baz at the point where I started reading New Guardians work with Kyle, and he was a White Lantern, like all this stuff. It didn't make much sense to me really at that point. So Kyle was kind of, I liked his interesting constructs and things like that, but he was never my Green Lantern. And so I kind of didn't really care about him. So having him back to green doesn't do anything for me, quite honest. Uh, but it, like I said, it makes sense to me because they weren't doing anything with him with the White Lanterns. And so that, that's okay. I did, but this issue, the art I really like, but yeah, it, it was confusing, not confusing at points, but just like, come on, just tell us something. You, Eric said seven pages. And after that, we still don't know. And, and, you know, we well, all have different and, opinions and, that, and that's things just like that. With him holding on the fucking yeah. sink walker. Yeah. And just Ooh. that whole more thing. More of that with the ring splitting. And that's, Getting and, zapped, and yeah. even the, the whole deal was supposed to be that, like Reggie said, the tension and then the, the big reveal of somebody in there not letting it happen. And, but we don't know what was happening. So I don't know, you know, either it was the Blue Lantern Corps or it was the Guardians, whatever it is. We get an answer of somebody. We don't even know who that is. So everything is nothing. And the whole treading water in this book is starting to really get to me. And I know people really like this book. I still, at this point, probably favor this. this. That's what I'm saying. I still prefer this maybe over Green Lanterns from what we got in that book recently. But it's still, I want something to happen. And it's almost to the point where I really, really think there are too many characters in this book. Because you have, you know, you just have too many things to get involved with. With Hal, Kyle, Guy, John, Sorna, even with the Yellow Lanterns now involved. And I think until they whittle shit down, I'm with Eric. I'd love Guy Gardner and the Warriors. It has to be better than Aquaman and the others. But yeah, I'd give this a six. Seriously. I just, I would give it a six. I agree that the whole thing with the White Lantern ring separating was just nonsense. And it, I was when just so I know. Yeah, oh, then yeah. it's ridiculous. When I'm looking so at it, I'm like, what the like, fuck? I went into this issue with such high spirits. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get Kyle yeah. back. I never liked him as a white lantern. I'm going to get him back as a green. I'm going to get that kick-ass, you know, retro 90s uniform. I'm like, there's, this can't go wrong, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, it went wrong. And it's oh. weird. It's because, like you said, Reggie, you're reading it. You're like, this is going to get Eric in the feels. But because of that, he's the lowest because it actually pissed him off with, with the I things think he had going the highest on. Hopes, yeah. it, it's so weird that with the New 52, you had the Green Lanterns. Like, oh, that was one of the, the books with this open continuity that you can kind of do yeah. what you want it with. It's the one, the Green Lantern books have been a disaster since Reaper started. They are picking and choosing left and right with what they want to have and not have and change. And it, it's just very odd. Uh, and then at the, like you said, at the end, it's the big, you know, the smoke and mirrors of, you know, you think that, uh, Do- uh, Dr. Manhattan's involved. You see the flash there and whatnot, whatever. But, uh, I liked it though better than the next book. <laughs> Go, yeah, Reggie. I, that is true. The next book is Batgirl number nine, written by Hope Larson, art by Chris Wildgoose and John Lamb. I used to think Babs was a hipster. Now, baby, I'm sure. Because she's always in her own brain. It's herself she adores. Now, maybe I'm just an old asshole. No, I know that it's true. 
But when her friend needs some advice, Babs like, there's an app for that too. I'm walking in Burnside. Yeah. I'm walking in Burnside. Yeah. I'm walking in Burnside. Yeah. And it's starting to feel good. It is. It's starting to feel good. All right. Hold on, another verse. I oh used to think Gotham was scary. <laughs> now I know that it's not. Because the worst thing that happens is maybe you meet old Cobblepot. At one time, he was known as the Penguin, a real mean guy. But lately, he might ask if you vape and then serve you some chai. I'm walking in Burnside, yeah. I'm walking in Burnside, yeah. I'm walking in Burnside, yeah. And it's starting to feel good. You realize you said second verse. I got up, went to the other room to get another pack of cigarettes. And he I didn't say second verse, pack. same as the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's, because, that's because it, it takes time. It does. You can't yes. rush perfection. Yes, yes, you can. Especially, especially not a song, you know, like Walking on Sunshine, you know? Yes. I, 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 I even cut a beat out of every line, and I still had to, you know, take my time. <laughs> uh, I realize now when I talk to Reggie, I'm like, okay, we have four books. It, it will be done in an hour. Reggie's like, there's no fucking way. I realize it's because these songs. Yeah. yeah he we'll, knows we'll the blame songs. the songs. It's the oh, songs. It's not us rambling yeah, on. No, it's all the songs. No. I got a lot uh, to say about yeah. Kyle Rayner. You calm down. Ah, uh, yes. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts, and there's this one podcast who claims that this Batgirl book is the best book of Rebirth, and I, I want to know what the hell they're on, that, because that I am so frustrated with this. Bullshit. Yeah, I'm oh, so okay. frustrated with this book, and uh, I, I'll tell you, my man Wild Goose, I actually don't mind his art. I like the I like art in this book enough. Uh, it's the just techno babble. And just nonsense uh, of what's See, going on. If I if I was a millennial, which I'm not, even though we do all love Post Malone around here, but yeah, we do. Uh, we do. If, if I was, I would feel like this was pandering to me so much, like ridiculously, like well, like this is fucking you, two guys sitting around crunching an app. They call yeah. up another app to go deliver them fucking you know food and whatever. It's just like what the fuck is you well, know, you they, say that and that's what I thought when actual Burnside, when the, the Burnside Batgirl started, I thought the same thing that, oh, you think that all we are is social media and this and that? Everybody ate it up. And I don't know if it's actually Apparently the millennials are. that Maybe ate it up. <laughs> yeah, or or if it's like people our age uh that ate it up thinking we wanted to be hip and it's yeah, behind the times. I don't know. But this is just this nonsense of this book it just gets to me. I just can't take it. Uh, because I, yeah, I am pretty sure though that once Eric found out there was a a company called Pronghorn, he did look it up to see if they were hiring. Yes, of course and, I and they weren't. If I can work for Pronghorn, <laughs> Pronghorn. Then I can make it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it starts off, and these guys are there. They're they're doing their freaking you know in the. They're an efficiency apartment somewhere in Burnside. Uh-huh. They're they're doing shit to put together. To spell out efficiency apartment for Christ's sake. We can see for the goddamn, goddamn grip still right there. And, and they and, get and look, wait. Look right. to the left of the fucking dishwasher. There's like a super modern garbage can. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you see that? Why? Yeah, they, look they at these guys. They stole that from outside of a Wawa. Look right? at these guys. <laughs> they're there, and they get a delivery. 
and it looks like that you know a pizza delivery of some sort from an app type deal and it's a stick up uh, and, and where is where was Batgirl this whole time she just shows up behind this this girl I don't know why Batgirl showed up in general that's I what I'm saying she was on but the, I, I figured she was kind of like holding her arms and legs out, like just up on the yeah, ceiling, the, hiding. Like the worst you know, part why? of, and even the why worst not? part is, is that when this girl then's like, "No, I'm out of here," no, 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 and jumps out the window, which I still don't know. It looks like they're like floors above. She just jumps out the fucking I window know. with a gun and starts running. There are. 80 of these delivery people. What? How did she know to follow this one and what she was up to? And, and the worst. she had a Faraday bag, which. Well, she did no, have no, a no. Faraday to start, bag. To start out things, though, how did she know to go after this one individual That's what I mean. employee? Because when she looks out the window, the whole thing is this girl disappears because there are 20 of these in this one little. Set. It looks like everybody's ordered a pizza in this two minute mark. They're all there. And the, the way she figures out where, because the Faraday, she looks, because it couldn't possibly be that somebody doesn't have a cell phone or something, because all it is is she looks to see who's connected on Wi-Fi and whatnot, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Well, it also, is- and, and, the Far- and the Faraday bag is, like, crushing the Wi-Fi. So she, I, I mean, it, uh, I, I'm with you guys. What is going on it's, with this? It's absolute bullshit, but what yeah. she's looking for is the absence of, like, a, yeah. a signal. Of Wi-Fi signal. Uh, yeah, of a Wi-Fi sorry, signal. Why, why is the absence of Wi-Fi signal fucking crumbling and black fucking dots all over behind her? Obviously, you don't know anything about Wi-Fi signal. I think I've told I you think, this. I, I think you <laughs> obviously you didn't know that, do a little more research. Yeah, well, it's crumbling and black. Well, what happened? It, actually, I can verify that. Um, last night, our router got disconnected. My house fell down. It crumbled there down. I don't. I'm actually recording this in a field right now. See, I, I miss the late '80s when everything was just all crumble blackness. When yeah. you know you didn't have any of the signals going. Yeah, all everything. Over the goddamn place. Just, crumbly blackness yeah. everywhere. But yeah, yeah Batgirl it was, it was just hard to get around, but it was a lot nicer. I'll I, say I, we. I, we I got, I gotta tell a quick. I gotta tell a quick thing. This whole pronghorn <laughs> thing reminds me of the in the late '90s. You know the dot com boom and everything. Yeah. There was the, there were there were two companies here in New York, but there was at least one that I remember, Urban Fetch, and okay. their thing was just like pronghorn. They could get you anything in an hour yep. in Manhattan. Right. We had that uh, in Quakertown, actually. You had the same thing. Well, you we, know, well, so the, it the was problem, basically set up for food, but it was kind of the same thing. This this was yeah, any food and anything yep. like you go to Staples and you essentially pay twice. Yeah, yeah what that's you, what it was that, here. That was really but I'm a lazy fella, so I'm okay with this. Yeah. Which is, you know, and but but the thing is, obviously, people weren't going to do that. Like, if I want to, I fucking wow. staples up the block from my office. You know, there's no reason yep. to do this. Like, no, to get the, this immediate delivery of shit. Yeah. So right before they went under, they had a deal where they were, where you buy one of anything, you get one free. And I just got, like, a whole fucking bunch of CDs. Really? And got got you know got You're two Columbia of house that shit. Yeah. CDs and then and the, I gave away some of them and I sold some of them back to Tower. It was great. And to this day, you can still see people riding around with the urban fetch bags and <laughs> really? shirts. So yeah, the is, thing is, like, to this day they're still to there. this day they're right. still out there. Yeah, in Quakertown they had a thing. It was mainly fast food. Like you could order mcdonald's and they would go pick uh-huh. it up but like you said you would get a you know a goddamn big mac a number two meal or something and it would cost you 19 dollars and nobody would nobody would do that? that nobody did it so yeah, yeah it went under like, very quickly cheap, you know what i mean you're not doing yeah. that because you know you want to eat lobster thermidor you know no. you guys oh. want to eat a lot of lobster thermidor over there 
<laughs> I don't know what yeah, that is. Yeah, we got that. Isn't that that was the name of my third grade fucking English teacher, Lobster <laughs> Thermidor? Chipmunks. Uh, it was Oven Simon Lobster yes, Thermidor. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, she apprehends this girl who's the pronghorn, and then oh, just kind of go with. And then that's yeah. it. What that's happened? it. We don't know. Who the fuck yeah. knows what happened? And the, the best thing is, this is where the art is a little off because she's on the rooftop then looking. And I, I'm guessing that that's the person getting put into the police car. But because of the... Oh, man. No hair. Yeah. Yeah. No hair. <laughs> Where's that hat and the hair? No but, hair, no face, no yeah. nothing. You and this is when some fucking flesh tones. Yeah. And then there's Barbara. She's like, oh, you know what? Ethan hasn't, you know, he asked me on this date and I said this and that. He hasn't gotten back to me. Oh, crap. I have a class. And then she goes off and goes to the South Burnside Elementary School Kids Coding Workshop that we had before where we went in. And they're all playing an app, with, which is basically, you know, Pokemon Go, but with dogs. And it, I, yeah. I was done. This is where I was like, really, like, this is already behind the deal. No. And even that, they're like, all of a sudden, then it becomes this social commentary. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Cat, yeah. Pussy lick is the fucking app I'm on. And they go, and all it is is to talk about data mining and things like that. And it just, I've had enough. I'm like, really? Worst thing. Yeah. The whole thing is insane. Uh, to, to me, this 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 issue is a day in the life of Barbara, and it was a day in the life about how nar- Barbara is a fucking narcissistic bitch. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? She's like, she's always thinking about. She's like, she's just arresting somebody. She's thinking about Ethan. She's late to this thing with the kids. Do you think the kids like that? No. You no. know, I think Eric will tell you. Do you like sitting waiting around for an adult? Shut over? up, Ray. No. And then so, she goes in and fucking you know gives him a lecture. And then then get a lecture on how yeah. you should play. I'm telling you, we we got this part in this book, and I swear to God, I were I was gonna get to the end, and there's gonna be three more pages where I said we had a lot of fun this issue, didn't we, kids? But data mining is a severe thing you should really look yeah, out that. for. And like, and you know what, kids? Sometimes you should go outside and actually walk a real dog. And I, it's so funny because she's there, and that girl, I forget her name, the the little girl that she took a, a liking to that's before. Me, that's me. And yeah, and uh, she has the like you know this is data mining, and they get the they find your age and this, and she's writing on a piece of paper, and I thought she was gonna put it up as go fuck yourself is what I wanted her to say to Barbara, <laughs> like you know fuck you old lady. The, basically, exactly. that's what that if I said that to mom. my kids, yeah, my kids would have been like okay, Gramps. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, it's just they, fucking they, they, they ridiculous. Would, they would have scrolled the app that fucking makes uh, adults get uh, immediate now, migraines. And I like, know. Hey, here for, you go, kid. For the most part, That's a thing. these day-in-the-life yeah. issues Jesus are supposed Christ. to ingratiate you to the main character or even think like, oh, man, I could hang out with her or him or whatever. This Barbara's makes me hate her. This makes me hate her. Well, uh, the even next when... scene is the best, most bullshit oh, narcissistic it's scene so crazy. in the whole thing. So she walks home to her apartment, and Alicia is sitting there. Now, she, she's... I can't remember. Are they married or just living together? No, they're no, married. They're married. They're married yep, right? they're married. And so she's she's married to this woman, Joe, and they they had talked about having kids, and yeah, Joe they wants wanted to get to artificial kids. insemination. And actually, like, even though it's out of place, this it really comes out of left field. This doesn't really fit in this book. This is a somewhat interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Conundrum, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's characters oh, that or, if people or, who had been reading since Gail Simone uh, sure. uh, wrote in the New 52, these are characters that a lot of people like. I like them. I, I like the whole deal. I mean, if, if this is something that was happening on a television show, you know what I mean, where it was more natural. I mean, this literally is just shoehorned in here out of nowhere. Like, they're like, oh, shit, we have like four pages to fill. Let's just throw this yeah, uh, little yeah. thing in here. 
But as far as what it is, like, it's an interesting thing where it's like, listen, you know, she was all gung ho about artificial insemination, but now the reality of it is here. And Alicia's like, I don't know if I want this. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of, I kind of weird terrible. About it. And fucking, like, she, she like, unburns herself. She tells her exactly how she feels. She looks, she looks so worried. And Barbara's like, "Oh, that's too bad. I gotta write my paper. Bye." Like, <laughs> even that before that, I'm like, "Couch here. I'm gonna go and do some stuff in the I other like room." I like it Don't too that me. she she gets there to her apartment and she Alicia's sitting there and she's like, "Oh my God, what's happened? What's wrong?" You have the sniff, so she's like all upset and she's like, "Can can I stay with you tonight?" Oh, Barbara's like, oh, "Jesus Christ, I'm gonna have to find a new apartment, pay twice the rent." I'm like, yeah, "Number one, you, you're rich. Yeah, stop yeah, with this. You you are rich. Just stop." <laughs> It. And also, that's what she's worried about. She has a friend who is, you know, there, obviously very, very upset. She's married, so she says, can I stay with you tonight? You know something has gone wrong. And all that's she's thinking about is... Right? Yeah. Like a trial separation? Like, that's yeah. a big deal. This is, I'm telling you, I thought they were getting divorced. I really didn't. She's like, oh, you know, the place is a mess since Frankie moved until I have to move or find a new room. And I'm like, you bitch. Find out what your goddamn this, this friend... Whole- this whole train of thought, though, even with this, until I have to move or find a new roommate and pay twice my current rent. Why did you have to pay twice your yeah. current rent with a new roommate? Yeah, I don't know. And she's rich. Because the rent, the rent was doubled. Okay. Yeah. We, we okay. Found I, must, it out, we I forgot back that. to Burnside like yeah. three issues ago. Yeah, but, just but like, like we've all been saying, At least she's that makes fucking sense. rich. Who the hell she's rich. Shit? She's <laughs> rich. They have never. And, and if somebody can tell me that she at some point they said Asia. she's not. Yeah, you have to at least say, "Hey, Frankie calls and you know what? This this clean energy shit's gone down the tubes. I don't know what to do. We've never seen that. They've had or, parties, or, or even things. to say, or even to say, you know, the, the company's doing well, but all the money is reinvested, right? I yeah, mean, it's a yeah, brand new company. So you or she says, have- "Listen." Yeah, or she has like promised that she would donate it. You know, oh, like, I, I put that all to charity. We haven't seen this. Yeah. On paper, she's this. got a lot of money. She doesn't have that walking around money. No, well, here's yeah, exactly. the thing: is she doesn't have that uh, Drake video money, Eric. Uh, the the problem is, is that. I don't think that Hope Larson wants you to think that she's this highfalutin woman. Like, she's a common woman that we can all, sure. you know, see. But no, she's not. And plus, she's Batgirl. So you don't have to do that. The whole thing with the money, I liked hey, Bruce, it. I, I like the loan. I liked the Gordon Clean Energy because that, that was a way you didn't have to worry about this stupid shit where she's wor- worrying about the rent or whatever. Then she could do her shit. No, here she's worried. Yeah. She really That's is, like you said. Spider Man way, man. You know. No, exactly. and, and, and no. About how, how well it worked, though. It's it worked really well in Spider Man. It could work here if yeah. done well. It's not being done well, though. Yeah, but it's she not, just yeah, got they're... back from a goddamn whole, you know, tour of Asia that that she was paying for. So it's obvious they just pick and choose what they want to. And she has tech out the wazoo. It just I makes mean, the sense line for is her. Just to address it. Just address it. Just yeah. explain anything. Just say like, yeah. "Oh, I have all this money, but fucking, I gotta no, save it." No, here's the thing. Up, up they did D-man it. Figures. One oh. of the craziest things uh, back in the it. Superman book was when uh, <laughs> Jimmy Olsen was a millionaire. Uh, his parents yeah. had well, gone away. Dad, they Jimmy disappeared. Olsen was a billionaire. He was a billionaire. A billionaire. Yeah. And then they came back and took the money from him, and he wasn't anymore. It, it was explained. Know what to do with that. And yeah. They didn't know, and they did not know what. And that, that's obviously the case here. And yeah. just to address it, say something. Yeah. You know, like just whatever. There's it. so many ways to work it out where she doesn't have the money to to hand or whatever. Just yeah. just say something about it because we know that she is the head of Gordon Clean Energy because she goes to this fucking 
you know, but she goes to balls and shit all the time. You know, she's always acting in capacity of someone that owns that company. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, anyway, we're getting oh, ahead that, of ourselves. Back to what you said, though, this real scene, quick. This I loved it. the worst. I loved it because her, her friend is now telling her that, like, the worst thing has happened to her. It's so bad. Listen, we don't yeah. know what to do. I don't want to do this. We're, we're not getting along. We we wanted a kid. We didn't. And all she says is, you know what? It's the worst thing. It's almost like the, eh, things will work out. That's basically what she says. You know what? You're the strongest. You and Joe are the strongest couple I know. It'll work out. Alicia says, I hope so. And she goes, ah, I got to write a paper. And then, hey, if you need me, knock. Doing what you like, Really? You, know, you couldn't put this paper aside for another five minutes? Yeah. Nope, she goes. Well, I imagine Alicia's not. just like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. But yeah, well, the, I, I, the, I, I'd like to see if Barbara comes out later on and fucking Alicia's got her throat slit on the ground. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I tell you, I she's have hanging. expected her to get done with her shit and walk after her hanging there in the living room yeah, off the goddamn she's hanging. ceiling fan. I hope there's a ceiling fan. She's just going around. Uh, yeah, because Barbara's going to do this. And, you know, Barbara wants to write a paper. And the best way to do a research paper of any uh-huh. point is to make yourself dumber. And that's yeah. what she she's turn like. Turn off your memory. Yeah, turn off uh, your memory. Such bullshit. Like, and and we talked about this before. All of us were kind of hoping we would kind of move past this this baloney yes. from the first arc. But she, apparently, it's still a big deal. Yeah, she, she can she can get rid of her eidetic memory, and, and for uh, some uh, reason, they're using this as a reminder of something that happened a couple issues ago. I hope Larson really wants you to remember that this is something she can do. It's interrupted here, which makes it even worse in this issue. Uh, She's going to do it. It's interrupted by the phone. It's Ethan and or no, it's Frankie, right? Who calls? Yep. Yeah. It's, it's so Frankie. It's interrupted. It's, it's, just basically to say that the, the doggo uh, app seems to be photobombing uh, Barbara a lot. Barbara, and, and this I don't really get either. So she looks online. She sees a few photos. Let's even say she sees a dozen photos with her and the doggo app, you know. Yeah. And then she immediately thinks that it's it's looking to data mine her. Yeah, because Why? she said how? that earlier. That's the only way. Yeah, I mean, how? how many photos are there in total, you know, and then how many you, you of them have you do you know what it is? It's What's fucking up? marketing and promotion, bitch. Calm down with this data mining. If yeah, I have data this mining. App, it can't hey, be superheroes everywhere. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, for, yeah. Unfortunately for them, if I grabbed Eric's phone and played Doggo, they're phone. not getting. Yeah, well, I'm saying yeah, if you had one, they're not getting Jim up. Werner's info. They think that I'm Eric. You know, just me yeah. taking a picture of somebody does not steal your soul. This has been proven. See, you know, this isn't 1820 here. We're not stealing know, people's souls. Jim, Jim uh, you, do, like you, do, you do know that uh, Eric's phone is a, cl- is a chalkboard eraser. No, I right? know You're that Eric, Eric's phone is actually a rock <laughs> with a, a fucking something painted on it. And you really, it is now. It. It's I funny walk when around people. with a whiteboard hanging around my yeah, neck. Yeah, no, when people <laughs> say that their phone uh, has been bricked. Eric's is really a brick. He just had it there. He heard that one from time. 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and here's the worst thing: they she gets a call. She she has to go uh, with Ethan to the Burnside Museum of Modern Art. He's having this whole masquerade party or whatever. And now we're back to Barbara. I don't know. Kind of oh, seems oh. like she's going f- freaking full out that she's a whore. <laughs> I hate no, to no, say so it. Even before we get to this point, now you got to think about this. Sorry, Alicia, I have to go write a paper until my boyfriend calls, which yeah. I'll immediately stop yeah, no. my paper and leave you here by yeah, yourself yeah. in your most panicked time. We don't need you here. Uh, yeah, just, I... hey, you know what? 
She's like, here's Netflix, you know, have some fun. Oh, go, I go got wild. This, uh, six foot of rope you asked me for. Here you go. I got to go out tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She really is such a self-involved asshole in this oh. book. This book shows it. However, I do just want to note real quick, so I probably would forget. I do like the panel where it's like a shattered glass where that shows her shattered concentration. Yeah, yeah And this yeah. double this double page spread of, of her and Ethan, Ethan walking through the party, and you kind of see them at four points in the party. This isn't like a brand new comic technique. Yeah. But I like it. I think it's yeah. handled okay. I think the conversation is stupid, but art-wise, I think this book is pretty damn good. That yeah, I like the decent, art. Decent storytelling. It's not great, but it's good. The, the art was really good for me until Ethan grabbed her to go run away to a secluded spot so they can make out, and then she looks like Barbara Cobblepot with that fucking pointed nose they gave her. Yeah, in there. yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, well, that's been a problem even before uh, old Wild Goose joined in. The, the nose has been either a button nose or a long thing, but it, it's just weird that they're there, they're talking, there's, you know, Barbara's talking to Ethan, and he's just like, his big thing is, hey, I bought you a toothbrush. Yeah. I, I, that Jesus is like the creepiest Christ. goddamn thing You're I ever heard. Is that weird? Bitch, you know yeah, I, mean? I was yeah, waiting for her to say, guy. like, I was waiting the whole time for her to say, whoa, whoa, what the fuck do you mean by that? Like, so either either you think I'm a whore or I have bad breath. Which one okay. is it? Uh, apparently, the way to a woman's pants, you know, is just buying a toothbrush. I, I, guess. I, I have no idea. I've been doing it wrong all these years. But you go on one date with one girl, yeah. and then you go to a party next time. Hey, I bought you a toothbrush. And they sneak so away. I'm going to go talk to some people, and but yeah. no, so we're going to leave later. We're going to fuck. Also, being a multimillionaire, that's part of it too. Let's not, yeah. you know, let's not cut him short but even here. Then, and being he's like, handsome. he goes and kisses her, and he's like, "How about that, baby?" And she goes, <laughs> "I know we got chemistry, but," and he's like, "Oh, by the way, I got your toothbrush." Is Red okay? And then she says, seriously? Red is great. Jesus like, or do you understand what he's saying here, Barbara? Because this that is, is her not... favorite. Yeah, favorite it color is. I mean, it is her favorite color of toothbrush. You got holes, and he's going to put it in I, something. I just wanted at least for him to say, cool, I'm going. And, and you get the idea that the kiss really was it wowed her. And then she's like, oh, my God, what did I just agree with? Because then she says, a toothbrush? He's serious about me. I can't see do what, this, but well, you don't, in it's the, too in the late. the third panel on that page, what you, what you can't see, it's kind of off panel. He's fingering her. Yeah. So it's a lot clearer to her what's happening, you know what I mean, like, than it is to us. She's like, oh, oh yeah, is, I know. I this, know what this is. About. This review is going to get us in a lot of hot water. No, no fuck that so. noise. This book That's is terrible. Tactic. <laughs> that th- she's there and she's in the bath you know she's putting on her lipstick in the bathroom and now she's there oh a toothbrush and like, then there's people said, talking the, the funniest thing this is the funniest thing so now she, she's got her boyfriend <laughs> is willing to have her spend the night she's all thrilled about it but also says wow this would be a good fucking time to break into his office like what a horrible bitch this is like, this what is, is wrong so with you? crazy it's so she's crazy. Such an asshole. Yeah, even the she's in the bathroom and there's people talking. And I got the idea that uh, uh, Hope Larson was going to go back to that, like, oh, these people are so petty, but they're just talking about real estate. And she goes, up oh, here I am listening to people talk about real estate. Whoa, it was me. Here I go. And then here and this, I am reading about people thinking about people yeah, talking yeah, about real estate. Yeah, really. And then she, like, Reggie said that. And she's like, yeah, it's time to break into that, you know, my boyfriend's thing that I seem to be smitten with now, but I'll break into his office. It's a good thing he has old windows. I'm wondering where the fuck he thinks she's going off to. Because he just said, yeah, hey, I'm going to go for a second. I'll be right back. And she just she's leaves. She's getting finger banged by everybody. Yeah, really. Because then Probably. she's attacked yeah. by somebody who looks straight out of... I, I, I don't You don't like go. those old you don't like the Keystone cops over here? The uh, the old uh, roustabouts that come around? 
Yeah, last these droogs. I thought it was. So, a, I thought yeah, Clockwork yeah. Orange had busted out. That's what yeah, I was going to say. It's like here. they're right from Clockwork Orange. She goes in there. They're fucking drop kicking her, and yeah, yeah it's just. It ends up being the Penguins guys, and he likes ping pong. And now I wonder, what the fuck is going on? Ping pong. He's like, do you want to play a game? No, I don't. That penguin, I don't really like ping pong. At least let's play some beer pong. I don't, what's going on in this thing? Fucking ping pong. We're going to play some beer pong because, you know, I am loose, but even I have my standards. i got to get really drunk if we're going to do this thing. Penguin. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm fancy a game. Ping pong. Dad without a couple of drinks. That's how it, it is. Right? At least have, have it be pool or something classy. Ping pong. Can you imagine the, the penguin playing ping pong? I, I, I don't see it. If we come back in next issue and we spend fucking up oh any pages of them playing ping pong, <laughs> playing ping pong. I'm going to kill you I guys. will love it. I will love it. I just playing ping pong is like boy, oh, and, ping pong issue. and I, like, just oh, make up good. terms too. It, make it like cricket. Oh, that was a schlizzy and freaking penguin. They actually they become fast friends playing ping pong. It's so well, I mean, ridiculous. I mean, the way it is here, it's like it's like this is the fucking penguin. I know that penguin has been kind of like a on and off, you know, an informant for Batman. It kind yeah, of has yeah. an uneasy. But, like, he's so not threatening here. Like, you really do feel like you're meeting your fucking boyfriend's dad. He's yeah. just like, hey, you want to play a game hey. of ping pong? Hey, yeah, you know, there's <laughs> ping pong here. We we like to play the ping pong. Because, yeah, she goes oh, and she sees the, the uh, she sees all these Penguin's henchmen. She's like, I knew it. He was working with his dad. And that's when uh, Penguin says quite the opposite. Fancy a game. And I would love it. He he looks back because he just knows. Oh, shit. It's ping pong. That's not. <laughs> Can we do this over again? Good. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. He's like, fancy a game. Now he's he's drawn a hopscotch fucking thing there. It's just so. <laughs> oh, this doesn't work. He, he just keeps going there. Out of his Jacks. Fancy a game. Hi, hi, hi. But yeah. I I like the art enough. Like like Eric yeah. said, though, uh, Batgirl does kind of change. But really, if this is a day in the life of, of Batgirl, I don't want to be in her life anymore. Well, I mean, I, I think what we found out is that Barbara Gordon is not someone we want to, you know, be. No, like, I don't want to be her friend. I, I really like an don't. Asshole. And really, no. that's even if we go, you know, you go a little deeper. Like she even seems a little pissed that Frankie moved out because now she's got a fake double. <laughs> It's like yeah. everything is awful. She's, She's telling so little kids. With everything. It's always she all is worse her. than me. Like, these kids, like? these little kids are so happy to play this game. Let them have a little joy. Nope, it's data mining. And then the, the girl's all paranoid, thinks somebody's going to fucking, you know, abduct her. She is the, she's the killer of dreams, Batgirl, in this book. And it's nonsense. But I know. What did you give it, Reggie? Well, uh, overall, I like the art, and like I mentioned, I did like a lot of the layout and plotting choices. I didn't think it was anything revolutionary, but I do like to see a little something, you know, special in a book like that yeah. double page spread or whatever. Um, it pretty much blew, but it, you know, I guess my expectations on Batgirl are already pretty low because I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, uh, I would actually go. Oh, it's tough. I almost want to give it a fuck you five. <sighs> I'll go four nine. I'll go four nine. I just everything about her. Uh, there has to be somebody that gets back to writing her as a. First off, not she isn't even a strong woman in this. It, it's like she oh. is just a. Like you said, she's a. 
I don't know. She just she's seems like, like Kathy. Remember Kathy? From she, yeah, Kathy. she's so self-centered. <laughs> she just she's supposed to be nice, and she doesn't come like, off that way. Out. And there's she, so much anxiety over yeah, everything. It's like she's not smart. Uh, she does the stupidest things. She, the whole thing with that toothbrush. I don't know why. Hope Larson would Creepiest ever throw that in. I don't up. know. Wait, and I she say, goes with it. Fingering her, I mean, he was shoving a toothbrush handle <laughs> up her. I didn't. I, I, I got <laughs> it. At wrong. least, at least make it the toothbrush holder, not the toothbrush itself. <laughs> the holder, at least you can, uh, you know, you can wash that. No, you, you don't want it, the toothbrush up there. Then you can't ever use that again. But I just, yeah, I'll go four nine. What would you give it, Aaron? I, I actually got quiet towards the end of this goddamn talk just because I started thinking I had no score in mind going into this whole thing. You know, I read the book and I'm like, I'll, I'll wait till we talk about it. But I think I said at the beginning when we started this that there was like they took everything I hated about this, you know, Batgirl series and threw it yeah. all into this one yeah. issue because I actually got quiet because I wanted to think, is there anything in this book that I enjoyed? You're giving it like, a fuck you, know, you five, aren't you? No, no, I can't no, give it a score that high. You're going lower. You're going lower. Um, the thing is, I like the art enough. There I are like some pop, art. like once once you get away from the fucking you know, like close ups, all of the freaking detail goes away, and it really diminishes yeah. the freaking you know the way this yeah, book yeah, looks. Yeah. But Barbara Gordon is terrible at everything. We have to do this eidetic memory shut off, which is the most bullshit goddamn thing you can fucking Why think would of. You it do does that? nothing. And I'm telling you, she's terrible at Alicia. We have to have this whole data mining fucking you know the more you know kind of shit right there thrown in. Yeah. And it's, and even get the whole thing with Ethan Koppelby. It was creepy, and she's all fucking about it. Yeah, and it's she's just, all just about no, it. None of, nothing in this book fucking makes sense for the character that we grew up with and we love. She's just a fucking bubbly teenager who has no real ability at anything anymore. And I just really hate reading this fucking book. 3.5 out of 10. Okay, yeah, Ooh. and you're right, because the biggest thing she had, she's one of the smartest characters, and she's not in this book, and oh, yeah. nothing ever happens in this book. It's just, I've had enough, but the it's next a, it's book... It's amazing for what she used to be, which is like one of the smartest people, but Eric, yeah. would you agree? Would you agree that the art, even though there are problems when we lose some detail, that the art is not the problem here? That no, no, it's absolutely not. If the story was good, we'd be. I think you know, that's right on board the three, three of those points for Eric or the no, art. No, no, no. Three point yeah. five. Three point five is the art. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Honestly, I, I actually sat there and I thought, I thought about it so goddamn hard while you guys were fucking talking. I'm like, there is not a single aspect of this issue that I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Except well, for the art. I, I think I might say that about the next issue yeah, because the next issue, the yeah, the next issue, I, I don't even know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, it was <sighs> Suicide Squad number fourteen, written by Rob Williams, art by John Romita Jr., Richard Friend, Dean White, Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Adriana Lucas. I keep looking for something I can't get. Goo goo eyes between Rick Flag and Harley, and I can't see any way to start. Caring about this. Waller is back. It should be cataclysmic instead. I'm just wishing they were all back in prison. Who'd have thought a book like this could suck like this? Oh, <laughs> this book died in my hands tonight. It must have been something I read. This book died in my hands tonight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This book died in my hands tonight. Rustum's plan is dumb and I don't give a shit. Should have given it back to Jim. Should <laughs> give it back to Jim. I don't want it back. <laughs> don't give it to me, no. Yeah. And, uh, this book uh, has truly become a piece of garbage, but I really just want to start before we jump into it. Is this 
one of the worst comic book covers you've ever seen in your life. Yes. 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 I it mean, is. I mean, what the motherfucker? This reminds me of Eric knows it's what I'm talking to, about. It's that, supposed to be old, old school. You know, you, Rob Liefeld drew an old like Captain America cover where there were a bunch of heads floating around. Oh you yeah. Know? But that's what this like. What the they're, fuck? They're in the reborn this, arc. This yeah, is yeah. the worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's, it's awful. And, uh, and and the best part is. <laughs> I think it gets worse inside. I, I'm telling you, even the um, whoever did the uh, variant cover, it, it, it's a nonsense to me as well. I don't even know what that that fucking cover is. It just it wasn't Lieber Mayo on the variant. I don't. I don't know. I don't. It just looks terrible. The whole so, the whole issue looks awful. Uh, John Romita Jr. I, I is, don't mind the backup art that much. No, again, art. even the backup <laughs> art is a little <laughs> off, and. I, I, yeah, I believe the backup art is Eddie Barrows, right? That makes sense. Yeah, I think it is. But even then, I was just like, I just want to get the fuck out of this book. I, 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 I think if the back half was the whole book, we could be a lot more critical. But coming after John Romita, you're like, wow, this looks like a fucking... It is, but I mean, even the part where you, you go through that backup just to go... Uh, Boomerang looks like he's like 12. I just, yeah. but that first, the first, but that John Romita art in this book, I mean, there are things that people can say, like, hey, you know, some people don't mesh with a certain book or characters or whatever. I, I don't know what John Romita Jr. is doing on this book. It's awful. See, it I'm going to come out and awful. say something that you guys might not like, but besides for the Rustum stuff, I think there is a decent story going on here. I'm telling you, Rustam is the main focus. The whole idea, though, where, you know, we have Harley Quinn discovering freaking Hack's body and just fucking going nutso. And, like, I'm going to, like, you, she calls out to everybody else, you know, who's still on the goddamn Suicide Squad who are out and about because the brain bombs have been turned off. But this whole idea, like, look, we're not heroes, but one of our own has fucking fallen. If we don't do shit about this, nobody else will. And she like she doesn't get a response. And she goes after Rustam and his new fucking crew on her own. I actually found myself really liking this whole yeah, thing. But I know, thought it was I fucking hate, nonsense. Ramita Jr.'s fucking it. art, though, so I, much. I'm telling I, you, the story itself, I'm well, telling well, for, you, could have been all, told I'm, in three panels. There is nothing to this whole story. Nothing, nothing at all. Going, it's a lot I, of I, just yelling. Again, look, look at what's happening on the in the first page. Is fucking they've demolished Washington D.C. and they're shooting politicians in the street. Where do where's the Justice League? Seriously. Yeah. Where where yeah. are the Green Lantern Corps? What the fuck is you know what I mean? Like yeah. how can you do this? I thought you guys wanted to have a, a coherent universe. You can't have these fucking like no especially that, events that have no no response from anybody. No, Nobody and can. the point was the Justice League just left. You know, just probably a day ago, and they they you know, and all, all shits right, going all wrong. Right. All right. And basically, where like is I said, anybody else. I, mean, I, I don't even get that. He's so in El Paso. Yeah. Somebody yeah. would say. Somebody would would have something to say. Even, even the, the, the new JLA could be there. Whatever. But yeah, shit's going wrong. I I'm telling you, the whole thing with Harley could have been one page. There was no, nothing to the story. Nonsense. Har Harley flips out because Hack is dead. They find Hack is dead because Boomerang killed. Her in the last thing, although I'm sure she's not really dead. We did see her going digital. She she like threatens Harcourt, which is supposed to be a big thing. I don't give a shit about Harcourt, no, nor do I. I really don't give a shit about Hack. What? I don't give a shit about Harcourt. Isn't and she this... also mole because she saw she saw Hack get stabbed. She was standing right there. So obviously Harcourt. Oh yeah, she's is, in on it. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Uh, you know, she what the hell did she find out here? I don't even know. No, she doesn't. Harcourt <laughs> won't give it up. 
so they scram, they leave, they uh, they decide they can all break up, but she gets on the um, the horn. This was bullshit, too, where even though the brain bombs are turned off, the speakers work now. Yeah, that's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, the speakers I, work. I, I think that's bullshit. I think the whole idea of of the brain bomb having a communication device is not is absolute fucking that nonsense. That is bullshit as well. Yep. I'm telling you, yeah. the thing is, if it was just a regular communication system that they still had, this works way better in my mind. Because I do like the speech that Harley gives. I like the whole idea where, you know what? I might be crazy, but I'm going to go out crazy as well then, and I'm going to take all these motherfuckers on on my own because this is what I'm going to do. I'm like, we have had this story with Sean Ryan where she didn't want to be this monster anymore, and this one, it kind of, it brought me back to that a little bit where she was going to take matters into her own hands. I fucking hated it because I didn't get any sort of connection with Hack, and I didn't think Harley did either. Harley seemed annoyed with her. She seemed fucking, you know, the whole time. the last issue, she gave her a pep talk. She was like, that that, that was the connection, but you're right. Yeah. Nothing's been established, nor do I really feel like this team is really well established that that they, she would say something to them like that. You know, like, you know, I know they've had adventures going pr- prior to Rebirth, but taken just as Rebirth, they've done one thing. Then they yeah. fucked around in Bell Rev si- ever since. It's been like nine issues now. They've been in this same fucking place forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't done anything together, you know, except for implied other adventures. Um, I hated it. I, I really, yeah, and, well, I really here's the thing is the, the whole thing with me is there's Harley. You know what? I'm going to go out crazy, whatever. Slice Harcourt's throat. Case closed. You're done. Yeah, you That's go. all you need to do. It's not rust. You know, it's not rust them. It, it's Harcourt. Harcourt. She, you know, Harley can say you can pretty much figure out. You know what? You bitch. You were involved in in Amanda Waller going down. Now you let this happen. I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna go home. And and even if she said like you know slice her throat and then say hey guys. I know that we don't have the brain bombs, but I still think that we can make a good team. Let's meet up here. Let's go. And then maybe from there, fight Rustam. But I don't I see this, she, let's go like, get Rustam. Rustam came at us. He killed Waller, took away Katana, took away Flag, made Deadshot turn on us, you know, and Hack. Hack yeah, is but dead. Again, so I don't, pays. That's yeah, the way to me, roll, I don't, right? that, that the whole Deadshot thing, it, that, to me, again, it's off. Why would you blame? Why don't you go after and kill Deadshot, not Rusta? Rusta no, made him go Deadshot against. As well. Fuck that! But even that, I would have she if she's that concerned. Why didn't she kill Harcourt? Why didn't she kill her right then? She is the one that you would think even beyond Rustum is involved in this and is the bad person. She even says to her all this, but then she just punches her and then lets her go and then takes off and goes. It's just ridiculous to me. And it's all just and goes to smoke and too. mirrors that That's, does nothing. I love that too. It's like just hop in a fucking thing and just fly off to Karak. Who the hell's flying? I guess she flew her own fucking yeah. helicopter, but this whole idea you can just go over there with no problem. Yeah. This is also just well. This is also very convenient because Rustam and his crew step through a portal in Washington D.C. Right and this there. is where they wind up. Like why? Why are we correct? What's going I'm on? Saying, those were the coordinates that Hack gave her over the yeah. freaking uh, the computer before she yeah. left. Still though, so, it's, so how did she know? know? You know what I'm saying? He just seemed to just go off. I, whatever the case may be, I thought it was. And the ridiculous. thing is, too, my, another problem I have with this book though is this whole Rustam out of nowhere. You know, he has his team together. He's taking down all freaking types of government to make the people free again. Whatever the fuck he wants to do here, but. 
When did his plasma scimitar turn into a it's, glowing uh, broadsword? Uh, this has happened here. Fucking. This thing has teleportation deal now that we all of a sudden out of nowhere. It's not the same look anymore. I, know. I can understand if they want to add powers to it, which yeah. we don't understand, but now it doesn't even have the same fucking look. No, and, and he's had this like, teleportation that was out of nowhere. Prison. I didn't know he yeah. was destroying every government. I mean, what the, what the, what is his plan? What is happening? I, I, thought, this, I thought it was all a wreck. And then you go and you have a backup. And again, the the weird thing about the backup—you anyway, just you missed the big thing. Fuck that. Dutch shot Harley, and then Harley yeah. was like Rick, like this this relationship between Rick and yeah. Harley that's that never developed. We're supposed yeah. to give a shit about it. Harley, again. Like, and she's bleeding out. That's no, never happened. she's it, bleeding out. The, the the thing yeah. I was going to say. Then we go to this backup, and it's a weird deal. Because it's not really a full-out backup. It, it is no, very, it like... it continues the story. Yeah, now you are getting to the point where nobody can fucking finish a, a fucking issue of this book. I don't understand. Every other book ha- doesn't have these goddamn problems. You have John Romita Jr. on here. His art's horrible. Just have him do another fucking five horrible pages and call it a day. Yeah. You have this backup... And even that, I said, Eddie Barrows, I thought it was a little off anyway. But the whole thing say, is no, just... I, I like it. This reminded me a lot of Old Swamp Thing. Yeah. And that's yeah. it definitely, you know, it definitely but, plays... Oh, they the are in the Louisiana well, Swamp. Well, even that, though, they go and, and there's Snake Moon, going yeah. There's Killer Croc, and he's got June Moon, and there's Boomerang. It's just nonsense. It's all nonsense. I, they don't even... You can't... There's no story to even follow it's, that's it's worth the, anything the in this. It's the most contrived shit. So, so they take the heed from Harley, and then June Moon, well, actually, Enchantress, uh, Killer Croc and Boomerang team up to go where you know to correct. Also, everyone yeah. to correct. You know, like I don't know. I don't know why they just didn't have them all fucking teleport. Why make it even more <laughs> yeah, complicated really. than it has to be? Who gets, yeah, because no, really they, they go from this shit anymore. they go from pretty much Louisiana to correct within what appears to be thirty seconds. Yeah. I, they yeah, they it's, show it's a quick up flight. They have yeah, a lot of direct yeah. flights. From because Virginia, you do see they get the flight. word from Harley. Off they go. But yeah, it's quick flight, and out comes Amanda Waller. She's the bitch back. is back. The bitch is back. And this back. is supposed to be a big reveal, and I just saw it, and I was like, "Yep." <sighs> you yeah, know, like yeah. fucking. Oh, so basically, everything we've read is more or less pointless. Uh, everything, yes. you know what I mean? Obviously, it's we're going to go back to reset, and then I, I just have one question, guys. What, what Why are General, we reading it? Or what, what? What happened to General Zod? Anybody know what happened to him? Is he still he's just under back. the bed, chilling? Yeah, he's, he's coming back. So I would say he's at the facility. Right. I don't cool. know. It's uh, like to that, me, that was supposed to be such a big fucking thing. It's still got a big. They got him under control. Then they had that crossover, and and now we're not even talking this about bu- it anymore. This book's a disaster. And really, it if is. it was me, if I was if I was Mister DC up there in the on my high horse, I would right now say, "Listen, stop this nonsense. We're gonna take a month off." We're going to make this a monthly book. We're going to get the fucking Antonius Daniels going to be on the art anyway coming up. He's and he's he's going to do complete nice. issues, I guess. But yeah, I'd make this a monthly book, get Antonius Daniels on it. Have uh, freaking Rob Williams fucking do a reset. Like you said, Amanda Waller's back. Get rid of Rustum. Nobody wanted Rustum in that goddamn Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Eric thought they were going to kill him off. He thought he was because the slipknot of the was. deal. And, and he's and he, the biggest thing. And then he actually thing. had that one issue, that one tie-in issue where he like fucked with her family member yeah, fuck with and, family. and it was like it was like wow this is our right way to send him off you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? like wow he got his last yeah got his last punch in on on amanda he said waller here, showed her yeah. where she's vulnerable all right he can go the fuck worst off. part no, if it's you, like forever yeah. with this guy. And, and the worst part is you think of this the justice league came in they fought all these things they had this is a loose end that they just let go 
they they know Rustum is out and about. They the Justice League just like you know fucking wiped the dirt off him and said fucking smell you later. You know you at deal least with the your shit. Are taking about Doctor Polaris. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even Doctor Polaris at the point was out and about. It put like what is going on with Rustum? Why isn't why didn't they stop him? He went away. It's just ridiculous. And yeah. just to have this, I would just say okay, just tie this the fuck up. And then let's start something new. And I do think Rob Williams was was kind of hampered at the beginning. He had his you know his arms tied because of the art having only oh, half the issue with Jim Lee the whole time. Yeah, remember, this, this was, is a disaster. John Peter was supposed to come later. Yeah, and he yeah. Came, this like it's this the solicits are all out of whack. Yeah, with this. yeah. And, and yep. There's a story behind this in the editorial. Yeah, that we had. Not, here's not the thing: Rob Williams a pass. He's still no, a writer. So because at one point stuff. we were supposed to get Riley Rossimo for like two issues, and uh, that yep, was yep. fucking ditched. And they made John Romita. That's why he's only doing half issues because it was like a late addition. Even this story wasn't supposed to happen now, or, no. or something, or there was something Just different terrible. about it. Yeah, Whatever the case, at least this is a, one of the rarer instances where the art actually is affecting my, you know, where, you know, usually if the art isn't so great, but the story is great, we can, I can deal with it. Yeah. But with the story being kind of, kind of shitty and the art being shitty, it really drags my feeling down for the book. It's like, it's become one of these things. I'm just like, I've got to get, get into this again. And I don't even know. I, I just find myself checking out on the entire pages. Yeah. I got to go back and read them like, oh, what the fuck happened on that? Uh, I mean, you know, you guys practically had to explain half of the goddamn thing to me. We're sitting right here. So uh, I gave this book a 3.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I think you're going high. I know Eric Eric seems to like the whole Harley thing. I'm I'm going going three. And everything you said, I just, it's nonsense. This book is, if anybody was excited about this book, I can't see anybody sticking with this book. I, I know me and you thought it was fun the first couple, but I can't see anybody sitting there like, man, I can't wait for the next issue of Suicide Squad. It's just been a, a wreck, and I, I hate it. I actually I'm hate it. it. One of them things, though, is like, you know, I talked about in Green Lanterns or how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps, how I went in with such high hopes and shit like that and just fucking really disappointed me. This, like any other time we talk about it, I just fucking read. I'm like, OK, here we go. Fucking yeah, Suicide yeah, Squad yeah, again. Yeah. And by the end, I'm like, you know what? I didn't mind reading that. I fucking hate John Romita Jr.'s art. Jar, jar. But uh, I like the backup uh, like art enough. It actually got me, you know, I like the whole dark tone of the swamp. And the colors were even, like, really good. But even, yeah, that the art, but even that backup story is like a, let's go back to when this happened and just show you a different, it's just, to me, I'm telling you, it, 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 was, it shouldn't have been a backup. I'm telling you, this is all one story the way I read it. You know, we're just, go, you know, filling in the gaps here with this fucking backup for no reason, but... I like the whole rallying the troops together and the whole thing where they're willing to die for this whole yeah. thing. Even though, you know, Captain Boomerang, he's a fucking heel. He kills Hack. He knows this. Nobody else does. But he's willing to die to atone yeah, which for I thought for the that, shit he's I, I thought that was way off his character, too. He wouldn't have done that. He would have been in fucking Australia by now. He wouldn't have fucking cared about them. He, he doesn't I, I, care I just, about them. I thought Neither does Killer Croc. He, he's there with June Moon. I don't think they would go either. Everything seemed off. And like you said, all of a sudden the big thing was Harley even seemed like half of it was her love for Rick Flag. Yeah, they're really pushing oh that God. shit. I'm telling That's you. There's so Katana so doing nothing. She's just sitting there. Normal. Katana's <laughs> just fucking in chains. She because does nothing. Of much, because of how much I enjoyed the Harley bits, you know, the whole, you know, going crazy and just taking on this whole group by herself. I found it really cool. And the backup art, I would give it a 5.8 out of 10. Yeah, actually, Whoa. since you went uh, higher than us, I'm going to have to go a little lower to even it out. I'm now 2.5. 
Okay. I just, fair, I th- again, the whole Harley thing could have been done in one panel of her saying that, and it's so extended. And and then you go to the backup, which goes back for what when she does say it's the. I'm just telling you, Boomerang to me gets that message, and it's like, fuck you, and off he goes. Did you, did you get kind of convergence chills from that too, from the whole yeah. fucking? Yeah, that's what it was like. It, got the, it was like the earthquake. You know, all of a sudden, yeah. you're like. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, when yeah. Talos was like with the announce, they need to read like part of his announcement in some of the books, and yeah. it was like it was. I don't yeah, know. I just I, got to find it. I just did not like it. But we're gonna go to the next issue where I'll I'm gonna just. What's that? You're gonna go make a sandwich because I'd like I to am. go make a sandwich. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Y'all. Yeah, I'm gonna this, listen uh, to you, Reggie, but I'm gonna go make a sandwich. Side Squad was a goddamn gem compared to the Hellblazer yes. number eight, written by Simon Oliver, art by Philip Tan and Elmer Santos. I am he, and John is he, and Mercury, and this comic book is nonsense. <laughs> See how they walk in Paris for a talk for half the book. <laughs> Where's Swamp Thing? Where's Swamp? <laughs> Where's Swamp Thing? Where's Swamp Thing? <laughs> Story matters nothing. Trapes around the Eiffel Tower. Man, you should have seen the thing about the gin. Several issues since I forgot the whole damn point. They're Jim and Eric. My name is Reggie. Hellblazer's garbage. I hate this fucking book. Are you done? I'm done, yeah. Because I want to tell you, I'm done with this book. I I was reading it. It was taking me forever. And Eric said it to me as well. I actually didn't even know what the fuck was going on until the very end. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I I remember. When we we see that dude who stole that book, it all came rushing back. But that was like the last page because up until that point, I had no idea why Constantine was in jail or why we were doing any of this because I forgot the last issue completely. it's just yeah, that, he, that he woke up in front of the uh, the gendarme, the police, you know. Uh, I, I just want to say at, at the top that the art in this Philip Tan, it's interesting. It looks like yeah, it's, it's like interesting. Anime. Yes, yeah, it's I, wrong I, this book. Yeah, uh, that's all. It, it just doesn't work for this book. Fucking John Constantine looks like a cherub. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he does. I, I would I would love to see Philip Tan work on something else. Matter of fact, even though I hate that book too, he would be a great match for Gotham Academy. But there yeah. are other books I would like to see. He's wrong here and. Uh, not only just yeah, just not only just that, but effort. Jesus, how is this trade gonna look? Every oh issue God. is a, a different, uh, and this is a monthly book. You don't Where need to have I seven trillion. Is gonna be a trade? Yeah, <laughs> I, it it really is. It, it's not good. It, I I again, it's one of those books that I wonder who they're writing this for. I, I really don't know. that You you yeah, have probably, a character. I, I am a fucking Hellblazer fan. And yes. I, and this book is absolute garbage. I would tell anyone to stay far away from it. I immediately got pissed off at it because they're speaking in French in the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, there's no, there's no friggin', you know, subtitles here. What's going on? And there's, there's sometimes continuing. there are sometimes, yeah, all sometimes there are translate in some of them. And it's like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, you either yeah. translate no, or you yeah. don't. You, know, you either go know, Chewbacca, where you know they react to it like somebody's like What? What? You want to know my name? My name's Constantine. You know, you do it that way, or you translate. They go back and forth. They go back and forth. 
it, yeah, it's it, nonsense. It, it really annoys the the living shit. And I even was able to read some of it, and it's pointless, you know. But but it, it that annoyed the crap out of me. The whole exchange there was bullshit. Then then we yes. see Mercury is talking to, I guess, a djinn in the other dimension. The brother of the djinn. Yeah, it's the, the, the yeah yeah it's the, the brother. Did, yeah. Didn't she leave this guy in that other dimension? God. Remember when she they were fighting giant monsters when she like was on her way back from the rot. Do you remember any of this? Oh yeah, yeah. She went through that fucking portal on through the rot and then uh, she went and went and found this guy. Now it seems like she can just go and yeah, now it seems like she can just open that doorway whenever she wants and goes and talks yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talks whatever, to him. You know, so so he promises her and that was the thing. Like we 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 thought that that the bad guy was on Earth, but it seems like the good the good Jin brother is on Earth, but he's got a bad I think they're both evil. Plan. I don't even know what the plan is. What are they going? What is the end game here? What are they going to do? Nope. We have no fucking know. idea. Uh, the Jin offers her whatever fame, fortune, and you know bigger boobs if she Basically, turns on John Constantine. He, She's like, I was going to fucking for anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's definitely going to be a uh, switcheroo here, but she's like, turn on John Constantine, no fucking problem. That guy's a dickhead anyway, and he turns me around. right now. And uh, she pops out. She she she. Back in the hospital, she's told she has to bail out John. She bails him out. Uh, what the hell even happens here? There's a confrontation. I don't even know what's even happening in this scene right here. I totally fucking forget. There's a confrontation that seems like nothing at all. Then they go to look at this other woman who has a relic, right? Is that what this is? Yeah. No, she's going. She's going to go find the the book that the freaking guy from the last issue stole. I don't know any of their names because there are these crazy French names that I do not fucking get put in my goddamn head when I read these. This, this, he's got to perform a ritual in order to like get her. Yes. Get this well, no, that's the, the thing. Like once they discover her, she's looking for the book. They don't know exactly what they're looking for, but through you know, just like you know. And the thing is, so uh, like uh, they have this back and forth that's fucking terrible. Like, oh, you said I was good at this. Well, I like you are good at this. Well, you just said, I'm like, God damn it. Would you stop with this fucking babble? I, I hated. I hated this whole scene. This whole fucking conversation. It was like it was like bullshit. You know, what I mean, it reminds me of you know. A Russ Meyer film, except I didn't enjoy it at all. You know what I mean? Where they're talking in double entendres, and I, I I'm just so checked out of what the fuck. I, but the whole, the whole point. Like, the whole, what the about whole point. Abigail Crane? I thought that was the whole thing they were doing. What happened to finding Abigail Crane? Kane. You know, uh, or, no, it's it's a uh, it's Crane. <laughs> Abigail Crane. Yeah, I I don't care. <laughs> You're talking. Who I'm does, fucking just. I'm, I'm zoning uh, they, out. They do this. They do this ritual. Uh, she's like, oh, look up, the ritual's tough, and he's kind of using it as leverage over this woman, you know, somehow, and she's whatever, and then it seems to get away from him at the end, and then we go, and there's also this this bookended thing with, uh, you know, the original excavation that I guess probably unleashed the djinn power to begin with. Uh, arcane, I'm sorry, Arcane. Arcane, you're right, that's it, hey, that's right, Abigail Arcane. Oh, yeah, arcane yeah, oh, and, I, yeah uh, Abigail Arcane, I didn't even know who you guys were talking about. I yeah. bet that, because she was queen of the rot, like that, to yeah. me, that was the whole thing. Fucking Swamp Thing practically died to try to get, you know, this information, and she's supposed to go find Abigail. That that went away. Now it's this whole thing with the gin. What the fuck? What? Who cares? We, ha- then we, we have to find this book that this kid stole in the last issue, and to do that, they find a shoe that the guy lost. But Constantine performs a spell, so the shoe will return to its owner, and they can follow it to get the book and do whatever fucking hocus pocus they want to do with that. We see the shoe flying. To find the- out about the gin. Yes. yes. I don't care. I don't care. I hate this book. I don't, the whole story has gone completely off the rails. I the stakes seem like nothing. I don't understand. Like what is what's the what's the problem? If they don't find what they're looking for, is the earth in peril? 
or is every is it just well, nobody wants any dirty gins everywhere? No, uh, who it, wants apparently, those? Apparently, they've been walking among us for fucking ever anyway, so what the hell's the goddamn difference? Every time I talk about stuff like this, I always go back to the Wishmaster, where the Wishmaster, you had to, you know, you, you revived him, You gr- he grants you three wishes, and on the third wish, when he grants it, you open a doorway to the rest of the Jinn world, and they take over the world at the end. The end. But, but we always find a way to stop it beforehand. Yeah. I, I'm actually, I'm going to make the, the deal. Next time While we're talking about this, I actually I know that we've said over and over that we thought Superwoman would be the first cancellation. I think it'll be this. I think this book well, is going to be canceled. Uh, maybe then I, I said the weird thing is it's almost like they don't really want to straight up cancel a book because uh, it kind of seems like that that's admitting that things aren't working out fully a hundred percent. I think that they're going to wait until after these big events to do this sort of thing. But I think this is going to be one of the first. What are the numbers like on this book? What, yeah, they're, they're not super? great. They're not great. Awesome. I think they're, super, they're, right? yeah, they're, they're bad. And I think that just because you see they they are rotating artists, they can't find anybody who seems what? to want to stick there or they don't want to have stick. about the first issue that, that I found good. And I think you got, I don't know if both of you liked it. I think Eric liked it too. Remember that Wonder Woman and Shazam reacted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. bad. What was happening? And we were like, wow, finally there's going to be something. And the fact that like Swamp yeah. Thing was there, I was all hyped. On it was going to be that it was a connected universe that we wanted and to have. And that has it gone be. totally away. Yeah, you know, it's gone. Mean, all of that is wiped away. Every character is brand new we don't remember their names because we don't know who's important well, yeah we don't care we fucking you know uh unusual names and, to you know, and i dumb. know that i know that uh me and eric like that we actually mentioned to each other that 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 issue this week we were talking about stuff and shazam and again people are begging for shazam and oh shazam he did show up in this book and it seemed very cool and it seemed to be connected you even said like you never see that anymore with him and that's so cool and then since then you had swamp thing there which again swamp thing doesn't have a book so why not keep him in this book and he just disappeared he just I goes love away. It. I mean, that, that's what I was hoping for. Your like, dark I kept, trinity. I kept saying wanted. over and over, this would have been the dark trinity. Telling you, at some point, you could have even you could have had fucking Animal Man show up at some point. You could have done a lot of fun things with this book. I would have been nothing is that. fun. It's, yeah. it's all of that has evaporated. Like I, yeah. you know what I mean. So, the fact that I didn't get what I wanted is one thing, but I'd, I'm not getting anything at all. I give a shit about it. This isn't no. even a compelling story. Nope. It seems to have run totally off the rails. I don't know who's minding the store. I hate it, and and while the art, I do like the art intrinsically. I think it's way wrong for this book, and and I would think that even if I think the story was good. No, I although, agree. I thought that I like you. I thought the art was interesting, but it did not feel right for this. No, book. it didn't fit. It didn't fit. Oh, and uh, to let you know, Reggie, last month Hellblazer sold twenty one thousand four hundred and fifty yeah. estimated. Are you uh, kidding me? Really? Yeah, yeah, but that's like, the thing. That's that's one of the lower ones. That's not that's not horrible. Or, I mean, that's not good. That that's actually pretty bad. Yeah, Superwoman's uh, below that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Superwoman to me has more to do with the overall rebirth story. This book, like we just said, this book seems to be isolated all of a sudden. And really, if this book's canceled, you, you don't have anything that's going to affect anything else. You all it's of a sudden yeah, have Superwoman canceled. Comic. They have this whole thing with Lana and all that this tying Superman's into everything. Superman's almost seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Again, that that's probably going to go too. Cyborgs soon. at sixteen. Yeah. Blue Beetles at fifteen. Uh, almost yeah. sixteen. So yeah, I I am telling you, I, I, I still say, think I'd rather that talk this about is... the numbers here than actually talk about this book anymore. Yeah, well, I, I just I think that this is. Honestly, the Amazon's fourteen thousand. Yeah, but that's not a that's not. I know. A long going. I know. 
So, uh, anyway. and also like Cyborg, they actually changed a monthly. So I think that that gives it a bit of a, a time that they're going to see if that might help. It's I don't know how, I don't know down. how that would help it, but yeah, you can't, these other books, these monthly, uh, are nonsense like this, this, and I say that this Superwoman, they should be canceled. They're terrible books and Blue Beetle. I like new Superman, but those yeah, others yeah. are just nonsense, but. Anything else? Because I, I have nothing to say about this book. I, I hated is, it. Uh, yeah. I gave it a two out of ten, which I think is my lowest ever score. Okay. And yeah. frankly, I could have given it a one point five. Well, I'm telling you, I'll go two just because I know that that's you know I know that you are a fan. I, I can't even say I care anything about this book. I was reading no, it. No. I messaged you and said I am fucking struggling. To get through it without I messaged fucking you earlier in the week. I was like, myself. oh my God, it's a fucking nightmare. And it's you know weird I mean? because there's been so times, bad. there are times when you will have fun by saying, like, oh, wait, do you read this issue? And they're like, oh, yeah. and I even can sense, like, at the one point, I forget what book it was. It's like, you're going to turn religious uh, reading this. You're going <laughs> to figure. And, but when you told me about this issue, there was no fun in it. No, it wasn't like I you, was you were just like, this issue sucks, and you actually, I'll tell you what you said, and I, Eric has probably had the same problem as well. You said, I don't even want to write a review. It's got yeah. me so down, and this is how I was with that Odyssey of the Amazons. I told you that last issue of Odyssey of the Amazons, you, you read it, and you're just like, why? why? Now I have to fucking you know, struggle. With, and those are the worst. Some people are like, oh, it's so great when you, you rip a book apart. It's the worst. It, it could be the worst. Yeah. yeah, and you just you don't know what to say, and you don't want to be too mean. But it, the book is and terrible. And overwriting the review, trying to fucking yeah. talk about yeah, that's and then you're trying to justify yourself. For one, for one thing, you don't want to spend a lot of time on a book that you hate. You'd rather spend the time talking yeah. about a book that you like. But yeah. I, I don't want to dump a lot of words into into a, a review no. for a book like this. But also, it forces you have to look at it twice, you know, which is, yeah. I don't even want to look. I no. was unhappy with looking at it the first time, and now we had to I'm talk about it again. I, now I've looked at the book fucking three times. The next, the next thing you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to write a review like I did with the movement back in the New 52, where I just basically said, I'm fucking done. If you like this book, fucking sayonara, have fun, and then, you know, enjoy your life. But I'm done. You know, I, I will, I will, you know what I mean? I will see it through because yeah. I'm. A masochist yeah. like that, but it, but it does make it difficult. A, a book, I'll put it this way though: a book like Batgirl, which we also didn't like, but I did have yeah. more fun with it because of the yeah. ridiculousness of some of those scenes. And you can criticize it more on a specific level. Be like, I didn't like this. I didn't like this. This didn't ring true. Barber's an asshole. Yep. Th there's su there's substance here. This book is like. I don't know what's going on, and I don't care about the things that are happening in the book. Or none of the characters ring true. I only really know one of them, and it's yeah. fucking John Constantine. Fuck this yeah. book. That's yeah, that's it. Period. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's a piece of shit. And if you're buying it, I feel very sorry for yes, you. Yes. Yeah. And some people will continue to buy it because they're fans. They want to support their character. But really, it, it, the only way you're going to get a change is to just you're drop doing it. nothing. Just you're drop not doing it. anybody any favors no, with this. No. Uh, but that's your books, Reggie. Uh, what about Eric? You're not... Oh, yeah, Rich? Eric. What is your score? I God just want to get the fuck out of here. Get me. I know. Look, look I'm going to solid... I'm going to go with Reggie on this one. Two out of ten because... That's what I'm saying. I'm going with Reggie. He's a huge fan. If he says two, I'm going with it. Exactly. And the thing is, I am not invested in this book, and I realize oh. that immediately when I open this, and I have no idea what happened previously. And then I try to think what the story's about, and I can't tell you that either. And the art, you know, we like I said, we were interested in the art. Doesn't work for this book, so there's really no takeaway from this that's no. anything enjoyable. That sucks. Yeah. It sucks. I hate that. Now I'm down. 
But we're yeah. going to go off to you, Reggie, you and Chris. Uh, you talking both Mother Panic and Doom Patrol? Is that what yeah, came both, out this week? Both number five issues, that's right. Nice. nice, nice. So we'll go there, and I know for a fact that you like Doom Patrol better than most of the books that we just talked about. So at least I know yeah. that. At least it'll true. pick up a little bit. And to be honest, I like Mother Panic more than the books okay. we talked about. And I didn't yeah. like Mother Panic that much either. No, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then me and Eric will be back probably to shit on some other books. I, I, I'm getting down. I really am. I I know that people like to hear us scream and yell or whatever. It's not fun, though. I, no. I like when we really, really like a book. And it, like boy, when we were reading American Alien, that was some of the yeah. best goddamn times. Yeah, on I the loved podcast it. For us. And that's here's the thing: when we do this, all of a sudden you start talking. You're like, "Holy shit! We just talked for an hour. Oh my god! This is like we're talking about constantly." I'm like, "God damn it!" I still want to talk about it, but it's just it, it's a it's painful. Once again, it's like recounting getting a limb severed. It's yeah. fucking nonsense. Or maybe like recounting shitting your pants and it going in your goddamn socks. You don't want and to recount that. Happen, that. I'm an adult. And then you're like, I'm an adult. I don't <laughs> shit my pants, but that's a lie because I do. Every third day, I shit my pants. I don't want to <laughs> tell people that. Because you drink too many monster, uh, Java monsters. Yeah, right yeah or you eat chili for <laughs> breakfast. I don't know. But yeah, wow, we're going to go right. off to Reggie and Chris Very and turn specific. that frown upside down. Once in every lifetime. Welcome back to the Young Animal segment. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And this week we have two Young Animal books, both with the same issue number. That shouldn't really happen, should it, Chris? Never. That should something never really uh, yeah, went off the rails here a little bit, but uh, we, we do have them for you. One, neither of which that we really expected. But, uh, <laughs> this is true. What's the, what's the first one we got? Well, I, I figured we might do a Doom Patrol first, but since we've been waiting so long, we might as well keep them waiting a yeah, little longer. We'll wait a little bit longer for that one. <laughs> so we're going to start with Mudda Panic. Uh, we're going to go from the sublime to the ridiculous or back around. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, what, Broken Things Part 2. That's right. Written by Jody Hauser with art by Sean Crystal and Jean-Francois Boulot. Or Boulot. Here we learn that once there was a boy who wanted to be a prince, and the fine folks at Gatherhouse chopped his face up real nice so he might look the part, or something. <laughs> at least that's what I'm getting from the image here. Yeah, he was uh, messed up over at Gatherhouse, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they screwed him up good. Uh, in the present, Mother Panic and her new pal, Pretty, are chatting atop the building where one might assume Pretty lives, because she leaves him there. Uh, when Pretty starts acting like the two might be pals, Mother Panic panics. And leaves. She splits. Yeah. Uh, she heads over to Dr. Varma's place, who looks, to me, a little, a little different than, than I remember her being. But well, uh, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe we're remembering the first artist more, but I can't. I think that's probably yeah. it. Now, she shares a, a story of her findings. You know, she found uh, who was at Layton's place where uh, it was all dolled up to be a, a, you know, a kid's fantasy amusement park with arcade games and uh, playground equipment. Yeah. Uh, so she shares the findings with Doc and the Doc's new intern, which 
you figure that might not be the best idea. Yeah, I have a feeling <laughs> that that's uh, a mole or some kind, yeah. And he looked very sinister, and he and he like he <laughs> squirted the hypodermic juice all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you know she does that. She checks in, and then she heads home to check in with Mama Panic. That's right. And of course, she's always in her interior, you know, uh, Alice in Wonderland garden yes. of uh, never-ending psychedelic delights. And uh, it's actually a scene where Violet doesn't look like an asshole for once. She approaches mm-hmm. the door to her mother's wacky room and overhears a one-sided conversation, which is what she usually hears going on in there. It's just mom talking to something. Uh, instead of cutting her finger and writing over the walls with her blood or just shouting obscenities, Violet just drops to one knee and closes her eyes. And it's as though the pressure is finally getting to her, or at least she's finally allowing it to show, dealing with cuckoo mama. Mm-hmm. Uh, she enters, her mother's annoyed because the uh, noise scared them off, and Violet assumes she means the roses, which she also talks to the roses, but uh, mom's annoyed by that, not the roses. Uh, she's, mom thinks Violet's still in school, and Violet, she enables that her to believe that, because what is she going to say? What am I, you know, I'm actually a uh, crazy uh, hobgob, <laughs> hobgoblin writing thing, you know what I mean, whatever. <laughs> she, even, she even gives a little smile to it when, when her mom suggests that she's in school. Uh, after Violet takes her leave, we see that mom wasn't talking to the roses, but a group of rats. That sounds familiar. Mm. I think we saw rats before. We did. Uh, now that night, Mother Panic meets back up with Pretty, who can't stop talking in nursery rhymes. Mother Panic punches a wall in annoyance, and for once, I can't blame her for a petulant act here, because this dude seems like a real treat to hang out with. Um, now, they part company with Pretty telling her to meet him atop the Han building the following night. And, of course, he also asks her for a date, because we cannot forget that every man in Gotham really wants to go for that ride. Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, man, I gotta get with Mother Panic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she seems like a, like a great date. What's under that <laughs> chestnut helmet? That's what we want to know. <laughs> And now Violet leaves and decides it's time for another distraction. And so she dolls herself up and hits the town. Uh, After KOing either a paparazzi or a pervert, uh, she enters a club and starts dancing with a woman who looks as though she was infected infected by the Joker toxin. Yeah, it it seems she's awfully thrilled to be there, but, uh, you know, maybe she's just happy to be around Violet Page. This was a scene, too, that also kind of like, I was like, what you know? I, I, is, is this is this is this a character building scene? I guess you know what I mean. It maybe, seems, yeah. I guess maybe to encourage the idea that she puts on this vapid exterior or something. But uh, as it is as it is so far for me personally, Chris, I, the exterior and the interior life don't seem to have yeah much of a distinction. You know what I mean? This is not really a Bruce Wayne Batman situation, from what I can tell so far. Oh, but, certainly not. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Maybe it's not supposed to be. Maybe she's uh, just a club going girl. Anyway, as the night draws on, Violet has herself a bit of flashback to the time at to uh, her old time at Gather House when she was a kid. And while she's in dream mode, she pre- she proceeds to beat the holy hell out of her date. Uh, in her thoughts, she's being watched by a nun who tells her she's a perfect candidate for the new program. And the scene just ends here, which I, I guess we can assume her dilettante status buys her out, her way out of any trouble. And we got to figure this isn't the first time something like this has happened, which was my impression also that you know. She kind of gets over for being, you know, super rich, but who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe this will come back uh, next issue. She'll uh, get a get a lawsuit or something. Yeah, maybe we will find out. She this this broad is part of the Joker's gang or something. Maybe who knows? yeah. She, she That's looked, a giant smile. She looked real happy. I'll tell you. <laughs> now, the following night, Mother Panic, uh, she has her uh, meet and greet with Pretty at the Han Building. 
He hands her a sniper rifle and points her to a window across the way. That's a hell of a <laughs> Inside, <date. laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Inside it lays uh, Leighton's young son. He's uh, sleeping in his bed. Uh, pretty figures that pretty figures that a child for a childhood might order might be a fair trade. Violet doesn't even consider it. She just ain't having it at all. She breaks the rifle over her knee and tells Pretty to f off. And of course, as he, as she or he leaves, he says, "This ain't over." I know, with the what with the most typical line it could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, you, won't, you haven't seen the last of me. You know. <laughs> um. So yeah, we dive back into flashback mode, back to the gather house. We can't say for certain this is Violet having the flashback or just some exposition for the reader, but uh, we do see gather house back in the day, and either pretty or Violet. They're very close. Uh, but I think that, you know, you think you might see a little bit of breasts, like she's, you know, Maybe. a teenage, a young teenage. But, you know, I wonder if, if this is all part of the, the, you know, maybe maybe pretty is a a transgender, you know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? It, it, I, I feel like it's purposely nebulous here as to who is under, yeah. under the knife here. Um, but anyway, Violet or Pretty, or they're laying on an op- operating table with a monster face, doctors all around. I think it's Pretty, but I think they leave it. Open. Open, Um, yeah. And one of the doctors doesn't have a monster face. Why? It's our old friend, Dr. Varma. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Uh, We uh, jumped into a scene with Violet having some dessert with her mother. They surprisingly have a very pleasant talk, and we see Violet smile a bit more, which tells me that maybe this asshole persona really is a projection, Uh uh, but it's probably too soon to, to tell. Um, now, after Violet leaves, Mama heads into another room to give a slice of cake to, hey, it's the Ghetto Pied Piper from the last issue. That's right. The, the guy that is probably not, but I keep thinking is Ratcatcher. Yes. <laughs> and, and and we we can see a close-up of his face here, and he actually has very ratty features. He does. Well. He has little buck teeth, little rat nose. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, before we totally close out, there was a backup, and I think some lady talks to a blind guy in a diner. Yeah, I didn't really give a crap for this backup. No, I'm uh, done with those. It's, it's going on. Plus, plus the who's who pages we've been getting that I really have no... Feeling one I think way or we've gotten those for the past 18 weeks. I feel, like, I feel like we see them so often. I, I the, when we don't see them, I'm gonna be like, "What happened?" You know. I, I, <laughs> I need to know what Team Carson. I, I need is. to read this Team Carson thing again. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, it's gonna get two pages. I, I would, re- you know, I'd rather them stick this back there than a lot of these backups. You know, I just oh, sure. I have nothing for these backups at all. It doesn't. No. They're not doing anything for me. This this one was less. Uh, immediately offensive than the last one, right? It was yeah. sort of just like a little story. It wasn't the Skioli stuff, yeah. Yeah, but it was. Oh well, that that was a different thing. But this, this is the one with the radio, right? With the <laughs> oh with the, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. So it, there wasn't we, we so didn't much, see much of, this. of the straw man fella. In there, exactly. You know? Yeah, this was more her talking to the guy, and there's uh, a bigger story going on behind all this. But I don't care about the surface story, so I don't really no. care about the bigger story behind it. I keep waiting for it to kind of tie into Mother Panic somehow, but it doesn't seem to be coming close to it. No, uh, no, except that they're occupying the same world. That's the it. same city. Yeah, but uh, what did you think of this one uh, overall? You know, I'm torn on it because uh, it's it's still not a book I'd be buying if I wasn't reviewing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I'm going to go back to my old uh, <laughs> my old catchall. I'm getting optimistic because we are seeing Violet's veneer crack. Um, we are seeing her more as a human character. We're seeing her struggle with uh, having a having to care for her mother. We're seeing that she does find a little bit of happiness in talking with her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but like you know, there is also she she's still not a very pleasant person to see outside of that. Um, 
But, you know, it it could very well go either way. <laughs> yeah. The next issue could be, she could be, you know, totally cool, or next issue she could be terrible. Well, I mean, uh, the fact that she won't snipe a child is heartening. But, that's but, a step in the right direction. But she yeah. makes that decision right after she blacks out and beats the hell out of a, a, a date from the, the club. Woman, so, yeah. so then you wonder, you know, like... Is it a wash? You know what I mean? Morally, it's almost like it's almost a wash where it's like, well, you know, you beat up one person, but you won't shoot a kid. I guess, you know, in the end of the day, we keep you out of jail. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm really feeling the same way that you are. And and we talked a little bit before this is that we're learning a lot more about Violet Page, which gives us more of an understanding of, you know, Mm -hmm. her motivations and even like her abilities. Uh, We're getting there. Still don't really understand them, but we understand that at least they were, you know, fomented by the Gather House. But it's still not a character that we like. No. Um, and that's, I, I think of, and this is something, you know, I, just to make it real easy, you know, when you think of an anti-hero character, like, say, the Punisher, there are a ton out mm-hmm. there. Uh, and it's not my favorite character either, but this is someone who is a kind of a jerk and, you know, uh, a killer or whatever, but motivated by, a cl- there's a clear motivation. Sure. And he does have a... Moral code. A distinct of. moral code, you know yeah. what I mean? But you believe me, this is this is a point we could sit and argue all day. But <laughs> but that that's the idea. Is the idea. whereas this one, uh, I don't I don't get that. She just seems to be very narcissistic. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like a it's a it's a millennial Punisher. It's a it's we're gonna. I think a lot of this is gonna be blamed on the child. I mean, it already is being blamed on the childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the gather house thing. It's just such a it's just such a trope. You know, it is definitely yeah. <laughs> The uh, yeah, the, the the school. That's kind of what's happening in Black Widow right now. Actually, I don't know why I keep talking about Marvel books, but uh, you know, Black. It turns out she was raised in like an assassin school, and now all of her old classmates have been sent around the world, and she has to go round them up so they don't assassinate people. Uh, mm. and, and you can think of a million stories like this. The kid, you yeah. know, the, the school is brainwashing the kids to do X, Y, and Z, and um, but. You know, I don't, I don't know if I would deduct too many points for originality in a in a comic book, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not these days, anyway. Not these yeah. days, you know. Be like, glad, glad you get. But, but the good thing is, is the story really does seem to be coalescing the character, at least. Uh, yeah. Much more than we we left that first three issue arc like, what, who, <laughs> what is happening? That was not good. Yeah. Uh, now we are starting to get a clearer picture. So I say this book is improving. What what score did you give it, Chris? I gave it a seven out of ten. I, I think it's a more solid seven than my last seven. But, yeah, but it's still a seven. I think I, I would really be the same place. I think you could probably nudge me on a good day up to a soft like a seven point five, because it's it's you know the nuts and bolts of it. I find that this new art, this new art team is a lot more readable. Uh, yeah, the storytelling is a lot more clear. Throughout, so you know the the technical aspects of a comic book are there, but I would go all day seven, you know, pretty pretty resoundly. And I'll be honest, I'm getting to a point now where I feel like these uh, lethargic, pointless backups are starting to detract from my feeling for the book. You know, the yes, the initial excitement you. has worn off, and mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, well, now you're just throwing away. It's only three pages. Let's. I mean, mm-hmm. realistically, it's not like they're. It's not like half the book is being eaten up by this story. I don't want to read so. I still wouldn't say it's a, it's, you know, it wouldn't yeah, keep me from getting nothing it. Nothing we'd kill points for, but. Uh... But it, it is starting to wear on me where I'm like, well, this is just, I'd, I'd rather see more who's who pages, you know, sure. <laughs> <laughs> where's my who's who's ro- robot man, you know, or, you know, everybody, let's see, let's see her, Violet's mother in there. 
Yeah, introduce us to that rat guy. That'd be cool. And find out if he is yeah. rat catcher. That'd be something. I'd be like, wow, they brought in rat catcher. That'd be awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think I think we both sit it at a good seven out of ten, which is yeah. the the score is nudging up. You know what I mean? This is it is. Um, who knows? It's we we both think that the next book will be the last of the the second arc, and we'll make yeah. a neat six issue trade. We haven't I haven't read the solicit because I'm not that uh, good at. at <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, doing it, but uh, I, I, yeah, we have feeling it's going to end. And you know, if we end, I think if we end at least with a firm understanding of Violet's uh, abilities and motivations. I mean, now I guess we're thinking her motivations are revenge against the Gather House. Yeah. I, if we get a little more out of it, I, I think we could end this with saying this is a pretty, uh, you know, decent book. Serviceable. To get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> appeal to a certain person but all the, every book in young animal i mean in, in a broad sense every comic book but mm-hmm. i wouldn't walk around recommending doom patrol to everyone i'd be like you gotta sure. have you gotta be a little weird but if you're weird you probably dig it sure speaking of which hey a new issue of doom patrol came out finally after issue quite, eight, right? quite a long time it should be i feel like <laughs> we should be sitting at issue eight but no it was Merely Doom Patrol number five written by gerard way art by nick darrington and tamra bonvillain uh, so sort of a little catch up as we go along here. Um, now that Casey Brink knows that she's a super powered character from one of Dan the Ambulance's comic books, it's time to assemble the Doomstis League and get this thing really rolling. Uh, so first up, Casey rolls up to Sam's house. If you remember, Sam is that former EMT partner from when, you know, this is really who we started the book with from before Casey mm-hmm. was fired from the hospital. Uh, they need to send Sam to Danny Land to save as many people as possible. Remember, the Vectra, the aliens, were grinding up Danny Land's people that he created in order to have an endless source of fast food uh, meat. Mm-hmm. So he's hustled into the back of the ambulance, and then he and Ricardo, who is left over from Oolong Island, that's very complicated, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, they disappear with a pop they uh, do, they to do. Danny Land, we would say. <laughs> yes. Uh, meanwhile, in negative space, that's where we left uh, Larry and Cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry is being bonded with Keeg, the negative being alien thingy. Yeah. Uh, looks a little painful, maybe, maybe a bit shocking. Um, now, Larry... Larry doesn't seem to mind. He's pretty into it. Uh, he says that we do accept, because they did offer him uh, in the last issue three years ago, they did <laughs> offer him uh, where it wasn't it, where he switched lives with him and then he lived his like a, a whole life in the time of the, the negative being was away or something. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that, we actually see that a bit later on. That's sort of their gift to him is that while the negative being is out, he's going to have a nice dream, essentially. He's going to live an entire lifetime. Yeah. Uh, now, he's magically wrapped in uh, sacred bandages. Uh, these are like the radiation dampening bandages he used to wear, but you know, probably more sacred, <laughs> a little bit more, uh, <laughs> a little yeah. bit more uh, pious. Uh, now it's time for him to pick out an outfit, which is a great scene because he he puts on this like an amalgamation of like every negative man outfit, even incorporating like the Rebus stuff. Yep. Um, so we get like the old Doom Patrol uniform from the Drake Premiani days with the awesome D belt. Uh, the winter coat with the fur-trimmed hood and the cat-eye sunglasses from when he was Rebus during the Morrison and Case run. Uh, Larry thinks it's pretty cool, and I think both of us uh, agree. Yeah, well, uh, it feels now, very fami- familiar, you know, and it's a good look yes. for him. I like it. Which which I 
which uh, the familiarity might be hampering this book a little bit, but I'll get into that a bit later. All right. uh, now, all the negative space uh, celebrates this uh, wonderful union. That's right. And then just then, uh, Danny the ambulance pulls out of a portal with a bzzzack sound. Uh, mm. Casey steps out, tells him to get in the back, and Danny's very happy to see them as well. He remembers them from presumably past volumes of Doom Patrol. Uh, Ricardo calls Casey over the ambulance walkie-talkie thing, or whatever it's called, says Flex Mentolo is dead and Danny Land is in ruins. There are not many survivors, but there's no sign of the Vectra. And Sam is doing what he can to save people. And I gotta say, I liked this, you know, uh, inclusion of Sam, because it makes sense. Sure. You know, it's like, yeah, he's an EMT. He's a medic, yeah. Exactly, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's fu- I don't know, I feel like a lot of times they would have said, like, oh, no, the you know, the, the planet's half dead. Let's reverse what happened, not try to save anybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't even go into the saving people. So I, I, I dug that they brought him back for this concrete reason. Um, sure. So Casey explains what's going on to Clift, but if you jumped on this issue... Then I feel sorry for you because really, I, I mean, I was I was even going to do her recap and I was like, please, if you don't know what's happening, then you need to go read one through four. That's all there is sure. to it. Casey tells him to buckle up. They're going back in time. And just at that moment near Club Rash, a spaceman in a full spacesuit feeds of Casey's cat lotion, some white powder, and he turns into a humanoid cat and lumbers off. Sure. Yeah. What, what do you think it says on that mask? I, it doesn't. It's very. I think it says very, yeah. Yeah, we only see we only really see it in profile, but it looks like it might say very, but it might say almost anything V E R something. We you know, we're not sure. Verp. Could be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a very odd throwaway scene. That's that's I I love these little like just just these one or two page yeah. inclusions of just weird stuff. It's obviously gonna um, it's obviously gonna be something later, but out. yeah, for yeah. now it was like okay, that was weird. <laughs> because I think the cat's on the cover of a of a book of, um, of, an, of a future issue. That makes sense. Now, in the past, Danny the ambulance appears right at the moment he was first taken by the Vectra. So there are two Danny the ambulances in the hospital parking garage. <laughs> Uh, the Vectra knew they were coming because of uh, Casey's mutated evil father, Terminox. Remember him? He was a uh, he was named after a uh, pesta. That's right. Yeah, we we, yeah. we saw him. I think for the first time two issues ago in the comics. Yeah, just like, like the very last yeah. page. Something like now, uh, while being tortured by the Vectra, Danny accidentally burped out Terminox from the pages of his very own comic book. Uh, Terminox was able to create synthetic duplicates of anything using some original DNA and the Vectra's uh, that meatless multiplier. Sure. But uh, not exact duplicates there. They are a little bit off. Yeah. I like the, the ambulance like a no-frills ambulance. It's just like, <laughs> yes. just like a box. looks like an ambulance that says ambulance yeah. on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Generic ambulance. Uh, now, Torminox created a synthetic version of Casey Brink, who looks thinner and more angular, and she's got a, a much neater hairstyle. Yeah. Uh, fake Casey and fake Danny were able to go back in time to intercept the real Danny's arrival in the past. And so, it's time for a fight. That's right. Now we see some action. And it really, it really does break out really well. Cliff gives an uppercut to Torminox, yes. and you got the negative man flying around. It, it it sets off pretty well. I mean, the art I still think is spectacular in this, and it really it's, is, it's really doing a great job. Um, but yeah, I really I really like the fact like the uh, you know fake Casey. She looks just a little off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's not quite right. She's basically the same kind of thing, but it's a little bit off. Uh, anyway, while this is going on, Danny the ambulance tells Casey she has to go into past Danny Land and burn down that comic book store that was essentially where she came from. 
this will initiate a self-destruct sequence that will clear everything up just fine. And the fight wages on around them. Cliff says, I don't know what you're planning. I don't really care. I'm stopping this malarkey right now. Torminox, after enhancing his strength with like a widget on the back, hand, on the back of his <laughs> hand, he kind of presses something. I love he says, no plan, just evil. Which... Mm-hmm. It's still sort of a plan, you know, if you think about it. You know, Technically, to, yeah. You know, the plan, step one, be evil. Step two, repeat step one, essentially the plan. <laughs> um, so Sam, Ricardo, and Fug transfer from the present Danny in, into the past Danny with Casey. They actually walk from the back of one ambulance to the other, which I like that little stick. Yeah. Uh, and they, their plan is to evacuate past Danny land before the Vector can kill everyone by shoving them into present Danny uh, it's it's complex, folks. You gotta you gotta see it to believe it. Um, meanwhile, we see what Larry Trainer dreams of while Keeg is unleashing everyone, and it's a strange dream. He's dying in a hospital, saying goodbye to his family. It's quite touching, actually. Yeah. And then Niles Calder rolls in and says he wants to talk about something called the Doom Patrol. Something he's never heard of before. Mm. <laughs> now, back in the awake world, Torminox is crushing Cliff's head merciful, mercilessly. Keeg <laughs> uh, socks him uh, good in the gut, right through a wall, in fact. Evil Casey threatens sleeping Larry with a vector gun. This is a good line. She shows, I bet if I kill this guy, he'll, that electrical pain in the ass goes away. <laughs> Which is a, a pretty, uh, pretty mm-hmm. astute uh, Very accurate. Uh, observation. Um, now, at that moment, Dorminox's ex-wife and Casey's comic book mama, Gloria, steps out of the back of probably past Danny. I would think so. I, ha- I would have to be. But yeah, it's not 100% clear. But one of the Dannys, we'll say. Yeah. And then we find out that uh, Torminox is actually my accountant. His uh, real name is Dick, so it's Dick <laughs> Torminox, who uh, who does my taxes. Wow. <laughs> does does he have a uh, kind of weird goggles and, and pointed ears, too? I don't know. Well, he, he did say that uh, he's like, I can get you the most money back because evil. <laughs> so, my plan is yeah, evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, in, in past Danny Lane, things are starting to look a little bit more intact. Uh, Flex Mentolo is laying unconscious on the ground, but he is alive now. Um, or he is still alive. We just know he's alive. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo, which is our oolong buddy, scoops some of the purple goop for, uh, from Fug's cassette deck. You know, Fug is that, that uh, Teddy demon spawn Teddy Ruxpin. Yep. So he uh, pulls this purple goop from the cassette deck and he massages it into <laughs> Flex's chest. I just bet that works for some reason. I don't know why, but it seems like, why not? Uh, sure. At the Dannyland comic book shop, Casey dumps gasoline on everything, and Danny's speaking to her through these really ethereal-looking captions. I like this little, it was sort of like, I don't know, uh, Elf Quest or something, like mm-hmm. captions talking to her, you know? It's like, we're looking at the comic book page, and the, we're living in the comic book page at the same time, folks. Uh, Casey throws a lit match from a Danny the Matches matchbox, which I also <laughs> liked. Place goes up in flames, and a bunch of pulsating comic book ideas squeal and kind of stream out of the blaze. It reminded me of those charcoal snakes you used to get with fireworks. I don't know. You don't know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you light them, and they, like, endlessly, not endlessly, but they just, like, just repeat themselves. Out, yeah. And that's what this reminded me of. And it kind of, it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't choked up, but I was like, what happened to all those other Danny comic books? You know what I mean? Obviously, there was a world, yeah. you know, of 
of uh, Danny comic books, and I guess we'll never see them, or maybe we will, and they'll be charred. I don't know. Yeah, and I liked how on like the wall there were like posters that would change from being like comic posters to ones that just said goodbye. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. That it was pretty neat. It, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, you actually see some of the posters that we that we were really laughing at from the first yeah. time, and like, yeah, they change. They're reacting to what's happening. I, I I really love this like living Danny world. It really tickles me in in uh, every oh, way. Yeah. So it, it's cool as hell. Absolutely, they should. Uh, there should be an annual by it, but uh, it probably wouldn't come out until twenty thirty. Yeah, that's but, uh, a problem. <laughs> now back in regular space, uh, Gloria, Casey's mother, or or yes, her mother, uh, yeah. tries to reason with uh, Torminox. She seems to imply that all can be fixed if they just uh, make out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But before they can, evil Casey shoots Gloria's guts out. And then the Vectra gun blows up uh, next to her face, so uh, all's, all's well. That sure. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Flex Mentalo, who is alive and transferring from past Danny into present Danny. Though I want to point out they are both in the past. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now all of Danny land is evacuating from past to present Danny's. And again, this is happening in the past, so mm-hmm. it's a very complex <laughs> stuff, folks. It is. It is. This is uh, quantum doomy physics here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now Flex takes care of the remaining Vectra with a uh, with one of his famous flexes, his hero of the beach flex, uh-huh. which is great because he it, it's just like the uh, the Atlas, the old Charles Atlas ads where it says hero of the beach in the sky. I, 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 um, you know, it was always Morrison when he when he made the character always made it kind of nebulous what that did. It seemed to just kind of fix everything. It, yeah, it's, it's, it, a, it's a fixy thing. Yeah. And and in here, it just kind of like sends the Vectra careening. You know, they just get blasted <laughs> away. It's it's just like, all right, job done. Sure. Now, uh, Torminox cuddles a dying Gloria because her guts are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey goes and has a nice uh, chat with her parents one last time. And her parents, they kiss and disappear into a brilliant flash of light. Yeah, and she says something at the end uh, that... I thought it was interesting. Uh, Gloria says, "We'll be watching from a black hole, waiting for your light to reach us. Not a light. star, but a sun." Hmm. Yeah. I don't. Know. I feel like that might be an important line of some sort later on. Uh, thinking a lodestone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Uh, or who knows? It could go uh, so many ways. But anyway, it was uh, interesting. And and then uh, at the very end, our last two pages. Uh, essentially, it's Crazy Jane is coming back. We see, uh, it's hard to explain, I guess, outright, but it's her, two of her personalities talking to each other, um, mm-hmm. talking about it, essentially saying that we're going to pull it together and get out there. And uh, it looks like Crazy Jane's going to be bringing an atom bomb with her this time, and it's named Grandma. So mm-hmm. that doesn't bode well. I like how they're all wearing tracksuits with a jigsaw puzzle piece on them, too. Yep. I wonder if we're going to see more than one personality at the same time. That might be cool. But, uh, mm. you know, this, this this book is full of twists and turns. And even though there's familiarity with that, like we were able to pick out that, you know, crazy Jane or personality. I don't, who knows if it'll even be Kay Chalice. Yeah. Could be any anyone with multiple personalities uh, with these personalities in them. But uh, we know enough about it to see it, but I think still it still would be uh, intriguing enough to a brand new reader. And then in yeah, the back was oh. that Oolong Island, uh, the the uh, the Keith Giffen version, there was like a second Crazy Jane kind of. There was, yeah. Who, ha- who had like, who had the similar little rosy cheeks like uh, this one did. Yeah. But she was like made out of porcelain, if I remember correctly. I think her name was porcelain, in fact. But yeah, because she, she like shattered. She could shatter, but she also had had multiple personalities, but it wasn't as mm. many. 
yeah. as crazy as you. Like I think she was like a couple of people. Uh, I'd have to go back and, and really look at that, but there definitely Same was here. porcelain and 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 it's reminiscent of that. Uh, I mean, you know, that character, Crazy Jane, has had her iterations over the years, so it's hard to mm-hmm. say what we're going to get. Sure. You know, pretty much everything really stems heavily from the Morrison case run here, but not not every last thing. There's definitely a lot of nods to to different parts of Doom Patrol, so who knows how that will play out. I'm definitely interested, mm-hmm. though, in sure. whatever it's going to be. Uh, the backup to this is just a page from a Bane coloring book, which, and then the same two who's who's pages we've seen all month, including that we just saw in Mother Panic, uh, Team Carson and the Whisperer. Oh, uh, I need to know about Team Carson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you can read about it in one book, and then you can test yourself in the next one, so you <laughs> see what you learn. Uh, but again, three pages, and I'd rather see this than a lot of the other nonsense, the Tom Scioli mm-hmm. crap. The, the Bane yeah. coloring page does nothing for me, really, but it's no. nothing offensive either. It's fine. Um, Has Doom Patrol ever had a backup? Not a regular one, I don't think. Okay, but they've always had some stuff jammed. Some back sort there. of, some I, sort of ephemera. I think, I think they were the first ones. To, this book was the first one to do the who's who, and the other books Probably. didn't at first. They all had their own little individual backup, and over That's time, right. they've kind of just repurposed the who's who pages over and over again. But there hasn't been a a running story no in the back of Doom okay. Patrol. Um, thankfully, actually, it seems they seem to write it. Longer than the other issues, uh, it goes mm-hmm. all the way up, almost up to the last page of stuff. So that's good, and, sure. and that's definitely something I would say about this issue was it was jam packed. Lots of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. It was, uh, you know, you know, not that these this book was standing still, but this was like we go from what's happening to okay, this is what's happening now. You know, the team is together, fighting is going on. We know the the plot has been revealed. Um, to be honest, maybe a little too much. A little, it felt a little bit too much like uh, ten pounds in a five-pound bag. And that's a good, uh, good way to describe it. And, and the fact that we are introduced to Torminox and then he's dispensed with in the same issue feels <laughs> a little bit like a padding type thing. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A, a even though I, I like that story, I like the idea, that, the implication of this uh, past, this comic book past of Casey Brink. Like we don't, we don't find out why her father looks like a purple Vulcan or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and I don't think we will. I don't think we should. It's, it's all like implied. These are all comic book stories that had happened. Uh, why did they break up? Why did, why did he divorce Casey's mom and all that stuff? Who knows? Maybe we'll find out if this comic does ever uh, extend out to many issues, but uh, the implication I enjoyed, but the fact that he came and went, I was like, Oh, so we kind of end the book more or less where we started it. Pretty much. Which is usually a sign that, it was a filler issue. A wheel spinning, yeah. But uh, I still, I, I have to say, though, at the end, my, my visceral feeling was I still enjoyed the hell out of it. You know, as much oh, as I, I almost wanted to lambaste it for being uh, late. Yeah. But I, I can't deny that I really enjoyed reading it. So <laughs> what, what did you think <laughs> of it? Well, I'm, I, th- my only concern here is that, well, we both talked about the future of this book and if there is one, yeah. especially with the uh, multiple delays here. I'm just afraid that once, like, the nostalgia wank is over, mm. I'm not sure there's going to be a whole lot left. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're, we're like, we're marking out for these old references to every year of Doom Patrol here. And, uh... And I think that's a lot of the draw for us. I, I think if we put this same story with another group of characters, it wouldn't it wouldn't hold our interest, um, or as much. 
I think that just... the, the, it's true, yeah. Because, like, for example, the the Danny, I mean, the uh, Larry getting dressed scene. Yeah, that was total. That was a call out to us. It's totally a gratuitous, yeah, like yeah. a call out to old old continuity. I can't imagine anybody would get a ton out of that except to say. That's some weird sunglasses you're wearing there, but pretty yeah. much. <laughs> you're wearing ladies' frames. Yeah. But at the same time, like you know, I the new characters, Casey and Fug, uh, mm. this kind of iter this iteration of Danny, the you know all omnipotent god, I'm enjoying that too. You know, sure. uh, it's 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 always the question like the new reader. That's never going to be us. You no. know, we can't be the new reader, so we don't know what the new reader thinks, uh, what they might think of it. Um, but you're right. It's it's you know the nostalgia will wear thin after a while on anybody, and you'll be like, all right, well now I want a New story. story. But yeah. this is the opening and this, arc, and 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 it does again, seem like what? Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say this seems like the like the most vocal anyone's been about Doom Patrol like ever in a good way. Yeah. Because I know when Burn took over, it got pretty vocal, but it wasn't uh, positive. It was not positive. Yeah, and people right. didn't yeah. go crazy for the Giffen. Uh, no, no, it Clark kind run. of flew under the radar because yeah. it, it it's it came out it came out in the middle of Blackest Night. And, oh man! Uh, and it, like a lot of the backups were Blackest Night because it, it came with like a Metal Man backup at first. Uh huh. So it was an it was one of the overpriced books at the time, but uh, it was it was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know yeah. you enjoyed it, but it was it did fly under the radar. It didn't get a whole lot of press. But uh, it seems like the book has almost got like a cult of personality around it now, where it's like people are like really freaking. It's like, oh, it's a Doom Patrol week, and it's like, well, well you never cared about it before. And <laughs> once, you know, once the, uh, you know, once if if it gets on schedule and there's not as much of a fervor for it, I, I think it's gonna, you know, this its social media score will drop a bit. But uh, I, 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 I'm really enjoy. I don't want to sound like I'm not enjoying the book because uh -huh. I am a great deal, but it just seems like. It needs to find that balance between fan wank and story. Yeah, I, and it it may. I th I think it still is poised to do that. I mean, presumably we have one issue left in the arc, and then now is that's your chance to start with you know new stories. You know, no more of this. I mean, here we're getting the band back together, mm. so there's a little bit of of long term fan service. I can only hope that that more or less ends now. We the yeah, band is together. The and the delays have not helped. That has been horrible. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like eight, I think I think yeah. we'd feel a lot better in general if we weren't having to do, to justify this book's delayed. I mean, I definitely am telling people now. If you haven't read it yet, wait for the trade. For the trade. point. I I can't even say I know exactly. I feel good about when issue six is coming out. You know, it's supposed to be next no month, but I have no guarantee for that. So uh definitely if you're just listening and you you haven't bought this yet i say it's a worthwhile read wait for the trade it'll be sure. out probably in early next year or something <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and and hopefully it'll get back on track after that i have not looked at solicits into the future i know they have issues planned but yeah. uh hopefully i don't know maybe gerard ways whoever needs the help i hope they're getting it and uh can get this thing going on a regular awesome. schedule but uh, for me, I had to say, after even after all this hemming and hawing and, you know, what might be, I just enjoyed the heck out of it. I really thought sure. it was great. The art is is really just awesome. Phenomenal. Uh, really well, carefully drawn. Uh, I, I had to give it a strong 8 out of 10. 
Certainly, yeah. A strong eight, uh, week eight point five for sure. Yeah, this it's... was a uh, another great issue. It just uh, took forever to get here, and uh, you know all the stuff that I've already said. Yeah, but uh, you know what can you do? However, there are young animal books coming out in the near future. Maybe we hope. Uh, <laughs> next week is supposed to be the Doom Patrol number one director's cut, which we didn't get. I don't think we don't have that. So okay. uh, I have to double check. I might be wrong, but I don't think we did get that. So we won't be talking about it, or maybe I'll take a look at it and we'll just mention it lightly, see what's just to say what's in there. Yeah. Uh, but there wouldn't be much to say. If you want to know, you know, what we thought about Doom Patrol One, go back listen to that episode where you know whatever week that came out. Um, the following week is Shade the Changing Girl number seven, which I'm really hey. excited for. That's the yeah, beginning of a new story. story. Yeah, uh, that book's also. I mean, all of these books now in going into their second arcs. In a way, we're going to see what are you really made of. You know, uh, yeah, you've introduced us to the characters, you've given us the setting. That's always kind of exciting, uh, or our has the potential to be exciting because it's new. Sure. Well, now it's not new anymore, so we'll we'll see where it lands. Not not to be, I don't want to sound uh, <laughs> negative. I could be great. I mean, we have no reason to think I'm excited as heck for it. But you know, this will. We've been be around it. the block once or twice. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now we now we we're no longer looking at a brand new car. We're looking at something yeah. with a you know, cigarette st- butt uh, hole in the seat and <laughs> and French fries under the driver's exactly. seat. Exactly. <laughs> so we're we're gonna probably judge it more on on its merit. But I have. You know, no reason to think it won't be good. We enjoyed the no. heck out of that first arc, so super looking forward to that. But uh, assuming those come out, and until then, I think that's all we got for him this week. Anything else for him, Chris? No, I think that'll do us. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about well the names have all changed since you hung around but those dreams have remained it's man with Derek hallelujah it's man with Derek oh yeah it's man with Derek hallelujah it's man with Derek oh yeah it's man with Derek hallelujah it's man with Yeah. It's mail with Eric. <laughs> First mail with Eric, and the last mail section is from Travis. Travis says, when you do the new 52 podcast, please include Batgirl and the things you reveal. Uh, I will say, before I go on with this, yes, Travis, we will include uh, Batgirl, but we're making an exception. We're only going to have the Bat side, or the Burn side Batgirl in. Oh, yeah, we'll that's go what right everybody to the, wants. The, yeah, so. Because it did... It didn't just start in the DCYOU. It started before then, right? Sure before did. then. So that's the one we're going to. We'll just go right to that because I know you love it. He says, the first half of that series was really great. What? The first half? One of the biggest moments in all of comics for me was there. It would be great to relive it with the whole Get Fresh crew. Batgirl used to be great. Do you know what he's talking about? The big moment of the first half of the Batgirl series in the new 52 because i have a couple ideas but i i don't really know 
I, I can't imagine what like this one moment like that. All I can think about is a big moment that we would have had to, with Batgirl initially in the series would be the death of the family. But I don't, I don't think that's what he's talking about. I thought he was talking about something when uh, Jim Gordon Jr. was involved and things like oh, that. Oh God, I hated that shit. Yeah, maybe he liked that though. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a lot of people did like Jim. I, I, I didn't like read a lot of the beginning of Batgirl. That, again, this is why. Time. Yeah, and this is why I actually like the idea of the New Fifty Two uh, podcast because it's not just for everybody else to kind of find out what's going on. That was a book that you were reading and reviewing, and when we first started, we were not crossing over much with the books, so I didn't read a lot. It's unfortunate. I didn't read a lot of background until the end of Gail Simone's run and the Burnside stuff because then I had to because we had a podcast. Uh, the next, or even before mail- I was reviewing it, I was reading Batgirl before all that. Yeah. I can't remember something huge except for you know her having that back surgery, that, that experimental back like surgery where she was able to walk again and be Batgirl again. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was when she found out Alicia was transgendered. Maybe is that maybe is that what he's talking about? It's been a long I don't time. Know. We'll have to see. What's up? Uh, this is Brett. Brett says, what's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of Get Fresh crew? I'll There's only one thing I have to say, and here we go. Hello, motherfucker. There we go. See, I was ready that time. Here are my comic book takes from the week. Let me start with my theory as of right now. Personally, I jumped into right into action comics first. Most readers probably did the same. I left with many questions that I feel were not answered. I thought after reading it both, uh, Superman pre-Flashpoint and New 52 were permanently fused together, Dragon Ball Z, Super Saiyan, God style. I feel confident in that saying. Again, I've never watched that show. I've never watched any Dragon Ball Z ever. Uh, I feel confident in that assumption. So what I thought last week came true in my opinion. Now I know Jim has probably already said numerous times that it means more than that, and I'm sure it does. I don't know that it does. Saying, Eric. That's all I'm saying. But the ending was very vague to me. I shall explain that later. To be honest, I'm sure the writers had a deeper meaning than what was told. But for the average reader like myself, I felt confused and wondering what the fucking point of the issue was other than to put the two supermen together. That's really what I think the point was. It's yeah. just – and the continuity. It just can, combines continuity. Uh, Mix explains that the secret identity part of Clark Kent and Superman would now be fixed, which is true. Hey, it just seems weird. I, I Like everybody got 100%. I was like, yep, that's what happened. And that's something even bigger than Mixie's basically coming, which we already assumed if you jumped on with Rebirth. We also see Oz on what appears to be a planet in space around our moon, which could also be why Tim Drake looks stunned when he tried to escape and detect it because he saw Earth from outer space. And it's weird. I didn't fully get that he was in space. I thought he was looking and you had the whole space as a thing. But that no, would no, make from sense. Where, from where are we We've seen before, like, I think it was in the Flashbook. Um, no, it was the Flashbook. Yeah. No, no, it was the Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern core book. And we've got to that Mr. Oz part. It's like somewhere between space and time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, if you had that monolith that looked like the Tower of Fate, that whoever it was, that you, I'm thinking now it was just mixing and it didn't match right. up. Uh, that kind of looked like it might have been on Mars. You right. know, you had that. And I agree with Brett. That that would kind of be what I was thinking. Like when when he came out of that cell, wanting to escape, and people were like he saw the Joker. He saw and I, no, Tim Drake is smart enough and would be expecting crazy shit when he broke out. If he did break out and there was a window of some sort, whether it's between space and time, whatever, but he saw Earth. Well, I'm in sorry, the distance? Jim, I, I just can't go with that because as we saw at the beginning of Reborn, the Reborn arc, uh, they are underground and Mr. Oz had to take a lift up it to the It doesn't – it's still maybe he was transferred since then because <laughs> he escaped. Know. 
I don't know. But yeah, if he ended up seeing something like that, that would be something that would stun him and, and him say, this is impossible. All of a sudden, he's not on Earth. Even though, even then, it seems kind of odd because these these Nothing's characters have been all Drake over the place. Uh, Tim Drake looks dumb when he tried to escape and detect it because he saw Earth from outer space. So I assume that Oz is in Earth's orbit or outer space or on Mars or some shit and maybe shifted out of phase uh, of our time. Maybe you need those bracelets that they're wearing in jail, uh, the Justice League, to be able to see because they're out Don't of you phase. even pr- pretend. You love that. You that said to me to that you love goddamn- that Justice League issue so much that I'm just trying to make you like these books because you liked it so much. Surprisingly, I thought Eric would talk about that in the review, but he didn't even hit on it. However, Manship mentioned on the site. Word up, Manship. Eric is not here for conjecture and theories. Eric is a man of science. He's a man of reviews. That's He's right. telling you what he liked about that issue. He ain't got no time for any theories. Huh. And I don't think he thinks you're right, Brett. So there. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I may be wrong on all this, but this is what I got after my read. Now, there is more I got after reading another book. The wording, dialogue, and even pictures were confusing to me when I feel they should have just stated, uh, stated it better and been more exact to what happened. So that led me to my next train of thought. Jim hinted that another book had a bigger reveal this week. Now, he didn't say which book at the time, but me being a Flash fan basically because he's the shit. I dove right into that book uh, this week. Honestly, I was very unexcited after seeing the damn Croc Hunters ending the last issue, but I read it anyway like I always do. Point is, the issue was trash until about the last six pages. Barry yep. shares his identity with Wally to help ease Wally's pain of his Papa Bear being dead. But when Wally realizes that Iris doesn't know Barry's the Flash, he takes off running again. But it's the last ten pages that explain Action Comics and Superman Reborn to me better than the actual issue itself. It took the Flash book to help me understand. Reverse Flash, Zoom Thawne broke out and mentioned that Thomas Wayne killed uh, me and in the other timeline and that he remembers. It's not just the other timeline. It's the Flashpoint timeline. Though, here is the deal with this. Uh, because I had just reread it and did that podcast with it, uh, the thing that you have to remember, because it still doesn't make sense to me or up until the point where, why the fuck would they remember the Flashpoint? You know what I'm saying? But in that, in that Eobard Thawne does say... That one of the biggest things, because spoiler alert, the whole thing was caused by Barry trying yeah. to get, you know, making his mother uh, not die. Uh, but when when Barry went and changed the timeline, Eobard was in the time stream at that time. So when he changed it somehow in this molecular level or whatever in the speed force, it made him a man outside of time where he said to Barry all along that other point. Barry, I couldn't kill you because if I kill Barry Allen Flash, I don't become Reverse Flash. I never could kill you. But because I was in the time stream when you changed this, I am now a man outside of time. I could do whatever I want. I could kill you. I could do this, that, and the other that thing. I could go. And so something with that, you know, that, that electrical, it hit him. And he kind of came back. That So it does make sense in that. I don't think it makes sense of anybody else. Except Flash remembering Flashpoint at all, right? It, it just does right. not make I'm sense. They, were, as they long weren't as the same character. Speed Force in some like, type yes. of manner, I think you will be able to know this just yes. because of the That's way the Speed saying. Force works. And, and Barry obviously was there. And when he did come back and talk to Bruce after Flashpoint, he said, I still remember 
last week with my mom and me having dinner. I remember uh, a part of me remembers my mom being alive and helping me take my, you know, driver's test at 16. And he says to Bruce, I don't, this doesn't make sense. I think, and he does say, I think this may wear off. I actually told you before, before I got to that point reading it again, I thought that he had said, oh, it's going to wear off or whatever. He just says, I think it might wear off, but I don't understand it. And that's when Bruce says, you know, just treat it as a gift. Yeah. And you go. So I do think that Flash will fully remember Flashpoint as well uh, now that we see that Eobard Thawne does. But there's no, like, Batman wasn't there. So he no. can't remember that. Uh, Aquaman was there, but it wasn't Aquaman. It was, you know what I'm saying? It's If everybody starts remembering it, then it's bullshit. If Flash, I don't even think Wally West should even remember it, even no, though he he's shouldn't. inside the Speed now, Force or whatever. Now, we I, had the thing before. I'm saying, if, if, like we saw in Rebirth, Wally West touched Barry and he remembered yes. all the stuff that was taken away. I think there's a possibility that if Eobart Thawne touched Flash, the Speed Force will transcend that, yeah, like, uh, transmit yeah. that, that information back to him or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. could see that happen. Yeah, but like I said, if people think that Batman's going to know, there's no way. He was dead. He was dead in that universe. Sure, so dead, it's, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. But Superman merging actually merged both continuities. And again, I'm probably just a moron, but I didn't get that after the first read. Looking back at action after Flash, I now see what they meant. Personally, that lowers my score of action since it took a reread and another book to explain the meaning. I just got it. I, I mean, he, they say, you know, one the one universe is merging with another. And they, it's just there was nothing concrete about it it was just no. trying to say hey going forward this superman is everybody's superman and the way i could fully explain it where me and you were talking about it all this does is make the superman character exactly like the green lanterns and batman did in the beginning of the new 52 exactly. they said listen just don't worry about the big stories that happen it's a soft reboot for these characters so i i completely go with it and i understand what they're saying uh so we have a superman that did die in the you know death of superman but he's also the one that died again in the new 52 it's just you just got to go with it in the final days of superman yeah. yeah yeah superman being separate somehow kept the timelines and continuity separate two separate timelines and continuity how, why beats the shit out of me. But for some reason, the two supers joined together will align everyone at some point, in my opinion. And I'll tell you, Brett, the best thing about this is now I can say to Eric, Superman. They don't have to say New oh, yeah? 52 Superman. I don't have to say pre-Flashpoint Superman. Exactly when we're talking about. about a book now and we have action comics and I'm like, hey, you know, Superman goes to Batman. I don't have to start fucking guessing and picking and saying, you know, Batman doesn't really know this. We could just go forward. To me, as long as that's – I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I'm sick of saying pre-Flashpoint Superman who doesn't know when they do this and they do that. Like you'll have that dinner now with Trinity where they're talking about, well, my Superman had this crazy suit. Or remember my Batman dressed up like a zebra and stuff. Now it's everybody's Batman who dressed up like a zebra. But now, the two being joined together is going to join both continuities and have them overlap each other. This is just my thought. I know I took Superman Reborn, but I felt a switch go off my brain after reading Flash, and everything made more sense. So together with both issues, it actually bumps up my scores again, giving action a 6-5 and the Flash an 8, mainly because of the last six pages. Again, the Flash was pretty bad up until that point, but the Wally West stuff at the end with Barry and Eobard made up for a pretty meh issue and a half before. So here are my future theories. Shred them, destroy them, agree or disagree, but as T.O. says, get your popcorn ready. I always like T.O. Theory one, 
more people will start to remember both continuities and that will start in the button. The flash barrier will start remembering even more, which I think will lead into some explanation with the button. The button doesn't make sense with anybody remembering shit. They would never have no. any, you know, anything to do with that. But yeah, maybe that's the start of this. Like I said, the only thing I could see is the start of that happening. If like you know, Eobar touches Flash and he remembers all this shit that he did previously. Yeah, but the button doesn't make it. No, any the button. Sense. I'm saying that's this, in the button stories. He also. says even more, which I think will lead to some explanation with the button. I think he means the actual button. That doesn't make any sense. The no. button to me is just going to be, huh? This isn't of this world. Hmm. I wonder what we'll do. Theory two. Now I like good Luther. I know you two do as well, but I think since the dawn of Superman, it's been Luther versus Superman. I think Lex will start uh, remembering a different timeline as well. I think these ideas are being hinted throughout the other books, and it will start to show through in action comics. I think he's turning bad again at some point. It'll be gradual, but I think it's going to happen. Sorry, guys. I don't want to. I don't want it to, but I think it's going to. And I discussed this with well. you at work uh, this week, where you have Lex. He wants to be a good guy. All of a sudden, he remembers that he was bad in another thing. Why would that turn him bad? This has to be something that he remembers something awful that was done to him. You said what you think it would be. It would all tie into the mother box with Lena, all this stuff that would get him angry. Something has to get him angry for him to turn bad. I don't think you're just sitting there and you want everybody to accept you. You've worked so hard for this and really think you're a good guy and what is good for the world. And then you remember, huh, I was a piece of shit. I think Lex would be like, oh, you know what? It's time to hunker down and be an even better person. This has to be something that affects him so much that he's pissed and just not even – and it, it'll be the bad, quote-unquote, bad Lex. It's basically the Lex who thinks this alien Superman doesn't belong and get the fuck out of here. You know what yeah. I mean? It's never like he doesn't sit there and uh, kick puppies and, and kill babies. He's just a guy who thinks his way is the best way. But it, uh, like you said, I think it's going to have to be something that he thinks he had been slighted and then thinks – in a reverse of what you had pre-Flashpoint Superman going around. I know this Lex is bad. I know he's bad. I'm going to find out. Never could find anything. Now you're going to have Lex going, I know this Superman's going to fuck me. He's going to fuck me, so I'm going to react to that. <laughs> so I think that that's how it would be if we go that route, which I think we will. That's what everybody seems to want except yeah. me, you, and Brett. But theory theory, relationships will start to be remembered, even ones that started to rekindle ones that haven't yet. For example, Titans, Wally, and Linda. That's the big one. That'll happen soon. Or even Canary and Green Arrow will remember, even though they were already together. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're breaking up coming yeah. up. So we actually think that it's going to go. <laughs> they both remember ways. too much. Yeah, we think that it's actually they're going to remember that it didn't really work out that great. I think Canary is leaving Green Arrow anyway, so it kind of fits to me. Theory number four: This is uh, this one may happen as soon as the button story begins. They will start to remember parts of the missing years characters again. I think that's going to happen immediately. Characters again will remember stories, and if you want to, it'll be the titans book they've pushed that titans book to be the one where you you know we don't remember you have wally there that can do things i do think they're going to start remembering this time uh that they were the titans stories and items what happened and i feel that will be next uh years uh taken away writers will get freedom to write about those missing times with the characters start to remember i actually now that you say it I wouldn't be shocked if we had a September event, the missing years or, you know, rebirth I, I zero. It. Yeah, I, you know, even like rebirth five, ten years or whatever they're going to say it, it actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rebirth Bat, Batman number one or whatever, the 28.2 missing years. Boom. 
We love those September events. They'll shut them all down and tell stories. Theory number five, I wanted this Superman Reborn thing to happen the entire time. It was his plan to capture Mixie, show him what is going on, and release him to experiment and see what would happen to the Superman. I actually think he was just, he was doing something. He seemed to not be that angry uh, when John did what he did. Um, but it's just, it's funny. It's because it seems it's just that left so open at this point. I, can't I know, say but it seems way. that love and hope was what brought everything together. Did Imagine. Oz think that he loved them? So like, that, that's how it's like, but I love them too. Why couldn't I do it? <laughs> Oz wanted this to happen a, a long time ago and didn't plan for Mixie to become Clark Kent and set up this entire life as Clark. Uh, this would explain why Ice left new Clark alone. And that doesn't make sense. I just wonder where just, this fucking red energy came from uh, and the blue energy. He was just buying time until shit hit the fan because he knew it would at some point. When it did, he'd be able to find out if the Superman would merge. This must be true. Otherwise, the writing of the character Mr. Oz is terrible. Again, you're going with a character. People have to remember, it did seem as if Mr. Raj showed up when Jeff Johns wrote with John Romita, the Superman book. I can't say that this is where it was going. So a lot of this is no. retrograde writing and trying to make something fit, you know, uh, a square peg in a round hole possibly. So they're making Oz look like an idiot and your possible villain of the story can't be incompetent. And I don't think that now he's full out villain, but he seems to be a guy who's just concerned with how things are going. He wants something to go a certain way and he's willing he's to... He's playing a long game. We just don't he, know what and, that game is. And he, he he's willing to cheat, like taking Tim Drake out of the continuity, you know, out of the world that he's in seems to be a little bit of a cheat. He wants to push things a certain way, but he doesn't seem to be one who is really there for the, you know, like you just said, it's a long con. It doesn't seem like something he wants to just go boom, boom, boom in a weekend and get something done. He's grabbed uh, Prophecy. He has Doomsday. We don't know what it, that seems to me at one point people were suggesting he's gathering an army. He wants to do this, but he's, you can't tell. We don't know. Oz wanted to capture Mixie no. and let him escape, which would also explain why his powers could be used in the cell. This would also explain why he let the new Clark Kent alone. Oz knew it was Mixie and, again, knew it was only a matter of time until shit went wrong. So Oz and Manhattan could see if Superman would or even could merge. But that's not all him. They referred to didn't think the Supers would or could merge, but they did. So it was ultimately a test to see how powerful he really is. And if the missing time could be restored, him, probably Manhattan, didn't think it was possible. But it turns out it was. And it turns out Superman is going to be much more formidable than he thought. But not just Superman is going to be more formidable. So is John. Uh, theory six, John is the key. Manhattan and Oz wanted to know how powerful John is with all this being about hope. John is ultimately the reason and the Superman were joined together. You you could add Oz just grab Super, uh, Superboy, but yeah. for anyone that watched Dragon Ball Z during the Cell Saga, I already said, I don't even know what this means. Gohan had to beat Cell with one arm, but had the spirit of Goku help him and came through his body. Same idea in this issue with John using the blue and red energy to stop Mixie. He harnessed Superman's energies to defeat Mixie. That's basically what John did Somehow. by shooting that shit through his hands. Again, you, you talk about these this whole them and him and all that. I told you at the end of Flashpoint, Pandora starts talking about, you know, the 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 universe was weakened, the timelines were separated because they wanted to come. And at this point, I can't say that that was the Watchmen. I don't think it would have been at that point. That was yeah. something else they were going to do. It, that may have even been the goddamn apocalypse. You know, who knows? Uh 
but yeah, it's you, these theories of some of these things. You just have to wait and see. Only because I don't know that everybody on at DC even knows yet. They're kind of making yeah. some shit up. They're calling audibles at the line, Eric. <laughs> they see the defense is stacked in the middle. They're going deep. John is the one who can fix everything. He is the real anomaly, born from a different timeline and placed in ours without a home. Every other character has homes in both timelines. They will have memories from both timelines. Clark and Lois would have been anomalies too, but their new 52 counterparts died, so he didn't have doubles of them anymore. So there's only one of every character now, and all those characters can begin to remember both timelines, but John. John was never in the new 52, only pre-Flashpoint, but no, he was. He, he grew was in up the in the new 52. 52. He grew up in the new 52. Uh, uh, he is the key to, for that reason, and really, and we do never have in. Parallax still and, out yeah. and about. And uh, John was never in pre-Flashpoint. He was in Convergence, and then was born and ended up in the New Fifty Two. So he's a real weird anomaly there, but he's the key for that reason, and that's Parallax, why. Parallax, Jim. Parallax. And Parallax is out there. I don't think we'll ever see Parallax, but he is Neo from the Matrix, an anomaly that shouldn't exist but does. Rebirth is all about John, and he is the key. But yeah, you have to remember what they explained. John was through the whole New 52. That's where he grew up. Uh, and remember, even though there are two Wallys the writers wrote, Young Wally is always being there. Technically, Young Wally was in pre-Flashpoint. We just never saw him or talked about him. Uh, if you're talking about Wally, Black Wally, he was not. He was just in, no. in the New 52. The other Wally was pre-Flashpoint. Uh, Theory 8, both Oz and Manhattan are good guys. They took the 10 years away for a reason. They wanted the heroes to forget for a reason. Why beats the shit out of me. Uh, also, that's the thing that Pandora died in Rebirth, the Rebirth special. And Pandora isn't exactly the most trustworthy or great person herself. So that could be. But but they wanted them to forget probably because it was something bad that happened, really bad. And by rewriting time, it rewrote the Big Bad as well. So up until now, the Big Bad didn't remember anything, everything either. But the Big Bad will now, and it's only a matter of time before it starts coming. Superman Reborn was them testing John to see how powerful he really is if John could somehow put two continuities together and stop mixing a fifth dimensional being that i'm calling it now john stops the big bad at the end and dies at the end of this all called it he'll be the only one powerful enough to stop it i i think that this whole thing with getting superman together and bringing realities together and all is the same thing that superboy did before where you know jason todd came back because he kind of you know shattered the whole deal i think they played off that a bit but i don't think that they did it very well but and i could be way off I probably am way off, but whatever. This is where my brain went after reading this. I'm so fucking excited for what's to come, but pissed about the vagueness of this Pest Reborn story, if that makes sense. Anyway, thanks for letting me rant and ramble on. I hope you tore my theories apart. I'm cool with that. And if not, maybe it got others excited for what's to come. It got their brains cooking too. Kill it, be out. P.S. I'm sorry, Dancing Mike, but I like Detective again this week. It's getting really good to me. And we have one last mail. This is Travis, who has his year in review. Eric, year oh, in review. Okay, strange title. Bear with me. So after spending most of my life not reading comics, I got back into about a year ago, not long before Rebirth. It's been about a year now, and actually, this is the first time I've actually read comics consistently for that length of time. Boy, it sure has been a learning experience. I have some observations. Number one, you can't just get attached to this stuff. Uh, 
Whatever you like, no matter if it is making money or not, some idiot could decide that the company needs more kitty materials. <laughs> Here he goes. And they decide to change something ongoing instead of introducing something new. See Batgirl of Burnside and beyond. Number two, you just can't get attached to the stuff, especially at Marvel. An ongoing series that you're enjoying could go away at any moment. See Silk or Prowler recently. Prowler! I think that that uh, was it. Prowler that Brandon just said was just awful, but worse, they could immediately restart it. They had a bunch of crazy yeah. titles that came out now. Fool like, killer, fool killer. I, I knew you about. were thinking of that because that's what I thought too. Worse, they could immediately restart it with a completely different art style and go kitty. Remember Batgirl? See Nova. Uh, I might actually be thinking of Full Killer anyway. Uh, number three, you're not going to agree with the reviewers. Find a podcast that lets you have a voice so you can at least have some sort of release for those feelings you get when the world loves something you hate or the silly reviewers don't love something as much as you do. Weird science. I owe you guys. And the moment you have a Patreon, I'm in. All right. Boom. Cash that money. Cash money, Eric. Number four, money, you just money. can't get attached to this stuff. <laughs> a whole uh, well-loved Wonder Woman series can go away in favor of a bottom-of-the-barrel pile of garbage not worth the paper it's printed on. These things happen for reasons that we, the readers, have absolutely no control over. Number five, you just can't get attached to this stuff, Eric. The only book that ever gets a 10 out of 10 rating on every issue from you for both art and story, see Switch, from Image Top Cal, can go away even if it's making money, simply because the writer and artist can have health problems. You deal with it. Then a year later, that guy might show up on Aquaman and be unwilling to comment on whether or not he's ever going to continue Switch. Yeah, that's coming, asshole. I feel like Jim Verner now because I'm angry at Aquaman about it. Fuck him, fish stick. He's left the building. So he's mad at Aquaman. Digital, digital, digital is on. the next one. A year ago, I was really torn. I love the experience of browsing the shelves, supporting local comic shop, making a pull list. I love the idea of bags and boards and long boxes. I really do. Fuck that. I have my whole collection on an external SSD that weighs less than my keychain. When I am away from home, I can continue back reading of whatever I want or switch gears to something else in the wind because it is all with me. It is backed up to the cloud, so a disaster shouldn't be able to take it from me. I can organize by having a full for a crossover with all the issues there uh, while still having the issues together with the rest of the series they belong in. Best of all, my family got me a 32-inch computer monitor. Phew, that's fancy. I think this one's uh, 10 inches. Let me see. No, six. <laughs> six, Eric. For Christmas, I have to go to tell you it's glorious. No, I'm not a Rockefeller by any means. It was around $300 on Amazon. I should get something like that. That's what we need to start this. I think Patreon. mine's about I, fifteen right now. I wait. I need a new computer desperately. I, I was editing so the. I. I was editing the. Uh, the what's it called? The Flashpoint. The new fifty two review. Jesus Christ! There's actually part of that episode that you'll hear it was i did edit it i was having some problems recording by myself i do i like to bounce things off of you you fill in the spaces whatever so it's just me i was having problems there's actually a part of the recording where people listening will hear a click like all of a sudden it'll kind of skip and what that was 
was actually nothing to do with editing or recording. That was me, and you'll know what it was. That was me reading the book on my computer as I was recording. And you say, when you pull up the shit, shit just slows down to a standstill. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. And that's what happened like three times. And I had already – I didn't even realize it until after that book because I did it issue by issue. And when I got to the end, I believe it's like issue four. When I got to the end to edit it, I realized that there was these – spaces like these jumps and it's just slight but it sounds like a really bad editing job and it drove me nuts but there was no <laughs> fucking way each issue was taking me two and a half hours to record uh so i didn't want to go do it but that was because i was reading it digitally and whatever when my computer would slow down because of the digital it, it just it caused me issues i was like god damn it i need a new computer but so it isn't the best high quality display in the world for movies or games but certainly good enough for me but reading comics oh my god i don't think it will get any better till i can read them in vr goggles if you have three hundred dollars to spare i don't and you love comics no I don't. You owe it to yourself to give this a try. <laughs> Mind-blowingly awesome. I could just imagine, because I think this one's like a 17-inch. I could just imagine how awesome it would be to set up for the the podcast and have it there. And just, whew, I'd see some detail. I'd be telling you, do you see that on that third panel on the right where there was Pandora in the background waving? No. You wouldn't even know. Be like, I'm looking into another goddamn dimension. Number seven, Batgirl used to be good. Honestly, it was. A Batgirl New 52 moment in my top three moments of all comic history. If Burnside had not happened, she would have become my favorite superhero. I've never read so many back issues right in a row as I did for Batgirl New 52. I loved it. Death of Gwen Stacy, check. I was there and that will remain forever. Thor, Jane Foster punching Odin in the face, check. Over the top, awesome. Batgirl actually freezing up in fear when a villain aims a gun at her because of a flashback to the killing joke. I'd never seen something like that before. I love 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 that series so there it is that was his moment he was talking about earlier yes uh and immediately went out and got the whole thing i was heartbroken when i got to burnside issue i never have gone back and finished it what a waste i wonder if he did i guess he didn't get to when they erased the killing joke from they the didn't continuity erase the killing well joke. they tried they tried and then it was brought right back but they did try Made it a dream, Eric. This is honestly made it a fugue dream. This is honestly what made me excited for Rebirth. We all know how that turned out. But if you haven't heard, you can't get attached to this stuff. And he says, Capullo out. And then he, he emailed me once more, Eric. <laughs> and so this is a quick uh, little addendum here. He says, uh, my last email went on way too long. And I didn't have time to talk about this week's books. I know everyone on the Get Fresh Coot Doot Doot would feel unloved <laughs> if I didn't ring in. So here I am. Book of the Week was detective comics of course so much happened granted it was all bad but still i'm sure we all see where this is going i'm giving my 10 rating now and for that moment when cassandra puts the beat down on lady shiva james tynan won't let us down I think he's the writer who most consistently makes me happy instead of sad. It's coming, he says. And a lot of people on other podcasts were talking like, man, I can't wait till Cassandra kills Lady Shiva. I'm like, really? This is the progression. This is her character development is her getting away from that shit. I really do. If, if she ends up killing Shiva, if she beats her to a fucking inch of her life, eh, we're good. Yeah. If she actually kills her. I will be furious. I really will be furious. But we'll see what goes on. Runners up were Teen Titans and Invincible Iron Man. Two books that I really have no business liking at all. Proof that keeping an open mind sometimes pays off. Sometimes, Eric. Not usually. 
right? You don't have an Murphy. open mind. You never I have, have it. I have a gigantic open mind. How you have an you? open mind for snack cakes, mind. snack cakes, and and fucking candy bars, maybe. You aren't eating a lot of whatchamacallits lately. You, you've been backing off no, the no. whatchamacallits, right? I haven't had a whatchamacallit in, I think, three months. Yeah. I, I really, that used to be something that I could hang my hat on, and it made the world right. Eric Shea <laughs> eating seven whatchamacallits a day. And now I sit there. I look into the, our break room, and I see the whatchamacallits. They look so sad in there. Also, I think that the guy probably stocked up. I haven't looked at our, our uh, snack machine. I can imagine if I go tomorrow, the guy still is wondering why his four rows of whatchamacallits aren't being eaten all of a sudden. <laughs> The steaming pile of garbage this week was the unworthy Thor. More like the unworthy comic book. I'm not entirely sure about this, but I think if they used a little vomit and some poop, they might be able to make the art a little uglier. I could be wrong. And the story, finally we know what Nick Fury whispered to him that made him drop his hammer. Finally. And then he says, insert curse words here. (laughs) Insert curse words. Yeah, there's one. Here's another curse word for uh, some people. LeBron James. That's right. LeBron James, Eric. Ah, uh, yes. He says, right, right. But beyond that, maybe it is impossible for any revealed of the whole Now, now I kind of want to know what the hell he said to him. Yeah, I don't know. Forgetting that, he's finally going to pick up the other hammer. Right, right, right? Motherfucker. I hate Marvel so much. Why haven't he just whispered, hello, motherfucker? Now you'd think that is enough. I they- you, Mom. <laughs> yes. I'm your daddy. They have not done what everyone has waited years for them to do, and while not doing it, they did it with the ugliest art I can imagine. Batgirl never got this ugly. And the big real reveal was a whimper. That's what it was. He's like, hey, come closer. <laughs> That's me whimpering. <laughs> like that was a whimper. That ended with a whimper. Yeah, just like my love making. Beyond all that, how could they make it any worse? (laughs) Oh, God. Talk a little. I'm going to (laughs) cough. I don't even know what to do now. I I didn't tell Uh, you to try to do. You know it bothers you every time you try. The regular beatbox does that, and now it killed me. A new Thor is coming. Can you tell that because his eyes are getting glassy, Eric? Mm -hmm. Another one. Yep. Can it get any worse than that? Yes, it can. Bill? No, I don't. Yes, it can. It seems like that new Thor is going to be dot, dot, dot. Who do you think? Beta Ray Bill. Nick Fury. Oh. Fuck Marvel. Fuck Marvel. Fuck Marvel. Fuck Marvel. The last one's all in caps. And that is the end of the mail section. Thank you, Travis. And thank everybody who mailed in this week. Uh, but we're going to go off and finish this shit show of a podcast, Eric. Off we go. Good Hooray. night. See you in seven. Beep, bop, boop. All right. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We don't want to hear Eric Shay. And we're back. Back for the stretch run. And this book did not come out this week. I am here with Brandon. 
to talk about a book that came up last week, but Brandon, we're having a lot of uh, trouble connecting. Yeah, I have uh, Skype issues that have gone on for like over a month. Yes. I've reached out to the company to help me, and I think they're ignoring me at this point. Yeah, no, they, they, I, the number comes in, they see B mirror, and they, they just, <laughs> they, they freaking rock, rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to take that call. I, I'd like to think that uh, this is part of a missed connections. Uh, do you ever see those crazy things on Craigslist, the missed connections? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen those in a while. We used to laugh at those all the time. Uh, but this is. He-Man, Thundercats, number six. It's the finale of the series. It's the ending, or is it? Yep. <laughs> is that the, the end, end, question mark. Uh, that's that's the worst, the <laughs> end with the question mark. But let's talk about it. You you go on because, again, uh, Eric cannot be with us because here's the thing. It's the crazy thing about the connection. Eric knows how to use Skype, does not know how or can't get on to Hangouts that we're doing this on. You can't use Skype but can use Hangouts. So both yeah, of you yeah. are shut up from each other. So it's a shame because both of you are the He-Man fans, yeah, and man. I'm stuck talking to you. Yeah, because I'm, I can't even follow half the time what's going you're, on. But you're I'm stuck in the middle of, of this uh Two fandoms right now. Yeah, it sucks too. I wish that for some reason I can go back in time and become a huge uh, Thundercats fan. Then we could have melded together and really kick some ass. But I, uh, I was too busy uh, playing sports when He-Man and the Thundercats were both popular. But go and tell us what this issue is about, Brandon. All right. Well, we got a quick little blurb here. Uh, I didn't really have to alter it all that much because. Um, the solicit is just as crazy as anything I could come up with in my mind. So yeah. uh, the epic series comes to the only conclusion possible, all-out war against Mummer and Skeletor, or a combined version of them called Mummator. He-Man and Lino confront the diabolical duo in the heart of the magical, mystical Castle Grayskull, but the Battle Royal quickly expands to the multiverse itself. Yes, it does. Yeah, and this is this issue out of nowhere becomes a lot more jokey to me. Yep, yep. Uh, it breaks the fourth wall at points. Even at one point, He-Man even references other crossovers he was involved in. It seems. <laughs> I mean, it really seemed weird to end all of a sudden with just. It, it's crazy. This yeah, issue yeah. is crazy. And it, it steps up the level of bonkers that it's it's oh been kind of it really embracing does. anyway. But but. Yeah goes that next step here yeah it's a weird thing to do in a finale it even but it does end up having a scene that i think even if you're not a human fan if you're just a dc fan you, you'd get a chuckle uh with because it does deal with them going through the multiverse but explain what happens as it starts because again i'm reading this and you even said when we were talking off here we're going and all of a sudden they have this orb of power that yep. shows up and becomes a thing not knowing anything better, I'm like, okay, I got it. This is almost like before when they had the power of the power, you know, that, right, that right. double power, which again comes into play here, not knowing what's going on. I'm just going with it. I hear the, yeah. you know, oh, the orb of power. Well, I had talked to Eric at work. And when we figured out that we wouldn't be able to have all three of us, he's just like, oh, damn it, because I wanted to ask Brandon, what the hell are they doing with this orb of power? But go on with it. Yeah, that was the same thing I wanted to ask Eric. I'm like, yeah. did I miss that episode of the cartoon yeah, when yeah, I was eight years crazy. old? <laughs> but uh, anyway, I mean, the issue starts off uh, like we would expect. Uh, He-Man and Lino arrive just to the end of the shit show. 
Yeah. Uh, with, with Skeletor slash Mumra basically controlling everything, and, and they're on the hunt for him. Uh, they, they see just bodies everywhere. Uh, He-Man stumbles upon his dad, who's able to get a few words out and kind of direct them to where they need to go. Yep. Um, so, so they enter the depths of Castle Grayskull, and, and they kind of even approach an uh, area that He-Man says he's never really crossed. You know, he's never crossed this line. Um, and, and this is what kind of enables the issue to, to get bonkers. Oh, it, it gets bonkers. Uh, <laughs> it really gets bonkers. Because they cross this threshold and they see Mamator uh, just sitting there on basically the Bane throne of skulls, uh, yeah. you, you can kind of imagine, with, with this orb of power. Yeah, uh, orb of power. That, that is the plot device to enable them to travel the multiverse and, and what they fight over throughout the issue. Yeah. Um, so so Mamra... Mama, I'm sorry, Mamator. Mamator, yeah. <laughs> is in possession of this, and it starts a fight between the three of them. Um, you know, he pretty much is able to handle the two heroes because they're they're basically acting individually. Yeah, that's the problem. They're acting as individuals, trying to fight their own ways, and they, you know, Mamator is just pretty much just swatting them away yeah. uh, most of the time. They're flies here and, yeah. until. <laughs> Until the point where He-Man decides to pick up another one of these pillars uh, <laughs> that are just laying around everywhere in this series and, and smash Mamator over the face with it. Yeah. Uh, which does loosen his grasp on this orb of power mm -hmm. uh, and enables He-Man and Lino to grab it and they open a portal and start jumping through it. Uh, yeah, shit, shit gets real bonkers uh, yeah. from here on out. It is. <laughs> The first one I, I actually loved because when I turned the page and I saw He-Man basically taking Superman's spot yep. in the in multiverse, the uh, I mean, that, how can you hate that? No, and it's one page, and I'm telling you, if you are a Superman fan and even just kind of like He-Man, it's almost worth it just for that because, yeah, He-Man, and it's funny, too, because it's the multiverse you're going, and like you said, well, before we recorded that, DC has said that the He-Man universe does exist somewhere in the multiverse, mm -hmm. so it makes sense, but he, they go to this alternate Earth where it seems that He-Man's like, oh, you know what? My mom is from Earth, so I always wondered what would happen if I never left, and right, basically, right. you're led to believe that he was going to become... Well, it ends up not being Superman. It's He-Man. He but uh, they do a really, really good job of this because it is at the – he's at the Daily Planet. Like they yeah, don't yeah. change that. He says, uh, this is an attorney. And you go and you have Jimmy Olsen, you have Lois. And the best line is it, there's He-Man. He's like, hey, great photos, Jim, because Jimmy's handing him photos. Oh, gosh, thanks, Adam. And Lois calls him Attorneyville. <laughs> yeah. It's the best line. Hey, Attorneyville, I'm not buying that mild-mannered act for a second. And it's so great. And then even Perry comes out and Gray Skull. He yells at him. And it's so funny. And the, the problem is, though, they end up leaving uh, right before there's a, a big problem. Because actually what happens is, I, I guess, Mamator shows up. And it looks like He-Man, Superman He-Man reacts to that. Like, looks like this is a job for it. He's about to yell, He-Man, man, yeah. or something. <laughs> I didn't want him to leave. Yeah, I didn't want him to leave. I wanted to see more of this. I thought yeah, that was so cool. Uh, but, yeah, we go off. And now, again, 
because I'm not a big fan or know a lot about this, I'm, I'm talking a lot in this one section because this is about the only section that I realize what is going on because right. things just go nuts. But go yeah. on. I mean, every page you're going to get for like the next five or six is just a different version of them going yes. in the multiverse. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's different one, versions of their own reality now. You know, it's right. not like you're in the DC universe anymore. You're going into a a combo of both the Thundercats and He-Man universe because they're right, holding right. this orb of power together. Yeah, it's yes. just nuts. Uh, well, basically, the second one is since you probably won't understand it, it's yeah. the He-Man and Thundercats world mesh together because mm -hmm. you got Manny Arms, who is basically also Panthra. Yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't have known. I, I got the idea that that's what it was. And uh -huh. even when they said we shouldn't hold it together, I had no idea. That, because I do know a lot or at least some of the He-Man characters. But when you mix them up with the uh, the Thundercats stuff, that's where I, I get lost. Yeah, I don't you're lost. Any like in the them. bottom left panel, it's uh, Orko and Jaga. So like, yeah, like, yeah. And know, I they, just they, they say – yeah, to me that's oh, that's Orco, but you know, and I yeah, I get confused, but I realize what's going on. But yeah, uh, only because Eric sits there and talks to me about the figures. <laughs> He's been ordering all these figures, so when I see them pop up, I'm like, oh, that that's the one that he just ordered. I know I'm so yeah. pissed at my mom. She got rid of all those on me, and I could be selling them to Eric on eBay. You would have been. Right he, he had I forget who showed up uh, yesterday. He was all excited. He's been ordering them like every three days or so. He orders another. <laughs> Figure. He even went against his rule. His rule was you order a figure, and then when that one comes in, you order the next one. He's not right. Even, he's starting to become Trevit with the He-Man. <laughs> you know, he's going to have seven million show up on a, on a Tuesday. Yeah, uh, but yeah. it's like uh, Trevit. Trevit reads one one issue of a book he likes. He's like, well, I got to get every trade ever. Oh made yeah, <laughs> like Trevit has the rule: when one comes in, then you can order a thousand. And just goes with it. And like you said, he's like, you know what? I read that one issue of Captain America that I kind of like. I'm going to buy the whole series. <laughs> Everyone. He's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, this issue is crazy. It continues on where they're just jumping through. Uh, yeah, and every, every time Skeletor catches up with them, they go to a different world, yeah. basically, is what's happening. Until Skeletor gets the orb back and, and he wants to fuck with them. Um Again, it's just a back and forth fight until they end up back in the threshold they started in, and every character in the series fights each other one last time. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then this was just a hard panel for me to interpret what's going on because I uh, DCBS this order and I, I don't have the hard copy in here. Gotcha. Yep. Same. So the, the digital is just like you're going back and forth between two pages the whole time. Yeah, it is. It's crazy, and uh, it is a weird. Like I could, I could imagine that the print copy of this would be pretty cool to go yeah. through, just because of all these splash pages. But yeah, it gets a little confusing when you're reading it digitally. It yeah. kind of messes the whole deal. It doesn't. You don't get that full grasp of even the art. But it, the art is awesome. In this. Yeah, yeah. It, it has continued to be awesome. Uh, but yeah, go on. Um, so basically, we, we end up in this final showdown. Uh, Skeletor is about to use the sort of power he's got from He-Man throughout this battle. They've been going back and forth, trading weapons, trading the orb of power between each other. So He-Man has Skeletor's weapon at this point. Skeletor has He-Man's weapon and the orb of power. 
And combining these two will basically fuck up the world and allow Skeletor to rule it. Yeah. Uh, so these two take a last-ditch effort to attack Skeletor. Uh, each hero ends up with their own sword and combines their two powers, finally working together to take out Mamator. Yep. And yeah, they finally work together, and they have the power beyond power. <laughs> yeah, they, the, the line was, uh, what does he say? He man says, by the power of Grayskull, uh, Lino says, sword of omens. Yep. And they both say, we have the power beyond power. The power beyond power, which we kind of saw earlier in, yeah. in there where when He-Man had to power up, he did right. that. And yeah, and then everything goes kaboom. You see, you know, uh, Mamra, Skeletor, everybody like, oh, no, we were so close. <laughs> it's again, it's an awesome looking panel. Yeah. And, and you have pretty much the ending where everybody is all happy together and th they're exchanging things. Yeah, the, the orb of power being destroyed and taken out of Skeletor's grasp has basically allowed the story to reset to its beginning point with everybody alive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and at this point, instead of them being like, you know, against each other, they're all friends exchanging weapons. And oh, yeah, like, it reminds like me players of players exchanging jerseys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the minute that I saw. And it is, is that Panthro with he, uh, our man of arm? Yeah, 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 man, I'm so. See, I'm learning someone, but when they're exchanging weapons, I'm like, they're they're like the football players exchanging jerseys after yeah, the game, which drives me nuts. I hate yeah. that. It gets well, me I'm so angry. I, I would have rather punch the other person in the yeah. face if I lost yeah. that guy. I don't want your. That's what I'm jersey. saying. If it's you're the, if you're the guy who wins, it's kind of funny. But if you lose, don't don't exchange jerseys. Yeah, I don't want. That. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't. This is Bills fans off. It started a giant sports radio debate in Buffalo really? when uh, we got murdered by. Or no, we beat the Niners, I think it was. Okay. And someone exchanged jerseys with Kaepernick. Okay. Oh, my God, all the racists in Buffalo. Here's the thing. I understand that when you're doing this, that you can do it. Don't do it on the field. Do yeah. it behind the scenes. Right. You know, give a little wink-wink. You know, you see the guys going up and, and shaking hands and talking. You don't hear what they say. Say, hey, listen, right. don't exchange jerseys. You know, I'll give it to the, the freaking, you know, what is it? The equipment, equipment dudes, manager, yeah. the boy. We'll exchange it. You know, we'll yeah. do that. I just – I wouldn't want that to be seen. It drives me – I'm telling you, it drives me nuts just uh, me too. a defensive player helps a – Guy, he just tackled up. It drives me nuts. I, I scream at my wife. I was, I was so the same angry. way, like probably the same way you were when sports. Yeah. Like if if I was playing against my friend, I hated my friend. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would actually try however long the game was. Yeah. The, the worst, though, is when after it's done, and I will just like, especially if if we win. I'll be like, okay, whatever, and you go, and uh, hockey is the big one, and you go down, you're shaking hands with people, and, I, and it's, I'm like, why are they so mad at me? I don't right. understand. I just tried to cripple a guy and <laughs> hit him over the head with a fucking stick, but to me, that's what you do, so that's normal, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make many friends, not even on my own team. It's great. <laughs> when we'd practice, I'd try to hurt people. It was yeah. the best. That, that's, that's why you're, you're better, better at being online friends, friends with everybody, because yeah. you, you can't fight them in person. Yeah, I can't fight them, so I just move on. I just, uh, you know, go off the computer and bitch and moan to myself about them, and nobody's listening. Or Eric at work, I scream and yell at him. I just yell at him. when he's listening. Legitimately, that I do listen to a lot of other podcasts, especially the guys in the Get Fresh crew. But uh, when Eric's listening to a podcast that is not Jim Werner approved, 
<laughs> and I don't know what it is. And he's laughing at, you know, sitting there. It drives me nuts. It, yeah, it, yeah. it infuriates me. He's not allowed me. to have his own individual. No, I screamed at him. I'm like, what are you listening to? That's that whole thing about that. And we even mentioned it this episode about the adults shitting their pants. And it just drove me nuts. There's no way that four people that, that know each other in one week all shit their pants. That's no. bullshit. And I, I will I will say that till the I'll end of the week. I will it to a same month. Like you, yeah. you and your friend should never shit your pants in the no, same month. No, I, I don't know. Anybody that I know uh, that has shit their pants in the last month that is an adult. That, like, wow, how could four people? And he's just said, "Oh, it's 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 possible." I'm telling you, this is going to be a controversy that rages on forever. But yeah, uh, I'm telling you, if I was He Man, if I was Prince Adam, I'd go over, slap fucking man at arms right in the face, and say, "Get back those goddamn nunchucks! Get your goddamn staff or your your fucking mace back, you yeah. stupid idiot." Yeah. I, I would rather have a mace than nunchucks anyway. I just hit myself so with I. nunchucks. Nunchucks, I hit myself. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to use those. And it's so funny that I'm just looking at this and I expect that with the end, because then they see the Thundercats blast off of the rocket. Uh, you know, you even have the Thundercats hoe from He-Man, like a little yeah. solidarity. They say each other's catchphrase. And they say each other's catchphrase. Yeah. And they go and it does say the end. And I'm wondering if it'll be such a funny thing that the thing that causes it not to be the end is a riff in time or the dimensions that those goddamn nunchucks being on Eternia causes <laughs> issues. And it's all freaking man at arm's fault for being a jerk. Hey, if we, get a, if we get a six-issue series where He-Man's stuck in, in Daily Planet life as Clark Kent, I would love that. Shit out all of because that. of these nunchucks. Yep. Oh, I, I'm telling you, I would love to have like a – we had the multiversity – uh, book Grant Morrison did in the New 52. Let's just do this multiversity and yet have just issue after issue like we yeah, have yeah. Uh, this this uh, this next week. Next week we have the annuals week at DC and it's all the DC characters going in the Hanna-Barbera. I'd like to see He-Man and some craziness. That'd be funny. He-Man with the Jetsons or something kicking ass. Right. But we'll yeah, see. They, they missed the chance there. They, they got these Hanna-Barbera characters. They need to pull the He-Man back into the DC yeah. stuff since he's got a little history there. You yeah, know? yeah. And even, even the uh, deal earlier, like I said, at one point He-Man even mentions, like he gets hit in the face. He's like, man, you know, my chops are hurting from all these crossovers. <laughs> it made me laugh. But yeah, <laughs> uh, overall, I, this is not the best issue of the series. I, no. it, it's crazy, but I had fun. And not even knowing all the characters, I did have fun uh, reading it. Just that the Superman, the He-Man of Superman made the day for me. I'm reading it. I just had a big smile on my face. But what did you give it? I, I believe I gave it uh eight on okay. the, the roundup or the review we do uh, for yeah. it last week. Uh, just, just because based off what you said, it wasn't my favorite put together issue in the series. Yeah. But, but it, was, it was the most... Yeah, just the it most was. fun. And the know, art's the great. most callbacks and jokes. And, yeah. yeah, the art is always top. The art is the awesome. And, and I say all the stuff about, you know, not knowing the characters or things. Actually, this issue, except for the time where they go back to that alternate version of Eternia, and I don't even know what the Thundercats universe is even called. Thundara. Thundara. Okay, Thundara yeah. and Eternia combined. I still knew what was going on, but not knowing – both sets of characters kind of threw me. Other than that, you can have fun with this without knowing yeah, the characters. Yeah. We've gotten past that point. This is just an all-out battle. It's mainly Lionel and He-Man just going through the multiverse being chased by Mumator. I'm actually <laughs> shocked at this point that when they did grab the orb, that they didn't combine into one just like Mumator was. Right, right. They'd have that's that's totally where I thought this was going. Yeah, I really yeah, did I think so at one too. point. 
I thought it would be the two combined, you know, the hero and the villain both combined and they would have a big fight. And then at the end, you know, the orb gets destroyed and everybody separates, goes back to their own deal and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd probably, the art's so good. I do like this art style and I like it even better in this issue than I did the last issue that we, we talked about. So I'd mm -hmm. probably give it a seven. Uh, I didn't even ask Eric what he'd give it. He's a, he's a negative Nancy. He'd probably give it a five, five, five. Yeah, I think he would be around... Probably you, like a seven or yeah, a six seven, five. seven, five, six, five, somewhere the around there. In continuity, and he would have issues with it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree as well. But we're gonna go off to, uh, I believe, the last two books of the podcast with me and Eric. Thanks for coming on, Brandon. No problem. Sorry it took us a week with these misconnections. Uh, no. I, I will take the uh, one of the one DC bros. He's like, your problem's not solved because you have uh, fuck Skype in your profile banner. And, uh, <laughs> that's I, why yeah that might be you take that off maybe you'll change things i actually I said i, I will like, fix that when they fix my problem we yeah really well we'll see we'll see how hangouts uh turns out maybe i can figure out eric get, getting on hangouts but i'm telling you trying to describe to eric anything technical uh with it, it's impossible it, yeah. it is impossible because i'll say until just, 2017 to figure out how ebay I'm telling works you, so but with him i would just say you know go on your email you'll see a hangouts pop up email <laughs> what's that and then we're done we don't even get past that he, like, doesn't, he doesn't give me access to the email yeah, he doesn't even get uh, past the point where he'll even load something up he just i'll start telling him i don't understand and that's it case closed but yeah thanks brandon and uh we're gonna get back to the books all right eric and it is the end of the podcast boom we're done let's go about time come on we're done yeah, I, usually, though, we save the greatest issues for the last two issues, right? That's usually what we well, do. That's I, that's I, I usually – the last one's always the best, right? I, sa I saved myself a decent story for these last two issues. I, I say, I say. That's what you sound like when you, you, you said you, you want us you to hear that story, Jimbo? Yeah. Not even on crutches. Crutches. What is the story? What is the story? <laughs> oh, oh Mother Goose. We just took a break, you know, to t like you know, go to the bathroom before we got to these last yes, two books. Yes, we did. And when we happened to take that break, I had a cigarette in my mouth. So when I walked into the bathroom and pulled my dick out to go take a leak, I didn't want to look down because I didn't want to get smoke in my eyes. So I'm looking up. I pulled my dick out and I hang to the left. So I a little overcompensated a little bit too much. So I just started pissing right on the goddamn floor. Nice. That is good stuff. And I, then That's I looked like... down and got smoke in my eyes. I'm like, fuck. Oh, jeez. Smoking with the yeah, – or taking a piss yeah, you know, with a cigarette. You know, because I'm a scumbag. Taking a piss like a badass. Yeah, really, what more badass way to take a piss than just pissing on the floor like there's nobody's business? That's oh, why you God. sit when I you so Never have that problem. Never would have that problem with sitting yeah. and peeing. Sitting and the peeing. Speaking of a sitting and the peeing, we're going to go off to my last book of the night, uh, followed by your last book of the night. But my last book is Deathstroke number 15. Or as they say in France, Deathstroke number 15. Isn't that what they say in France? Uh, maybe. Yes. When they're making fun of Americans? I don't know. Oh, we oui, oui, Deathstroke number 15. Or is that a, a Twilight? Twilight? He is a blind. He is a blind a man. What, now I sound the, like an Italian. Hey, what's, uh, he's a blind in a man. Italian? I mean, what's uh, in French. What's 15 in French? Fuck if I know. Catorce Saton. Yeah, Deathstroke Torse Septon. Stroke de death. There you go. There you go, Eric. 
Deathstroke number 15, written by Christopher Priest, art by Larry Hammock, Carlo Pagulan, Jason Paz, Jeremy Cox, Willie Schubert. Can you tell my enthusiasm? Kinsey. My my Kinsey, yeah. yeah Kinsey. I took French in, I believe, eighth grade, eighth or ninth. Did we start with eighth ninth? Grade. I think I think actually when I went it was ninth. And I took French and I flunked. <laughs> that's like the worst class i ever oh no took so you know I, I you take language classes in ninth grade but the thing is back when i was in eighth grade we had um we split it up into three different languages so you had you know french spanish yeah, and german yeah it was all split up like that so when you finally got to high school you would pick what language you wanted to yeah, take well again you say that when i went to school ninth grade was still junior high so weird there you go eric there you go did you hear uh talk almost Keen every said. elementary school in quakertown is closing I heard that they shit. They are getting rid of that, and all the kids are going over to the what is now the middle school, and all the people who would normally be in the middle school is going over to the freshman center because it's an exodus. They're all going all of our elementary so which, schools. So which middle school? I mean, are we talking about Milford? Are we talking about Strayer? No, Milford's closing as well. Really? So all going. Yeah, My junior all, high yeah. is going to look. Go. You probably haven't been to Strayer. It's huge. It's no, humongous. I haven't. It's bigger. It's almost bigger. I've never than even been to the freshman now. center. So yeah, well, the freshman center is just Strayer. They didn't change that shit. I used to play hockey in there. Hockey, and nobody knows what we're talking about. No, that's and that's you know crazy what? News, I'd rather sit here and talk about this than Deathstroke. And I said to you earlier uh, off the air that. Deathstroke is a book that you can say to me, and you could legitimately argue your point and say, but Jim, this is a well-written book with good art, yeah. good dialogue, smart dialogue, very yeah. smart dialogue, a a slow burn story, but a story that shows Deathstroke as, you know, almost like, not he's not a spy, he's an assassin, but in the vein of it, almost being like a James Bond-esque type deal, you could say all these things that I probably could not disagree with you or no, argue my bit. point you know what else but it can end you know what i would argue is i get bored and the minute i'm done this book i do not remember anything that i read i do my review and i'm done i check out till the next time this issue or this book shows up thank the lord that it's going to be every month now and this goes back when i was trying to make deals with you uh this was the book that caused the issue because you said you didn't want that extra issue that was this was the book that had the extra issue it's not going to anymore but you even said you did you still don't want one issue of death i was gonna gonna give up some fucking good books i'm uh, telling you right right now actually I'm starting to get on the trial with this book. Like I'm starting to follow. In the beginning, it was oh, so I over follow the place. It. I'm just bored. I, uh, I, really I, I couldn't follow what was going on in the beginning yeah. of the series. Well, but here's now the thing. I feel I like think, I am on the following yeah. of the trolley. I know all well, the characters. And, and I don't I think you've gotten thing. any smarter because you're, no, you're a dumb man. Yes, very and, dumb. Uh, but I do think Christopher Priest has gotten a little smarter and thought, you know what? I, I got to get a little more straightforward. Some dummies like and, Eric Shea might be reading yeah. this. And, you know, well, they could be struggling. Here's the thing. It's great to be fancy. With your fancy stuff. Like I could go and do uh, art with feces and start throwing against the wall and say that that is uh, showing me the struggles of humanity uh, against racism. And I I could say all this. If somebody sits there and doesn't understand it, they're not going to buy it. And I think that that's Christopher Priest was throwing shit on the page and he was being very clever with it and being, you know, cutesy. And people were confused. And I do think that he has tied the, you know, he's a screw, the, he's, what am I saying? He's Batten tightened up the, the screws. Yeah, he's yeah. tightened the screws. It's no longer sloppy, Joe. Eric, it's now able, you can follow it. It's very straightforward now. Now it's just a hamburger. 
Yeah, now it's hamburger. And but the the thing is, on I that just, note, never buy a hamburger enjoy. from Speedway. No, no. Why? Did you have a piece of bone in it or something? No, it was just it was didn't taste like meat, and it didn't really? feel like meat in my mouth. It was just like a patty put together, and you I started looking at the ingredients. In your mouth, and you it was want, the worst that? taste. Do and I'm have, like, do you have do British I? in you, Eric? Do you have any no. British in you? Do you want some? You want me to absolutely come over not. To you? you want me? I'll be your little English muffin. And you I know actually, I have higher standards. Yeah, it's funny you say this. I didn't even mention this to you. A couple weeks ago, I did go uh, for lunch. I went to get a soda from Speedway because of those cheap goddamn yeah, sodas. Yeah. And I got like two hamburgers. Again, cheap as hell. Uh, you did you get the hamburgers realize, or the bacon cheeseburgers? I think I got the bacon cheeseburgers. Okay, that might be better. And this is just a no, regular no, no. cheeseburger. No, this is my issue is t- this is me not eating the bun as well. So you're getting a full out just Ooh. a burger. And I actually had the same opinion. I thought, boy, this does not taste like it. And, it and that bad. is, you know, now I don't have condiments on it. I don't oh, have Oh, I didn't anything, do that either. Yeah, all I have so is I went burger, for two rib sandwiches. They things. only had one rib sandwich, so I ended up grabbing a burger and a rib sandwich. And I ate yeah. the burger first, thankfully, because I was able to get rid of the taste yeah, in my mouth by eating the, the rib taste, sandwich yeah. right afterwards. But yeah. goddamn, that was terrible. Yeah, I'm telling you, when I just ate just the burger just straight up without any condiments or bun, so you really get the taste of it. And I actually thought that it's very weird. I didn't say, but I, to you – because then I came back to work and I even thought when I was eating, I'm like, it just made me feel unhealthy eating it as well. Like, this is not food that you should be eating. Now we're saying this. This is Speedway we're talking yeah. about. But I had had, I like we had, had some food. luck with it. I think since Trevitt is, is not there, uh, shit's gone wrong, Eric. That's the problem. That fucking Speedway. Fuck you, Speedway. No, the, I still love Speedway. I'm not going to say yesterday, that. No, well, yesterday uh, we had a movie night. We were watching uh, Total, Total Recall. Recall and Trev yeah. was there, and Trevitt said at one point, hey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go over to Speedway and get it. I'm like, you don't go there. <laughs> you, you fucking don't go there, you son of a bitch. They fucking they fuck that, those assholes. Uh, but, yeah. He went, so now I can say. But yeah, here's my here's my blurb, Eric, and we'll get right. on with this. Get this over with. We get more Power Girl this issue, and while she ends up impersonating, what am I saying? She ends up okay. <laughs> I didn't know what Getting it was. Getting as bad as me. We get more Power Girl this issue, and while she ends up impersonating the beginning of Lethal Weapon, I'm sure she will stick around for the upcoming Lazarus contract. She has titties hanging issue, out. Uh, kind of. As for the issue, no, she's underage, Eric. You're Uh an awful person. As for the issue, I liked the dialogue. The art was really good. Despite my higher score there, the minute I got done reading it and reviewing it, I forgot everything that happened in it. That's my problem with this book. Even when it is technically good, nothing sticks with me. And yeah, that's that's the ending. That's the be all end all of this. Is when I'm done. It's almost like, can does this describe it to you? As I'm reading this book, it, I imagine I'm taking Zoloft again, Eric, because I have no emotions whatsoever. I'm just running through the deal. I want to get through and review it. And yeah, you'll see, I, I gave this issue a decent score because I think that it is a good issue. If it's a decent issue. This, yeah, if you're into this book, there's nothing at all wrong with this. I just realized that I'm not into this book, and I just... I don't think that there's anything that's going to change that. Uh, to me, if Christopher Priest gets – say he even says, like, listen, you know what? I want to get to issue 25, and then I'm going to step down. I don't know why this book should continue. I really don't. It's it is so strange to me you, that we've had three Deathstroke series so yeah, far well, in the, since yeah, the New 52 yeah, began. It's so weird to me. It's and Deathstroke. now, again, people – you say this – 
he is now it's long down the line but he is supposedly going to be the villain in the batman movie uh, yeah. the batman so maybe they're trying to keep it for that but that's a long way away long ways and away. when you're sitting there and you go through the books that are the rebirth books where some books were canceled didn't continue on rebirth and you go down this has to be if not the the number one uh, it's very close of uh, books like huh I wonder why they have this book and don't have, say, a Shazam or right. don't have you – know, there are a lot of characters that you would think would be first in line. And, yeah, you'd have Deathstroke show up in Teen Titans or Deathstroke showing up maybe even on the Suicide Squad. Where's my like Firestorm book, Jim? Yeah, yeah, like Where's that sort of thing. Rebirth? Where's, you know, Hawkman, Eric? Where is Voodoo? He's dead, Jim. Voodoo's off on Wildstorm. Where Hawkman's is my – Static Shock book. Nope, he's that's in, the mi- he's in Milestone. Is that Milestorm that you no, say? No, it's Milestone. You sell them bits. But yeah, even so, there's a lot of books that you would think, where is my Ravagers or Team 7? Where really? are they? Really? Where are they? <laughs> but we have our Deathstroke, and the issue starts off with a premonition from Rose, and it's kind of cool. To me, this is Rose having a you know thing that Jericho has blood on his hands, Eric, right? Yeah, blood he has on his blood hands. on his hands. I don't know if it's, you know, from what something he did, though, because it looks like Etienne is on the ground just mangled the fucking bits with all blood around her. And yeah. this freaking whole image of, you know, uh, Jericho with blood standing there, it wakes freaking Rose up from a goddamn sound sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, and they I'm very, said I'm very that she... Off, though, because it, when they she said, does, remember... They, they've spelled it out, though, that she doesn't necessarily oh, have I know. premonitions. She has, you know... Things that she sees that go by the stats, and I, I think that she's legitimately – she thinks that, number one, something's wrong with him, that he's right. done something. Uh, but also I think that this is also like if this marriage goes through – because it even looks like yeah, she she's wearing a wedding dress a wedding in my mind. Dress, that, yeah, if this goes through, it's going to cause a lot of shit. Like you said, it looks like – in this premonition, it might even be Jericho coming into the room and finding Etienne has been murdered. She's this, whatever, no, whatever know. it may be. He's got blood high up on him. He but does. Like in, like in my mind, she was like, you know, just blown away with a goddamn high, but again, like high caliber if, if, bullet. Yeah, if you're door. going full out that this is her premonition, a dream mm-hmm. or whatever, he's in the icon suit. There's a lot of craziness yeah. going on here. It the even looks the like craziest, there was a struggle. The craziest part to me, though, is when she wakes up and grabs her phone and uses the light of it to check out her cousin's ass that she's sleeping with yeah it's very odd i just think that she was just waking oh up i know but i looked at that like, yeah. what are you uh, doing but Rose? then did this you family. think that when that when she calls uh jericho and she calls him on hey what's up and jericho there is in this woman's body i'm thinking he's just out getting tail like this yeah. is this is the basically he's out getting fucked uh, he she even says what are you working a case i don't know what case he's working i think that he is going around trying to get laid that's uh, the case we're all working yeah look at her she's hot too but uh yeah there's and she goes and it's a cool sequence where you do get that whole deal with the girls there it's jericho in her body he's taking her over but then he, she goes back sits down where jericho's there looks like he's rubbing his head it's a pretty funny deal and then zaps and goes back into being jericho and they're but it's talking so weird to me though because when he when he zaps back into his own body the woman is still holding the phone and sitting across from him yeah so like yeah, what does yeah. he do there when she be like hey, re- regains he just grabs the phone give, says, my give phone, it to me bitch. bitch yeah that's what i think he does give it to me bitch i like too that uh that uh he uh christopher priest does a thing here but it's weird because when she goes back 
It doesn't look like he's wearing glasses, but he does take some off when he blasts her. And it's weird because it to me, that's a pretty cool thing. You put the sunglasses on when you do this so that people don't see your glazed eyes yeah. and things like that. They just think you're there. Uh, but yeah, she, uh What's her name? Rose is worried about the the wedding. She thinks something's off. But you know, there's Jericho. He's like, no, no, no. I'm I'm in love with her. I, you know, it's at the end. It's Slade and Adelie might be working against us. Yeah, you know? yeah. You might want, watch out, brother. Think. Yeah, that's basically the whole deal. Is there's something off here? I think your mom and my dad, you know, are are fucking doing this. And uh, yeah, and Jericho's like, no, no, no. Whatever she's got going on, that's between my mom and pop. We'll figure it out. You know, whatever the deal may be. Uh, but then we're just – we pretty much leave Jericho then until the end there because we go off to Slade, and he's there. And, he's, and we go off to Slade and some blind. fucking medical jargon that yeah, I didn't give a fuck about. Yeah, this is the thing. It, you do get a good thing where Christopher Priest does do it very well to show you that Tanya Spears' power girl is very smart. She's 16 I, I honestly half, waited to see a fucking gigantic editor's note from Alex Anton again. Yeah, no, no. Alex has given up. Season. I yeah. think Alex Anton's like – I am out. I could hear this footsteps running. And then I, I even have to get the thing. He's like, he gets this thing and like, hey, we just got the new script from Deathstroke. I want you to look over it, see if we need to add any editor's notes. And he sees Paige and Thrill. He's like, okay, we got this Jericho thing. We got all this stuff. And then he gets to this fucking medical journey and you hear, do, 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 do. He just slams the door. He's out there. All that was for that sound effect. But he's the fuck out. He's like, listen, I've already written the biggest goddamn editor's note. You know when how me much and the editors, I had to do for that? Yeah, and just that. And he's like, me and the editors, we, we get together for a couple drinks after work. They're fucking ripping into me. Like, oh, there he is, old Alex there, Mr. Fucking Jargon. He's like, fuck <laughs> it. You, you have this. You fucking, you know, dig your own goddamn grave. Because they are talking crap that means nothing to me except that they want to show that she's smart. We know this. But people... Getting in, I guess they want yeah, to. They the, might not the know this is, new power girl. Uh, yeah, and the best that they do spell it out. She spells out later how she is power girl. But at this point, she's Tanya Spears, fucking genius. And I do like the fact. There's one big thing that I like in this is because she thinks that Deathstroke is Raptor because yeah. of the armor, because of the symbol that he drew before. Even though it seemed like he, I swore that he told her. That, I that thought wasn't he did as well. his, but that's fine because but I like it. Never listen. I like it the opposite way. I like it that it's Deathstroke saying, you know, she does not need to know how much of a piece of shit I am. I don't want to endanger her by even telling her this, though. Every step of the way, he's endangering her. In fact, this leads to her giving him these new AI interface glasses. He can use them to hear, but also to see well, in this- like a uh, a what's it called? Like a, a fucking. Uh, Tron way, you know right, what I right. mean? But uh, also as but a whole, seeing eye dog there, too. The whole thing, though, with, uh, you know, Tanya Spears and Dr. Villain working together to see if, you know, we, they could reverse Slade's freaking, you know, yeah. blindness. And her calling him Raptor, this does cause some problems for the freaking, you know, the, the, the letterer. Because at one point we have Dr. Villain call him Raptor as well. Yeah, and at yeah, the end, yeah. He freaking like he asked me like the raptor like what is she talking about yeah, like you just I, called I, him the raptor yeah I actually just thought that he was just going with it but yeah I like the idea though that Slade's like she does not need to know who I am it's just gonna cause her problems but like I said if he's trying to protect her that way why does he take her to a hit 
because yeah. this is what happens is they find out that there's a hit going on and you know deathstroke's like okay we're gonna go but even that the whole hit and what's going on there gets very confusing to me okay, like I is deathstroke there exactly to stop it is he this. there yeah. to do it because at one point he seems to say like listen you call your guys off i'll do it i'll pay and you I'll double, double like, you pay exactly yeah, there's, like, there's he's just the one gonna do the shit. hit yeah and it seems like at that point it wasn't one of those listen okay the hit's not gonna happen I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen, but if you let me not make it happen, I'll give you double. It, it gets very confusing to me. It really is. In the meantime, he shows up at this party blind as a bat, uh, dancing with a 16-year-old. I'm like, look at That's him. That's what happens this when old you're guy blind, with man. A you don't know. Yeah, really. So when the cops so, come knocking it, at your what, door, I can't so see, So next thing officer. you know, the cops are going to – and hoo-ah. All of a sudden, it's sent of the woman. <laughs> the woman is 16, for Christ's sakes. Back off, Slade. Fucking, where's I'm Chris O'Donnell? Saying, Where is he? Men, I'm just saying, you give blind men some fucking leeway with this shit because they can't see guess, IDs I and guess, shit like that. I like, guess. I can't so, read an ID, Jim. Well, uh, what I do no, off podcast, it's okay. I'm that's blind. That's right. You did, but that, that doesn't that doesn't count, Eric, just by closing your eyes. That oh. doesn't make it right. I'm blind. I'm blind, man. You're blind, all right. But yeah, they're dancing, and a woman cuts in. And in the meantime, somebody is there and sees Slade and like, what yeah. the fuck is he doing here? You know, this isn't right. We we have a contract here. The shit goes by the rules. The guy gets a hold of Wintergreen. Wintergreen doesn't know what the fuck's going on. No. And they're like, your boy's here. Is that your boy? Your boy's here. If and you don't come and too, stop it, we're complaining I, I did- to the society. At the first, I had no idea this was Wintergreen. I, we, I feel so far removed from anything Wintergreen. Having him here was just weird to me because I'm like, what has yeah. he been up to? He looks like Ocelot from the Metal Gear uh, Solid games. It made me laugh. But uh, yeah, and they're like, now you get this like thrown out there. We're going to complain to the society. It's okay. You know, that could be intriguing, but I'm not yeah. that intrigued. In the meantime, yeah, this is like a James Bond part of a thing where a lady comes up. Can I cut in? And, you know, they sit there and she's like, she gives the info hey go to the men's room meet my employer there in the lounge and if you don't little miss teen america over there gets one in the ear and i'm like they all know that he's dancing with a teenager eric they all know she's 16 he's a piece of shit uh you go Ain't off there. dancing jim no no yeah you don't tell fucking john lithgow that, that that's how antonio that banderas reached those kids that is true. That is Dude, true. Dude, dance. It, it, that also is how uh, Save the Last Dance uh, ended up saving the world as well, Eric. And Step Up. I don't remember which movie that was. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just naming them. <laughs> Drumline. That's all right. Drumline. I don't know what that Antonio Banderas movie's called. Yeah, I don't even know. I just know there was one. Wasn't that Lombada, the Forbidden Dance, Eric? Lombada. No, no, no. no. That, that seems a little Lombada racist. Lombada 3. That. This Lombada. time I'm doing teens. <laughs> Lombada 3. Limbo. You have Jericho there, and he's hanging out with – there's Dr. Icon. He keeps going and and visiting him now. He actually, you know, gets the paddles, yells clear at one point, and he's like, fuck it. You know, we're going to see Dr. Villain, and we're going to make this right. But in the meantime, I I just don't know how you go and do that and make it right because when we end this whole thing, he has the paddles on him. He has a flat line on the monitors, and when we finally do get to Dr. Villain, yeah, Jericho, he's dead, man. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, he I was know. dead when I left him. Bring him back. Yeah, he wants to bring him back almost like a Sometimes Lazarus pit. Like a Lazarus contract, Eric. Boom, boom, boom. But yeah, you have sure. Slater back at the deal. I'm telling you, I think that this all leads into that Lazarus contract. You have a bunch of people that look like they're fucking dead or at least having problems. And then we're going to get Jericho on the Titans. 
That's right. Fuck no. If he's on the Titans, Jesus Christ. They all of a sudden he's gonna start painting playing and fucking guitar, looking at painting. stars while playing guitar to drive me insane. Uh <laughs> but yeah, you go back and there's Slade, and this is where we said where he goes, they he went to talk to this guy, they take him by gunpoint up to, you know, the main boss guy, and he's like, Listen, you know, you're not gonna do this. I'm the one whacking people. It's funny, it's like I'm the one who's gonna whack people off. Who <laughs> really are you? But he's Damn like, right. Listen, and this is where he says to him. Hey, you're going to walk away. You're going to walk away, and I will whack this mutt for you and pay you double. I'm like, now he's killing what ends up we see seems to be a nice old lady. Uh, That's all I could get from because while this is going on, and then he actually goes full out, you know, uh, Jason Bourne and, and just kills them all. He he gets a gun. He shoots everyone. In the meantime, there is Tanya. She's sitting there. And the lady who the party is for, who seems to be the mutt that is going to be whack, comes over and is like, oh, my God, Tanya Spears of Boston. And she's I, – I like her a lot. It's so weird because I could care less oh, for she was her terrible in, in Teen the Titans. Teen Titans because she just was in the background. And then she would just – now, we have the issue with this as well where if anybody's there and, and hadn't read the Teen Titans and you have – power girl here and you're like boy i cannot get a grip on what her power set is join yeah. the club Seriously, because I'm she has it. a rotating power set when that we first never saw her get powers in world's finest she seemed to have a bit diminished powers from what power girl had and then yeah. when we take her over to freaking teen titans she still had those powers to a certain point and then she just became a goddamn giant that was yeah. how she could yeah. grow here she gets shot at while she's not a giant because, you know, you, you become a giant. I can understand maybe the boys yeah. to fucking bounce yeah, off. She, I can go with it. This happened the last issue when she was getting shot exactly. at by the cab. And she's and, like, you know, these are like mosquito bites to me. But that makes sense. she gets shot at. And she just swats the bullets away while she's yeah. normal. So I'm like, what are your powers, Tanya? Yeah, yeah. Please we tell don't me. know. And that's when, you know, Deadline shows up on, on hovering plates. He you know, just shows say, up. This is the writer's worst enemy, Deadline. Deadline. It, I said it's like he, he is uh, in the posse that includes writer's block oh, and, no. uh, and rewrite. Oh, no. <laughs> so nonsense. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Ah! Uh, but, yeah, you, you have this where she is deflecting bullets. Ah! Now, the, the funny <laughs> – the funniest thing to me is when she is trying to get on her costume. <laughs> At one point, What's I think that? she might have been nude. I like, think they're she not going to show that, like, but she must have been. And the funny thing is, is it is almost as if Christopher Priest is like, listen, she's got to get in the costume because if she's in her regular this dress that she went to the party in – and she becomes big, that dress is going to rip. I've already shown that with her, her feet, with her shoes before. The problem is she never grows here. So nope. why does she need that outfit here? She stops. She throws a table. Because oh, she might need at, it. She throws she a table at deadline. But still, it's so weird. I, that All I'm saying is you're yelling about Deathstroke bringing a 16-year-old here. All of these freaking old guys at this gala, they've just sent a 16-year-old breast well, that's, she was getting changed. Here's my issue. She's changing so that nobody sees her nude, but to change, she had to have been nude. And it doesn't make any – it just seems like nonsense uh, to me. Just have her have it underneath the dress, something. It's so stupid. But, yeah, they've all seen it. They're all running away. It's funny, too, because the one guy is leading his wife out, and he's turned around looking. He still wants a peek, <laughs> Eric. He wants to get a little something, something. You dirty there. fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you dirty. Uh, but, yeah, deadline there is, again, deadline just shows up, and he hits her with what appears to be like a sonic – type laser yeah. 
explosion yeah. weapon. Energy weapon. And it knocks her out. This is what I said. It's like lethal weapon. It's like the beginning <sighs> of lethal weapon. She gets knocked out. She's going. In the meantime, it is she lands on a cab that just happens to be Wintergreen's cab who's shown up. And he just sees her land. She has to be what appears to be dead, which I don't think she is. They Slade? Her to play. Yeah, Slade. There he goes. And we go back to Jericho where that's he That's a lot of blood Dr. coming Ackman. out of her fucking mouth. Yes, it is. It seems, um, again, that's where I'm going to get to at the end where we also see see then that Jericho is trying desperately to bring Dr. Icon back. I mean, he's dead. He, Dr. Villain even says he's dead. And he's like, oh, no, don't give up. And uh, no, no, no. And that's where Dr. Villain says, ah, there's always possibilities. And we have that. And then in the meantime, all these fucking military black ops guys are coming into the building where, you know, this party was. And that's where Slade comes out fully dressed in a new outfit and calling himself Twilight. Well, you say and, a completely new outfit. What it is, well, it's a Deathstroke. It's the Icon Deathstroke armor deal, but he's got a fucking, a fucking bandana, bandana. On, He's a, got a those glasses. And but why? Why? And I'm now he yells out, is this, is this his undercover deal? That he, Like you said, that he doesn't want people to, to think that Deathstroke's involved here because shit went bad? No, I'm telling you, when I was talking about it earlier to you off air, Friggin' in my mind, it's he's blind. He's no, he knows he's not going to be tip top. He doesn't want to diminish the brand of Deathstroke, so now he has to fucking call himself Twilight. I just think so that this sucks, whole Twilight this party has Deathstroke. become a shit show, and he just doesn't want Deathstroke connected. Though he does have the Deathstroke symbol on his chest, but yeah, he it's has a. He has like a powered up walking stick, and that police dog has turned from what appeared to be a very nice dog into Cujo, and he's got his new, you know, this back to this bandana look deal, and he says, he, it ends with him saying, if Twilight has anything to say about it with these guys going, I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, whatever, Twilight. Yeah, you can't use now, that name anymore. Everybody's going to associate you with a pretty boy vampire that glows the, yeah, in goddamn this, sunlight. This Lazarus has sparkly vampires, Eric. This Lazarus uh, contract coming up, obviously Lazarus is in the thing, so I'm assuming we may see you know, some I never, pit. I never put that together, but that is a great call-out because not only do we have freaking, you know, uh, Dr. Icon needing to be brought but back, which puts, Je- which puts Jericho yeah. into it. Then you have Tanya yep. Spears. So Who now you have a, a new member Titan. of the Teen Titan, yeah. and you have a new member of the Titans. With she Jericho. was a Teen Titan, and Christopher Priest made very sure to mention that this issue where she says to be, oh, uh, you know, I'm. You know, Power Girl and the Teen Titans. So you, you have all that, and I do think that that's the connection. I think. So that when it's all said try... and done, Jericho's out of this book. He's on the Titans book, and uh, friggin' uh, <laughs> Tanya Spears is in the Teen Titans. And the book Teen now. Titans again. This is her way back. But I do think that she might be dying or dead. Even that they're going to have to do that. And you have what other way are they bringing Doctor Icon back? I mean, Jericho is demanding you bury that him he be in the brought pet back, cemetery. and that's where you get there are always possibilities, and I think Dr. Villain would be a guy who might know about the Lazarus Pits and all that, so we'll see if that is the well, The case. name like Villain, you could no doubt. Yeah, well, Wheelian. Really? Uh, but yes, yeah, where, where's Red Lion? I want him to show up. The v- Wheelians! Uh, but I gave it a 7-9. Again, I, I think this was a good issue, but yeah. when it's said and done, I'm done with it. I just... I enjoyed it enough while I'm reading it, but I just I'm not invested in this book or character at all anymore. And it's just one of those things. If this book disappeared uh, tomorrow, I would not miss no it. No problem. No. Uh, but the next issue I read, I'm sure I'll enjoy it enough. But what do you think? 
I'm telling you, I thought the whole thing with Twilight at the end, like, it's just, it's a ridiculous thing where we keep changing out who Deathstroke is. You know, he, like, Raptor yeah. was in the costume, now he's fucking Twilight. I'm like, come on. And, but uh, he's the a wheelian. A wheelian. But no, even in the beginning, with freaking the, all the medical jargon for no goddamn reason, and the freaking screw up on the lettering with the whole, ra- like, you know, Dr. Villain saying, yeah. oh, the Raptor. And they're saying, the Raptor? Getting Ooh. confused. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, but. The art's good in this book, but still, I, I'm not invested in it at all, and because of that, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Okay, that's, that's fine. I'll give it a 7, 9. Uh, yeah. But we're going to finish off with a book that I'm really not invested in. I'm going to have to lean on you. Lean oh on God. Eric. I, I tell don't me expect about a long people. review of this. Because, quite I... Um, I was reading this, just shaking my head. I just, yep. I didn't, I don't even know what's going on in this book anymore. And I do think that once we get into it, I think that Keith Giffen loves to write dialogue of people on the telephone, Eric. I've never seen more people talking on a telephone in a book. It happens every issue, it happens again. But tell us what this is. Blue Beetle number seven, written by Keith Giffen with art by Scott Collins, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Josh Reed. The fight between the Scarab and Dr. Fate is on, and with it, well, a whole bunch of nonsense flashbacks only giving us the debut of Arian, the Atlantean mage, so that we know who the hell escapes the prison deep below the earth at the end of this issue. Yeah, that's about it, besides for the reintroduction of Kent Nelson, which tells me that all the time I spent reading the DC YOU's Dr. Fate title was for nothing because it seems that all that continuity is gone. Yeah, yeah, it just... We're, we're at issue seven, and if you really put a gun to my head and say, you know, name all the characters in this book. I, I couldn't. I, There's I mean, too many characters in this book. And it starts off and, you know, you have the kids playing fucking games and stuff. And I just, I'm like, I don't even remember these people. I, I really didn't. I know the ones like, I guess, Jaime's sister, correct? Jaime's sister, Milagro, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who was the other one? Because That's I, her I friend, can, Tina. Yeah, I completely forgot who no, Tina I'm was. St- I'm I didn't st- know so what was weird, going though. on. Like, she's talking about Terry, and I'm wondering, yeah, at like... at one point, I think she's going to say, and you know Terry's the Flash, right? And, 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 or at least really fast, or, and, oh, we're not supposed to talk about that. Let's not talk. I'm like, what are you getting at? This is fucking nonsense, right? right? It's just so weird to I me. Mean, there's no reason for this girl to know anything, I know. and yet she seems to know more than the rest of us, or even yes. freaking, you know, Jaime's sister. So I yeah, have no yeah. idea what's going on with that character. Well, and, and I'm starting to think that somehow, you know, she's not actually there at times. Yeah, I... I yeah I, I'm with you I I don't I don't know though because then you have his dad you have Jaime's dad on the phone like, this he, is what he's I'm talking saying, about man, thank stupid... God for Tina and I'm like in my mind Tina's just her imaginary friend yeah maybe maybe we'll have to see but yeah she's looking at the point she's he's looking in the doorway at them and you do only see you know his sister but it's because of the door but maybe that is the case I don't know I don't yeah, care. I don't know I don't care. But yeah, but no, the, the, whole, point, the whole point is everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with Jaime. His yeah, dad's in, 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 in like a protection. He's pissed. Yeah, he's because like, you know, you know after he's the, my son. Yeah, after the freaking uh, now I can't even think of Malachi. I want to say Malachi. Um, after the big attack that we had against Jaime and his mother, the other issue, everybody's been put into protection. So he's calling up his freaking wife, and he wants to find out what's going on. She wants to find out what's going on because before Jaime stormed out, once he found out the test results of how the freaking scarab is, you know, mutating his skeleton, yeah, and how freaking Ted and knew about the scarab before they met, and yeah. all of this seemed to be a big ploy to bring the Reyes family in just so Ted could get his hands on the scarab. Yeah, so, so everybody we, is and pissed. we thought that as well. So exactly. yeah. So the whole thing is Ted has gone out to try to locate freaking uh. 
Jaime, who you know has a tracker, you know, embedded in him, which he does not know about, which will probably no. be pissed off when he finds yeah, out. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, he's going to be pissed when you have that." And they, even then, you have a tracker, and you you just have like, "Oh, thank God we put that tracker." But you have to have this extra. Everything has an extra two lines to it that drives me nuts. This is what drives me nuts with with Keith Giffen because you can't just say, "Oh, thank God we put a tracker on the deal on the scare whatever." It's like, "Thank God we have the tracker." How'd you get that so small? Hey, well, don't even, even ask. I, yeah. I just went to a random page here, and it's towards the beginning. It's when freaking Jaime's mother's talking to Terry. He's like, Terry, please tell me, like, you know what you're doing. And then she re- says back, we know what we're doing. That didn't sound very convincing. I know. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. This is where everything always has that extra line of dialogue that you don't need. And boy, Mordecai, not Malachi. It, I'm not yeah, sure Mordecai. Yeah, and it just – and go. I'm telling you, things are happening in this book that I'm just like, okay, because we do go back. Uh, we have Dr. Fate. Uh, he's and fighting he's, the scarab, you know, who like, you know, it's the scarab by itself now. He even released Jaime's body in the yeah. last issue after pulling his essence out. So we have a little essence of Jaime floating around, his body laying on the ground, and the scarab is now taking full control and is fighting Dr. Fate in yes. the, underneath the freaking ground here at this fucking, you know, the goddamn center of the fucking earth or wherever the fuck yeah, we're at, yeah. wherever this goddamn yeah. prison is. And they're fighting, and we have ourselves a flashback to back in Egypt. I think it was the second issue where we saw this awesome flashback yeah, of Doctor Fate. It may have even been the this, first. I mean, it was it so been. far back. It was this giant kaiju scarab that he was fighting in Egypt back in the day. Yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. I can't wait to see more of it. And then we didn't. Then we did. Now, and now we, we jump do, back and I just... to it. The scarab is defeated, and it's just shrinking down. And out of yeah. nowhere, we get this character, Arian, who seems to be this Atlantean mage who has made a deal with the scarab. And, like, you know, with the scarab's help. It's going to help him make sure that Atlantis does not fall in the ocean and be, be forgotten by time. So yeah. Arian wants the scarab. So now Dr. Fate has to fight Arian. Who we, I'm sorry. We're just introduced to the character just because he's the guy locked in the cell at the yeah. end. We have to have, now, here's have the other whole thing. thing. As you go on, I guarantee you there are people who are reading this that don't even know what the fuck. I know he says, I, I uh, was it not by my hand time. that you were brought down ages ago? And then you go to the next panel. There never is anything. The only thing you get are the pyramids are being built behind them. Uh, but I'm telling you, I think there's probably people who just think that that's just something in the background because it's Dr. Fate and things like I guarantee you there are people that are so confused by this poor part and what's going on. Uh, I knew what that we were in a flashback or whatever. Just spell it out. Just say yeah. it. You know, years well, ago during this just, fight. During this fight with Arian, Doctor Fate, like you know, prevails. But during the fight, the scarab shrinks down to the normal size that we're yeah. used to on Jaime's back, and it burrows into the ground. And once Arian realizes this, you know, he's defeated. He just starts laughing his ass off. I'm like, I don't know why you're laughing because you wanted the scarab. Now it's gone. Yeah. Your whole fucking homeworld's gonna be lost. Why are you laughing, you crazy yeah. fuck? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Yep, he is. He just starts laughing hysterically. And yeah, and you see the essence of Jaime there. And, and then in the background, we have Horde members all over the goddamn place. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. I'm telling you. No. At this point, we have Horde fucking monsters all around Jaime's essence. When yep. we jump back to what Brenda and Paco were up to for no good goddamn reason, there's a there's a Horde member just standing outside of her house looking yeah. at us. I was wondering what was going on there. Actually, there's two. One's yeah. looking at us. One's looking the other way. And they're just there. And I was like, what's going on? They're almost like like they're statues. <laughs> but it makes no goddamn sense. No. And you now you have uh, Paco and it is Brenda, right? Yes. I always forget their names. Like I said, I just 
this again now we're going to get in this dialogue again and them going and what from what was going on whether or not you're confused or whatever it was you know somewhat exciting shit was yeah. going on you had Heine's essence you had the whole thing and then you have to stop for we them stop to, play video games to play and video start games talking bitch, about screaming then, thigh sweats that, oh, that's God. the big thing i got from there uh, you know you have a you, brenda throws a goddamn fucking playstation controller upside his head and, and just that hurt. just and the, you know also like hey this is a mansion no it isn't this is just a house oh it's a bigger house than i ever that you're not doing anything for my story stop no, this and i'm like why are you doing this why and it all this, in my mind goes to the whole point where fucking Paco's testing the waters. Like, you're yeah. just doing this shit because you like me, don't you? No, I don't know. You're talking oh, yeah. about that. He wants the waters, to go Paco. fuck. He's like, listen, yeah. I don't mind I don't those fuck, skin tabs. I don't tabs. care about your broke ass face. I don't mind I that skin tab shit. I'll fuck you right now, bitch. I just, but what else is there here? It's just screaming thigh sweats that he says, yeah, screaming you want me, sweats. right? And she's like, oh, I'm going to tell you. She's like, who, screaming thigh sweats might borrow that one. Borrow that one for what? I don't know. I There's don't even know. like weird fucking dialogue that you get Keith Giffen thinks that he's with it. with this. He's like us with this goddamn dialogue. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah. I've never once said screaming thigh sweat, so. No, I, I, I'm trying to look at, he says something, I thought, that, that's like, even then, he's like, hey, I, you know. Was he hey, saying fleek? Is he throwing some, shade? She says, swear, swear to, you're like, you're like some rube from a third world country. I'm like, kids don't talk like this. And then, what was that? I couldn't hear with that silver spoon in your mouth. Ooh, Sounds like Eric Shea talk. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, that's what. Oh, come on, Brenda. I was just gassing. <laughs> Oh, really? You were, what, what, did you eat chili? You eat Alestra, he, he ate some Alestra chips. It's fucking going right through him. He isn't a grown man. He's only a teen. He's allowed to shit his pants. Hey, just gas him with you. I just like it as Keith Giffen's sitting there. It's like, I know the kids say when they're joking, it's a gas. They still say that, right? It's a gas. So when you're joking, it's a you're gas, just gas. gassing. Jumping Jack Flash, it's a gas, gas, gas. I'm just gassing on the reg, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm on fleek. It's so ridiculous. So well, ridiculous. we finally we finally get back to the fight beneath the fucking ground here, and the scarab grabs a hold of the helmet of fate and crushes it right there. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, what the fuck's yeah. going on here? Yeah. And this somehow takes us back to like not somehow, but this takes us back to the Tower of Fate yeah. where we see that Kent Nelson seems to have been in some kind of coma where he's just been like laying there. I think in my mind, Naboo. They keep using the term like Naboo of Fate, and yeah. it seems like the essence of Naboo has taken somehow. The life force of Kent Nelson is used it to become Dr. Fate on his own. That's why we don't see Dr. Fate with a neck or any kind of real body parts out of armor yeah. in this yep. series. So it seems like when the helmet was crushed, it woke Kent Nelson up. He's like, I'm free. I'm free. Woke him up. And it then, looks like he was uh, a fucking castaway. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, he, he's been asleep in my mind for a long time. Yeah, he has a full yeah. beard. His hair Which is all again longer throws shit. all the continuity oh, yeah. out from what we Everything saw. Everything that we it saw really previously does. is now gone. So yep. I read all those books for no goddamn reason and yeah, hated yeah. every single one of them. It was them. just for enjoyment. Or enjoyment. Oh. <laughs> fucking on. angry as shit. But anyway, Ted Cord finally makes his way down there. Jaime's fucking soul was put back into his body. And he takes the kid and Dr. Fate's helmet Recomport like it reconfigures itself. Tells yeah. fucking Ted, uh, Ted, uh, not Ted Corda, fucking Kent Nelson, you, ye of little faith, I'm back and you're gonna be my bitch forever, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's my funny mind. too. I like when Ted goes down and he shows up and he's like, "Hi me, hi me," and I'm like, "Why are you holding hair dryers?" 
Ted. Get a gun. It looks I like hair dryers. Beetle. I know, but those are the Blue Beetle guns, and I, I love know. it, it just so looks much. Ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous. That's my favorite part of the there. book when he comes down with those fucking really? Blue Beetle guns. No, yeah, but it's yeah, during this part shows too, you how much you didn't. I like know. It. Uh, but no, fucking this actually co- does something good too here. It's a throwaway line almost. When Ted comes down, like um, Terry's talking to him on the comms, and we get a bit of an idea of why he's not the Blue Beetle now because we know he was at some point, just don't know why he quit. Yeah. We find out that he has a fucking heart condition here, and yeah. you know he's got to watch himself. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I want to explore more of that aspect. Yeah, yeah. But then we just get back to, you know, fucking, you know, uh, Dr. Fate, he's back, and he transports Ted and Jaime out of there, and the energy of the scarab on the prison or just the energy of dr fate and the scarab fighting somehow releases yeah. arian out of his prison and i'm just kind of lost him like i, I it's so hard to follow the the frame of mind that you have to have to fucking follow this book here because yeah. i don't know what's going on is it the energy of the scarab on the fr- I, prison itself is it the energy of dr fate and the scarab fighting but arian is released and i'm like I don't know. I know what happened. He looks like the goddamn bad guy from Samurai Jack because this is not the Aryan that we saw yeah. in the past. It's a goddamn giant magic shadow demon monster at the end yeah. coming out of this prison. Uh, I want to even uh, just a little bit before that. Again, I just want to point out the things that I don't like about a Keith Giffen written book. You have where Everything? Jaime or Ted, yeah, Ted has Jaime. He's got him and Doctor Fate. Zaps the mountain says, "See, see to the child. Tell him how lucky he is that he yet lives. Now be gone. This is no longer your fight." Boom! Zaps him back to their headquarters. Court where Terry's yeah. there, Court Industries, and he goes, "Um," and she goes, "Should I even ask?" Oh God! What? It just really? There's a fucking wasted panel right there. I liked right before. I liked that Doctor Fate even says that. Okay, you're like, okay, Jaime's alive. Let's. That's good. He can tend to him. So he. See, but you get back there. Should I even ask? Ask what? Ask. You know what's been going on. You know you've been talking to Ted. You know that they're trying to find Jaime. What the fuck are you saying, Terry? Right away, she should get off that goddamn computer. Which, again, I want to point out, they show her working very fast. If you look at that, you oh, see yeah. like 80 different things. So, I, again, this is the – she has some speed force possibly from coming back from the future of uh, you know, Just League 3000 or whatever it may be. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's just like, should I even ask? No. Don't ask. Just do your goddamn job. But like you said, an Aryan just looks different. He's like, oh, you know, here I am. And yeah, before it just throws in that it's such a force thing before just to show you. And even the whole thing, you know, you know, Dr. Fate's talking. He sends him back, you know, like, you know, let the child know how lucky he is that he still lives and shit. I'm like, please tell us how he still lives because last time we checked – the blue beetle scarab was mutating a skeleton, yeah, and if yeah. it removed it, like I said, it would at be least, dead. At least he gave us this so we can go forward and say, okay, you know what? That's that's what we got. Eh, whatever. But it just this book is is just not good. I, I've seen some people online and on Twitter like, if you want to read the best book in Rebirth, read Blue Beetle. I I want to check them. I want an IQ test because they. Oh, may I thought be you wanted to fucking just check them into a goddamn. No, no, I'll check something. them too. Fucking cross check them too. Fucking right you know, in the back. Of the head buddy rebel and, him into that oh, fucking yeah, goddamn rebel, big... but uh what'd you give it oh god i'm done i i like the art enough and there are aspects to this like i like so down i'm telling you i i like the idea that we're getting some more info about ted cord and what's going on with dr fate even though it fucks up everything i yeah. read previously yeah. last year 
Well, at uh, least one thing. You hated that. So I if, hated if they're so going to get much. rid of something, at least they're getting rid of something you hated, right? But I don't like what we're getting right now either, yeah, though. That's the either. problem. I don't either. Uh, I gave it a 4.9 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'd go 4. Four out of yeah. ten. The art's okay, but just I, I'm telling you, this book in a nutshell is where you have something a little momentum going and some fucking excitement, and then you have to cut to Brenda and Paco for nothing for them to not basically Screaming say it, the 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 biggest thing also that you get from that is hey uh, you think Jaime's okay? Yeah, Ted Cord will take care of him. He always does, you know something like that. it. Just it was nonsense. It really was. You know what's uh, crazy though with this whole thing? I was thinking thinking about it too when you're talking about more things you didn't like about keith giffen's writing yeah well, now that the scarab is off of Jaime, the one thing that he has wanted all along i don't know where we're gonna go with this i don't yeah. think i think it's uh weird that we wouldn't get him back at the end of everything but yeah. now the book could possibly become a ted cord blue beetle book maybe maybe but yeah i, I don't, don't know. know with Jaime, you would think that it's destiny yeah. For him to have the scarab and he'll just have it again and then maybe he will just accept it, you know, now that he doesn't have and it. And hopefully he'll start talking to it again yeah. like I used to love him to yeah, do back nice. in the day. nice. We'll see. We'll see. I – this book shouldn't exist. I don't like reading this book though. I'm telling yeah, you, I, I – I, this is a book that I called immediately yeah. when they, it was announced yeah, for Rebirth your, because this is your I love me some Blue Beetle, old you or said, new. We were, talking, we were talking about good and bad books of the New 52, and one of the Keith Giffen books that was kind of a wreck was Threshold yeah. uh, back in the New 52, where I'm sure – 99% of the people don't even know what I'm talking about, even people who did read New 52 stuff. And the reason why you even bothered with that book is because that was where Blue Beetle well, you ended had, up. Exactly. You had the Blue Beetle series. That ended. And then for the final issue of Justice League International, they brought Blue Beetle onto there where Omac immediately saw him as a threat and transported him to another goddamn galaxy far fucking away. Which and that galaxy is where Threshold took place. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm guessing I'm going to buy this book because that's where yeah. Jaime went. I'm going to yeah, follow that's Jaime. That's how much you like blue beetle that you were just following blue beetle wherever he went now this is his you know it's the flagship deal this should be the big book for blue beetle fans it's just i'm telling you by now and not that he wrote it but it's funny it's really starting to feel a lot like that dr fate book that it's yeah. just a lot of nonsense uh people heroes that aren't that don't know what the fuck they're doing and just again just nonsense and it really does feel that way to me uh, but that's it, Eric. That's the podcast. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Detective Comics. So is mine. Mine is as well. No, I gave it an 8.5. So uh, you gave it a I, I think gave a 7.5. 7, and that's your best. So that really shows how much you didn't like the books this week. 8.5 to me is a decent score yeah. for a book of the week. I enjoyed it. Uh, you want to hear what we're going to talk about or possibly not talk about next week? Because next yes, week is do. a fifth week. It is an annual week. And we're getting uh, a do bunch of doozies. Uh, we have Adam Strange Future Quest Special Number One, and that's where Adam and, Strange uh, left the Death of Hawkman series to go to this. So it is a continuation. So you are stuck. And like I will read be, this, and yes. I will review it, just because yes. in my mind this is our epilogue to Death of Hawkman, yes. whether it has to deal with the fucking Quest family or not. That is true. Then we have Batgirl Annual Number One, which is a Batgirl Supergirl story, it looks like. Which I hate both titles, but I am yeah. looking forward to reading yeah, we'll that. We'll see. Maybe it's good. We have Booster Gold, The Flintstones Annual Number One. Not reading we'll that. We'll see about that. Uh, I believe that somebody else, maybe Reggie. No, I'm just saying, uh, I'm not reading that. that <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's the whole thing that I'll talk about afterwards. We have Dark Knight 3, The Master Race Number 8. Uh, we had, I believe, 
Double A-Ron was talking uh, that he had been listening to the podcast, and I believe he said it was issue number 58, or issue, episode, episode. number 58 of the podcast, and we were talking about Dark Knight 3 Master Race being delayed. We are still only at issue number 8. It, that's Jesus nonsense. Christ. Uh, we have Green Lantern Space Ghost Annual number 1, which I, I paged through. I actually got that. I actually got the physical copy of that on Friday, and I paged through it, and it looks pretty good. The art looks pretty good, but uh, we also have Harley's Little Black Book number 6, a, a series I completely forgot about. We have Justice I, League I of America number 3. I didn't forget about it. I thought three. it was canceled. Yeah, we have Justice League of America number 3, uh, which is a they're putting it out i believe to just try to kind of get it in a different position yeah for the week, i'm so. saying it, it's a, it's a book in my mind that you want to put out with these annuals so when people go to the comic book shop and see like maybe i'll jump on this so well, i have to do that but week. you also if you wait that week to bring it out the next week then it's out with the justice league and i don't right. think they want that either uh commandy challenge number three the jimmy palmiotti amanda connor uh, issue of that we have suicide squad banana splits annual number one Not reading that. and we have titans annual number one so we have all those and for the most part from what i have been told next week me and reggie will be talking about all these annuals without you because you are not reading them, so we will be talking about. Hanna Barbera is the worst. Yeah, well, these are specials, and we'll see. Hey, I'll talk. Too. I'll talk about freaking, you know, uh, Adam Strange. Yeah, and so freaking Eric will be stuff. doing Adam Strange. Me and Reggie will be doing the others, only because I did ask them. Most people in the Get Fresh Core are getting every one of them, and seem very excited. And it's about so them, weird so. to me. Like nobody was it's talking just, about these before. It seemed like. Yeah, no. That when it came out, people were all into it. I mean, yeah, right when away, it came but, out, I'm just saying. No, I I'm saying when the news right came out. When the news oh. came out, people were going nuts about him because this was the DC characters crossing over into him. Nobody's talking about the Flintstones regular book now, yeah. but to throw Booster Gold into it, and everybody was excited. People are all talking about those Looney Tunes books that I think are so nonsense weird. when they come out. And I'm looking to see as well with Reggie. Um, it uh, Nope. No uh, young animal next week either. Right. So it is a, a down week of that sort of deal. And we'll see me and Reggie talking these nonsense. And I think that I am – I'm looking at him. I think he is just doing the Space, the Space Ghost, Ghost Green yeah. Lantern. And maybe I can convince him to do <laughs> the uh, Flintstones booster. Call. But booster. I also talked to Dylan who has done a couple of the Flintstones as well. Yeah. We'll see if he's interested. We'll see how it's going. Uh, but that's it. That is the podcast. I uh, just want to mention a couple of things. We do have a that pop culture podcast, Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast, that comes out on Wednesdays. I hear they do good stuff. Out. It's yeah, I, I hear I actually I hear they're terrible. Uh, yeah. but that is on its own feed. So if you want to listen to that, you can subscribe to that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Who's saying that shit? I'm gonna what's give that? me their name and address. Who's that saying they're is, doing terrible uh, shit? Rafe. Rafe told me nonsense. And well, uh, I'm gonna fucking meet him outside. You tomorrow. are you catch him outside. Yeah. Uh, we also have a New 52 podcast, and hopefully if things go well, uh, as you hear this, there'll be an episode on Flashpoint leading into next week or two weeks from now. We still have to see. This this New 52 one, we're still working out the kinks, but that'll yeah. be me and you talking about the Justice League Volume 1 Origins. I'm looking forward to that. So and I. thanks, everybody who mailed. Thanks for Chris. Thanks for Mark coming on and talking their books. Thanks to Reggie, Reginald Drinkwater. And I don't know what else there is to say. Anything else that you have remembered? We have that Potter Madness deal that we're in the finals. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, check out. Talk about that our, shit. Yeah, we don't crush. Out. Yeah, we're going to crush that. you. We're done. 
I said we're walking then, baby. Right. We're out. But yeah, uh, I'll have that tweet on our, our Twitter deal. I'll probably put that one on our website as well, and you'll probably put it on Facebook. So I will. If you are interested in trying to help us win, like we, you don't really get anything about from it. I mean, they, no, I no. think they promote your podcast a little. Uh, just I like just winning. like to win. I like yeah. to win. They did Fuck send everyone me else. A, Weird science They sent me a note that they do want to have us on a live podcast Ooh. on Friday to uh, announce the winner. Day. And I said, if if I'm on this, you better tell me ahead of time before we're winning. Because if we're not winning, I ain't showing. That's I'm like those assholes at the Oscars. Even so, we may win. They were like, oh, uh, accepting the award for Jim and Eric will be Reggie. I'll I just imagine at the end, we don't win. That's just like slapping hands at the end of Little League games. You know, remember oh, yeah, that no. shit? I'm like, I don't you, like doing that. You think if they announce and like, and the winner is, and I, I forget, is it Mom, I'm sorry? Yeah. Like, Mom, I'm sorry. I'm like, bullshit. I'll start yelling. I'll be <laughs> the worst. I am the worst. Like, I am a decent winner. I am an awful loser. Like, I will graciously win. Deep inside, I'm laughing and pointing and, and fucking, you know, whatever. But when I lose, I get pissed. Usually, actually, I, I don't yell or scream at the pre- – I just think to myself, mean mug the shit this, out of them. this is not going to happen again. And I fucking shoot darts through them and shit like that. I do. When, I'm, when I lose at anything like that, especially sports, I sit there and I breathe it all in and think, I don't want this to happen again. I will do I'm anything. I'm going to burn their fucking houses down. I will do anything down. to stop this, and I will slice their girlfriend's throat right now <laughs> and dance in the puddle of blood. And I may even drink that blood to become immortal wow and i'll take their memories and when i drink their blood and take their I'm memories then i'll realize anymore. how they won and then i'll use that against them later yeah I, i'm I, gonna wear skin and make them fuck me that's right yeah yeah, yeah that'll show them i hope they're a fat person with that big skin <laughs> yeah and then, she a great big fat person she a great big fat person but yeah We'll, we'll see how it goes. But that, right that voting, that voting is going to start. At, Wearing your yeah. enemy's girlfriend's skin. That is. That's, that, fuck you. That might be just as another stage of something <laughs> altogether. Yeah, I don't know if you need to throw gonorrhea in that. That might be hepatitis. <sighs> yes. Hepatitis Harry strikes again. Hepatitis Harry. You know, Eric, <laughs> st- stage seven of the hepatitis is losing in some podcast contest. Oh no! There you go. I'm the, that's well, we're putting God, it on the not people. Hepatitis. If we like lose, if we lose, get fresh crew. We all have hepatitis now, and, and that, that's what I like to throw this onto the ground. You know, throw it at their yeah. feet. It's not us losing. It's you guys. You guys right. are the ones voting. So you show us. You know, show us. Show them. Show the world. Unite. Get fresh crew. But yeah, whoop, whoop. Uh, that's it. That is it. The the podcast is over. Fini. Done. Maybe in a week. Done forever. Maybe. Maybe next Saturday. You let us down. You let yourself down. Next Saturday, Eric, me and you will go to the movies together in a celebration of our newfound freedom. That's. Does that mean I get a a extra large popcorn? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is what we're gonna do when we finally do decide it's over. Whether or not that's next Saturday, we're going to have a little mini party. We'll have a pizza. We'll go get pizza stuff and then crust? go to a movie. Yeah, stuff crust. We'll go to okay. – we'll go to – we'll even go to Pizza Hut for you. We'll Let's go see there, Get Out. We'll eat at Pizza Hut and then we'll go and watch a movie. Can we watch Get Out? Yeah, we'll go see Get Out. I'd like to see that or maybe oh, yeah. Logan. I don't Or The know. Shack. Or The Shack. Maybe me and you holding hands, Beauty and the Beast. 
Beauty and the Beast. We'll go see that. I hear that people think Song that it's okay. Time. I heard for some, somebody told me that movie is even making a little bit of coin, Eric. <laughs> and I'm not gassing you. I would not guess oh, you about that. I don't that. expect you to do something like that to me. Yeah, really? Why would I guess you? You and your thigh sweats. <laughs> fucking nonsense. All right. What do we say? Fucking at the retire, end? Keith. What Come do on. we say Hang at the up. end? Everybody have a great week. Great week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, yeah.